get a whoop whoop it's time for the weird science yeah you go it's time for the dc comics podcast the weird science variety i'm america's sweetheart eric shea and i'm jim warner and you're listening to episode number 113 well looky here (laughs) looky what What do we have here eric stray uh we have a podcast and yeah episode 113 i that lucky 13 huh it's been yeah. so lucky already tonight. <laughs> Hello and welcome one and all to the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of March 4th, 2017. Eric, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, uh, the Batman Podcast Network, the, what else are we on? The, uh, the Tangent Bell Network, and part of the Potterm family, family of uh, podcasters. And I wanted to mention Still that because proud. I don't know if you saw that. We are involved in a March Madness tournament for the Potter Family Network. I did not realize I'd like to call it a network, though they don't like to be called a network. Uh, but yes, we are part because at one point, Eric, we won the podcast of the week. Uh, in a landslide, I'd like to remember. I don't know if that's true in my <laughs> memory, remember, but, but I'm going to say that it. it was. Uh, but yeah, all the winners are involved in this March Madness tourney. There is a whole bracket. I did put it up on Twitter, uh, and they'll be voting. For this and I expect everyone I said it on Twitter already to vote, vote early and often because I hate that it, really what you get out of this everybody else is excited about other things like your podcast gets promoted a little more things like Bragging that whatever lights. it's just it's just winning to me yeah. that's all that matters I don't care if there was a trillion dollar reward or reward award it, that wouldn't matter to me I need to win. I hate to lose, Eric. Uh, We need to win. So, yeah, everybody who wants to fuel my insanity, uh, vote for us. But I'll I'll have more news about that in the Slack chat and the, uh, the Twitter. I'll probably try to recruit people outside of the Walmart if we can (laughs) sign this uh, thing. I'll have the tablet. Like a goddamn Girl Scout selling cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give out, and what I know at one point, uh, we have a lot of things for like the local school or like the midget football and stuff, and right. if you actually, you know, give them a quarter, you can get a, a fucking pretzel, shit like that. They have a lot of stuff like that. Uh, my son Logan, when we go, he has like a uh, cost and reward type deal. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, you give him 10 cents and they'll go, oh, we have cookies here. Logan will give him a fucking penny and grab seven cookies and run. Run to the hills eating cookies, fucking laughing and shit like that. He's all, he's worse than me. He really is. He is way worse than me uh but yes just imagine uh, in 20 years we'll have an even worse jim warner running yeah about. i'll just pass it on i'll die you gotta wait a couple you know years from the ghetto uh, through his get through his uh shyness because he is really shy which actually he had problems tonight we were shooting hoops at the ymca and this is awful too uh he was there and it was crowded uh and this one guy was shooting baskets. Well, unfortunately, a kid from another court, because these are real crammed together, the fucker yelled out the N-word. 
And this Whoa. guy was there. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. And everybody stopped. And it was just like, and he yelled it. Oh my Unfortunately, God. That's like there the was most a, awkward scene yeah. ever. And there were, you know, this is a mixed inside. gym. This is not, it's not, you know, there's a lot. Of, and one of the guys there was a mixed black gym. guy. I mean, it's not segregated? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, you know, how can you even imagine that it wouldn't be? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> there, there was this one guy who it was probably, Logan claims gym. that he thinks he was a 7'4. Uh, you know, this guy was probably like 6'8. And there, a huge black guy, he stopped. And Logan claims that guy was staring him down because he oh, thought it was Logan. And Logan was so upset that not that the guy was going to kill him. He was just so upset that somebody would think that he yelled that. And I was there. I just, everybody just stopped. And they're like, what the heck? And then the kid who did it, I saw who it was, but I'm not going to point him out. I think everybody's going to fucking kill this kid. Luckily, the kid just kind of looked around. Right. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> this kid just kind of. He fucking walked away like with his head down. I That's don't you know do what this kid point. was thinking. It's fucking nonsense. Real nonsense. Goddamn yeah. lies. Fucking yeah, the only reason west. I brought that up, I actually, I didn't forget about it, but it, I went up between uh, things, even though this is the first segment, but we've already recorded some things tonight. And I went upstairs and Logan was telling the story to Tanya. Like, this guy was going to kill me and I didn't say it, Mom. And she's like, I know you didn't. There's Ray fucking around. I think you did. And then Logan started crying. He got so upset he was crying. But he's so shy and have anybody look at him, he gets all upset. I don't know where the story's going eric uh we here's where you can find us i'm telling you yeah there's quaker town for you a bunch of fucking nonsense uh but yeah if you want to find us on the internet and all over the place we're on facebook you'll like us at weird science dc comics we're at podbean weird science dc comics at podbean.com we're on twitter weird science dc we're also on mixler if you want to join in we have a lot of shit going on the radio station on mixler which is mixler m-i-x-l-r.com slash weird science dc I may even, if we get everything done tonight as we plan, I may even have my Sunday morning show tomorrow, Eric. I, nice. I don't know. Uh, we were really trying to push it that we wanted to get everything done tonight real early. And at one That'd point I told amazing. Tanya, oh, I told Tanya, we're going to be done at 1130. We are going to be, I'm going to go downstairs. I told you to quit that shit. You no, no, the, you weren't involved. You didn't hear me. I may not have said it. <laughs> Maybe I'm lying. You. No, I did say we're going to be done early. The plan is for me, Skinny Penis, and Logan to go off to Walmart and do midnight shopping tonight. Uh, we have a couple items that we forgot when we went shopping. We're going to get some snacks and shit like that and maybe do some midnight grilling. I'm hoping. There's still hope. There really is still hope that we can get to that. I don't know, though, Eric. Just as long as we don't have shit. any long-winded emails, we'll be fine. Yeah, or or rant and raves. We uh, we have a website too where we review all these comics that you're going to hear tonight, plus many many more. And that website is weirdsciencedccomics.com. And yeah, on the weekends for the people who do go, it seems like a lot of people go on Wednesday morning at 12 a.m. when the new comics hit. We have them up the minute that those comics, the embargoes lifted, we fucking run to the goddamn <laughs> finish line to get them out. And uh, they're out then. They we tier them. They kind of <laughs> staggered release 11 30 this week yeah yeah usually they're staggered releases so every book that we're going to review dc wise for the most part will come out between 12 a.m to 12 30 a.m but we do yeah. have other things reggie has his covers of the week uh post uh 
Jody sometimes has a top five Fridays, <laughs> and we have a lot of other. Once the weekend hits, we have a lot of other guys who are got a lot of guys from other podcasts, yeah, uh, including like Ryan from uh, the Columbus Comics Corner. The Heat that's up there. He has some reviews on the weekend of other stuff, non DC stuff. We have Repairman Jack. He has some reviews. I even have some occasionally. Uh, but yeah, we have shit like that. So yeah, come by and check out the site. Is all I'm saying. That's all Do I'm it. trying come to on, say. Do it. Come on, please. We also have so an better. email. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com where you can write in, send us anything. We read every single email, which will be proven once again tonight. And we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, I don't know, Google Play, I think, all, all the these places. other places. But if you go to any of those and you see our podcast, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and rate it. But that's up to you. We're, we're not, and we're not having contests. I'm not giving out fucking trade paperbacks if you fucking review us. Maybe that's what's causing people not to review us, Eric. I don't give out the swag. I have problems with that. And really, I don't know. I, I do have a, a bunch of trades and shit on my desk. And really, I feel like it's like, I, if you review this, I'll send you the shit that I have nowhere to put. <laughs> that's all it would be. I'm like, I'm going to send you the shit because it's fucking cluttering up and my wife is going to fucking kill me. If I don't figure out where to put it, what better place to put it than in your shelf? That's there right. you go. Uh, but we also pay have a forward, rent rate one. Yeah, pay it forward, all right. It doesn't fucking Haley. It doesn't he die at the end of that? Yeah, you don't, get stabbed. Don't, you don't learn yeah, goddamn. Don't pay it forward. Living. You're gonna end up stabbed. That's the moral like, I took from it. Yeah, that's what I that, really. That's what I definitely. T- I watched that movie. And I'm like, this movie convinces me that I've been living the life properly by not yeah, helping right. fucking shit. And, and in the meantime, don't expect help from anybody else, right? Nope. You can't not help people and then expect them all to come running to you. I'm telling you, I go out, there's snow out. I fucking hate every motherfucker on my street, Eric. Not one of them do I like on this goddamn street. And that includes my mother-in-law who lives a house away. It it does bite me in the ass because I do not talk to them. We have a, a big goddamn, uh, what is it, take back the night block party where oh, yeah. everybody gathers. I fucking walk down there. Yeah, I eat a hamburger or a hot dog, maybe 10. Uh, but, yeah, that's part of it. But, fuck it, don't talk to me. I sit on the curb. Everybody else can talk. But when it snows is when it hits me because everybody gathers that, you know, there's like five people with snowblowers. Right, and right. you see them. They the snowblow everywhere. Itself. Yeah. My my fucking th- no, they do not touch it, and that's what I have kids for. I laugh yeah. at them. I, I got a snowblower. It's called Zach. That's what I call my snowblower. He's in the next room. He's probably shaking his head like you fucking <laughs> dick. All you have to do is be nice to people. And here's the thing: most of these people on this block, I've heard them badmouth every other fucking asshole on it. I'm not going to be phony like that. I do not fake the funk at any point in my life, Eric. Uh, certain times, maybe. Yeah. Certain times when my wife fucking puts me in a corner. Baby doesn't get put in a corner. Jim Warner does constantly. Jim Jim Warner has to fight his way out of that fucking corner every fucking 10 minutes. Uh, We have a rent and rave line. You can call 641-715-3900, enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. And this is where, what what is it, Eric? How is that? Just that that easy, folks. Just that easy. That's a trigger for me. I cannot go on unless you say that. Now, (laughs) I will. You started talking. I'm like, oh, God, I missed my cue. Yeah, you missed the goddamn cue. Uh, You're like, Line, 
Uh, but yes, we have a bunch of rant raves tonight. Now I, I have to make a shout out. Alex M sent in what appears to be a drunken rant rave. Now I don't, he's hilarious because I think he did this before and told us he was not drunk. I do believe it was him. Uh, he also does the awesome covers for oh, the really podcast. They are fucking awesome. So I don't want to step on his toes, Eric. I do not want to uh, get him because usually anybody who deals with me and you, they end up hating us eventually. This That's is what this happens all our friends, the time. Our family, people, everybody. On the I'm telling you, everybody, especially you know this sort of thing. Uh, what happens is people join in with the website and the podcast, and we're very free. We're we're loose with shit, right? Yeah. Which means that you know we won't bother you if you don't bother us, kind of thing. <laughs> and people love that at first, and then it just eventually they start to somehow get upset at that. As if we don't care about that. It's just we don't like to talk to people, even ourselves. So it's a problem. But this, I do not want to step on Alex M's thing, but he did send in an 18-minute rant rave. And it's hilarious. I love it. It's just we, we're we going to put it in the podcast. I've got to find a way to put it in. We're going to slip it in for its own deal because I do think it's worthy to listen. This is me kissing his ass. Yeah, yeah it's worthy to hear, but I have to figure out where we're going to put it. And I will actually Jump put it in. Control, I'm going to put it in the podcast. This happened with Dancing Mike. Dancing Mike, that motherfucker, he got control of that rant and rave line and he took it over as his own. Right now he's at the goddamn Ice Beavers fucking game. He's fucking Superman night Jaguars. or something. The, <laughs> the Ice Elephants, I, I heard they're called. But yeah, he did one, and we had to s- split it up into four fucking sections throughout the whole podcast. But at that point, nobody else was really calling in the rent rave line, so we did. So Alex, just hang tight. I'm going to put it in the uh, timestamps. You're going to get the privilege of having a timestamp rent and rave. <laughs> I just have to figure where to s- put it in this podcast to make it flow. I did like it, though. And I, I'm telling you, you can't convince me that he wasn't drunk off his ass. Uh, but we're going to play these rent and raves now. These are a little, uh, they're not 17 minutes. Here's the first one. Hey, yo, I want to give a shout out to my boy Snooky Duke on the corner of Kensington Avenue. Damn right. That's damn right he's on Kensington. That, the best is that was what yeah, I used to call Snooki in. Duke down. Yes, I used to call in the Power 99 FM about Snooky Duke because at the end you'd request songs. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know what? I want the freaks come out at night by Houdini. And damn then they're right. like, all right, well, who you want to give this shout out to? And I knew, I, uh-huh. who am I going to give it? Yes, I'd like to shout out to Dexter Franklin, uh, in my third grade class, you know, something like that. Or, hey, I, I, I want to shout out to my, to my guys. mom and dad and my little brother Steven. Yeah, really. Yeah. No, that wasn't happening. I want to shout out to, uh, uh, Mr. Walters. He's a good teacher that I have for, uh, fucking, you know, English. You know, I didn't know what to say. So I made up shit and Snooky Duke was the name that would get the shout out. And then they'd say where he was. And Snooky Duke was a guy who seemed to get around because sometimes he was from Ogons Avenue. Uh, he was from <laughs> Kensington sometimes. Uh, and really at that point, it's funny because I still hear things like Malvern, Eric. Right. I don't know where the fuck Malvern is. I don't know where fucking downtown Quakertown is. And I would make, I'd hear these things on the news. So then I'd just throw them out there. It's like, yeah, you know what? This is for Snooky Duke in Fishtown, baby. Yeah, down, I was going to say down in Fishtown. Yeah, Fishtown. Uh, Fishtown. I don't, what the fuck is Fishtown? 
But yeah, then later on in life, I actually ended up at these places. I'm like, boy, Snooky Duke did not live in very good areas. No, no, <laughs> Everywhere man. I said, he's like, hard hey, this is, Snoo- this is my man Snooky Duke. He's there in Chester. I'm like, oh, God, he, he is having problems, that Snooky Duke. But yes, we're going to move on to the next rant and rave. And this is from Jolly Drew. Yo, it's Jolly Drew. <laughs> Jolly Drew. Raindrops. Drop top. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm just back to check in with you guys. Um, I had a great long weekend. Nice. Um, I listened awesome, to what yeah. you guys said last week. And I just had some thoughts, and I wanted to address some of those thoughts. Here we go. Uh, last week I told you guys I was going to be behind even more, because I was uh, visiting with my girlfriend for this long weekend. Uh, she's oh, that's up right. here from uh, college, getting her master's degree. And, Masturbation. Uh, no, right. I did not catch her banging other dudes. <laughs> no, I did not kill her and dispose of her body. These are all good things. No, I am not on the run from the police. Okay. You pervs. I did think that I was pretty funny, though. Uh, she is going back to school, and so she's only going to be in Chicago part-time. Uh, so I barely listened to any podcasts this week because we were uh, doing stuff all the time. Yes, we had S-E-X. Ooh, you pervs. Gross. You weirdos. Yeah. You bunch of pervy weirdos. <laughs> anyway... I have finished episode 111, and now I'm on to uh, episode 112's books. Um, I'm really looking forward to them, and I should be all caught up by this uh, this Sunday for the next episode. Nice. Uh, I'm going to be all caught up, and then I'm going to be trying to do uh, regular rant and raves or emails again, because I miss doing it. Uh, with all that out of the way, I, I would them. like to update my $25 do or die pull list um i've been waiting to do another one because i was waiting for super sons to come out now that i finally read it it absolutely lived up to all my expectations and it's going to be a it's going to have a permanent spot on my do or die list because it is fucking awesome so my 25 dollar pull list is batman superman wonder woman the three of those, six issues a month at two ninety nine each, that brings me to seventeen ninety four. Mm-hmm. Uh, add in Super Sons once a month at two ninety nine. At least for now, I'm going to take advantage of that. I know it's going to be you son of a bitch. So add Super Sons at two ninety nine, and then I have room for one more. With I'm usually going to save this last spot for a young animal book. Because they're three ninety nine monthlies, and that brings me up to twenty four ninety two. So, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Super Sons, and the Shit. last spot. It's kind of a toss up between the three young animals that I like at this point. I really like Doom Patrol, but there's been delays. Yeah. Um, I really like Cave Carson and Shade the Changing Girl. Uh, right now, this spot is going to be occupied by Shade the Changing Girl. Uh, uh, I really, really paddle. like this book. I told the you. art is fantastic. People do uh, like the it. The story is, uh, is engaging, and I really kind of emotionally responded to it on some level. Uh, I think they're doing a really good job with Shade, so check that out. Is she so dealing with a girlfriend banging guys with all master's degrees, too? To yeah. I'm going to use that eight cents to put in my piggy bank. Yep. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, as I'm getting caught up with these uh, these podcasts, I would like to... There's probably others out there like me. I know there's other people getting caught up on the podcast, so I wanted to give a word of advice. Uh, my podcast app allows me to play audio at 1.5 times speed. You son of speed. a bitches. Uh, so I've been using that a lot, especially through uh, some of the uh, bullshit and nonsense that goes on. Uh, not that there's That's a the ton best of that. Part. No, not at all. But uh, I am I am trying to speed through the parts that aren't uh, the books I read. Uh, so when you get when I get like when I get to the end of the podcast, uh, I'll just. I'll just zip right through it when it's going through books that I don't necessarily read, like uh, Raven or Harley Quinn or, I guess, a lot of Reggie's books I don't read. Um, <laughs> Damn right, Reggie uh, all the way. I don't read, Poor Reggie. Uh, stuff like, I don't read any of the Green Lantern stuff, so I'll, I'll, I'll speed through that, or Green Arrow. Um, pretty much my book. pull list is yeah. uh, the core character. My favorite characters are uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman, and then... Four and five would be Damian Wayne and John so Kent, exactly who Superboy. You're uh, those yes. five characters are pretty much my favorites right now, and that's why they occupy my $25 pull list. Um, honorable mention would go to Dick Grayson as my number six favorite character in the DCU. Um, but those five are the ones that I really Poor care Red about Hood. most. I really yeah, want to get into Green Lanterns, uh, the Green Lantern Corps books i'm having a hard time it's such a deep dense mythology i find it really fascinating but i've never had any of those books on my pull list and it's not exactly easy to jump in when you guys are uh, you know you, you've badmouthed the hal jordan and the green lantern Corps book as you know every every episode it seems like you guys say that nothing happens nothing happens this is full of recap we Great like it recently happens uh, so I'm, I'm, I would love a jumping in point. Maybe I'll just go back and read some old Green Lantern stuff and forget about the stuff they're publishing right now. I'll read Jeff Johns' uh, run and and see where that takes me. Don't uh, do that. It's continuity's all fucked uh, up I think now. That's all about I all I want to say for now. Um, I can't wait to go out and get my books uh, for this week. It's Wednesday right now, New Comic Book Day. I think I've only got three books that are out today, uh, but I'm looking forward to reading them. All right, I'll catch up with you guys next week. Get fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what a sign-off. Uh, th this is part of the deal where Drew said he only listens to the stuff he's read. We have other people say that they listen to the stuff they don't read so that they can keep up, yeah. all these things. So, But this is where... The thing is, this is why I said all the time that we had to have all the books because these other podcasts where they say, just say this week we talked. I don't know why we wouldn't talk Batman, but what happened if we were only going to do three or four books and we decided we were going to do Justice League, fucking Cyborg, Death of Hawkman, and Rise and Fall of Captain Adam? I don't know that Drew would have any reason to listen. You, you know what I mean? No. That's why these things where other people even said, oh, man, I wish you guys talked other books as well, not just DC. I'd really like it because I only have two DC books. The problem is if we're going to pick you know, five books from all over. I, there are podcasts that just do three. They do a DC book, a Marvel book, and then something else. And to me, I look at it, and if it's not anything I'm interested in, I'm like, yeah, I pass on that. And I just, yeah. it's, everybody has these crazy different ways that they listen. You have Repairman Jack. He does it as well. He listens at a fast speed. 
And, you know, I don't know. I don't, in my mind, I can't listen to it like that. Anything like, you know what no, I mean? Neither could I. It just seems weird. I actually pulled up something. I want to play it at 1.5, as Drew says he would. And it's would think Weather Wizard would be like, does that seem okay, that bad? Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, buddy. But I have a high-pitched voice there. This is last week's <laughs> podcast. Now, if you go up to two, maybe that would be better. Then you could finish it really quick. Here is at two. Let's see how that sounds. At least for me to like actually, it. I don't, I don't think I, this is doing it right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, either. actually, here we go. No, yeah, I was going to say, I had a high pitch. That's just me here is actually i realize how i have to do it here is that 1.5 for me to like it and i don't know what's going on here i really don't know what it's he's getting at fucking chipmunks this, this is actually less this is 1.47 burn sorry uh uh how do you listen to this a long burn a long what am i saying i can't say <laughs> long burn. burn a slow burn but a long form fucking ridiculous that's at 1.47 i'm See, gonna, if i go to two is that you got to listen at like 1.5 reverse speed well i will so, that's what i'm leading to because okay, here okay. here is at 1.9 yeah, the perfect it's, scenes yeah it's wait, funny we were talking again jesus christ boy i could get through it really quick listen to that talking about selma keystone listen to that but what we had discovered is that if you go in reverse, which, oh, I don't think that this can do it. You son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, I can. Never mind. <laughs> That's like the devil. Here, wait a minute. Here we go. Listen to it about here, maybe. Line 74, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Patrick Zercher, Stephen Segovia, <laughs> This, is, this doesn't do it as good. There's a part where issue. me and you sound completely fucking drunk Every time we, we do it on your phone. Oh, uh, it's so good on my phone. Is that you? Yeah, you just sound like a goddamn fucking guy who sings Elvira in the Oak Ridge Boys. You're the bass there. I finally sound like Reggie. Yeah, really. I want it. Yeah, well, this thing doesn't play it well. Uh, I like the. I'm telling you, that's at that's at one point six. How do you listen to this? These people. Oh my goodness gracious, Eric! There you go. That was my. I was really hoping that we could do the drunken podcast oh, that we always do. Oh, just got to record at some point and put it on. Oh, it's so funny! Stuff. It's so funny when you hear it, especially when we laugh. It's like, ha ha. <laughs> Eric Shay. So yeah, Drew, go back and listen to it at like half speed. It's the fucking best. It's the drunken Jim and Eric show. And then really, you want to really uh, fucking implode the whole universe in itself? Go listen to episode 100 where Eric actually is drunk and then listen to him even more. Fucking, you, you'll fucking cross the streams there and ruin everything. Uh, but we have one last rant and rave again. Alex M. Yours will be in the podcast, uh, but we're going to have Richard Richardson here, uh, and you love Richard Richardson, right? He's your favorite guy. Favorite guy. You like love him. I think he was at the Ice Cougars fucking game with uh, with Dancing Mike tonight, right? Here we go. Richard, Richard Richardson here. Hi, Eric. Hi, Alex. Hi, Drew. Hi, Jim. Hello. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Eric, Mom, <laughs> this is Richard Richardson, and today Richard Richardson is uh, thinking about going on a road trip oh. with me and Grandma, Hopefully, off and a cliff. <laughs> we would probably end up in Quakertown, PA, oh. and we're Time looking for a place to stay. So, who's it going to be? Bush House. Jim, Eric, 
Not a, Who's going to put us up for the minimum of three days? Three days, huh? Jim? Probably my wife. Probably. Eric? Not it, man. Damn. Well, but, we, won't, we won't eat all your food. I promise <laughs> you. We won't eat all your food, and Grandma will bring all her medicine and female supplies, you know. Okay. You know that sort of thing. What kind of medicine we talk? We could have a party. So, uh, let us know. We will... We will just plan to come up and just drop it. How's that? Drop it. Drop uh, it. Like Richard Richardson. Hell, it's and Grandma. And we will see you here in a couple days. All right. Sounds like a horror movie star. Right to the bush, Richard Johnson. Richardson. Out. Out. Patio court, bam. Patio court. Nah, it's freaking bush house. Next thing you know, Grandma's shooting heroin. Fucking what dead outside. I, I go past that place. There's a place right downtown. I go by, and as I go by, well, we we pass it to go to the gym. And when I, when I go by, I always say to my kids, you, you just look death in the face. There's these fucking people just hanging outside that place that I think have died three days ago. <laughs> fucking nonsense uh, going I'm past there. I walk around places a lot, and if I, if I had to go somewhere closer, I would walk three blocks in the opposite direction to avoid yeah. that, like the plague. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst place in town. It really is. And that it, it's still standing, and people are living in that fucking shithole. It's fucking nonsense. It needs to be but. condemned. It does. It really does. And the people in there, just take them right to jail now because they're going to end up there soon. I mean, this, these are the worst of the worst, but there you go. Richard Richardson's grandmother can go there. Uh, I don't know, unless Granny looks okay. We, you know, maybe we're going to do those. Remember those movies that I said we were going to make uh, at one point while we yeah, were at work? Yeah, the one said absolutely no way possible. And you said you wouldn't make. I, I yeah. think that, that, that one lady that was going to be in, she was all into it, Eric. She would have been into Eric Shea. So if that, that was the ticket in. I don't in. want her to be into Eric Shea. You problem. don't? Mrs. Thomas? You don't want oh, Mrs. Uh, Thomas now, Eric? Uh, Mrs. Thomas. Look, she's uh, wearing those young lady jeans. Or she I was wearing those young well, lady so jeans. And yeah, you would just follow her around. I, I, I used to see you following her around. The lady was like 900 years old, following her around, drooling. <laughs> I'm like, what are you she doing? She's got them. She's got those young girl jeans. <laughs> yeah, young girl jeans. I think legitimately she might have been 80. You're just following her around there. Oh, Jesus Christ. But that is the rant. Raves. better in my world. Yeah, yeah, really. That's the thing. You, uh, the way you see women is like what, uh, fucking wrong turn thinks about horror movies. <laughs> you know, everything is in your own fucking head. But yeah, we're going to move on now Modern to the news. Magoo. Oh, Magoo. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits. Very young covers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now Jim and the news. Oh yeah, and I guess Eric's there too. Yes, you are, Eric. And listening to Dancing Mike sing that song, it reminds me of when a band comes out and like they their first fucking hit, and you know they're all happy and shit like like that is the Dancing Mike 
that was about to take over the world, Eric, with his songs. And the the new one, I think the weight of the world of producing these hits has gotten to him. And, and as it goes on, he gets a little more... Uh, just a little more cynical in his songs and it does remind me and when i think of this it reminds me of when tlc first hit back in uh, 1992 eric with ooh on the tlc tip the album and the song what about your friends came out and they were all happy your freaking left eye was dancing around with the things and everybody looked like good times and all that and now, just like Dancing Mike, now he's singing Metallica songs, Eric, and and sitting in his room shooting Was up heroin. Was that the downfall of Lisa Lopez? Th- that might have been. I'm telling you, at the at the beginning, this is pre set Andre Risen's house on fire. You know that that is that listening to Mike sing that. That's before he actually got jealous of Andre Risen, put shoes in the bathtub, set him on fire, and, and burned down a whole goddamn mansion. You I know. just really think he's too concerned with Ice Rabbits games now. He might be. Well, even that now, that I'm sure that they demand him to be there uh, because of who he is. He's Dancing Mike. He, Dancing Mike, where Dancing Mike goes, the party is soon to follow. And as we know, there ain't nothing like a Dancing Mike party because a Dancing Mike party never stops, Eric. It just keeps going. And just listening to that, actually, it gives me a smile, but also gives me a little tear. It, it gives me dreams and nightmares uh, because I just hear a guy who just had the just an inch away from taking over the world right there. But now when he had everything, he looked off and cried, Eric, because there was no more left to conquer. Uh, for dancing Mike, he really That's does not. Have, right there, he does not have anything else to go with from here, and it really does upset me. Uh, but this is the news, Eric. Oh. And really, Mike, I'm there for you if you need me. We're gonna pretty soon. I expect to have a behind the music dancing Mike special. Casey Kasem alive that we can have him do it just like the Zach Attack one. Casey Kasem. Pretty sure Casey's dead. He is dead. Yes, he is. Thank you. Thank you for getting me down a little bit more. Uh, this Lisa, is the Lisa news. Lopez. Yes, she is. Andre Risen, though, fucking he wins, Eric. Andre Risen. That was what Andre's doing. Andre doing Bad Moon Risen is still out there, Eric. I don't know. I haven't seen uh, Andre Risen in a while, but I have not heard that he died. So there you have it. He's still out there. This is the news of the podcast, Eric. And we're going to start with a bit of news that is comic book related, uh-huh. but also something near and dear to our hearts. And that is serial fiction meets serial boxes. DC and General Mills team up. The Justice League is heading into one of the weirdest crossovers yet. I don't know about that. They've had some really fuck. Yeah, we're going to hear about that later. I'm telling you, that seems more fucking ridiculous than this. Teaming up with General Mills Serial to present DCI's versions of popular General Mills Serial mascots. That's the best part of this. Uh, We'll hear in a second. There are going to be many comics in these General Mills uh, freaking boxes. But the best part to me is that the actual mascots for each are going to kind of be in the vein of one of the heroes. Oh, I imagine Turning of the Tigers is going to be like Flash. Tony the Tiger is not like the Flash. You shut up. I believe that is Kellogg's. Uh, you fucking idiot. Really? I thought it was General Mills. My bad. No. The promotion will include six cereals, each of which has its own mascot dressed as a Justice League member on the box. Cereals include the bullshit that is Honey Nut Cheerios right. as, as Batman. And really, if you're going to label these, and as we go down, you no, know, in my mind... The Honey Nut Cheerios is like, okay, we have all these cereals. This is the worst one, so put Batman in Batman's cell. So there you go. Tricks as Superman. It's just for kids. Huh? Lucky Charms is uh, Green Lantern. 
What do you think sense. of that? Lucky that makes Charms a lot of Green sense. Lantern. I like that one. Coco Puffs the Flash. I think okay, that I makes sense that as well. Yeah. But in Cinnamon, my mind, Trix Rabbit, he would want to go. He would have been. He might have been the Flash. One over top of them. Kids. And you could have. I don't know. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cyborg. That's a weird one. Green Lantern and Aquaman and a special edition. It says, okay, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cyborg, Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Okay. And a special edition of multigrain Cheerios featuring Wonder Woman. <laughs> multigrain Cheerios. Wonder Woman gets the shaft again. Jesus Christ. It just points out that I really don't like a lot of General Mills cereals because I'll tell you right now, you hand me a, a fucking bowl of tricks, I'll throw that right in your face. I can't stand tricks. I think they are the most artificial tasting cereal there's ever been. But yet when I see it, it's so colorful, Eric. It looks so goddamn delicious. The minute I eat it, I spit it out. I can't stand tricks. How do they keep fooling you? <laughs> I don't know. It, they just, they look it's, so... That's the trick. That is the fucking <laughs> trick. The trick is that they're still around because I do think they are complete and utter nonsense. And I laughed. Of these, Honey Nut Cheerios, uh, I don't mind. At least it's not Cheerios. It's, at least it's not Wonder Woman on multi-grain Cheerios. Great. Uh, but yeah, Lucky Charms, I love. Cocoa Puffs, love. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, eh, take the thing lead is, I'm not a huge cinnamon a fan, fan, but I do love me some cinnamon toast. Yeah, crunch. I don't mind cinnamon toast crunch, but it's it's not my favorite. It isn't. It leaves the worst scum on a fucking you know bowl of cereal that you'll ever have. Concerned about everything. The scum it's just the behind. cinnamon toast one is just so much scum, and and it, it's just uh. But yeah, additionally, artist Ivan like Rice. You're a cereal Batman. You're so against scum. Yeah, I don't like scum. Not on my watch. Additionally, and that's why I really, the scum that a Applejack leaves is the other one that really gets me. Uh, additionally, artist Ivan Rice illustrated a large connecting image with one portion of the image appearing on the back of each box. There will be four DC Comics promotional mini-comics, including the serial as well, with one of four Just League stories, including each box. And I tried to kind of gleam what these stories were. Uh, right. by the cover of them, and I couldn't tell. And I'm like, if Brian Hitch is involved in this, I'll kill somebody. I'm uh, actually just happy that there's something worthwhile in cereal boxes again. Yeah, yeah. I actually These are out now, so if you want to go get them, they appear to be out now. I actually went shopping today, today. Yeah. and yeah, I did not get to see them or whatever, but if I get to do midnight shopping, I will sure to take a picture of one, maybe even buy them. Uh, we went, and uh, Rafe went off, like I said. I sent him off to buy the cereal and the Pop-Tarts, uh, only because if I go down that aisle, there goes my diet right down the tubes. I'll <laughs> fucking grab anything. But yeah, that's the first story. Now, like we said earlier, the Justice League uh, crazy crossover and the DC crazy crossover that they claim that the General Mills is, is what the next one really is. Full Looney Tunes DC comic creative teams revealed. And this is we had before. Tom King had announced on Twitter you know, hey, uh, I'm going to be doing this, Elmer Fudd nonsense, and he had, you know, this stuff about it. I don't know if that was, uh, he was supposed to do that, maybe it pushed this, but here they are. You have Batman Elmer Fudd, written by Tom King and art and cover by Lee Weeks. And this is the description. I'll give you the creative teams and a little description of what these are. After a chance meeting with billionaire Bruce Wayne, multi-millionaire Elmer Fudd's obsession quickly escalates into stalking Batman through the dark alleys and high-class social settings of Gotham. Multi-millionaire Elmer Fudd. Are they trying to play it off like he's a Lex Luthor? It seems that it is. It does seem kind of that. That's weird. I don't like the idea like of nonsense. any of these. Well, I don't, yeah, I'm telling you. Just multi-millionaire Elmer Fudd? What the fuck are you talking about? The next one. 
Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil. Oh, and also that goes on sale June 28th. So there you go. Wonder Woman, and I, I just like calling them Taz, but they do have it as Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil, written by Tony Bedard, art by Barry Kitson, and cover by Jim Lee. Uh, not since the Twelve Labors of Hercules has a Greek warrior faced as great a danger and a destructive, uh, and as destructive a peril as the Tasmanian Devil. There you go, Eric. Sound exciting to you? Tony, I'm thinking about. I actually do like to call him the Tasmanian Devil because you t- say Taz to me, like I'm telling you, wrong turn came please up to me this don't, week. Please don't say go. <laughs> he, wrong turn came up to me this week. He's like, Yo, Eric. You ever watch that Taz show? And immediately my mind goes to the, like the early mid '90s when Taz actually had his own show called Tasmania. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. You mean this one? He's like, no, no, no. It's the one with him and Bugs Bunny. That show. Yeah. yeah. All right. The one with Bugs. You mean like just regular Looney Tunes? Is that what you're talking about? No. They, no, man. They they played basketball. Yeah. It's, it's Are you space fucking jam. talking about Space He's Jam? He's talking about Space Jam. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, telling you, even if he said Tasmanian Taz. Devil, though, even if he said, "Hey, did you see that Tasmanian Devil?" You'd still end up that he was watching goddamn Space Jam. You're it's right. not the name that he's fucking. We had the other guy who comes up at at work. Hey, you know boy. what? My yeah, yeah, really. Hey, my kid calls Space Jam Space. I'm like, what, okay, what? I, what, what the fuck are you getting at with this? And he's like, yeah, and, and then he calls Star Wars Space, and I said, how the fuck? So he says, I want to watch Space. Uh, wh- which one do you put in? Well, I, I know what he means. What the oh, fuck are you talking you about? You fucking idiot. Good for you. What did he say this week that I was fucking telling me shit? This guy comes up every fucking minute that he comes up to me. He says like, hey, I just no, went I to the doctor. I'm fucking blind. Then the next day he comes up. Yeah, they find out I have 10% hearing. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Fuck you. He can't hear me. Uh, but then he comes up, oh, the, my kid, he's finally getting potty trained. That's good, right? He, he's almost potty trained. Yeah, that's great there, buddy. Yeah, he's nine. But what the hell? Get away from me. Actually, you're saying, yeah, he wets the bed. I'm like, here we go. He's a serial killer. Yeah, well, I'm just Watch out, I'm pets. You, I'm keeping a tally for everything he says to check off the serial killer traits yeah. so, so oh, I can yeah. know shit's going to happen in a couple yeah. of years. Oh, he, this guy comes up, and I'm telling you, if I had to talk to either of them, wrong turn, or what I'd call him, I don't know what I'd call him, Lurch? I, I don't know. I, I'd call I, wrong him a t- genetic mistake. Yeah, I, I'd talk to wrong turn every time. Every time. Fucking wrong turn. Yeah, we, we had a little fucking uh, fiasco at work on Friday where we're a little less employees at our work. <laughs> They kind of let people go on Friday. Our, our fucking job's going right into the goddamn tubes. Like and there's, the goddamn and there's wrong good. turn. That guy keeps his job. Uh, he has the secret. He he may be hitting the bubble, Eric, the <laughs> sweet spot. Because, yeah, he still has a job. We do, too, luckily. I yeah, actually, it came close, though. Yeah, yeah it did. Out. It came real close. And I, I did hear that. But at one point, I even fucking tried to joke with you that we'd been laid off. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, at one point, they were just letting people go. And I can't stand to just have that be hanging above us. So I told you. I said, fuck it. I'm going to make myself very visible. I'm going to go to the people who are laying people off and fucking, you know, make sure that if I go up to them, they don't fucking say anything to me. So I went up there, fucking right in their face, too. And I think they were a little weirded out by me because I was just hovering then. 
the next one is Jonah. I made Hex. myself scarce. Yeah, you went scarce. I don't. I, I'm telling you, I, I don't play that. I, I just, if you're gonna do this, don't it was fuck just that around. Odd air. I fucking, I didn't even realize what was happening right away. No, that, well, lunchtime, here's the thing. People go. Yeah. And I found out after lunch that that's what happened. Yeah, again, the whole here's the, the day, thing. I was ruined. I felt. You weird. have to admit it. Of anything, I am a fucking soothsayer of people being laid off because this oh, yeah. has happened before at work where people are doing, and I'm like. Oh, they're getting fucking fired. And you're like, no, they don't fire people here. Then I get fired. I'm like, fuck yeah, they are. And then the next thing you know, you find out. I told you right when we walked up. You're like, what the fuck's going on there? So they're laying people off there, buddy. And then I went to lunch, came back from lunch, and there was like three cars left in the parking lot. It was lot. crazy. Yeah. And it, the weird part is, is then I panicked. I actually panicked because wrong you got, turn. You to lunch and they missed you? No. I actually <sighs> thought because wrong turn gave us a really fucking weird ass like thing that like right remember when lunch. we were going right hey, before buddy. lunch yeah he was like all down i'm like fucking wrong turns done where are we gonna have these stories we're gonna have to go across the I'm parking lot you, and you see him that way the way he said it to you he didn't look at me at all he's like hey there jim buddy and i really thought he had got some inside knowledge <laughs> now that you've been laid off <laughs> who, who was gonna give him knowledge remember that point he actually years ago he got laid off for a little and he lives across the parking lot and remember he used to come over and try to talk to us about if he was going to be let back and, and it got so uncomfortable we'd be throwing away trash and he'd come over hey any, any word about me working I'm like how the, who the fuck's going to talk to me they don't talk to me about my actual job what are they going to talk to me yeah, about really? this shit for telling you we'll fucking just we'll lay low uh, we'll be like the thing we won't even realize we were fired three years ago. Jonah Hex, Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that's what we are. I got my stapler. Written by Jimmy Palmiotti, art and cover by Mark Teixeira. When minor Yosemite Sam strikes it rich, word gets out as everyone comes gunning for his wealth, including the notorious Freeland gang. To protect himself with his newfound riches, he hires bounty hunter Jonah Hex. But the man protecting him may be his worst nightmare, Eric. Wasn't Fogger Leghorn in this as well? It, it, it looks like. I must freaking just spit out my coffee. Uh, you mentioned Foghorn Leghorn. I'm going to fucking go nuts now. Uh, <laughs> it did look like it was him, though. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this is just some mutant big goddamn fucking, you know, some what bird, the hell is he, bird Rooster? Bird in the Wild West? Yeah, he's a birdman. But yeah, he is on there. But uh, that goes on sale June 28th. We also have Lobo Roadrunner written by Bill Morrison Art and covered by Kelly Jones. Wile E. Coyote travels to the far reaches of space to hire Lobo to hunt down and kill his greatest nemesis of all time, the Roadrunner. When the Coyote and Lobo are after you, the Roadrunner realizes that if they catch him, he's through. That's a play on the, the theme song, Eric. <sighs> on sale June 21st. I'm not interested in that one. Martian Manhunter. any of these. Yeah. I, I'm, are, do you like Wile E. Coyote? I do. I am a big fan. I, I do, you like any cartoon? Are you like a goddamn? I don't. I don't want to get too. You know, I, I was going to call you some words, you but watch you, you, you're a guy that you're just sitting there and you have to have the same fucking thing over and over. I know you don't like change, but you can't have change in your cartoons. You love these things that are one trick ponies. But that something tells me at some point, Wiley Coyote may order something from the Acme Corporation. Oh, he just may. And it won't work the way he wants, Eric. Well, Martian Manhunter, Marvin the Martian. Martian Manhunter, Marvin the Martian, written by Steve Orlando, Frank Barbary, uh, art by Aaron Lepresti. Martian Manhunter tries to halt Marvin the Martian's determination for world domination. John is conflicted with his own Martian identity as he attempts to stop the hapless, determined Marvin from blowing Earth to bits in order to gain a clear view of Venus. That's all he wants. He wants to see Venus, Eric. Uh, I think that this is one 
that would be kind of funny. But I'm Marvin the Martian to me. It's it's the voice that I love. And without and you don't that, get that I, here. yeah, yeah I, I think that'll fall fall flat. Uh, that's mm. June fourth. Now, yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, Legion of Superheroes, Bugs Bunny. Written by Sam Humphreys, art and covered by Tom Gromit and Scott Hanna, the Legion of Superheroes always thought they had taken their inspiration from the 21st century Superboy. But when they try to bring their hero in the far future, the team discovers, to their surprise, the Cape Champion isn't who or even what they expected. Super I think Bunny. It, I think it's Bugs Bunny. And that goes on sale June 14th, and that's all. And Jesus Christ, that took a long time to read those fucking nonsense. And I, I actually asked Reggie, because when I saw that, Legion of Superheroes Bugs Bunny deal, I asked if he was going to review that, because we have not decided what we're, we're going to do with these. Who knows? Uh, but he said probably not. <laughs> he said he'd read it. He, he thinks he's going to read these. The only one he's interested in is the Martian, the Marvin, uh, Martian Manhunter Marvin the Martian one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that he talked about. But we'll finish up the news. Uh, it was weird. Last month, the sales numbers took forever. And the the only thing that it was said to me, or what I read, was that the uh, Diamond was still trying to gather up the things from the end of year, 2016, right. and it did push it back because already it's the 4th, and we already have the top 10 comics of February. It's it was like two weeks ago when we got all the freaking other yeah, books. Yeah, it's crazy, but the top 10, they don't have the numbers. This is how it usually rolls, that they announce the top 10, and then the actual sales come out the next week, so we'll have to wait and see that. Uh, but number one was Star Wars Darth Maul, number one. Which makes I'd sense. Say, obviously a Marvel book, but Marvel really got pretty much shut out of this list, which they said was a big deal. Uh, but yeah, Darth Maul, people, that's a number one. It's a Star Wars. Uh, it's weird because the st- and people do love Darth Maul. And it's Darth Maul, again, the fucking prequels. Again, Darth Maul was that generation's goddamn Boba Fett. They, yeah. He was killed off too soon, and he was the coolest character in the goddamn movie. So yeah, they're going to like this. Uh, the other thing about it, though, I was going to say to you is... At one point, the Star Wars books, and maybe it was just because Marvel had just gotten the Star Wars property, like when that happened and they were even having the Princess Leia, the Darth Vader, uh, you know, that all those other books. I know all those ones you were interested in. I saw yeah. you talk about them on Evine Live. Yeah, yeah, really. I was so interested <laughs> in that Princess Leia. But no, there was such a hype for those books, and people were really loving them. And then it kind of died out. I do not hear a lot of people talking about them as much. Uh, but this Darth, obviously, this Darth Maul people jumped on, so we'll see. The next, uh, number two of the month was Batman number 16, followed by Batman sense. number 17, followed by Justice League of America number one, uh, which I don't know why this shocks me, uh, but it shocks me that that really beat out the Rebirth number one by a long shot. Uh, yeah, I it's weird that even had the rebirth. Yeah, because that's later on the list. Because yeah, number four is Justice League of America, number one. Uh, number five is Super Sons, number one. Now again, there there is an issue here as well because this Justice League, Super Sons, and then later the Justice League of America Rebirth are all returnable. So you can kind of judge from there. Maybe yeah. they are over ordered and bit like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, the next number five Super Sons, which is awesome. Number six Walking Dead, number one sixty four. Uh, that's image, of course. Uh, and then number seven, All Star Batman, number seven. Then number eight, Star Wars, number twenty-eight, which is you know the other Marvel book. Number nine, Justice League of America Rebirth, like I said, which is number nine. It, it does shock me that it's that much dis- difference between the JLA Maybe number people one. People realize that Rebirth issues are kind of bullshit. Yeah, but I I think that all these numbers are skewed by collectors as well, and you would think yeah. they'd grab that Rebirth, but no, a lot of people grab that number one. And then uh, followed by what would be much to the chagrin of the Get Fresh crew, do, do, Justice League number 14, which is 
a Brian Hitch issue, and that is the issue I was not that hip on that a lot of other people like that regrouping. Uh, you know that that. Oh right, right. Issue. That did uh, get a lot of hype though from people talking all over the yeah, interwebs about yeah. it. So maybe that's what did it, but it's still in the top ten. Though I think I read that the overall sales of the month are down. So who knows what that yeah, really will be? Yeah, we don't have the sales be, numbers yet. Yeah, once the, the sales the numbers, we'll we'll see what's going on. But that is the end of the news, and now we're going to go off to mail section number one. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, let's hear I think that is uh, Mike's Creep, Eric. That would be off of the Crazy Sexy Cool album. Uh, that's when he really, you know, now he's a, he's a fucking worldwide sensation, right? Now that is his uh, Crazy Sexy Cool uh, face. Are you what with is me? his No Scrubs? Uh, no Scrubs would probably be uh, Reviews with Jim. That would be his No Scrubs. And his Waterfalls Eric? Reviews with, maybe that's his Waterfalls. <laughs> Maybe he just hasn't had his work. That was on an yet. album that wasn't released. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. But yeah, this is male section number one. I love all of Mike's songs. I don't care what he's singing about. Singing about throwing shade at you, that's all I need. Uh, and we get that in fucking spades. But yes, this is male section number one. Starting off with our man, respectable fella from across the pond. And it's not Harry, it's Jeremy. Jeremy oh. says, hi, Jim, Eric, and the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop, doop. Let's hear yeah, This Jeremy. is my favorite new one. How about this one? Get Fresh Crew. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. That <laughs> is. I hope you guys are doing well. Sorry I haven't been in contact for a while. Work's been busy. My granddaughter's been cute. And my podcast listening has slowed down a bit. Well, just do what Jolly Drew at fucking eight times the speed. It's like, it's fucking chipmunk punk going on. Well, until this week, I've been signed off. I've been signed off work with some sort of student inflicted phlegm fest. It's like a tongue twister. And consequently, can't begin to catch up. And if I tell you that I'm currently listening to episode 107, you'll understand that there's a lot of catching up to do. Episode 107, Mark Rocky's second appearance on the podcast. I love a man with intensity and passion, even if, as in his case, it's completely misguided. <laughs> Rocky's like, now he's fuming. He's already fucking getting ready to, to put him down. Having actually read the Wonder Woman issue in question, I find myself agreeing with Jim pretty much wheartedly. Ruck is a pretty good writer, but I'm having a hard time figuring out what the end game might be with this book. Yeah, I, I agree. The ride so far is pretty enjoyable, and I'll never get tired of Liam Sharp's artwork, but I'd like to have at least some sort of idea of what the destination might be. God, it'd be nice. Yeah, I think Rocky is attributing a meaning to Wonder Woman kneeling that isn't really supported by the context of the story. It's a moment of intercession rather than submission, and as such, is pretty bloody amazing in my view. Oh, and she's on one knee, not her knees. On her butt. On her butt. But you know what? Life would be boring 
suffering if we all saw things the same way. So I'm not going to get it, it's not going to get my knickers in a twist over it. I just happen to think it's a great moment. She's in, interceding for mankind to a God that she, to a great extent, respects in this meaning for the first time. As Jim pointed out on the podcast, it's a mistake to judge this encounter by the latter, more experienced one. She's involved in the New 52. Personally, yeah. I found the moment phenomenally moving. By the way, maybe I'm strange, but hearing Eric repeat at six during Rocky's rant really cracked me up. Six? <laughs> he just kept saying that. He's like, it's been 15 years. Six. <laughs> Eric Shea is 10 inches long. Six. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm still ahead of the curve in yes, my life. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah. Eric gave Jess six inches. Six. I messed it up. I was going to do the whole you fucked her twice. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I can't even set up my own jokes. Anyhow, after my Star Wars list went down so well, here's another list. This time of 80s and 90s JLA JLA heroes and villains that I'd like to see make an appearance again. This is inspired by reading Eric's excellent review of JLA number one on the website. Nice. The hell's that all about? I honestly don't know why he doesn't like why he doesn't like the extrem the extremist. I always want to say the extremist. He, I know why because the last time we saw them was in Convergence and they were nonsense. Yeah. They're awesome. No, really, they are. I hope someone from DC is listening, even though I know they're not. Jeez, that's like that's like throwing shades at us. <sighs> Cut it. The uh, number five, <laughs> the Beast Men. These guys are from issues 221 to 223 of the original series and featured in a memorable story which offered industrial espionage, gladiatorial gladiatorial combat. I can't read. Social commentary and a doomed romance for Firestorm, who was meant to be going out with Power Girl at the time, despite only being able to see her once a year during the regular crisis issues. In the hands of a good writer, and having read the Adam special, I'm inclined to think that Orlando might turn out to be one. There's enough richness in the backstory for them to resurface, although they'd have been a fresh batch given what happens to them at the end of issue 223. Think evolution and a quick reverse. Very messy. Okay, so do you want the uh, the Beastman? Is that Only what you if want? It's, if it's the race of people that Beastman is from He-Man. No, I knew. I knew you were going He-Man. You fucking... And, uh, number four, the Snake Man. Number three, the Horde. Number four is the... Uh, number four, Blue blue Devil. He's blue. He's a devil. What more could you possibly want? You like Blue Devil. No, I agree. It was really cool back in the uh, New 52 Just League, even when they were doing the recruit, like recruiting out for new mm-hmm. members before Forever Evil. Blue Devil was on that recruitment list. He was yep. at the Watchtower, and we yep. have not seen him since. Yes. Uh, number three, Aztec. Damn it, I liked him a lot. That 10 issue run was awesome, and it would be great to see him back. Stop laughing I at the back there, Aztec. <laughs> he says, Stop laughing. Uh, yes. <laughs> number two, Queen B. Beyonce? Beyonce was a villain of the JLA? Beyonce, Eric, the Queen B? Queen B? Cut, yes. Cut it. Cut, cut it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I was drinking during that time. And I was no, don't worry. Stop. Queen B. Queen B. The former Beyonce. ruler you, of Bayala. All the single ladies. Uh, I'm getting just a little bit tired of world-ending threats and having a brainwashing villain who's happy to manipulate people behind the scenes and play a long game in the process might just be the useful change of pace to all that epic stuff. This is something the Just League book could really do with whoever the villain turns out to be. They could have had Maxwell Lord fulfill this role, but not so much now, I suppose. 
I can't remember where it was at, but I'm pretty sure we saw the Queen Bee either at the beginning of Rebirth or at the end, tail end of yeah, the Yeah, I actually show. remember. For some reason, I, I do remember. Beyonce, right? Number Beyonce. one. The number one, uh, I did not know. Why didn't you tell? That was written by The Dream. Uh, you never told me that they uh, named a villain after you at one point in the JLA run. Can, Can you snake? Nope. Can you, <laughs> Can you guess what I am getting at? What is the villain? I have no idea what you're getting at here. The gray man. There have been, I, I think, two of them. I think that's when he grows up. No, that's the gray boy. Yeah, he I think up. two of them. No, he'll still be the boy. You know, it's just like if you were like uh, the Beach Boys. They got older. They're still the Beach Boys, Eric. He'll still be the gray boy. <laughs> there have been, I think, two of them, although I suppose the dream energy collecting function of the gray man might now be too close to, too close to the Sandman to pull off. Even so, I'd like to see the league tackle something mystical. That is genuinely world-threatening without being quite so spectacular. The Gray Men is perhaps too rooted in Dr. Fate mythology, and we don't really want the current Dr. Fate to appear anywhere ever again. That's weird, because the current one seems to be back beetle, to yeah. basics. But something like him would work pretty well. I've gone on long enough, guys. I always tell myself that I need to write shorter emails, but never can manage quite so to do it. Uh, sorry. Keep up the good work. Brother. I'm doing my best to catch up. I wonder where man ships up to. He's probably fucking pissing his pants and shitting himself right now. That happens. And I, I, he sent me a bunch of emails this week. I was laughing. He's fucking. He writes. <laughs> he's writing me all these uh, April Fool's ideas. He's like, you know what you should do. You and should most do of them this. Are a stream of consciousness stuff that he's and, not set up. Or I'm explained. telling you, all these April Fool's jokes uh, that he wants ends up for people actually believing that we've given up the podcast and shit like that, so that they'll never return. I think that he's he's like industrial espionage. On you know, he, he's okay, trying he's to bring so us far down. Behind, he misses the things we were talking about. Episode 100 was going to be our last episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's so far behind. I imagine that scene in the first Spider-Man movie where Peter's running to catch the bus. I'm Peter in the podcast of the bus picking up speed as it pulls away from me. But I'm not giving up, damn it, every bit of nonsense, every agonized whoop-whoop, every song, every joke, every character, every rant, every rave, every mail, every review. I want it all. Cue a terrible Freddie Mercury impression here. Headbanging is recommended. I'll write soon. Until then, stay awesome because you are. Yeah, he wants it now. There you go. Uh, yes, thank you, Jeremy. You'll catch thank up you, eventually. Jeremy. I actually, uh, I'm going to jinx this again. I think this is going to be a short episode for us. I Stop really do. that goddamn shit. What have I short. told you? Cut it. Hakeem. Hakeem is next. He says, hey, guys. So here I was Cut on Wednesday evening about to leave work, and I head to my comic book store, and as a Wednesday routine, I always check out the Weird Science DC Comics website just to scan the ratings for the comics I'm about to pick up. Just out of curiosity... I checked the score you gave Justice League. 8 out of 10. Really? I was so sure my eyes were playing tricks on me. I rebooted my PC and came back to the website to make sure that it was it was mint my browser acting up or anything. Or not my browser acting up or anything. Sure enough, there was Jim giving a hitch Justice League issue a 8 out of 10. I dropped Justice League back on issue 6 and just listening to you to re review this cancer of a book is fucking mentally draining. Now I'm going to reserve judgment. Now I wait for Monday when I download the podcast and listen to see your recap to see if it really merits an 8 in my mind. I may have gone a little high. I don't think you did. I think I might. I'm telling you, I'll even say it now. It, it could be as low as a seven, but I think it's the best issue so far. And but I, I got to ask, you know what? You know what? It only all it took was to write something that fucking made sense. That's all it took. 
you have great characters. You can't. It's it's mind boggling that you can fuck up the Justice League book. And the best way to do it is to have non endings and confusing storylines. And that's what it's been up until now. This actually should have been the first issue of this arc. They shouldn't have had that last issue that it was fucking awful. They have this. There is some problems with it though. The, the next, second time I read it. There were a couple things that kind of bothered me a little more. I was so taken aback that I was enjoying myself that I think I overlooked a couple little, and they might be nitpicks, but. But I got to ask you, Jim, do you think that you may have been a bit generous in your score? I just said, I, I could go a little I, early. I long. just said, come on, yeah, get well, on I the just, show here. Yes, I just said, but I, I do. I'll, I'll stick with the eight. Now that I know that you're solidarity with me, we can have fun. Then. Well, it's Maybe not you're... solidarity with it, but it's not too much lower either. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it could be from seven up to – I wouldn't go above an eight, though. No. Like, this is no eight five. No, uh, may, This is no eight two point five six three. scores in my mind are still high scores in my mind, yeah. at least. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you were so surprised that Hitch didn't write up a piece of garbage this week that you gave him high marks just for that. No, I'm telling you, me and Reggie actually, uh, we really disjointed recording. At one time, Eric had to drop out of recording for a minute, and me and Reggie were just talking about reviews in general or whatever, and we both said that we really try to judge each issue, whether it's, I said, you know, you don't want to give high marks to an issue just because you like the two before. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, this is such a great arc, and you, you know, and but he said even, you know, you don't want to do the opposite, where you go in thinking that you're going to, you know, and I think this is what some reviewers do. They go in, oh, Brian Hitch, fuck him. I mean, we in this podcast, you're going to hear us fucking go on and on about how much we love Midnighter and Apollo. And yet it was one of my most ridiculously hated books, the Midnighter book in the New 52. But I'm not going to use that against Steve Orlando. I do think think he's improving a a lot. It's just I get mad. It's almost like Hitch, too. I just get mad. I said this to you at work this week. I get mad when I think that I am reading a book where a guy is learning on the job. You know, you're paying for a book while this guy learns to write a good story. You know, when when I'm paying for it. Yeah, and when you're paying for it, you should be getting the good story. This happens a lot. This happens in sports where you have a coach. Terry Francona was a big deal. Uh, He was the Phillies coach. Terrible. Awful. Goes off to the Red Sox, wins a World Series. The thing is, he learned on the job with the Phillies. We have to fucking sit there and watch this nonsense. Then he gets it all together for another team. You listen to everybody, you're all Philadelphia right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what you are. You're the Philadelphia Phillies fans then. Yeah, it's even Chip Kelly for the Eagles. It's every yeah. Philadelphia team. <laughs> we have to suffer. When I was in the third grade, I remember, and really, Chip Kelly might be the hitch because I do not think he's getting any better. When I was in the third grade, I remember we had to give a standing ovation to the special kid in class every time he got a simple math question right. Maybe this is something That's similar. <laughs> Take care of yourselves, guys. Akeem. P.S. Eric, two weeks ago, I played that part about your stepdad walking in on you and your girlfriend to some of my coworkers at work. Two weeks later, he he was balls deep. Is now an office catchphrase. Thanks for the laugh. <laughs> uh, yes, balls deep. He and was the next balls one, deep. Yes, uh, uh, balls deep. Uh, <laughs> did me and you? Uh, me and you had that argument about that, right? Wasn't it me and you argued about what balls deep really was? No, Remember we didn't talk about this at all. I, you don't th- not last week. I'm talking when I first started working with you because that has been an argument of mine forever. Oh, you I thought the balls that we, in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's to the balls or if your balls are inserted, because See, to I, me, I, I, you never insert the balls. That's just crazy talk. No, I'm talking about it's no. up to balls. 
Yeah, it's to the balls. It's like the hilt of the sword. You you yeah. don't put. Actually, don't it was probably it was probably my buddy cheap. Pete and his brother Jay. We've had this argument. I thought that we brought it up way back, but it was so, an right. older deal that. Uh, my buddy Jay actually insists that that's balls inserted. I said, no, that's balls deep. It's like if you're knee deep in the water, it can be just up to your knees. You don't have to have them, you know, once it goes past the knees, now your thighs, uh, you know. Thigh. I want to send out a special, you know, service announcement to everybody out there. Do not stick your testicles in vagina. No. Hey, really, if you're doing that, you got to fucking question what this lady's been up to, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, what are you, uh, tying a board on your ass? It's, it's fucking nonsense. And if she's into that, she just might be Australian, and nobody I, wants that. I apologize to our Australian and our female <laughs> listeners there. Travis is next. I agree with the comments Dancing Mike made about Harper Row lately, but I still love her. If they changed some of the things that Dancing Mike complained about, she'd be an even she'd be more awesome. I agree. It seems like they just want to check off as many liberal progressive checkboxes as they could when creating her. And she's ugly on her butt. That nose ring is such a huge turnoff, says you, Travis. Who every character's got to turn Travis on? Yeah, really. If you come to uh, come to Quakertown, there is no. a girl that works at our uh, Wawa that could actually be a Harper Row. Uh, yeah, actually, true. and I, I think she looks pretty goddamn cool. So why do I she love her? She had me, me from the know. start. Really? Well, she is like a crazy like nice. You know what I mean? And she's one though. When you look at her, when she smiles, her fucking you see the whole iris of her eyes, and that spells crazy. And she also was complimenting this guy's shades were kind of like Mike Schmidt shades to me. Yeah, yeah, they were Roy Harper shades is what they were. And yeah, it was nonsense. I don't know if she was around before this or not, but in the new 52 Batman number 12, and she was, she was a little bit uh, earlier than that. I believe yeah. it's weird that I want to say issue number six. Out of, out of really on. I can't remember where, though. Yeah. Batman number 12 was her introduction as far as I know. She was this awesome street kid with a hard life who was inspired by Batman so much that she decided to try and help him out. Maybe it was 12. Maybe. It seemed earlier. Her enthusiasm. Well, the next issue would be the beginning of the uh, death of the family, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought that she kind of popped up, and then when it, she came back, and we're like, holy shit. You know, there, because when she was trying to figure him out and stuff, her enthusiasm and general attitude were great, and she was awesome. She had been in issue seven earlier no, as an anonymous person wearing a welding mask and trying to save Batman when he barely escaped from I don't recall the owls, maybe. So that's probably the one I was thinking of. Uh, the girl is great. I loved her all through Batman and Batman Eternal, uh, New 52. I really hate that there is not much Harper in Rebirth, and what it seems I missed something Me too. from her history, because what I'm seeing in Rebirth sure makes it seem like I missed something. Maybe that is where she went wrong and earned Dancing Mike's hatred. No, I'm telling you. You, you want to know it? she showed up and then fucking Colin showed up and then Dancing Mike fucking had a conniption. <laughs> That's really what it seemed to be. And I liked her. I liked her from the beginning. She was one of my favorite characters that they introduced in the New 52. And me and Mike, you know, we like a lot of the same things. This is something that we're so far from because I used to even tell you that she was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm the whole I used deal. to talk about how I wanted on the bird to pray. It made perfect sense to me. I wanted to do more stuff yep. with Harper Row. Yeah, yeah. And even so, uh, her superhero persona bluebird, bluebird scott yeah. snyder made that because a little girl drew a picture of what she thought harper row would look like as a uh a superhero and named her bluebird and then scott snyder's like you know what i'm gonna use that i'm gonna actually use your name and that was awesome to me uh but again 
Dancing Michael say that this is bullshit because he just doesn't like Scott Snyder. I do. So, <laughs> Dancing Michael, I'm calling you out. Read Batman 12, which I know he already has in the New 52 again, please, and tell me how you cannot like her. Then tell me where she went wrong. Everything else I've ever heard you say seems reasonable, but this hatred of Harper, I just don't get it. Teach a noob what he's missing. Put up or shut up, old man. That's what he says. I, I just, I'm telling you, it's not one thing. I think that Mike did not like that she was introduced, and then she, in his mind, she was forced down his throat. And he really got sick and tired of it. And he and doesn't then, like women with different colored hair. That's true. And then Batman and Robin Eternal came, and then he that was it. He was done. Uh, his thoughts on the books this week. Uh, this is Travis continuing. He's not going to like me. Captain Adam. Oh my god, this book is so good. I really hope this becomes a rebirth series once this mini is over. I'm really liking this. Don't bet on it, buddy. It's not really selling already. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm not, I'm not liking it at all. You like it, but even this issue you thought was down. I was, I was down this issue, yeah. Yeah. Batman, so great. I'm so happy about Catwoman. I was bothered that she was taken so easily. Not, not, Eric. Superman. Oh my god. I hardly ever give a book a perfect rating uh, to a book, but uh, that was on the bad side of events. It has always come for the epic moment when a hero fights back and wins the day or something like that. Almost never for the bad things that happen. This one get gets it, though. This was epic in every way. Oh, my God, I might not be able to read another book for a day or so. Jesus yeah. Christ, man, calm down. Yeah, really. I thought it was a good setup that was intriguing. It was but all as, right, a, yeah. as an issue of itself, like we said earlier, of reviewing issue per issue, uh, I thought it didn't really give us that much. So, P.S. I love hearing Eric say how he wishes for the Batgirl art to be back to pre-Burnside era. I agree yeah, with right. all my heart. I get that they wanted some cartoony books. There's a market for that. Fine. Just I wish they hadn't taken away someone that was fast becoming my favorite superhero in order to serve that market. Too bad for me, I guess. Batgirl used to be good. And that is Travis. And yeah, I'm telling you, that Burnside Batgirl, that was not like the be-all, end-all. I think that that was kind of an experiment, and it really did take off. And people seem to really like that look, though anybody I talk to or uh, talks to us does not like it. So I well, don't know like where people really these people were. really were into it oh, at yeah. first, and then they, and then they didn't care anymore and moved on. Yeah, and moved on, and yet I just think they're stuck with that for a, a bit. I think that time has to pass for you to go back to a uh, you know, you know Dr. A different Manhattan look. needs to come out of nowhere and change that goddamn he time. He may. J Man from San Mateo, I believe, is the last one of this section. He says, "Hey Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J Man? This week's issue of Batman was really good, art and story wise. But we, as we learn more about Bruce's capabilities through the course of Rebirth, I'm convinced that this version of Batman is weaker in many ways than the New Fifty Two or Pre Fifty Two Batman. I can't really speak for the Golden Age or Silver Age version since I've never read any story arcs from those times. Look at some of the plans Bruce has cooked up within the last couple issues and story arcs, and I will tell you right away, I do think that that's the case. I think that that is on purpose. Uh, you get a lot of that, you know bat god stuff that people really were getting sick of so i do think that this batman is even it starts off with him pretty much accepting death yeah. when he's flying on that plane that gets saved by gotham and gotham girl and i think that was the start this is more of a human batman even this issue he gets the living shit kicked out of him it's part of a plan but he gets the crap kicked he, out he is of him so human to the point where i really think he has a mental disorder as a child i, I think that he really has a death wish now but uh it's still uh, this is a more humanized Batman than really we've ever seen 
Uh, you know what I mean? Even this issue where it's showing him as a kid and growing oh, up. Oh, I get you. Like I'm thinking before I go to bed every night, I'm like, Daddy, can we, can we keep the light on Daddy, tonight, please? He still calls him Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Daddy, can we still keep the light on? You're like, he doesn't answer just like he did in your fucking childhood. <laughs> See, everything's coming together, Jim. It all, works <laughs> it all works out. Hey, Daddy, if you're out there and you're a ghost in this room, act like you did as I grew up and ignore me. Oh, my God, he's here. He's here. I knew you were there. <laughs> I love you too, Daddy. I'm like, hey, I go to Ben. I'm like, Daddy, if you're here, uh, make me hungry for the shittiest food right before I go to bed so I can gain weight like you. Huh, you know what? I could, use, I could use a fried Twinkie right now. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> I miss you. Oh, wait a minute. It's 2 a.m. and I'm craving pig's feet? Thank you, Daddy. A fucking piece of shit. You live so I'll be you soon enough. I'll be joining you after my heart attack at 50. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, Daddy, if you're out there, please give me projectile diarrhea like you had every day. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bruce forms his own suicide squad for an Ocean's Eleven-style heist with virtually interchangeable SS characters. His first confrontation with Bane involves Bruce single-handedly taking out huge uh, hundreds of soldiers and traversing Bane's lair, only to have his back fractured and he put in the same cell as the younger Bane. The next meeting had Selina winning the day for Bruce, while Bruce was stalling and misdirecting by getting his ass partially kicked partially hey guys who do you think would win in a fight between new 52 batman and rebirth batman my money is on new 52 batman this new batman other than having terrible plans always seems to be getting his ass kicked now again i know fucking continuity kid over there is going to say the same he's just saying as he was played out in stories um i'll tell you number one i i actually am going to reverse the deal i think this rebirth batman would do it because, boy, he can take a pounding. He, he really can well, take a punch. Is, essentially, they're the same character where it seems like they all, both had a death wish. Because even in, like, you know, New 52 during Endgame, Batman was willing to die. Just no, so, like, you know, that's where I think. That's, and I think you nailed right there. Number one, uh, he died. He did die. Now, this is a Batman that, you know, you had the Court of the Owls Batman in the beginning of New 52. And, you know, he's, you know. And he went around saying that that spry. was a myth, too. And we're doing yeah, the same yeah. thing. He's a fucking stubborn asshole. But now he has died. And I don't know. Maybe he's come back, you know, almost invincible to the point Sometimes where he doesn't mind getting. Yeah, he doesn't mind getting his ass kicked. I'm telling you. It's like Midnighter. At the end of Midnighter Apollo this week, he comes back from hell and says. Yeah, I was there. I know what death is. I'm not afraid of it now. I'm going to kick some ass. And then maybe that's this Batman just kind of goes with getting his ass kicked. Doesn't care. Just doesn't care. Eric, thank you, Dad. That's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in 7, J-Man for Mateo. And that is thank the end J-Man. of that mail section. And, yeah, we're going to go off to the books now, which does include Batman. So we'll be right back in a second.
Uh, yeah, that's Mike's waterfalls. I think that that's... That definitely is Mike's waterfalls. Yeah, that is his waterfalls. And this is the book section of the podcast. The meat and And cheese. The meat and cheese. And I do want to mention to people, uh, this is a spoiler podcast. If you don't know that by now, (laughs) uh, I don't know. We spoil you in so many ways. So many ways, including teaching you what Balls Deep really is. It's not Balls Inserted, Eric. Absolutely not. That's deep. just ridiculous. And yeah, the meat and cheese, which is actually very uh, big in my life right now, being on a protein diet, no carbs. I eat a lot of meat and cheese, and uh, tonight I ate almost a whole, you know, those packs of uh, like Italian sausage. Oh, yeah. It's Hatfield in our in our neck of the woods is the one I grabbed. It's like the the full rope of it. I had a whole one of those. It just sat in. Well, the, the other day, freaking, I guess it was yesterday. You know, we stopped by Giant after work, so I, I knew Jess was going to be home, and I wanted to get some fried chicken for dinner or something yep. like that. And you're like, you know what? I could use a snack too. He got two freaking pounds of goddamn like deli fucking meats. lunch meat. Yeah, I was yeah. going to get a rotisserie chicken that just Logan calls the rote history chicken. It's the rote history chicken, is what we'll Logan says. Next time he says that. Yeah, yeah. and I was going to get that rotisserie like chicken. Would say. Yeah, it is. I was going to eat it in the car, which was the best. <laughs> I was just going to sit there, and one of the reasons I didn't is because I couldn't really find the plasticware that I needed to eat it, and then I also didn't have that much time to Dude, eat I, a rotisserie chicken you in the eat car. With your hands anyway. Yeah, just sit there and eat that rote, rote history chicken. But we're going to have. Uh, some reviews here. We're going to start talking to books, and you can read our written reviews of these on our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com, uh, where, you know, it's a little different version of the review. Well, Jeremy said my JLA was spot on. Uh, I'm still going back to Mike talking about what what review was it last week that he sent was fucking awesome of mine. I can't remember. Probably Detective the, Comics. I, I think know. it was Detective. Spot on, he said. Got to think about the, the few books that he read. He said it was like the perfect blend of uh, recap, Story humor, and review. And he went on and on. I'm telling you, I was I was blushing. He was going so much into that review and basically at the end said, this is why I like Jim a lot more than Eric Shea. This just spells it out. Now, Jeremy, he might be Team Eric right now. I'll win him back. Well, I, I'm, just, I think I'm that, just looking at the comments on the site right now and Brett says, I agree with America's Sweetheart on this one. He may have been a little generous on the score, but everything he said seems bitch. true to me. Nice I, review, Eric Stray. Oh, really? Now I'm going to have to go to... to, to Twitter, because I think a lot of people were saying something to me today about, oh, no, I know what it was. How about this one? You think that you're all high and mighty. This is what Trevitt had to say today about, if I can find it, where is it? I'm looking. um, I just read Midnighter and Apollo, and your review was spot on, he said. So (laughs) take that. Trevitt said spot on, Eric. Uh, there was something else that somebody else said, like, I just read Jim's review of this, and I couldn't have said it better myself, they Brett said. Brett also went on to say for my Green Lantern review, You I son agree- of a bitch. I agree with you, but I have not read comics for my entire life. Yeah, really. Who has, Eric? <laughs> Who has? I Now I, I'm desperately pulling up the site to find somebody saying something good about me. Because I cannot let you have the goddamn last word. Here we go. This is somebody said this about Batman number 18. Haven't we done this before? I guess if we were really into A New Hope, then The Force Awakens is your jam. That's from Manship, Eric. And of course, (laughs) that makes no goddamn sense. It's like Manship. I I do a review for The Flash. Next thing he knows, he's talking about goddamn potato salad. 
Well, well, man, Chip, you son of a bitch. Dancy Mike went on to say for Death of Hawkman number six, I have been a bigger fan of this series than most, and I agree with Eric Shea says in this review, but I'm saving my score for the final issue uh, for my rant and rave on the podcast. But great review, Eric. Just like Dickie Dunn, you really captured the spirit of this thing. How about Alejandro Polina ends his little comment about Green Lanterns number 18 by saying, Actually, one of my favorite parts was the confirmation of the relation between Volthum and the power ring of Earth 3. What do you think of that, Eric? What Alejandro, do you have to say? Uh, he's he's, he's dead to you now? Alejandro's <laughs> done. Uh, how about this one? Throne Raj says, I think people are enjoying the second season. Click here to watch TV show online. Uh, somehow Raj that know what's up. Yeah, Thron Raj, that actually is him saying in code that I kick ass. What do you think Why of that? Why would he be saying that? that in the Flash Season 2, Episode 2, The Flash of Two Worlds I don't review? No. How about this one? This guy says, I just might do that. And that was Jim <laughs> Werner in the Pop Culture Podcast a, a, in a response to get the row house in India with a perfect location for your home and commercials. Well, that's just good go. advice right there. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. I wish I could find all the people who said nice things about me. Uh, it does not happen <laughs> often. Uh, SBR999 says, well, What? A Brian Hitch Just League issue that surpassed 4 out of 10 and reached 8 out of 10 even? What sorcery is this? And you know, I read that. And if SBR999 is, is listening, I hope so. Somehow I took that as an insult at first. No, I got happens. really angry. You do that with a lot of things. I got so angry. I'm like, is he fucking saying like I'm a fucking asshole that it's always been an 8 out of 10 and he's fucking... You know, <laughs> that's what, it's right away. That goes right to my deal. Or how about this one? The anonymous uh, commenter said for your Nightwing number 16, holy shit. That's what he said, Eric. You cannot take that. Right on. There you go. Uh, can we just have a whole podcast where we read the fucking comments and see which I get mad at and which I don't? Because really, I get somebody could be like, man, this is one of Jim's uh, better reviews. And then I'd be like, the fuck are you saying, you fucking dick? Fucking throw shade at me like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd get so angry if somebody said that. But this is the review part of the podcast that we have to get through these books. And the first book is Batman number 18. Written by Tom King, art by David Finch, Danny Mickey, Jordi Belair, and John Workman. Uh, the I Am Bane story kicks into high gear as we see that Batman and Bane ain't so different after all. Tom all. King takes what could be a cliched concept and nails it, and in the process makes me understand and even feel bad for Bane. We also get Bane taking all those frustrations out on Batman, but in the end, we find out it's another messed up plan by the Dark Knight to just distract him while Catwoman frees the rest of Bane's captives, and Alfred continues curing Gotham Girl, which we actually don't see at all in no. this, but... You just assume it's going on. You assume that he has a gun to Psycho Pirate's head, and he's saying, you better fucking say brave, motherfucker. And then that continues on. But, yeah, the big deal of this issue is the showing you Bane and Batman are pretty much from the I'm same cloth, you, just not as privileged. This is a very fast read. I oh, found yeah. myself enjoying the hell out of it, even though not a I lot happens it. in the I'm book telling itself. you, I, I was waiting for you to be a Debbie Downer and say to me, like, Jim, I can't give it high marks, not anything, nothing happens. And the thing is, it's just, this is one of those issues. There's certain issues that this happens in that even though the overall story doesn't move forward, whatever, it's just got some magic to it. And exactly. I'm reading this and seeing Bane 
and Batman, you know, Bruce and, and Bane going. off against one another in the yes. rain, you know. Yep. It's, it's, it's such an epic beginning yeah. to this book. Yeah, and you have that also with the background of seeing how they were raised and seeing that they both the started from, lives, and yeah. they both started from a very similar spot, but immediately they start drifting apart. But even at a point, you're still, like, there is a point in this issue, and I really do think that Tom King is kind of playing with this, that at any point, to a certain point, Bane could have been lifted out of Santa Prisca and still would have been okay. He yeah. still could have been a, you know, as normal as he could be. From as a, normal but, as a Batman. But then it hits a point right in there where he becomes Bane at this one, and now there's no turning back. There's nothing like, this is not, and the whole thing, it's so funny, for some reason, through the whole thing, I keep thinking of uh, Batman v Superman with the oh, your mom's name was Martha, and then they became friends. I I don't think there's a point where no, no. Batman can find out and say, you know what, babe, my mom was murdered too, and uh, just like yours. And yeah, and we could be best friends now. This point is well past that, but it also shows you where the you know the fork in the road where in Bane, it's not like Bane has completely gone. Over the top bad. You know what I mean? He he is a bad guy. He's a villain. He's but he is still, though. he's doing just the, he's the, it's weird because you have Superman, Batman. Superman's the light, Batman's the dark. Then you have the next dark, which is Bane. He's just right down the ladder there where actually Batman's the light of these, this pair. And I'm telling just, you, you're, uh, you're De Debbie Downerness talking about the Bane Conquest series coming up in, I, yeah, I think it's yeah. May or June, but. With that coming up, you've been talking a lot of, you're throwing a lot of shade yeah, at you. Yeah, I, I think shit about it. I don't. The thing is, though, this issue, seeing Bane here and the way he acts, and uh, just knowing what's going to happen going forward, I'm like, you know what? This actually got me more into Bane. Yeah, it's, it's than weird I was because with me, I loved it so much, but I'm, I'm actually still getting to the point where I've seen enough Bane in the rebirth. We've seen Bane now in so many issues. Now, this is Bane. This is yeah. the bane that everybody's been waiting for. But actually, I like now, I think that even the sit on the skulls naked bane actually <laughs> did do what we said. That was new Coke. Now we exactly. have classic Coke. Classic Coke's back, baby. Skulls naked. Yeah, sitting on the skulls that was naked so bane. Weird. And yeah, but again, once you see him, and I'm telling you, it, it's to the point, you see him earlier, but when he questions Batman and says, no, when we'll get to it. Oh yeah, that, that you're like, holy shit, he's fucking back, and boy, I I think I see his fingerprints there. It's a weird thing, but uh, yeah, the whole thing I I love almost every bit of this issue, even the parts that I do find a little goofy, which are yeah. Batman Bruce sitting there through the whole thing and Bane. Actually, Bane saying the stuff, mommy, you know, I'm doing this, makes more sense to me than Bruce doing it, and I think that's another thing. That fucking Bane is in a prison. He's got nobody around. He has nobody to talk to. Nobody is being nice to him. Nobody's there. At least Bruce has Alfred. Plus, there's other things going on. You know what I mean? He oh, might. That's the I thing. It's uh, where, like, you know, Bane. It makes perfect sense, but we need this duality for the type of story yeah. that uh, Tom King is writing here. And with you know, seeing the death of Bane's mother, him saying "mommy" as he cries over. Yeah. I can understand that, but yeah. then we go to Bruce for that, and we're only dealing with his mother when the father's a big deal yeah, as I know. well. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That That is one of the problems I have. Uh, now, 
I almost gave it a per- perfect score. At one point, I was begging somebody to tell me why I shouldn't give it a perfect score. Oh, yeah, score. you were telling me earlier. But I did find it. Yeah, I did find the thing, and one of them is that whole thing. Well, what about his dad? Now, again, Tom King set it we up earlier it up in the exactly, series yeah. where he said, I could, when he was talking to Gotham Girl after Gotham died, and even about the, when her parents, when they found her parents dead and stuff like that, he said, listen, growing up, I could never talk to my dad. My dad was an aloof guy. He was a standoffish guy yeah. that I could not open up to. My mom was the person I could open up to. I could tell her anything. I can do this. And, and so this does make sense uh, with that. But to me, there's Bruce Wayne sitting in the goddamn mansion. He's like, mommy, mommy, I, can I leave the light on tonight? And I'm like, it almost to the point where... I started to, it, it's weird, I didn't start to like Bane because of what happened and what we see, but I did start to feel sympathetic towards him and felt bad now. for him. In the meantime, kind of was getting a little pissed off at little Bruce Wayne. I really was because of what was going on with Bane and how bad the shit was. And, you know, there's Bruce like, oh, this soup tastes good, mommy. Uh, you know, this. Uh, and there's Bane eating goddamn fucking fish. And like, See, they, mommy. There you were getting mad at Bruce because of his fucking first world problems and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, his first I was world having, problems. What I was having problems with was like, all right, now this kind of ties into me with an all-star Batman with Snyder sing during the Two-Face arc because yeah, he might be- deserve to belong into a fucking Arkham, sh- like, you know, fucking home for boys and shit yeah. like that because he seems a little goddamn nuts in this issue. Yeah, he is, and that's it, it kind of skirts that issue that he is a little bonkers. But yeah, we'll just go into it at the at the bit. You're seeing this, and pretty much Bane is now saying, "Listen, you're gonna give me Psycho Pirate right now. He's mine. You took him from me. You left fucking Santa Presky. You came into my home, stole my my property, which is kind of funny. Psycho Pirate, poor Psycho Pirate. It's just there. He's fucking being bandied about like property. But Bane said, you know, I have." Your friends, they're all going to be killed if you do not give me Psycho Pirate right now. And fuck you. You're going to give them to me. And Batman just says no. And no. Bane goes fucking nuts. Oh, God. It's so and goddamn he, cool. And it's great because even the, the line I love, I think the best line is like he says, you come back and you hide behind this fucking city, this miserable city, and you think you can say no to me. And at this point, Batman is fighting back, but we find out like, he's not really fighting back. He, no, he's he, trying to get, you know, he's, he's just going to diversion. And he's it's stalling. funny because he's stalling him and pretty much just leaving himself out to get the shit kicked out of him. He's Rocky. He's the not Rocky made of iron, yeah. though, Eric, but he is getting the shit kicked out of him. And Bane just goes nuts. And he's like, do you know who I am? And it's great because as you're doing this, you are seeing how they, you know, their awful childhood. And yeah, Bruce can think that he had it bad. Pain had it so much worse. Just the Bane shit. Had it the worst that anybody's ever had. Yeah, ever world. had. And yeah, he came through it as a very hardened guy. And I'm telling and you, when we, guy, we come back from that goddamn, you know, the montage of their lives yeah. as they grow up in the duality of it. Just like Bane laying on Batman with his fist is fucking, I am not a joke. I am yeah. not a Riddler. I'm not a bird or a cat or a penguin. All of this shit. He just keeps throwing yep. all this shit. I'm not as, a as scarecrow or a plant or a puppet. It's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Even I, I, Also, I'm like, goddamn Batman, you better get out of there. Because Bane stomps him with these fucking spiked goddamn boots. Batman's getting the shit. And he's like, I'm not your broken friend. I'm not your regretful teacher. He's just, I am not a child's fairy tale. It's so fucking good and and finally, he said, i am not some rich boy playing dress up yeah it's the best because as you see what's going on bruce is there like you said he's in a mansion he's being and i i laugh earlier he even says mommy you know what it seems like alfred got your recipe right now i'm like 
Well, fucking your mom never made that goddamn soup. It was always Alfred. What are you fucking thinking? I said, when I grew up, I thought my mom fucking made from scratch these encore fucking awful meals. I'm like, man, my mom's a really good cook. You, you were an idiot child, though. I was. Well, Bruce, I actually thought that it was like, to me, that was like a, a sign that Bruce just was going with the flow and didn't even know what was going on. But it just made me laugh if that was the case. But as it is, like, you even see, as it starts going, and I really do think think it's when that meal part happens because you see bruce like the soup is delicious mother i'm thankful that alfred could recreate your recipe and he's eating there he's by himself you're like oh yeah. poor little bruce he's eating by himself bane's eating raw fish oh, and he's God. like i don't I'm like fish mommy i don't like how it, it bleeds and now shit is starting to go here's the fork in the path because then there's bruce hanging out in the library all these books reading book and after book he's like i'll do my chores mother just let me finish this one book like you, you know that's the biggest bastard. thing and then this is where bane says mommy if no one is forever why am i still here and I'm telling you, I almost started crying. That is such a sad line that he's like, before even, when when they when his mom was killed and they were dragging him away. And that's when, you know, when Bruce saw, and they're like, hey, don't look. Uh, Gordon was there. Don't look at yeah. your mom. Don't remember this way. When Bane was being taken she away. She lives it's like, in your heart now. Yeah, yeah. He says that to, to Bruce. When Bane's being taken away, they say to him, nobody lives forever, you fuck. Just get moving. And this is where I'm like, he just wants to die, but he can't let himself do that. You know what I mean? He just, yeah. why am I still here if, if no one's forever? And it's so sad. Uh, but then they start, now you're getting the words. They're starting to work out. They're starting to go. And really, Bruce is working out like we know. He's going to end up being a vendor. Bane at this point is working out to get the fuck out of where he is. He's, he's in that fucking pit in Santa Prisca. He is working out so he can bust open a wall with his bare fucking hands and legs. It's, you know, Bruce, you might think you have the fucking worst life ever. You do not. You're, it's not even close. And, uh, yeah, then we just go, like you said, that's the part where he's telling him, you know, I'm not a riddle. I'm not a bird. I'm not all oh, this. Yeah, I'm not a joke. And uh, I, I don't play dress up. I'm not a rich boy playing dress up. And you go back and you see Bruce. Is, now they're older. And Bruce is there doing all this stuff, and he's like, I am going to go, and I'm. what's going to happen is I swear by the spirits of my parents that I'm going to avenge their de I'm going to avenge their deaths, and that's where Bane is just kicking the wall in of this pit and says, I swear by the blood of my parents to avenge their deaths. So that, you know, they have the same mission. It's just yeah. going to be different because Bruce is going to war on all criminals. Yeah. Bane is going to conquer them. And it goes to a thing where he even says at one point he realizes either you're the shark or you're the fish that are going to get eaten. He will, He's going to be the shark. And now after getting out of that, he's treating the whole world like fish that he is it's the funny shark to me that's too, because, conquer you know this whole idea where you know bane grew up in this pit and then he eventually you know worked his body strong enough to break through this yeah. goddamn like you know brick wall or whatever this concrete wall and he gets out and then he starts his conquest in my mind he would never brick that back up because this is a sign no, of i know his, like you yeah know, but he did i actually thought that too and that's what the weird thing is i thought Maybe this is where, you know, when Bruce was down there and he pounded into the wall and, and got those two places where he can kind of break his or put his back into place and whatever, yeah. that it was kind of a weak spot at this spot. 
and he knew that somehow, and that's how even a punch got out. I don't know. But, yeah, I would agree with you. Actually, if I was Bane, I know what you're saying. It's like a testament to what he did. Exactly. I would have fucking filled that fucking hole up. I, I wouldn't even want to go past that. Or it'd be fucked up. You go, and he actually sleeps down there every night because it's just <laughs> what he went. But, you know, but anything yeah, else doesn't feel right unless your fucking back is wet and you're on fucking yeah, solid yeah, stone. Yeah, there you go. And, and it's, it's to me, it yeah, also so shows the there's Bruce, and yeah, he's got a thing he wants to war on all criminals. He's doing this. To me, Bane is, it's such a singular thing that he, you know, he was doing all this to get out. Now he's just going to conquer every criminal uh, just because he's going to be the top dog and he's going to be, you know, a number one. Uh, boy, he's a badass. But yeah, Nobody's you go back. Nobody's going to put and, baby in a corner ever again. No, especially Bane. Yeah, and there you go back to them fighting on that rooftop, and it's Bane, and he's like, I am Bane, and he's just menacing so the way the artist, too. I don't know if that having that montage, like, you're in the middle of him going through, I am not this, I am not that, I'm not a rich no. boy playing dress-up, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then jumping to that montage where they're still training like side by side, going through their lives. I wish that kind of wasn't there just so we really. Have to I just, end the thing I just thought it thing. was. I am Bane. Yeah, I thought it was one of those where it wants to show you just how badass he is, and also that it's kind of the same thing with him and Bruce, and he's not a rich boy, he's this. But yeah, when it says I am Bane, just the way that David Finch does this art, he's so menacing above. But you know, Batman's on the ground and he's just towering over him uh but it's it continues the Bane i love too and i'm telling you i just yeah. now it makes me look so forward to that Bane conquest story if yeah. we get this Bane. yeah we'll see the only thing that uh really angers me is it just seems that this book kind of s- is setting that up at points too and i always right. hate when they do that but yeah we'll see how it is because if it is as good as this if the arts is good and whatnot yeah it'll be pretty impressive but uh, Bane. I I wonder too. I wonder if Tom King actually talked to uh, what's his Chuck name, Dixon. Chuck Dixon, at all about this to kind of get the go, or maybe he just read a lot of Chuck Dixon Bane. That'd be just as good. Yeah. So hopefully, when we do get the Chuck Dixon thing, it does kind of go hand deal. in hand yeah. with this. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, he wants to. He wants to. But the whole issue was just him yelling at Batman that he wants to go pirate. Batman just keeps saying no, and he just keeps going. You go a little, and there's this a pretty big part where you see Batman, you know, punching the Joker, and then you see Bane. He's punching what looks like to be like a, a KGB guy. He's going through that, but then you go to one of the biggest parts is where Batman is talking to the Bat family and says, "Hey, you are all my true strength." And this is fairly recent. It it's would be because Duke's there. T- Duke's there, and Tim is already dead. Yeah, Tim's dead and Duke's there. So it's recent. He had gathered them to talk and said, you're my true strength. And then you go and you see Bane pretty much Venom is his true strength. This is, you know, and that's, that's the what thing where he him. does this, you know, with how, you know, recent it seems that the Batman line is. I can only imagine that, you know, I'm saying, telling the doctor, do you really think I fear death if, you know, give me more Venom? Yeah. I have to think that this is right after I am suicide. Yeah. How recent yeah. Batman I is. Think, yeah. I think that he took all the Venom he can get a hold of with the guys just hanging around in Santa Prisca and he needed more. He's going to go back and get, and he's fucking, because he is fucking humongous is so too. But yeah. Gigantic. It's so uh, good. But yeah, you see this and it goes on and then you get a little glimpse of when each of them heard about each other. And it's pretty much the same thing, just the, you know, 
Jim Gordon telling Batman, you know, this guy Bane, you know, they're saying he, he grew up in the worst place, he can survive anything, and he can't be brought down. And Batman's like, no, everybody can be brought down. It's not hard. In the meantime, you have Bird talking to Bane, sitting on his pile of skulls. Now, he is Bane at that point uh, with the venom and stuff, but he is on those skulls. And he's like, you know, they call him Batman. No one can touch him. They say he can't brought down, bring, be brought down. And Bane goes with what he just did. The guy freaking... It was his will that allowed him to survive in, you know, Santa Prisco, whatever. And he basically says, nobody's taking me down. And, you know, it's who gives up. And I do not give up. You know, it's either him or me. And I really like that I, kind of, a, you know, both panels have their their faces together oh, I like that as, as well, one. Too. It's really, this, really cool. In this group of panels on this page, I have cracked the code of why we had Naked Bane. Nathan Bain was a man who was off Venom, so he was not as big as he is here or at the current iteration. So none of his clothes fit. Maybe. Maybe that's it. They were too big. (laughs) That does happen. Yeah, you just throw them aside. Birds there. They always get too small on me. He's like, I'd take birds close, but he's a little bit too fancy for myself. (laughs) I'm not a vest man. I'm more of a tank top guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what happened. He got too fucking skinny. Uh, But yeah, you go back, he's just beating the shit out of Batman. And this is where I said in even my review, while he's punching Batman, he's like, this is, you know, this is how you die. And Batman says, Bane, Shut up. And, and he's he just taunting him. He looks so much like Midnighter it right there. Exactly if you were like reading Midnighter, that is, it's, it's like we've seen that panel in Midnighter like 10 times. I think we where saw he's this just panel leaning. in another book this week. Yeah, it's crazy. But this is where Bane's like, fuck it. You know what? He calls over to Bird and he's like, Bird, respond. We're going to kill those hostages. And like before, if people weren't reading, it's Catwoman, uh, Bronze Tiger, Gordon, Gordon and Duke. And Duke. So he's like, just kill him, and Bird does not answer. It's Catwoman, and it's pretty cool. Now, this is the other reason why it wasn't a perfect 10 to me, though, because Catwoman just starts taunting him and says, listen, this isn't Bird. You know, he can't talk right now. He, he's all tied up. It would be good. But she, <laughs> she's like, listen, he's unavailable. May I take a message? She's taunting him. And like, hey, it's just a friend. Me and Batman put this uh, plan together while well, you distracted uh, you were distracted with fighting. Uh, I was getting loose because I got captured on purpose, and I was getting loose, and now your guys are tied up in your so-called safe house, and that's it. Now, the thing I have an issue with is we did see Catwoman get shot. A- again, I-, I didn't see a lot of people with as much problem as this, but this is the same problem that I had when he showed up with the Robins in the uh, the Fortress of Solitude with, with uh, Superman. I want to see what happened. I want to see where we got this progression of her getting shot because it did seem also like they kind of put her in her cat suit because she was in disguise. Now, you said maybe the cat suit was underneath, which might be, but then they also put the cowl up. I'm telling you, they shoot them and even Bronze Tiger, and then you can just have them on their knees, on their knees, on on the top. You'd be wondering why they didn't bleed out. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she got shot. It seems so. What happened, and why didn't Ron they look Tiger into had this? Got shot out. She yeah. had her back shot in. You know, her back shot out. I'm telling you, we're not dealing with. Yes, that is probably the only real big thing. I you know the mommy part was a little bit whatever. That's fine. This part yeah. with with Catwoman not seeing what happened to lead to this, it kind of threw me off. This part with Catwoman did throw me off as well. But then leading from that to like you know Bane standing outside of Arkham, you know, asylum. It almost feels like they were outside of this the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's like weird? This part. What's weird is too is you have the dark there, 
and then a lightning crash, and Batman's at the door. Yeah. And I was like, is that really Batman? Is he just seeing that? Because, you know, all of a sudden, Batman beats him to the door there. Seemed really odd. And, yeah, even if they were outside, what, Batman, he just let Batman walk up to the door of Arkham Asylum? It what seemed really Batman? odd. So, he does do that. So I was wondering if even that was the case or if he was just seeing things and thought that. Uh, because the door, though, does open, and Batman goes into Arkham Asylum, then closes it. <laughs> it's funny, too. It's like he's running to home, and, and he got home first, so he went in and locked the door. Like, this would stop Bane. He locks the door because Bane just goes up and fucking crashes the door down. But I'm laughing so much. Like, I can imagine Batman going in, and there's, like, six fucking locks and shit, and he's fucking trying to do them real quick and crap and going. Like, what is going on? But, yeah. Bane just fucking smashes himself in. Yeah, I'm saying, I know that Bane said while, he, like, before he was talking to Catwoman, taunting him and shit, that they're going to go to freaking, you know, uh, Arkham. Yeah, he says, I'm going to go to Arkham. And, you know, shit to go get the pirate, but it just seems like a weird progression, because the way it seems in the book is that they were outside of Arkham the entire time. Because yeah, but I, I, and there. here's the issue is, as far as I know, Arkham's in an area by himself. Right? It's like kind of out. Like you're not going to have an insane asylum in a fucking alleyway in the middle of oh, a city. Boy. You usually separate a little. When Batman's laying there and Bane starts calling, they are in an alleyway uh, with a lot of things. So I do think he called and then went there. And then somehow Batman beat him there and was there when they got I don't know. It, it just seems weird. I think that's the plan. Like, besides for the fact where the Robins were like hung and almost killed and shit like that, I think everything else we're going to see is all part of the plan. I think that was yeah, the yeah. only snag in the plan and everything we're doing up to this point. Because, you know, we had to point out in the last issue how the vault where uh, Psycho Pirates or the with cell Mr. Psycho Miracle, Pirates yep. was made by Mr. Miracle. So, you know, we're going to have yeah. something to do with that that's going to be fun in my mind, hopefully. Yeah, and again, well, what I think is that's more pointing towards not him getting in anymore. I think that that's going to be how they're going to try to trick him to go in there. And, and trap them in yeah. and not be able to get out. But obviously, we have that conquest book, which if it's going out from here, you would think that that wouldn't make sense. But we'll we'll see what goes on. Uh, but yeah, it says next issue, no one left alive. And I really love this issue. I thought the art's great. I mean, there is oh, the nothing. So I don't think good. there's anything wrong with any panel in this entire book. It's that good. And if you like Bane. I don't see how you couldn't just love every bit of this issue. I mean, it is awesome. And you get to see, you know, you one of your favorite characters beat the shit out of Batman because he does. He just beats the living shit out of him. I just, would you have been mad at that one point? He's like, you know what? You don't say no to me. You don't say anything. And then Batman went, hey, Bane. I'm going to break your goddamn back. Oh, would you, would you have been furious. so mad if he said that? It's, or would I, you be like, okay, at least he's keeping with his game? Again. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and I'm a I'm a big Catwoman fan, so I do like. And I we didn't even say when she's talking to Bane and talking about his guys, which are uh, Bird, Trog, and uh, Zombie, Zombie. Right? They are actually hanging upside down by their legs with "I am Cat" written on in blood <laughs> on their chest, just like the Robins were, where it said "I am Bane." I thought it's funny, and it fucking Catwoman has gone from people going all up in arms about her being a murderer. To her being so kick-ass, I mean, she did break Bane's back, and now she is completely fucked with three of his guys and all that. She's kick-ass. Uh, but I gave it a 9.8. I said a couple little things, but it was it was close. It's one of the closer ones of a perfect score for me because I just liked read it the whole time. It's a quick read, and I just had a lot of fun reading it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I had some issues with, you know, with the whole thing with, you know, Bruce coming off creepy as fuck as a child and the whole, you know, Catwoman bit being shot. You know, that's a problem in my mind. But overall, 
I love the art in this book. I'm telling you, it was so quick. We did not do a lot, but everything we got was fucking, you know, top-notch shit. Yeah. I, I actually, God, I wish the book was more like this, like, all the time. But yeah. I would give it an 8.7 out of 10. I really had a good time reading this, yeah. and it was like, you know what? Tom King, you're back, baby. I can forgive I Am Suicide. You have brought yes. the goddamn yeah, heat here. Yeah, I really, really like it. Uh, yeah, the next book we're going to go to is your book. Uh, it's easy to figure it out if you listen to the podcast. But uh, other people... They just went gaga for this, and sure I just—I think that there's a lot. I think we're going to see this as time goes on. The more we get these dribs and drabs of info. Now, this is the reborn Superman, reborn story, but I, I think that when we start seeing things with Watchmen being more into it, more things like that, people are going to elevate these scores past what I really do think that the issue itself deserves. I think oh, there's more the going on with these review scores than just what's on the page and i don't know for me that that doesn't seem right but we'll see go on eric I'm not, i did like this issue i'm not going to say i didn't so, like I. it but yeah go superman number 18 written by peter j tomasi and patrick gleason with art by patrick gleason mick gray john calise and rob lee in the beginning of our reborn crossover we see that someone has escaped mr Roz's captivity but for the majority of the issue we see clark and lois celebrating their anniversary but the festivities are put on hold when they get a knock at the door and find an impossible photo album laying on their porch. In the distance, we see the human Clark Kent, who looks like he knows way more than he should, and this leads to the house being engulfed by blue ghost flames that start by making John disappear and reappear all over the house until eventually he's simply gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it starts out uh, with a lot of blue fucking, you know, electricity shit. And I'm, I'm telling you. I'm not going to go into theories. We're going to find out supposedly next week, even the review copies, they usually come in on Friday. This is Saturday night we're recording. They purposely left out the Action Comics uh, review copy, either to get people fired up because then that, that causes a ripple effect of people talking. Or they don't talking, want assholes out there. Or they don't want, and it does is. say, we've, we've seen even in the email and stuff that we do think that the whoever this Clark is, it's going to be revealed in this issue. So, it, you know, I, I can tell everybody that, and you can get excited. You can get excited for Wednesday. You're going to run to the comic book store and see. In the meantime, we have no idea. So anything we say now, we have not read the issue. We haven't even gotten it yet. And uh, I don't know. People are so excited about it. I'm done with my theories. Now that I know that we might find out on Wednesday, I'll fucking wait and find out because every well. time I read something, I'm trying to look into things and I, I'm not, I'm almost getting to the point of looking into it too much and not enjoying reading it. it it's yeah. more like homework or whatever. But yeah, it starts out. There's this electric blue stuff. People can go on and on. It's I've like seen energy people say. manifests in yeah. the sky and then yeah, dissipates I, I, and then Mr. Rod's looking on and realizes some yeah. shit has gone down. Yep, I, I have even heard people say that this is a Dr. Manhattan sort of thing or whatever, and Mr. Oz is there, and yeah, he finds out something, says no, and it looks like somebody's escaped from his it's, prison. It's funny, too, because he's running down the halls to try to find out what's going on as he passes Doomsday, who's laughing, and passes Prophecy, who's laughing, and eventually Tim Drake, who looks fucking insane, laughing yeah, about how insane. someone got out. And he's like, someone got out, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm just wondering, like, Oh, how does Doomsday know this? You know, yeah. or like he, well, Mr. Oz just goes by. I don't get the idea that you would see him run by or even whatever and say someone got out because I don't know how many people you would think that he even has. You know well, what I mean? That, as, as far as we know, we have these three captives, Doomsday, Prophecy, and Tim Drake, and they all seem to be in the 
like lower levels to some complex we're at. And to find out that somebody escaped this person, Mr. Oz had to go to the surface of wherever we are. How does anybody below ground in this complex know, besides from yeah. Mr. Oz, that someone has escaped? Yeah, know this, that somebody's escaped, because it does look like he takes this, you know, floating elevator deal up to the top, like a disc. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird. Now, the other thing that I just, its this isn't theory, but I wonder, we saw Tim Drake get out. He got teleported right back in. Like, yep. there was the ability to teleport him right back in. I wonder why whoever did get out got out without either Oz knowing and getting away or that Oz could not teleport him just back in the cell. Now, well, I know saying, you see the cell is kind of destroyed, but the way he had this ability, you would have thought that maybe he could teleport him into another cell or somewhere well, that's else. The thing, too, is that we don't actually know that's Mr. Oz doing If you want to go to the whole Dr. Manhattan front, we could say that he might be down. This is another one of these series we said. Yeah, but do. again, so, he was in his complex. You know yes. what I mean? He was there. So I would think that whoever or how however that was done is still there i don't think that you I know, know that because when we see this blue energy in the sky it seems like whoever might have you know teleported tim drake back into a cell may have helped this person escape maybe but again that's you get in these weird Theories, things I know. because again if it's a theory why did they wait this long why did they do this because to me where the cell was it kind of looks like a fucked up tower of fate yeah, that looks old it looks just fucking old and even crumbling down and things like that. And, yeah, that even led to us talking about stuff. Possibly by graves. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It looks like graves. Uh, but, yeah, then you go in and he goes in and looks in the cell. And there are a lot of, you know, drawings, things written. or Childlike you know, drawings. Yeah, like childlike drawings on the on the uh, walls of this walls that of say wars. Superman will save me just over and over, please, 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 please. Yeah. and also goes through pretty much the cartoon history of Clark Kent and Superman. It really knows yeah, everything about it, Superman, yeah, knows thing. everything, knows that Clark Kent is Superman, knows that he came here as a baby, was gotten by, you know, you see Mom, Pa, Kent, but it's all, like you said, I think one of the things that's supposed to be that you see is that it does look like a childlike drawing. And the other thing that's funny is you also have to get the idea, too, is look at Mr. Oz. He's so small on that, like the, yeah, right next to it. And I didn't even get the perspective before. But, yeah, there's shit drawn what could be 30 feet in the air on the wall. And this is, you know, real, real high up. And shit's gone like it would be from a heat vision that's yeah. carving it in or whatever. This isn't just somebody there with a goddamn pick doing things. This couldn't be anybody normal. This is where we thought, again, here goes the theories again. I, yeah. You can't stay away from them. I got another we one thought, too. if anything, this could be maybe Superboy Prime that's doing this, or what else? Who who would you say? Well, as I was saying to you earlier this week, where I honestly, I'm just looking for a little bit of continuity here. We, uh, you know, we we know that like Mr. Oz has come to the new the pre Flashpoint Superman and said, you know, you and your family are not who you think you yeah. are. The New Fifty Two Superman wasn't who we thought he was. Now something we had in the New Fifty Two that was a big deal. We had the the Superboy Connell, and we found out that he was a clone of a yeah. Superboy, a John Wayne Kent, who was the son of a Lois and Clark from a parallel timeline. Who, like, you know, while he was a child. Yeah. He was kidnapped by Harvest and brought to the future and became this goddamn despot who just wanted to kill superheroes for because Harvest like uh Harvest fucking told him to do this shit. Yeah. But um the whole thing here in my mind, I'm looking for continuity where maybe the superboy, you know, like the real superboy, like uh, John Lane Kent was kept in here 
because he was kidnapped at a time, and that's this replacement John, like the the young boy that we see in this, the John Kent. No. You know, he is something he's not supposed to be. He's taken at the end of this. I don't know. I had all these things, but I want to bring back that John Lane Kent character just for continuity reasons, and I'm very selfish yeah. with it. Because yeah, and it's, it's weird character. because if it is this young John that we have here, it really throws a wrench in a lot of things. Uh, because if you did have this is the real John, and then are you saying that the John that's a phony kind of goes away then and is replaced by this John, or does that John remain? Like It really throws a lot of things up in the air because you have a Super Sons book. Well, now you have a Superboy who pretty much was imprisoned for all this time and might be fucked up or whatever and is not that Superboy anymore. Wouldn't know Damien. Wouldn't, you know, you'd have a real lot of problems with a book that just started. Uh, yeah. But again, it could continue on that the John here does end up continuing and what But yeah, Mr. Oz in the Rebirth special went up to this pre-Flashpoint Superman and said, listen, you and your family are not what they think they are, and neither was the new 52 Superman, and then just walked away. And I still to this day, I don't know why Clark let him walk well, away. I you grabbed that motherfucker so and what say, what mean? the fuck do you mean? There's no reason that you just let him go away. And then uh, he goes but back yeah. inside, who is that, honey? Some weirdo, I don't and, know. And again, this is also to me... This is thrown out there to get everybody guessing and really crazy stuff. But, yeah, I think that this points more to being Superboy Prime than the Clark Kent that's going around thinking that he should be marrying Lois. It oh, really does to we me. We talked but... about that to ourselves earlier this week, too, where this really, in my mind, we see that somebody escapes. We're not giving a timestamp, but this seems like it's present what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. We have had this human Clark Kent walking going around since the beginning of Rebirth, so he's been out and about. He couldn't have just escaped. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. The Clark Kent, yeah, people are saying that this might be Clark. I've seen people. This might be where that Clark is. Tim's already kept that Clark was there before then. You know, he was already out and about. This wouldn't be somebody who just escaped, but we'll we'll see what's going on. That's the other thing. We're getting that action comics. I'm wondering if we're going to also get to see who escaped then or if we're just I, who knows we're gonna see what happens but yeah then you go to hamilton county and there's a little anniversary party for lois and clark and they've done this before in the uh the lois and clark book at the end of the new 52 they have their anniversary deal and it's funny because we were having that top five uh list on our top five frenzy for the just for the hell of it deal right. and i've not mentioned pineapple upside down cake it, twice in a week ever and that's what it they're having. Coming up every time yeah, we talk I'm about like pineapple upside down cake. What the fuck? Then nobody likes that except Reggie. But yeah, they're gonna have I this like cake, it. and I, I don't like it. I I consider it. It's weird. I don't consider it a cake for some reason. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, they're having an anniversary. And I think it's this funny anniversary too. is a bit of a bullshit where they apparently Lois and Clark have a rule where they don't get each other gifts, but John yeah. is forced to get him gifts? What the fuck is yeah, that I shit? Know. And also there's John. He gives uh, Lois a little bit, uh, a journal. I never got my parents an like, anniversary hey, gift. Uh, it's a new leather writing notebook. Read the inscription. Mom's adventure journal. I, I actually think that it, it's like, yeah, now start being a fucking mom so Please. you can write some shit in this journal, mom, mother. Mom, and mom, I'm telling you, I wrote mom's adventure journal on here. I do not want a list of your favorite cocktails, okay? Yeah, make, yeah, we do not need, we do not need chapter two, how to make the best Manhattan. <laughs> we, I want you to actually do some shit with me for once. And yeah, he gets the farmer's almanac for, 
uh, his dad, which it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I a like bunch that. of nonsense too. The funny thing is, anybody who reads the Farmer's Almanac, it's a big thing with these fuckers at our work. At one point, you have like three guys there discussing how winter was going to be because of the Farmer's Almanac. I fucking want to kill him. One had a stroke. Error. Fucking the Big Bang Theory is the greatest show ever, even yeah, though they yeah. don't understand half the guys. Yeah, they don't jokes. understand any of it. But yeah, Fuck then you're souls. having a nice little family moment. They're having their anniversary, and the. The doorbell rings, and this has happened before. I believe it happened in Lois and Clark where they, they really, I don't know. I guess now they've been established more, but I don't know why. I would not have John answer the door ever, especially being Superman and shit like that. Like too many things can go wrong, but I guess they're they're settled. You hold it's that boy back, silly to rebel and go out fucking bullets to the wall crazy. Just go out yeah, and really, you can't that. That is true, but yeah, he opens the door and there is a book. That's laying there with a bow on it, and then he looks up and sees a guy this walking away. Big on books. Yeah, really. See, it's like that Christmas that we had at my house, where my <laughs> my wife made everybody get books or to, and then she heard that and fucking was gonna kill me just recently. She was so sad at me. Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, John sees this guy walking away and says, "Hey, Mister, did you leave this?" And he turns around and it's the other Clark. And John sees him and he's all freaked out. But he does disappear. As he goes, though, this is the big part. This is the part that seems to be what's going on because there's Clark and he says to Crypto, hey, it's me, boy. And then, and then says, good. Information, yeah. And says, good. Always be ready for. And then Crypto goes a little nuts and then we go away from that. And I'm like, what does he, what does he want to be ready for? Seriously. You know what I mean? And that does seem, because even John says, he said something to Crypto, so that, that phrase there is very big. And either you find out that, in all in all, maybe this Clark was put here to watch over. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, fucking Superman realizes that it's yeah, the other Clark. Yeah, he hears the voice out. Holy the distance, shit. It's the other Clark. And he yeah, just he goes, goes fucking ballistic. He fucking, in, in three steps, is in his outfit. He's fucking going. I, I wonder why he had to get in the Superman outfit. You know, he thinks that John's in trouble and he still has to do it. Though it's lickety split. It seems yeah. kind of funny to me. But yeah, that's where John's there and says uh, th that's when the guy, and even that, he's walking away. And he says, goodbye, John. And Crypto's confused. Crypto has a... You know what I mean? Almost like Scooby-Doo, like, rut roll. And well, I, I think, wonder I what's going he, on. The only thing with Crypto, I think, because John is yelling out, Crypto, heal boy. And he's confused why, why he should Maybe, be Maybe, but it intruder. seems like... St I mean, this is Crypto. Like, he would go really nuts. But, yeah, he stops. And uh, that's when John's standing there with that book. Superman fucking fists going he's ready to go to town <laughs> he's ready to punch but, yeah, somebody in the face he listens and he cannot hear anything that that clark is gone he yeah. is completely gone there's no trace of him they open up the uh the photo album and it's photos and it's weird because they really don't push it so much of what this really should mean uh because it's a lot of pictures of them, but these are from a different universe exactly. this is not these, this is all pictures from a pre-flashpoint timeline yeah yeah it's crazy unless it does and because they don't spell it out i don't know if this is pushed towards being like this is this clark's photo album and this was supposedly happened in his life it's very confusing of what well, exactly they're saying there, so yeah i know but yeah even so it's like really and it's got odd. the red trunks from pre-flashpoint yeah it's true it, it's just shit that shouldn't be exist in existence Agreed. so it really does throw this clark 
in a different frame deal. This, you know what I mean? Oh, Him I having this. Well, I'm telling you, this alone, I'm telling you, we talked about, you know, the connection to Lois Lane because, you know, if this was a clone or whatever of the new 52 Flash uh, Superman, yeah. I mean, uh, he does not have a connection to Lois Lane. No. He would not be this, like, uh, enamored with her because nope. they never had this relationship. Yeah. So obviously, whatever the memories he has are from a pre-Flashpoint standpoint. Yes. And having this as well, it's like, well, well, he was he there? What's going on with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even so, like, yeah, this is, is not New 52. To? I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's weird. That's what I'm saying. That And it is, if if you go to the case of your this Clark looking at this photo album, it is a photo album of himself and Superman. You know what I mean? If this oh, is yeah. him and these are his memories and they did scan his memories and everything that they saw seem to be legit to him and he's looking through this and oh there's me and lois there's me and lana and these are the memories he has superman just happens to be in there with him and it's crazy it goes back generations upon generations and they just they don't know what this means and then all of a sudden the the house starts to become engulfed in this mysterious blue flame this blue ghost flame as i want to call it that really doesn't even have like a substance to it except that it makes things disappear things yeah yeah, it erases stuff, and now you're getting to the point. This is where when I read this and I said to you, it reminds me almost like a reverse deal of Back to the Future, where you know shit's going wrong, and what's going wrong now it's erasing. Now the other thing I have to point out, they're looking at this this fucking photo album, and it's all these pictures of young Lois and Clark, and there's John. Why aren't I in any of these? Well, yeah, and then you, fucking, you know, off panel, you see Superman put his hand, in, his head in his hand, and just shaking. My son retarded. Like, what the fuck? What does he think? Like, th- this is us. My mom and dad could show me a photo of him. Hey, look at us. This was in 64 when me and your mom were doing this, and she was a hippie, and you were this and that, and, you know, or I was this. I would never say, like, where am I in that, even though I know I was born well after this? <laughs> I mean, really, it, the, the fucked up thing would have been, hey, Look at me. I'm in that photo. And they would have been like, what the fuck is going on? Because he shouldn't have been. He was not yeah. alive. But him saying, how come I'm not in any of these? It's almost like they're trying to point out, like, hey, you got to realize this was before he was born. They don't even answer him. They just are like, are you fucking retarded? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why are I in any of these? So stupid. Uh, See, honey, yeah, this is why we don't buy each other anniversary I'm gifts. I'm like, we no, this is why I drink. School. Lois is like, this is why I make mixed drinks every night for dinner liquid dinner i have uh but yeah they're they're going and this fire's raging on and things are disappearing it's very weird and superman even sees john's just on fire yeah and it's like everything is being erased yeah he looks like he's on fire he's scared superman goes over to help he blinks out and then he's he's downstairs it's almost like he's goddamn kitty pride he's phasing through shit and all this uh the other thing that's weird to me teleportation though it is i know but the the other thing that's weird to me and this is not anything that i think is anything his character design is really odd once he starts disappearing. And, you know, he has a very specific way he looks in this book. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of looked funky to me. Like when he's sitting yeah. on the pool table and things, he like looks older. And I don't know, even like he's turning into a cartoon. But again, it's a, it's a comic. I just think Agreed. it's But for what's happening, you would think that uh, 
Patrick Gleason. It, it is Gleason, right? That is yeah. on this. It, it, you think that he'd take a lot of care in those panels, and it Not just seemed weird. Anyone or make them jump to conclusions or something else. Yeah, it's just very weird. But yeah, everything is disappearing. Superman does try to save him by wrapping the cape around him. They jump out of a window, and Lois is freaking out. Like, you know, please, what's going on? You have to save him, whatnot. He just disappears. He's gone. The Superboy just disappears. John's gone. And they and are just it, it, sitting it is there. It's a sad point where it's like, don't let me go, Dad. He's like, I won't, son. I won't. And yeah. never. And then right as he's holding on to John in the grass in the front yard, John is just gone in front of him in his yep. arms. He just disappears. And Yeah, he's gone. And then his the house is gone. And the only other thing is in this, the house being gone and where you see it just really look like when Genetocron disappeared and went to uh, the, Amazon. the Amazon, it looked like that sort of thing. Now, you can say it, it's just the foundation of a house or whatever, but it's just weird the way it looked to me that it looked very similar. In the meantime, almost all of the photos now have disappeared, a la fucking Back to the Future, except it does seem like that one with Metropolis remained because he does look at it, and that's still there, and I don't know if that was a, a little bit of snafu. You know what I mean? Because he says, we didn't lose John. That Clark Kent took him, and we're going to make him give John back. And there, he's holding that picture, and yeah. that picture didn't disappear. The the one of just Metropolis did not disappear. And so. that's, that's a problem for me, too, because this came out of the photo album, and yeah. everything else that that's really what I'm saying. Why is this? Point. So yeah. do, you go to a, do you go to Metropolis, or do yeah, you go really. to a pre-flash, or pre-flash point point Metropolis? And why didn't this picture disappear uh what's going on with that but the thing is i really like this issue the problem is it's, it's a setup issue uh and just because john disappeared or whatnot i really do think at the end when when superman's there and he's like you know what he took him and i we're gonna go get him and it looks like he's heading the metropolis like you said which metropolis whatever but it does seem to me like it is kind of jumping to conclusions i know this clark yeah is a bad dude and you know that he's doing this where are you getting this idea that he has any sort of this power set why do you think this why not i think we it's pretty obvious it is him but why you know what exactly. i mean I, you, by the time i ended this issue i was i was really in the story i'm telling you this really got me on board with reborn i need to know what's going on in this book but yeah at the end of the day what i got from this issue is that you know, we have human Clark Kent. We still don't know anything about it except for, you know, we already knew that he knew where the freaking uh, Clark and, Su- and Lois lived. So we already had that. He left a photo album, which we have no explanation for. And then a ghost fire that takes John, which we have no explanation for. Yeah, yeah. There's not. So, and, like, we and, have stuff happening, like three big things, but no idea what just yeah. happened. Now, what's good about this is they are pushing towards that we're going to find out who this Clark is next issue. There's still other issues involved with all this. Uh, This is, again, it kind of seems like, oh, my God, they're going to show us already. Now, there only seems to be like four main issues, and this is Superman Reborn. So we still are waiting where I think it gets kind of lost in the, the translation or whatever, that we are also waiting to see what, pre-flashpoint superman really is as mr oz yeah. said he wasn't really what he wanted you know only so there's more possible resurrection of the new 52 superman yeah there's more to the story than just finding out who clark Kent is but i will give them some sort of props that we're going to find out something next issue uh only because oh, i thought better. i said to you i said we're going to have, have that last them. one but i did call it i said when when we'll know when something big's happening because they will not send that review copy i said that this week and then all of yep. a sudden they didn't and i got the email i'm like those motherfuckers they 
didn't send it, so it kind of got me excited. This happened to us in Detective Comics. Yeah, it's when, when Tim Drake died, they did not send out that review copy until I think so like late Monday night, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, it was even that, maybe even Tuesday morning. They do not want some motherfucker to leak this because they had too many leaks. Rebirth, you found out a week before that Wally West was coming back, yeah. and it really did seem to make things. And remember, if and you remember with that, with Batman, and fucking yeah, shit yeah, like they're not gonna, they're gonna be tight because those fucking assholes before. Because if you remember when Rebirth was coming out, it came out on a Wednesday, you know. They dropped that embargo that that Friday before because too many people had already put shit out, and yeah. uh, I think we even actually stuck somewhat to the embargo. I think that we no, waited no, till they, Monday. They came out and told us though that we could put our stuff out on that Monday yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's that when night. we did it. We did it that night. But yes, yeah, so people were already leaking shit that Friday, and it was a shame because it did kind of you know get the zing out of it, and I, they do not want that to happen. I, and I'm sure. That when this hits, if we get the issue on Monday, some asshole will leak it. Some fucking guy behind the scenes will leak something. And not by the name of Jim Werner. That's one thing I will not do. We won't do that. We fuck around with, you know, just me and you and shit like that. But I'm not going to break an embargo because it ruins it for everybody. It it does. It ruins shit for everybody. And it it just, it makes me sad. I don't mind spoilers. If I I found out, but some people do. It's hard to have a hype for something because everything is talked about so much before it ever comes out. And then, like, you know, you go to something like, all right, I already know half the story. So. I guess I'll have try to have some fun I'm with this. T- I'm telling you, what I know that I always like to know things beforehand, but it, actually, when we get something like this, say we get it Monday night, and I will read it, and you will read it, you'll probably go to review it, whatever, it kind of even takes the fun out of it for us because yeah. then we have to wait till Wednesday to see the reaction of people and that's what I love. I, I want to see in the Get Fresh Crew chat on Slack people just like, holy shit I never thought this and then people start talking about it if it makes sense and stuff. That's so much fun and, and I'm to, to you break too, things. On top of all that, it's like the we have to do the podcast for the most part Saturday nights and yeah. we already have the book for a day. I do not like reading anything before the podcast because I don't want to get messed up somewhere with like, you know, we yeah. have Superman one week, actually comics the next well yeah. i you know confuse the book and start laying out fucking well, spoilers here's the, for the thing. Next book i i want to thank dc uh, and i want to if if the guy and the girl who you know send out the books usually are ever listen to us i want to thank them too because if we would have gotten the issue it would have been very hard to talk about this book Agreed. and not it, we'd have to fake the funk we'd have to just say yep i you know there's assholes who would get it and sit there i haven't gotten the review issue but i but think I it's mixel yeah. or i yeah. think it's this just to fucking seem like they're geniuses this took it out of our hands thankfully because Agreed. i would have read it i would have read it right away and then have. i would have i would have felt like an asshole but i would have told you and i would have felt like an asshole True. talking about this book <laughs> you know what i mean i would have fucking come running out oh my god it's fucking it's goddamn batman uh, and it wasn't yeah. any warning either. You sort of sent me a message no. on Twitter on a yeah. private message. I would have opened yeah. up and read it not knowing what it was. Yep. And then we'd talk about this, and it would really throw us off talking yeah. about it because we'd know what it leads to, and I'm glad we don't. And we'll see what's going on. I am trying to think to myself that when the book comes in, I'll let you review it. You don't tell me about it, and I'll wait till Wednesday to see. But I know That's I awesome. Yeah, do that. I'll read it right, I'll read it right away. <laughs> uh, but it's still, it, the thrill of it all won't be me finding out. It'll be seeing the reaction of other people and seeing Agreed. how excited they get, because I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool. But what did you give this issue? I'm telling you, I love the art in this book, but for I what we so. got, and I'm telling you, it really got me on board this reborn thing. I have a lot of hype, but I can't let yeah. the hype you know, like sway my score for this one issue, because like I said before, 
there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this book, but with no explanation. We just have stuff happening all willy-nilly. So because of that, 7 out of 10. Yeah, I actually would go 8 out of 10 because it does excite me. Uh, it's no 10 out of 10 to me, no. but I love the art, and I do. It sets up a very exciting next issue uh, that I hope really hits everybody, and you know we all get excited and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on to another issue uh, that we usually bash, and I cannot bash it as much this this podcast. No. People can get upset. People seem to fucking love when we hate this Justice League book, <laughs> and I really can't do it. Uh, I'm telling this... you, I actually, the idea of hating a Justice League book just makes me feel dirty inside, and I'm like, you know, this whole rebirth, while I've been having a lot of fun with the, like the books we've gotten, Justice League is one of the biggest disappointments just because it is, it is the Justice League, and yeah. it's been terrible. I agree. So I want to be able to enjoy this book, and I'm happy yeah. that we have this. I'm telling you, when I read it, I actually read it, and I was surprised. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking tired. I might have been drinking like Lois, and you know, maybe I'm fucking... And, and there is... in that fucking NyQuil back. There legitimately is a threat of you getting a, a good issue of Justice League and thinking it's better than it is just because we've gotten a lot of shit. I liken it to when you said that you gave Ravens number six a good issue because you knew it was fucking done. Now, I again, gave it a 4.8 again, again though, yeah. the, the thing, yeah, and that was positive, I'll tell you. Uh, the thing is also you didn't review that, the written review. So you can kind of, yes. you know, the, you kind of get you a little loosey-goosey with reviews and shit like that. This is one I reviewed. Uh, I, I actually think it's one of his better issues of the whole series, if All not right, the best. And uh, this is Justice League number 16, written by Brian Hitch, art by Fernando Passerin, Matt Ryan, Brad Anderson, and Richard Starkings. And I had to read that off the site because for some reason I grabbed the Cyborg creative team for my notes. <laughs> but uh, In what should have been the first issue of the Timeless Story, Brian Hitch proves that there is a worthwhile story somewhere in that noggin of his. While I still think the knowledge of Hitch's new 52 JLA series is almost a must, to get yeah. the most out of the story. I like seeing the League separate and fighting for their lives throughout time, and I can't wait to see more of that. The issue does stumble a bit by the end, but we get to see a new Big Baby, and we always love Big Baby. Big Baby. And find out Superman is the answer to all of this, and isn't he always? And really, Brian Especially Hitch has... Especially with freaking Brian Hitch. Boy, he likes to really say that Superman is the way that you're going to save the universe, and it just goes on and on, and that is from the JLA uh, deal. But this starts out, and we get more of what happened right away with Batman and the uh, Infinity Corp. And I di again, I think that this is what was missing in the first issue. It's exactly what, because they're it's talking everything to everything that him. we talked about that we thought should have happened yes, in the last yeah. issue that they're explaining here. No. Like I'm telling you, we were talking about previously how we saw nuggets of good stories with the, the Just League heroes going through these different times and stuff we were actually yes. interested in, but we didn't think would pay off because Brian Hitch is the writer. Yeah. And I'm actually, by the end of this issue, I'm more intrigued. And we actually had the yes. background to, like, you know, we had the whole jumping around the story bit with, uh, you know, the Justice League besides for Superman and Batman being at the UN. And I'm like, yeah. well, that was yesterday. What's going on with everybody else? You know, Batman yeah, and yeah. Superman. Yeah, and, and uh, that's, that, that is one of the things, though, that throws me off at the beginning because you Just see that when, don't know, but yeah. yes, you see that when Batman shows up at the Infinity Corporation that is in Gotham at this point, they come out to greet him and they're like, hey, your Justice League friends are scattered throughout time. All of history, as you know, is about to change. It's, it's going to cease to exist. And then Batman says, am I the only one left? And it's weird because at this point now, 
They have gone to the UN, they've been attacked, and they have disappeared. Why wouldn't Batman know this? Batman knows everything. He has fucking sensors and things like that. And if the UN, if they were legitimately not going to the UN with the Justice League, he would have been watching. He yeah. he really would have been. It, even in the whole deal. You don't want them fools like, to make him look bad. Yeah, yeah, that's and yeah, it happened before. Remember when he was uh, when Simon was arguing with uh, yeah, on I TV. think <laughs> yeah, well that was just the regular Green Lantern's book, right? And then it flashed yeah. to Batman sitting there like, "Don't argue with fools. You're just gonna look like a fool yourself." Like he is always in touch with. For the Justice League to have disappeared now, you could explain it in a way with the time deal. This is before Batman's hit by it, so. You can't say to me like, "Oh, well, Jim, they disappear, but now something else is." No, they're gone. He should know this. They, they were shouldn't... taken from the UN, taken yeah. to the Midwest, where they were hit by a goddamn time yes, bomb. Yes, he should know what's going on. Yes, that was before, so he really should know. He shouldn't have to have the Infinity Corporation explain that. If you wanted to go with me, this should have been Batman showing up at the Infinity Corporation because he has no other way to explain what happened, and he wants to see if they know. Then I'd be okay, and then they'd say, "Oh, by the way." We were just going to call you. We need you in Superman. Let's get going. But yeah, they take him in. And I still and like that line, though. Am I the only one left? Because if he was trying to get to the bottom of what's going on, and these guys have the answers, yeah, am I the only one left? I can't get a hold of these fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can go. And again, this is just a nitpick because I did like it because then yeah. they're walking through Vincent and his. I don't remember the other two's names ever. They uh, said it once in this. Yeah, I yeah, but I remember Vincent as the as the guy. Jane, there, the I think, main... is the other one, and okay. somebody else. Well, they're walking through, and they they even throw Ralph's name out and stuff like that. But it's okay. Batman says, "Listen, that you know, we can try to get Superman. This isn't the Superman you know. This isn't the one that was there. This is from another universe." And it's funny because it has the shout out. For more information on that, check out Reborn. And I'm like, really? No, there's no, a lot of other build. things. Yeah. Try freaking, uh, you know, Final Days of Superman. Look at the, you know, other things. Reborn. You're really Superman pushing Rebirth, this. Superman Rebirth number one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd that they're pushing this, you know, big, you know, storyline here. Uh, but it's okay. They go, and that's where the stones are. I wish they would have explained them a little more to people so because you still don't have it, and it seems like this is very big throughout time as well with the stones and they don't explain all them. they do They'll, is say you know it moved a planet and yeah. then also like aged the sun i'm like that's all we get you're not even saying like the forever sun you're just calling them the stones yeah the stones and yeah people are like move this you know it's put out a sun yeah. defeated Rao, and that's all in his jla book and can you even explain the stones because i i really i have a hard time even talking about what they are and what they do really because even in his JLA book the actual stones they were kind of you know not really they spelled out there, completely I'm telling you, they, I was always waiting for the proper explanation there that's are these what I'm stones saying. that somehow manipulate time and like you know Pre somehow through the computers of Vincent Hans and the Infinity Corps, he was able to predict that the world yes. was going to end and somehow it happened to deal with Superman dying. Yes, Superman dying was the big deal. And they were trying to prevent that on their deal. own and realized they couldn't because yes. every time they tried to pull the Superman out of the timeline to get some more information to see if they could change it, yeah. nothing would work. Now, again, I, I do want to... We, we have two sets of stones. Like, like, yes. you know, there are the Life Stones and the Forever Stones the that forever apparently stones. were created at some time, you know, but these are stones that were like-minded. The whole point of JLA was for these stones to say something to Vincent so they could be reunited with the Life Stones. Yeah, they kind of drew something. each other to each other. And, uh, and then something, Jim. 
Yes, something. But yeah, it's still, and remember, I do want to point this out, and I said that I think people would be a little confused and get this wrong. The Infinity Corporation building with these stones can travel through time and space. They, They can go different places. They can jump. They can blink out of things or whatever. That seems to be the case, and that's why... Uh, Batman showed up in Gotham. They talked and they said, holy shit, we got to get to Metropolis and, and get Superman. That's why they had that jump. It's explained so much better here with just it a is, line. But the thing is, too, I got I did not go back to read the last issue because that sounded like nonsense to me. But did it, they arrive in Metropolis or Hamilton County? Uh, I think it was Metropolis, actually. Okay. It was like a weird I, deal. I just know Lois and John and Clark were at a goddamn gas station on what seemed like a back fucking road. So I just, I It was like sure. they were on a road trip to get them away. But yeah, they were on some sort of trip going to the liquor store, Eric. You got to go yeah, to Metropolis obviously. for that. Even so, maybe that is a little snafu, but I don't Batman, know sure. Batman says, we'll get the Superman, but we both want answers. And that's where you get a little intriguing thing with the Infinity Corp where they're like, you know what? Should we tell them any, everything? They're starting to trust us. And it does say, I agree with Jane. They're starting to trust us. And Vincent says, no, we can't. How much do you think they'll really trust us if they find out who we really and are or where we're is, from? And this, this is kind is of a JLA intriguing, thing. intriguing, especially if you read the JLA book yeah, because yeah. we knew from that book that they were something that was not human, but that is no. it. Yep, we never got that answer. So again, if you read that JLA book, this is maybe that's why I liked it JLA a little more because two. it almost seems like at least they're addressing like they they he addressed shit last issue. It's the shit I didn't care about. Nothing like this. This actually is like, hey guys, I'm gonna tell you some answers that that well, were just thrown like out willy nilly. You know, this opportunity now that he gets to write Justice League to finally finish the story he didn't get to in yeah. JLA because he couldn't fucking finish it. Yes, yeah. And in the meantime, this is a pretty straightforward story compared to what he's been giving us, and we're getting some pretty good scenes. Even that scene, you can say, "Oh, well, this doesn't match up," and what are these stones or whatever. But just Batman talking to them and wanting to know what's going on, and then going off to go get Superman or convince him, and then them staying behind, you know, them Batman, at the controls the part, talking. Vincent it's really good. Shit, I'm saying, for the most part, Vincent laying this shit down. Very straightforward. Look, the world yeah. we know has being erased, replaced, yep. rewritten together. We could stop it, but we need Superman. Okay. Yeah. Got me and on he board, goes, I got to convince him. Shit. And this makes sense when, remember when Batman goes the last issue and goes and Superman comes over and is like, what happened? I'm going to go get my, I'm going to go get Lois and John. And no. then Batman says, listen, no, you can't. We can save them, but we need you. And there it is. It's spelled out. Uh, we go off. And even at this point, I'm like, okay, this is better. We'll see where it goes. I know that I even talked to Carl in the Get Fresh Crew uh, chat because he reviewed this for uh, Nerd Church Radio. He did not like the next scene. and I'm not throwing shade there, but he didn't like this next scene with Aquaman. Uh, this is what convinced me that this issue actually had something going for it. was I'm where I was like, I holy really shit, like I, like, I think this is the best scene that we've ever had in anything I've read with Brian Hitch. Uh, because you go back, it's Atlantis 47,000 years ago. And again, it's a dry Atlantis. This is not the sunken Atlantis. Sank, yeah. And they want to know what the fuck. A guy just showed up out of nowhere, blinked in. You also see what looks like the life stones there. You know, you the have some crystals. shit. Yeah, there's, yeah, with the Zodiac crystals then. Because yeah, they yeah. even say they kind of punched it out. But in the meantime, they want to know who the fuck Aquaman is. And so they use Atlantean fucking magic to give him a spell that you have to tell the truth. But if you don't, 
you're going to burn up. And Aquaman's like, fuck, I, fuck it. I don't care because I'm going to tell you the truth. I came from the future. I'm here to do this. And he says, and he's part of Atlantean deal. And it all matches up. He does not burn up, though. It did make me laugh when they're like, yeah, release him. And then he falls over. <laughs> he gets really, you know, he falls over and dope. But yeah, there you go. But in the meantime, also, they're you know, like, it's weird. I actually weird. like the fact that you said that looked like the lifestyle because I, I didn't even read into this with them because. They said they, you know, the queen is giving birth yeah. tomorrow to twi- two twin boys, and to mark the occasion, they carved, you know, the twelve, the, the earth the, stone, the signs of the twelve, yep. you know, which that's when they did this. And out of the earth stone, I'm like, okay, does that give us another stone to add to this, or is it the life stone? Because we yeah. do see in the Infinity Court building that the there blue. are two blue stones yes, compared and to I all think the other red ones. I think that's the. This is one of those stones from before, and I think that that uh, kind of even gives you a little hocus pocus of what those zodiac stones were now yeah. in the meantime they are all of our heroes are going back to points in time that Before were points when power uh became what it was and whatever and you do see that the queen of atlantis here is going to give birth to twins uh i tried to look to see what that might mean and i couldn't find anything i right, actually right. looked maybe somebody knows more about you know a history of atlantis and this is something huge uh, but the, it seems to be connected. They have made the zodiacs, uh, the zodiac uh, fucking crystals, and also the the queen giving birth to twins seems to be that's the power point of yeah. this old Atlantis. And I do like it later because even some people, including Carl, said like, how did these Justice Leaguers, who in the last issue could not fight off the Timeless. How are they going to fight them hey, off we, we complained in the about past? As well. And yes, but now we see, because as this progresses later, Aquaman says to Atlantis and these the other kings and at that point, I need an army. And then you start, it starts to make sense to me that you have Atlanteans. Atlanteans are no pushover. Oh, you have Aquaman not. in the lead of a goddamn fucking Atlantean army. I think that you're starting to even up the odds. You have that, Wonder say, Woman. Not only that, what, we, we, we got that Wonder Woman going on. We have the freaking the Green Lanterns who have that a whole Earth Core. That they have Earth a core. ton of Earth Core. You have the Wonder Woman with Olympian gods that are about to be freed. You have a lot. Now, Flash? We yeah, have a whole a little, fuck. Yeah, Flash is a little out there, and but for the most part, yeah. we have a whole army having our goddamn heroes. You have Cyborg. Cyborg's there with what appears to be the, the Legion. Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. I mean, you are not sending them to places where it's almost like this, you know, juxtaposition of they're trying to stop the power, but the power's there. So they can grab this power and use it against the Timeless, just as the Timeless is trying to get rid of it. So I do think it makes sense. I do think that makes it a very... It's spelled out more. And I still get a bit hyped. Yeah, the scene with Aquaman, if we actually... Because we see most of the scenes in this, it's Aquaman and the Green Lanterns. And both of them are good. I think both of them are really good that they spell it out. Next issue... I would guess that we're going to see Cyborg and Wonder Woman, and then probably even so. if we do see the Flash, but the Flash seems like it'd be like its the own Flash thing because like a very weird thing because it is yeah we'll have to see what happens Speed Force we have to see what happens with that yeah. and how that's going to affect you know his t- taking on the time with yeah yeah is it going to be that is it going to be that at that creation he can tap into it and you're going to have this you're going to have other speed I don't know we're going to see I don't, and I, I don't even the there's no is, reason top, for me to the things that there are to like about this book with the the scenes that we're getting. Like, Brian Hitch, you know, it's, it's a bit convoluted to the point where he is throwing all the stuff that he's yes. already done at us, yeah. but he is taking the time 
to tie some shit together that yeah. we had problems with, like the zodiac crystals. Out of, like that, nothing yep. was explained with that. We had yeah. no idea. Now we know what they are. Now we're learning about them. Yeah, we know what they are a little more. We don't know what, why, or what, but we know but we have the, where they like, were created. The idea that yes. they're going to be explained to us a bit more, and, and also might make that sense in the long run. Also, they're at this point that they're at this point of power. So yeah, they're pretty powerful. And this is the other thing because he's like, hey, there's the zodiac crystals. I use those to keep the planet from pulling apart. They're singing, and then. Like, ooh, you can hear that? Only royal, you know, people of royal descent from the family of Atlantis can hear that. So I guess you are, you know, what you say you are. And that's a little say, more for okay, them to trust. Like future king, you know, I just yeah. like, okay, we're on board. Whatever you Yeah, mean, and man, that gives a them king. a reason right there is a reason why they would give him an army and, and trust him even more. And I like that. And then you go to 500 years from now in Washington, D.C., where you had the Green Lanterns, where you had the Green Lanterns. The Earth Corps showed up and you... In last issue, when you're like, they're against them, like, oh, no, or, you know, no Green Lanterns are allowed. How dare you pretend you're a Green Lantern? Now you find out why. And it makes sense. It makes sense that they think that they're fucking bullshit because there should be no Green Lanterns there because they're quarantined. And to them, to me, it's almost like a slap in the face. This is almost like Joker Ice Fries. Exactly. It's for some people to go around acting like Green Lanterns on a planet that the Green Lanterns didn't even help after they, were, they did try, but they're quarantined from it. And I like it. And it's funny. The one guy goes impersonating Green Lanterns. What a joke. And that's when Simon and Jessica, they have no idea what's going on. So and they, a big honestly, explosion. On top of learning the stuff like with the power plague and Earth being uh, like uh, quarantined at this point where mm -hmm. we got this really dark future, which I want to learn more about. Cause it yeah, seems I do. We actually have Simon and Jessica being good at being superheroes. Yep. Yeah. I'm and they're you, there I'm together, too. Like, oh, I can't do it. I don't need any of that shit. They're nope. together and they're kicking yeah. ass together. And I and, like and it a lot. It's, it's like one of those things where you have... You know, they're in the thick of it there. There's no time to fucking bicker. There's no time to do anything but what you have to do. Uh, it does get a little wonky, uh, though, because they're like, hey, take us back to, you know, what are you doing with our light? Take us back to where you go. And they go back to this precinct. Oh, yeah. That is a, it's a big giant lantern. And it's a power it looks, battery. looks awesome. It's a huge power battery. And Jessica looks like who it is says, that's a power battery like on Oa. And I was like, they didn't know. No, there's no you, Oa. You, there's, you've she never doesn't know. Seen Oa. You've yeah, never she's never been, been, to, been Oa. to Oa. She wouldn't know Oa. She, Mogo is the planet now that's going on, and even that would be a little hokey for her to say because she's, she's never not, been there. Yeah, she's never been there, so it, it is a little odd, and it, it goes back. This is where I'm like, oh, Hitchy, you're ruining it for me because it's all it's pointing out again that he doesn't know anything about these characters because he did this set on Twitter when he asked Joshua Williamson about the flash ring and it just like because then even then the next thing is Simon says hey what's that doing here do the guardians know I'm like and here you know, we we're go. not dealing with guardians yeah, anymore we yeah, don't Gambit have the guardians just showed back up but yeah. you don't know that and besides that you believe that all of the guardians are dead yeah yeah and even at the point where you can say he could try to get out of this like it's the future that no this is simon simon yeah. doesn't know that any guardians are alive he has no idea he would not mention the guardians if he if anything he should have said Where's the Green Lantern Corps? I think they'd have something to say about yeah, the this. Only, the only one he's ever met is Rami, and he was exiled and not really considered a guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the same race, but still, it's yeah. not like you know Rami was in control, control of the Green Lantern Corps. No, no. It, it's it's off. This this bit is off in continuity and what these characters would know, and it just seems like 
Brian Hitch read a Wikipedia about things like, oh, you mean the the power battery? That's uh, that's on OA, so let's go here and do that. And it, it is off. Uh, but we find Sam out, Humphreys about yeah, continuity. Yeah, yeah, we find yeah because he doesn't know either. Uh, we find out there was a power plague where uh, Earth was quarantined and pretty much there's no light. La- and that that sounds it's very thrown out there. Sounds very intriguing to me, and I'd like to see that story. And even to the point where these oh, this yeah. Earth Corps is going on and trying to do their best, but it is quarantine, and they even think at some point that maybe the you know Simon and Jessica showing up that this means the is quarantine's over. Yeah, yeah, this means the quarantine's over, and they can actually get back to things and do things. It, it really doesn't, and that's where they get a transmission from Molly, and Molly is going to tell them. And again, this is just we know what's going on here. This is only there so that Vincent and the Infinity Corp can intersect. The, you know, intercept, yeah, this intercept this message and let Batman and Superman. Where, where all yeah, they know where they are and they can say what's going on. So, not, but it's fine. No, it's fine. It, it actually makes it so that Superman and Batman know what's going on, and we do too. Uh, but yeah, they have that. But the next panel, I love the art in this issue oh until God. the next panel. This next panel is Superman. I do not know who that is. I really don't know who that it Superman is. Yeah, it is. Cha cha cha. And even so, you're you're jumping around a little, and this is where I thought it's a in like general, an Jimmy Durante, because his eyes are way really, too close together. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. This is the part where I thought, you know, not actually. This isn't where it, it starts to go bad for me. But the Superman parts in this issue are what I think isn't like up to par with the rest. Yeah, that's the thing. Actually, the only part I found odd with Superman is during the exposition about how they got this intercepted the message from Molly, yeah. and that's how they know things like that. And then Batman says, "Well, how do you like you know? Well, where do you know that how they are?" And then Superman, you know, right now he is dealing with the fact that his family might be gone forever, and he makes a joke yeah. like, "I thought you were a detective." I'm like, no, yeah. no, Superman, no, no. Yeah, and even if it that. isn't a joke, it seemed weird, and it's very cut and dry to me like he says at the one point they're called the timeless i think that they're involved with the That's time was, manipulation yeah. and i'm like yeah i i think so too superman you fucking retard but yeah he even says i thought you were the detective and it seems like to me that hitch is going that he's like kind of irritated with batman but it comes yeah. off jokey to me like yeah this yeah thing. it, like it he, just it was a you weird know, I'm telling you, the whole idea where superman wants to find where the freaking focal point of the timeless are around earth where they're at outside of earth right yeah. now in space like this is him wanting to get the business. Everything with that, I'm fine with. But him just yeah. on the side, I thought you were a detective. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, no, no, no. He's he is fucking. He has one thought right now, and that is save his family no matter what. Yes. Yep. I agree. Now here is the thing. Molly says to them in this transmission. They're showing Batman and Superman this too. She says, "Machines you're looking for will be out of phase, a single beat out of time, out of uh, out of step with the world around you." Now I think that they're moving towards this. That's why they can't be seen. They're a little bit out of sync with what's going yeah, on. Because yeah. then she says, the device I gave you should make them visible. But you need to get inside them, all that. The problem I have is that as she says this, afterwards you see these machines then. You see and you see that they are around these different points in time, just like they are around Earth, right? That's right. what you see happening. The problem is, is it seems as if other people are reacting to these machines with them, the people that they're with, and that shouldn't be. You've already spelled out that you're the uh, the people with the bracelet should be the only one. But at one point, even at uh, you have Aquaman in Atlantis looking up at the machine, and people are pointing at it. Th- this isn't right. This isn't what you just said. 
You just said that you have the bracelet because these things are out of sync, yet everybody in the book is reacting no matter who they are. So I was, that is one of the biggest things that I had an issue with that I said, you just spelled it out. I mean, in that panel, you said that you, hey, and it's almost like as she says this, they must hit a button to activate this that they can see it. it it's very off to me. Uh, but yeah, then Superman's like, I got to find out what's going with my wife and son. It has to, the timeless, that's, you know, time is in that I, name. So it must before, have to do with this. Before you go with that, there's, go to the part with Cyborg real fast because Cyborg's getting the message from Molly with Brainiac 5 by him and it's a young Brainiac 5 because yeah. he's in the 30th century not the 31st century at this point so he's a little young but uh, I swear to God he has this energy shield around him and I think he's doing calisthenics while he's listening to Molly because for some reason he has one. It looks like he's doing fucking stretches. Yeah, it does. I it don't does. know what's up with that. It's panel. funny I don't too. Know it why looks he's like, like he's. It, it's weird the way it is. It looks like he's trying to hold back Brainiac Five. But why would Brainiac Five be doing anything that needs to be held back and then just pointing up to make this <laughs> thing, this shield? And then yeah, she says. Uh, you know, we have to stop them. Their minds reach out time, so they'll know they're coming. So be prepared. You, you know, they're there. Do you see them? They're already yeah. there. And he's like, "That's not good." Uh, you're right, Cyborg. Fucking Captain Obvious there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even so, you have these uh, the big machine over this uh, lantern, the power battery on in the 26th century with the Green Lanterns, and uh, they're like, "That's a lot bigger than the one we saw in our time." Uh, you know, all they saw was this little thing, but everybody else is reacting to this again. Yep. It, it's it's weird. It should not be that. This should be something where you'd even have an opportunity for them to say, "Listen, you got to see that." No, I don't see anything. No, no, they're trying to put the sunglasses on. Just put the glasses on, man. And they fight but, uh, about putting the bracelet yeah, and then, on, and then fight forever with the bracelet. But yeah, Superman wants to know where this whole shit's going down. And says, I'm taking the direct approach. I'm going to go and find out. I'm sick of standing here. I want to find out what happened to my wife and kid. Uh, we might, you know, we might have gotten that whole, you know, put the bracelet on fight of uh, General Eiling was in this issue. Yeah. Oh, it'd been awesome. <laughs> I would have liked David that. Yeah, Keith David. <laughs> he likes to dream. Uh, but yeah, Superman <laughs> goes off, and they, this is where, you know, he, Brian Hitch has done so well in this issue of explaining some things and going through and, and actually presenting a lot of things that seemed intriguing and exciting to me. Uh, this is where Superman just says to Vincent, hey, uh, tell me where the middle is and I'll go there. And then he's like, well, the temporal flow. And I'm like, really? This is so rushed to have Superman know where to go. He just flies up, goes in. There's a whole bunch of, it looks like stormtroopers there, the whole bunch of timeless. They kind of bow down to Superman because he says, listen, he basically says, take me to your leader. And if not, I'm going to fight you. And they all just kind of bow down, put their things and let him go. And he's like, good choice. Kind of cool. But you go and then you hear this from, you know, talking from beyond eric and uh it's you know i am always here i am always i'm everywhere here wait i gotta give you a little thing here's here's big baby baby i am always i am everywhere i have been waiting for you is that good yeah, it's great. From the mind. Yeah, he's talking <laughs> through his mind. It's big. Ba- Actually, I should be big baby. I'm always. Oh, God, <laughs> no, I sound like Rich. Fun. I sound like Richard Richardson. Uh, but yeah, he goes in and there's this big baby. This big, big baby. baby. I like big baby. Actually, it may not even be a big baby. It just it looks, looks like, like a big, big baby, baby to me, to me, right? It looks Push like he's head. there. Yeah. So he's being there. And it's like, it's time for us to save history. And again, now you're like, okay, well. 
Here's the thing. They did spell out that the Timeless did think they were doing the right thing. They thought they were doing the right thing by going back and changing history to not have superpowers. You now have Superman there as if you've been waiting for him all along and need him along with it. This is Big Baby of the Timeless and says it's time for us to save history. You get the idea that Big Baby still thinks that getting rid of the superheroes is the right thing. I don't know. Uh, But we'll see what happens. Maybe you're going to end up with Superman being given the hero's choice of almost like a Sophie's choice. Listen, you can have your son and and wife back. You'll be fine. You'll be the only superhero because you are good. You are the best of them. We just have to get rid of this nonsense. This fucking Batman, he's causing more trouble in Gotham than anything. And and the ripple effect throughout all of this has caused a lot of fucking problems. So you could be the one superhero. You get your thing back. I think that that's where it's leading to possibly, but we'll see. that's a cool idea. I didn't even think about it. But like I that. really like it. It's just weird that this is the guy, the main, seems to be the brain of the yeah, operation of trying to get rid. Yeah, big baby. Trying to get rid of all of these fucking things. And yet it embraces Superman uh, almost like the same thing that the Infinity Stones and the Life Stones and, and see, the Forever see, Stones, ba- I mean. Big baby's parents never bought him freaking super friend toys, you know? So no. he's gonna if he can't have superheroes, nobody, nobody can. can. But yeah, even the Stones throughout all this, it... It always had to do with Superman. So maybe it is something in the history of these Timeless and all these other people that Superman is the one true superhero. The rest are just like, you know, anomalies that they want to yeah. get rid of. Uh, I actually when, think when that in fact, maybe... Superman is an anomaly himself. That's what I'm saying. I think that that may even come into play too because they did really spell out about Lois and John being not from the universe so they don't know what happened. If they disappeared, if they're there, whatever... Uh, but yeah, I, I like this issue. I think it was a good I issue. I had a good time reading it. The part with Aquaman, I loved. I really did. I thought that that was really good. Not even just the best thing Hitch has ever done that I've read, but one of the better things this week in a, oh, in a week that, that I really that, like books. He's actually taking time to explain what he's written previously. Yeah. I'm telling you, it doesn't make those books better, but I like getting a complete story yeah. even if it's down the line a bit. I completely agree. I completely agree, and that's and, why and I honestly, gave it an I 8 like out of 10. I like the art in this book as well, except for I forget who the artist was, but they cannot do close-ups and never should because yeah. Batman looked weird close-up. Fucking Superman looked like a goddamn mongoloid Jimmy Durante. Yeah, I don't yeah. need that shit. Everything yeah, that, else that was good on. in this book. Yeah, everything else looked great. I'm telling you, all the, the things in the future and the past, that sort of thing with the I'm others, really interested. all look good. And I am interested. And, and he is now at least gained my trust for next issue and gained my trust that the things that I want to see like the future and past things with each individual hero that we're going to get. Now, again, you can point out one of the downfalls of this or one of the bad things of it is that he really can't write an issue with every character. No, not at all. He really can't. So you have Wonder Woman, which to me... The, Aqu- the Aquaman stuff, uh, it, going into this, I, I was a little intrigued. You know, here we go, Aquaman, whatever. I want to see the Wonder Woman shit, and I want to see the Cyborg shit. And we, and, and even I the Green Lantern, the too. Uh, yeah, and I just want to know what Flash. But the things that seem really cool would be Wonder Woman and this weird Tango Olympus. And the Green Lantern. And, and I want to see some of this Legion of Superheroes. Maybe this even goes to the point where when Cyborg leaves, he even gets... He gives them the incentive to make the Legion. Exactly. So, you That's know what, what it I mean? seems like to me because yeah. you know, when I when I was reading this issue and I saw that we were actually in the 30th century instead yes. of the 31st, I'm like, okay, 
and I saw the size of Brainiac 5 for one thing. Like, okay, yeah, he's these a little characters kid. are young. They are not superheroes yep. yet. Yeah, maybe this is like a weird impetus that gets them inspired to go on again. Maybe people are like, God damn it, you're ruining fucking, you know, the continuity of the Legion. But uh, we don't really have that continuity right now. Uh, going on we don't know whatever but i i'd like to see what's going on and i think it's pretty cool but yet he cannot seem to have an issue where everybody has something to do uh that's just going to be left for next issue and we'll see and even the the thing you said earlier the the light plague uh sounds fucking awesome to me i think that sounds fucking crazy i'd like to see that but yeah Yeah, we'll I would go give on. a seven point eight out of ten. Yeah, it's really good compared to his other. This is no four, and I, I just, I disagree with anybody who says that it is a piece of shit because we're getting explanation, and that's something that he never has. So I was impressed just by that. Uh, but we're gonna go off now to mail section number two. <laughs> Mixer, Dancing Mike. Uh, Dancing Mike sent that tonight. It's supposed to be for mail section number five because I've always bitched that we didn't have enough mail uh, songs, but we're not even going to have five mail sections tonight. Uh, So I figured we'd get it right away and get it out there and about, and I like it. Eric, I, I like it. Like it. I, actually, I actually had to mute my mic for that because I knew I was going to snicker throughout and I didn't want that to come through. <laughs> you didn't want that to come through, you laughing at throwing shade at you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's I'm good stuff. I'm a good stuff. sport. Yes, you are. Or are you? Are you really? No, no I'm going to bitch about this no. later on. Yeah. You'll hear the fucking shit. Because as we're, as we're recording this, we are live on Mixler and Dancing Mike's in the channel. They're talking to us. So you know, you don't want to get too upset with him. You should hear him, Mike. You should hear the shit he talks off the mic. Actually, Mike was here. Uh, we were kind of talking to him about crazy stories off the, off the air. Yeah. A lot of, uh, that's what you get in the mixer. You get a little after dark chat. A lot of stuff about herpes was being bandied about. Ah, uh, yes, but the first mail of mail section number two is going to be from Dancing Mike. This came along with the song. I, I'm telling you, this I'm actually sorry, came... breaking all the rules, but he brought a song with him, yeah. so he let it fly. And, uh, I did it last week. He was here with us in the chat last breaking week. Breaking all the, the guy, rules. The guy, he's off to the Ice Giraffes game. He cannot really uh you know send in mail early so it's always uh, it's always you late. Have all week you know when the ice antelope game is you fucking know this ice is antelope. the problem though is when he goes to the ice antelopes game uh and maybe even the ice uh aardvarks uh he gets inspired after a superhero night at the game and he's gonna go and do it uh, i just really oh, hope that the ice possums won 
Uh, I think that they did. It's very possible that the ice monkeys lost, though, Eric. It's up. It's up for the, you know, it's up for grabs. But, uh, I do think, though, that what really gets Mike going during a week is a week where Yarmir Yager has scored a goal. So he is going to have a good week because he had a goal this week. Yeah. Uh, at least one. The guy's like a, a timeless gem is what he dynamo is. dynamo that cannot be stopped. He is. He is what we all should aspire to be. Yaramir Yager, he has the he has the goddamn flowing mullet back. I mean, all is well, Eric. All is well. He's dating supermodels, scoring goals. That's the uh, mullet dancing right there. Mike. Yeah, Dancing Mike sent this in. He says, hi, Jim, Eric, and hello, mother. Well, here it is. The elusive male song for male section number five. No longer will you have to play songs all about Eric. I think we can agree <laughs> that those songs are all fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I like throwing those in. I really do like throwing them in because you do say, like, there is subtle differences right away. You can tell which is which and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And I like to think that you have a huge smile on your face every time we oh, play. When I record a male song, when I record a male song, I usually use an 80s song, Praise Jim, and take a shot of Eric. This time, I really mixed up. I used a 70s song and Praise Jim, and oh, yeah, I also took a shot at Eric. <laughs> he went 70s. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the song, and in the immortal words of Mae West, I never worry about diets. The only carrots that interest me are the ones I shove in my gaping cunt. <laughs> she was a harsh lady that day, West. <laughs> you know she what was good about it? You know what was good about it? And boy, that C word does not sound right coming out of anybody's <laughs> mouth. I feel bad saying that, but Mae West was a straight shooter, Eric. She did, she did not mince words. And she was always horny. That that is something that is a combination for the ages. Uh, I would like to say a young Eric Stray had that same problem, uh, but you've gotten older, Eric. You have a great yes. beard, uh, but you don't you you don't mince words anymore. Uh, still, but you're not as horny, right? You're not as horny. No, absolutely not. Thank God. I, I I wouldn't. I'd fucking walk backwards out of the room at work then if you were. If you just said that, <laughs> I'd be done. What am I, Toby? That's right. Uh, mail section number two. And uh, thanks, Mike. And thanks for the song. It's awesome. The next one's from Travis. This Chub Alert thing that the JLA has going. This is exactly what the all-new X-Men team came up with at Marvel. They have some device that they want to use to find street-level trouble and go to it. The new Champions book has the same thing, but it's just an app running on Viv or something like that. I like the idea, but haven't really seen it done well yet. Maybe the Champions will pull it off, but as long as the team has Lobo, I can't see them as a team that the masses are going to love them. Batgirl used to be good, and it's funny because we did get a... Uh, sent in. I don't even know if he wants us to say who did this. So I'm not going to say it, but I know who did it because he sent it in. But this is actually what the Trouble Alert sounds like in the JLA book. Trouble Alert! Trouble Alert! Trouble Alert! Trouble Alert! There it is. Oh, he would say that was Brett. He, Brett sent that in. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you, when, when we have the JLA book, I, it's on the soundboard, so it's, no, it's we, ready we to go. We got Space Hog for that. We got Trouble Alert. Oh, yeah, is yeah. A bunch of fucking uh, quote. Actually, it'd be this. Trouble Alert. Trouble Alert. That's when Lobo hears it. He's like, I'm fucking out of here. Street level fucking problems. I got my own goddamn street <laughs> level problems. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, thank you. Smell you later. Travis. Yeah, really. Frenny is next. And Frenny says, hi, guys. And hello, get fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. And how, ca how can I do this without hearing her saying Get her? fresh crew. 
Nice. That always makes me happy. Huh? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to jump right into it. So, Jim, you need to read this all the way through, rapid fire, no interruptions, in a very loud and agitated voice. Now, really, how or when do I ever read anything in a loud and agitated voice? Where do voice? you get off? <laughs> yeah, where do you get off? Yeah, you want to hear loud and agitated. Wait a couple sections of books later from this when I find out that Eric's neighbor is yelling at him again. And I got really angry. This is exactly what I was concerned about when they killed off New 52 Superman and brought back three Flashpoint Superman and Lois Lane. First, there was one too many Loises. Loisises. Then, one too many Clarkses. And a human one at that where do you get off? <laughs> and now, way too Trouble many fortresses. <laughs> this is Frenny. Frenny's reading it, and all of a sudden, they go to the goddamn Himalayan fortress. She fucking jumped on the space hog and got the fuck out of her. Uh, I do think the human Clark has got to be some kind of clone of the new 52 Clark, though, not the pre-Flashpoint Clark. I don't know. You gotta explain that goddamn fucking. You gotta explain that stupid fucking photo album. Then I don't agree that there was no connection between New Fifty Two Clark and New Fifty Two Lois. Yes, there was a connection. They were best friends. It doesn't matter though. They weren't lovers. They weren't lovers. Me and my lover. Me and my lover. Me and my lover here. We used to watch the sunset. Uh, they, they were best friends. And Clark clearly did have some type of crush on Lois in the beginning when she was supposed to be with him, that Jonathan Carroll tool, whatever happened to him. The Jonathan Carroll, Eric. I, I forgot completely about him so until she brought that up. Uh, it's just, this is over the top, Fernie. This is not the, hey, I like Lois and now you like her. This is the... We are supposed to be married and live forever together. And the this, only this connection we had like that was with Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, yes. Uh, they were close friends. She knew his secret identity f- uh, from being possessed by Brainiac or whatever, and that was kind of fucking pushed aside. Yeah, that was the fucking retconned or some shit. Yeah, so it's not like there was never any soul connection there. It's just that DC did not give it time to develop. I, I just They didn't want to go that route. No, the readership just demands... Yeah, the readership just demands that they go back to the way it used to be with Clark and Lois married, blah, 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 which is fine. I started reading comics in the day when Lois and Clark were engaged forever before they got married, so I get it. But I've always considered a huge mistake to just supplant the new Lois and Clark for the old Lois and Clark and think that would fix everything. It's crap. Wow. They just went for the easy fix instead of realizing what was fundamentally wrong with the universe we're in. Course correcting and developing the relationships between the new 52 characters naturally so that they, that we have a modernized version of how Lois and Clark get together. That's a rebirth, Eric. Sure is. Where is Maggie Sawyer, says Kate Kane. Sitting over there in Metropolis. Instead of all this weirdness with the Superman being forever out of sync, out of tune, out of whatever the fuck is going on with this goddamn fucking universe. Friend, you gotta watch it. You are a mother. No, she didn't read that. That was a little bit of my. Little saltiness. I added a little flavor. Now I'm sorry, though. Hopefully, the reborn story fixes all the stuff. Yeah, that maybe it will. With. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But maybe it will. Uh, I like. I like New Fifty Two Superman as a character. His books were goddamn wreck. They, they, yeah, they I, Actually, thinking back, it's weird for me to say that the the run and part that I enjoyed the most 
was Greg Pak's Action Comics. And I'm telling you, if I look at the, that's what Blanca and fucking, uh, Lana, the fucking Explorer, uh, if I would go back, I'm telling you it might be six issues at the most of what I liked. I, the and mine book, was the early time of like Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, and yeah, and really that I like that as well. But I'm saying just, and I guess that is his book. I, I just the Action Comics Superman of those two books, they were all. Uh, you, you started off with goddamn Grant Morrison just being given free reign to do whatever he fucking wanted crazy. to, and just went nuts with shit. I mean, it was shit. Where uh here I want to, you know, here's my identity. There's my oh my god, no, this. Eh, it was all over. He's wearing I'm this goddamn make wishes, jeans. My yeah, he had wishes genie. so that oh, people Johnny would Clark, forget. Oh, I, I, you know, I want the my parents to die then and this and everything was fucking, you know, thrown out there uh, willy nilly with nothing, to, you know, nobody there to stop him. Guy's a madman. And then even yeah. in that, they reference the death of Superman, even though it never happened. Yeah, yeah. And then you have, I mean, even go with the point where then you get to like, uh, you know, Hell, Hell yeah. and Krypton Returns, which I liked a little more, but still it had a lot still of problems. Had you had yeah. Krypt, uh, uh, Doomed and that sort of thing where shit was going crazy. Huh, yeah, yeah. You know what my favorite, I believe it was in Action Comics... My favorite Action Comics issue of the New 52 uh, was the Bizarro one. Remember that where he lost the beard and it was more of a Bizarro oh, story? Yeah, that was a good it, issue, yeah. It came out right before the DCYOU and was almost like a prelude to the Bizarro uh, deal. One of the best issues, I thought, of the whole uh, New 52. I really like that. I want to go back and read that again, but he lost the beard. Everybody loved Superman with that I goddamn beard. Superman. And it, it got it, it got taken off of him cartoon like like whoop it got <laughs> taken off. off by fairies i believe it was fucking nuts uh but i did like that issue but finest uh as we know all right uh i'm trying to find my way what? it was the fucking issue zero of convergence yeah yeah that was good of course now i'm totally attached to john's superboy so I can't say I totally regret the pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois, and can't we just get rid of them? I'm not saying that, but everything is a mess. Clark and Lana are not Clark and Lana. Clark and Bruce are not the world's finest as we know them. Nothing is it should be, and maybe that's what this reborn story is supposed to fix. But I doubt it. I'm very skeptical and worried. And that is one story. I actually, I know we have Trinity. It seems like such goofiness. I actually miss that Batman Superman book, even though a lot of that was even nonsense. But well, in the this rebirth, that over, in the rebirth, you. I would have loved for them to just come back with a world's finest book. You know what I mean? That because that, that would be a rebirth story type deal and the legacy and all that. And just have it be a fun book. I had a lot of problems with the Batman Superman book. But when I think back on it, I always go to that Tom Taylor two-parter, so which I love because that I want so to be great. more like that. Yep, that was so great. And Lobo was in that. That's one yeah. story. We even we talked about it in our end of year awards. That's one of the things there. If people would say like, "Hey, what are some of the cool things of the new Fifty Two? That Tom Taylor Batman uh, Superman arc deal, that little mini arc, fucking awesome. I loved it. Uh, another thing was the last issue of Stormwatch. That whole Stormwatch twenty nine issues were a bunch of garbage. The thirtieth issue that Sterling Gates wrote. Uh, I fucking read it the Go other day again. It was so fucking good. It was so good. And, and it went back to like the original team and shit. And it was really good. Like we said, there's some, I like that bizarro issue that ended that, that deal of action comics. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff. 
Uh, even like you go back to that Batman annual where the anchoress was in it. Yeah, that we, Marguerite we Benet, like that uh, read that. Marguerite we really Benet enjoyed that. Yeah, we really like that. There's so many good things that it's just you have to wade through stuff. And by the end, like Frenny's talking about Superman, the fucking truth story with that, it was nonsense. Oh, it's it was awful. It was awful. And then the final days of Superman we thought was going to really be good because the first issue that was first really issue good. Was so good. And it all fell apart again. So I'm telling you, you may pine for the new 52 Superman. I like the character because when we did see him done well, it was really good. Uh, I don't want that nonsense again, though. You know what I mean? It's just nonsense. The whole point of restarting the universe was to be able to retell those legendary stories, update them for modern times to do that. Don't go back to some parts of the old universe, but not all of them, and have all disjointed bullshit. If you ask me what I really want, I want New 52 Clark Superman to come back from the dead, a return of Superman rebirth, if you will. I want New 52 Lois not to be dead. Really. Pre or uh, Rebirth Lois is a drunk. I hate to say it, <laughs> New 52 Lois, she was a bit of a bitch. Yeah. She was not, and people who, now, Frenny, you liked her, a lot of people, that was one of their biggest complaints of the New 52, that Lois was a bitch. She really was. Now, again, in the, this is talking, you know, inside shop or whatever, if you didn't read before Rebirth, but in the true story, I do think Superman was being more of a dick than he should have with her. Because she did out him. She did, you know, she told everybody his identity, uh, which was a big thing. But she did it thinking she was going to save him. Yeah. But even before that, I just, I could never, she seemed very cold to me throughout the New 52 and just kind of a bitch. But she's always wanting to get that story first, though. I remember uh, the freaking Lois Lane one shot that she was in was fucking garbage as well. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, I actually reviewed that too. That was fucking nonsense. And I went, and I think. That might have been Anosenti, but it may have been Mar- I, I think I, it was Marguerite Benet. I think it was Marguerite Benet, and it was just they had a one shot that seemed to be going somewhere, and it didn't. It never went nowhere. Uh, but again, even in the New Fifty Two, uh, Frenny even pointed it out earlier and kind of hinted at it. She had Brainiac powers at one point. It was fucking ridiculous. And I want pre-Flashpoint Lois and Clark to be retired to some pocket universe where they can grow all together and leave John here to do his superheroing with Damien and he can visit his parents for holidays and stuff. Jesus Christ, poor little boy. <laughs> Actually, they could leave. He'd never know it for like three years. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. always gone. Wonder, wonder just like college. Back. Yeah, just like college at boarding school. He'd just sit there and eat pizza. Uh, then everything can go back to how it's supposed to be with the relationships among the Trinity and Justice League and basically every other character in the universe that Soups has a special bond with Nightwing, Flash, everybody, all those relationships would be intact. Uh, So I just want to point out, is it odd to you that we have not seen that Clark eating that crazy bunch of, you know, sugary foods and stuff since that one time. Oh, like that was such a big it. thing. I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah, I, I wish that like that continued kind of on. Yeah, I wish that continued on then. Again, that would be a Superboy Prime, maybe. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the pre-Flashpoint Superman. He was my Superman. I will always love Superman, but that guy is an anachronism in this universe. Unless they're going to completely scrap the New 52, we need the New 52 Superman back. White Wally West needs to be the pre-Flashpoint Wally West and find a way to get back to that universe so he can be with Linda and uh, Jay and yeah, Iris and he, whoever he ain't from that universe. What's that? No, he's not. He ain't from that universe. Nah, they, they're very confusing with that, though. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense that Convergence obliterated that universe and it doesn't exist anymore. That's what they need to fix. It kind of actually just made it out there. You know what I mean? 
they they did change supposedly well, change the, thing, the that, crisis. Like, they, they didn't. Yeah, they did not freaking obliterate this thing. The whole thing is he put the t- the places back in their timeline. But the reason he plucked these out of time is because that timeline was about to be obliterated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just put it back to where it was, and then Flashpoint rode over top of that, made yep. it so it never existed. Yeah, Connor needs to come back from the dead too. Punch a hole in reality. Bring back the multiverse properly, and then everyone go back their respective timelines. Yeah, and we can carry on with letting the new 52 universe develop toward its own maturity. She's I'm completely drained now, and now that I've typed all that out, I kind of feel like I should have been a, a rant and rave. <laughs> that would have been good, Frenny. Out. The next mail, and thanks, Frenny. Thanks, Frenny. And then Frenny just loves Superman, and... I know it's exciting for us to kind of, who is this or whatever, but I can see where even Frenny must just be there, like, as a huge fan of just Superman. That's her main deal. Just thinking, why the fuck are you fucking around with him? Exactly. You know what why I mean? Why the hero like, I enjoy a comic Yeah, this must right just now. be so she can't even enjoy, while we're enjoying the intrigue and the mystery, she just wants to fucking have her Superman back and get on with it, you know? We have these other books that we read, though. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? I still have Nightwing, and I still have Flash and all these yeah. other things that I want to like. And uh, she's got to wade through all this fucking bullshit. And, and really, too, it's almost like you're finding out then, like, she's there with Beta Breath, where we're like, oh man, is it Superman Prime? Oh my God, this will be so cool, whatever. She's like, just fucking tell me what the fucking Superman's going to be, and please make it be the one I like. You know what <laughs> I mean? That this could end up being the biggest, biggest disaster for her reading comics, where all of a sudden she's out. Because of what happens where everybody else is all like, oh, you know, they don't really have a horse in the game. They just want to see what the fuck's going on. But uh, the next email is from Brett. And Brett says, what is up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the entire Get Fresh crew? Do, do. What's up, Brett? Hope everyone had a great week. Batman. He's just going right in. Batman. Batman was amazing. Look about Batman and Bane. At the same time, made me actually care more for Bane and pull more for him than Bruce. After reading this, I feel like Bats is the villain in this arc. Bane has had it so rough and wants the pirate back to help himself. And thoughts on that premise? How do you feel about Bane after this issue? Uh, I said, I think in my review, I said that I can understand Bane. It doesn't really make me want to hang out with him. No, I'm not going to have not. a beer with him. And it really doesn't even, I do feel bad for him, but it doesn't take out like me saying like he's the better of the two. Yeah, Bruce has some fucking like we said he's got some rich boy uh you know first world problems going on here uh but still you know this is a like a concept that's been explored in previous like you know back through the years and shit like that so everything we got here wasn't really new to me no no duality of it the way it was presented was cool that's why i even said i've always felt bad for bane to a degree but it's hard to feel bad for monsters yeah yeah in my review thing or in the beginning when we were talking about i did say uh it is a cliched thing, and you are treading some, you know, crazy ground when you do this. How Tom King decided to do it with the duality of that and whatever, he just did it so well that even if was, it was, I was done talking before, to you earlier this week about an old story. I think it was back in the nineties, or maybe the late nineties, where at one point it seemed like Bane might have been a Wayne. Yeah, and a Wayne. To find out about this, and him and Batman were working together to find this out. Yeah, and, and it, he it, finally realized yeah. that that was not true. No, and. Uh, the thing is, where I also go from this is that the the biggest thing that I thought was the difference between them and why I thought that, you know, Bane ends up uh, being the stronger character maybe in this issue uh, and going forward is that at one point, or maybe it doesn't, maybe it makes Bruce more of a stronger character. Bruce did not have to do what he did. 
He did not have to become Batman. He did not have to avenge his parents or whatever. At the point, Bane had to do what he had to do or he was going to die in that prison. He had to get out. So everything up until the point where they decide what they're going to do and go forward, whatever, Bane, this was for his survival it seemed like at a point Bruce was doing it as a goddamn hobby. You know what I mean? He's walking the tightrope. Oh, mother, look at me on the tightrope while yeah. Bane is punching a fucking wall every minute of the day to get the fuck out. That's pretty strong stuff. Uh, and again, you, you would think that Bane, it would have only taken one little bit of kindness to swing him in a better direction, and he never got that, uh, where Batman did have that all around, even if it was just from Alfred. But it seemed like, you know, Bruce had some people around and a lot of people helping him and stuff like that. But yeah, I did feel bad for Bane, but it he doesn't have make got him me more help because he's talking to his goddamn mother. Yeah, I know. It again. doesn't make me uh, think that I love the guy or think he's a good guy. He's not. He's a bad yeah. guy. And you get the whole thing. This also leads to you start thinking about stuff and you have people where, you know, you have the people that grew up in the worst fucking things that could possibly happen to them end up being the best people ever and vice versa you have pieces of, you know this is your decision and bane has taken it to be pretty much a bad guy you know what i mean yeah and you can't you, the way that i think maybe brett's looking at it is now you can say oh well when he does this you have to realize and no no you don't this is the sort of goddamn crazy ass explanation that gets people like oh well his dad beat him so he beat his no the, issue, what, the fucking madness. The man, no. The madness has to oh. end at some point. My dad was a piece of shit to me. It doesn't really mean that's why I'm a piece of shit to my kids. I've made myself my own piece of shit, Eric. <laughs> I'm not carrying on a legacy. You're making uh, your own piece of shit legacy. Yes, that's right. And I hope that when my kids grow up, they become their own pieces of shit themselves. That's right. uh, the next book, he says, Superman. Superman was okay. I wanted more. Was the tower in the beginning with Mr. Oz, the Infinity Court Tower, but that, like in the future or another dimension? Oh. I, it didn't look like that to me. It looked like, uh, you know, more of an enclosed fucking thing. But, oh, great. Someone escaped. But for, from the look, it must be someone big, as in size big, since those drawings were huge. Any thoughts? I told you when we talked it about like it, to me is. it looked like maybe heat vision is caught. Because even if the guy's huge, what, are they carving it with his goddamn finger? They do. don't seem to be. Now, again, you saw Tim Drake have his tools with him. Mr. Oz does not do a proper cavity search when he is incarcerated, people. He really you should do that. you got to get in there deep, balls deep. Balls deep. I don't know. Maybe balls inserted in that one. I feel like there is a bigger connection to the Infinity Court after reading Justice League these past two weeks. Now, remember, you're saying the Justice League book with brian hitch who doesn't even know oa is blown up and yeah. isn't around so don't really go too far into it what he says like there's more of them in the whole rebirth scene maybe one of them is mr oz but older i was disappointed because it was basically a story about john disappearing uh the end i left with more questions and truly the best part was the beginning that just gave us more questions to wrap up in three more issues so he's worried he's worried it's not going to be but uh I tell you, if this is what it seems to be, they're going to start giving us answers to this issue. That's actually quicker than I thought they were going to. So we'll see. You really Just to, and really, if we're going to find out who that Clark is, it, it's going to answer a lot of questions uh, of what happened in this issue. Uh, he better It better be somebody that I can grasp that has some sort of teleportation powers and shit like that. 
Justice League. I still don't like it. The art was awful. Page six has a close-up of Batman that was terrible. The splash page yeah. of Superman with a huge all, nose all on page 12 made him look gross. Who would be more responsible for the art in this book? The penciler? Yes. The yep. issue basically just points out that Superman is important. Newsflash, we know that. But this is a Brian Hitch. Uh, that is very big with Hitch. However, at the end of the issue is that a large brainiac kaiju baby. It was just weird. That better not be Telos. That's what Manship thinks. He put on the site. He thinks that's Telos. This is giving me a terrible convergence vibe. Battles throughout time. Green-looking machine creatures. I feel that Hitch is currently reaching into the wrong bag of tricks. I liked it. I liked that it was straightforward. I really liked the Aquaman stuff. Nightwing. I don't know if you remember, but a couple weeks back I emailed you to say uh, you thought maybe the next person to have a kid. Jokingly, you answered Simon and Jessica, Ollie and Canary, and Wally and Linda were guests. Who would have thought Nightwing? I don't even remember that. I actually hope Dick has a kid. Uh, instead of hanging upside down outside and having sex with your girlfriend, in which everyone in the surrounding apartments can see you and know who you are, maybe you should be spending your time inside watching Netflix and chill and protecting yourself, Dick. And by protect, I mean all senses of the word. It's funny. If they were upside down, isn't that how you have a boy? Finally, should we know who Deathwing is? I know. No. We're going to find out. Green Lantern. Be awesome if he is an Earth 3 character, right? Green Lantern. Was this the first backstory of Valthoom? I read zero Green Lantern issues for the past 20 years until Rebirth. Should I know this guy more? He sounds pretty badass. Is there a really short background you could give? Or did this issue tell me all I need to know? We will be talking about it in the next section. Yeah. And there is a lot of problems with this. The Valthum was a character that was really spelled out, you know, fairly decently by Jeff Johns. I mean, it was a, he was an intriguing character. They had a lot of shit about him. And and the shit that you see in this book is not what we saw before. But Eric, you tell it. We dealt with a like ten issues of it in Jeff John's freaking run between. Yeah. I want to say, you know, actually, it's probably even sooner than that because from the time the Guardians started with the Third Army at the beginning of the New Fifty Two, we're dealing pretty much with Volthoom stuff until issue number twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of stuff in the New Fifty Two, and just on a basic level, Sam Humphreys fucks up so much here. That it's, and again, you, you read it and it does make him a sympathetic character, which he was not before. And it seems that Sam Humphreys really wants to get you that sympathy for him, thinking that the Green Lanterns completely fucked him. Uh, he was more of a villain when we first saw him, more of a power hungry guy who just yeah. didn't want to share the, the light to the universe. And because of that, they had to shut him down. Uh, the whole thing about this is this Valthum was a reason why the Manhunters were not in this issue. It was a reason why they were afraid of shit. At, not in this issue. There's a lot of stuff that is glossed over and even yeah, added in. in. I'm telling you, sense. you get upset at some of the things. The thing with the the heart is the worst. That that is nothing that happened before. Where yeah. they they took their emotions. The Guardians got rid of their emotions because they wanted to police the uh the universe in a way that wasn't guided by emotion when they did that they buried that motherfucking you know their their Malthus. fucking emotions in Malthus underneath and this they put it in his chest and it, that doesn't make any sense it makes no sense at all it's not what happened before and i swear to god that's the one thing that gets me angry and shouldn't continue from here on out it doesn't make sense 
It really doesn't make sense that they would just take their, again, they took their emotions so that they could judge and rule the universe or help guide the universe without emotions getting in the way. Here it makes it seem like it was a goddamn experiment and they just wanted to put their emotions in fucking Volthoom. It makes no sense. Why would they do that? No idea. And then, oh, I had to mainline the fucking space. No, it doesn't. What happened was he showed up and was almost like, you know, kind of like a space Jesus and started teaching the Guardians about the spectrum. Here it seemed like they had to make it reverse and that the Lanterns or the Guardians kind of taught him a little more and stuff. And he was called the first Lantern not because he had the ring. It was because of what he knew and the knowledge he possessed and gave to them. And then eventually a ring did, you know, he did try and he grabbed the first ring. But this was before it says, even when you look up his thing, they just called him the first liner before that. And they looked at him as something great. They looked at him as, you know, somebody who really helped them out at one point. Just not. Then he went crazy. Yeah, then he went crazy. And he was power hungry. And he, you know, all that. He had to create some manhunters to stop him. But yeah, you also miss and where I would say the biggest thing, Brett, if you go back and read the stuff in the New 52, if you really wanted to search it out, or if you just want to just go to Wikipedia or go to one of these, you know, Green Lantern wikis type deal that people make, fans make, and read, just read through the synopsis of the Third Army story and the Wrath of the First Lantern and stuff like that, which I did again because I wasn't even reading it as much. Eric read all those. Uh, I wasn't reading all of those crossovers and stuff. When we first started, we had our own books and went our own separate ways with those yeah. uh, reviewing. And when I read it, it was actually very interesting. And I think the story had so much more depth and also led into more things uh, that happened, like Cronus Gauntlet that he made that ended up with Hal Jordan and the Renegade. So, like, a lot of things were what we were basing all of this rebirth on, and now it's just taken and kind of smashed apart. Uh, but if you don't care about the Green Lanterns, it really doesn't matter, right? No, doesn't at all. So. God, new readers don't give a fuck about this because apparently no. this is what it is. Yeah, and people seem to love it. But uh, we we've seen. We were talking this week where writers, even and fans, uh, people have very short memories. Like things happen. And people just go with it. They're like, okay, you're showing me. And it's nice that Sam Humphreys took the time for an issue with Volthoom. There was no reason why he couldn't give us what was supposed to be the thing. Now, again, people are like, he might be lying. And this, uh, well, then show us and give us a little hint of that. But Seriously, because if we get one issue of him lying, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fallen Rise of Captain Adam. It was much more boring this week, but we find out that he does have a son, too. DC heroes are having kids left and right now. Could his son be a reboot of Major Force? Any thoughts? I know it doesn't fit the regular story or names, but it may be interesting to see a different look at the character. I thought that Captain Adam, on his new like incarnation, he looks a lot like Major Force himself, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll see. And lastly, Fan Theory of the Week. Kathy's grandpa, Cobb is Martian Manhunter. He's been hiding for years. Wouldn't be really years, but this theory makes him weird and creepy, but still a good guy, and he's been keeping tabs on pre-Flashpoint Superman. Why was he, has he been keeping tabs? Beats me. Boom, I called it, and you will all be jealous when it comes true. Have a great week, gents. And Does that mean that Kathy's a new Miss Martian? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe she's Miss Martian? I don't know. Yeah, that would really throw, like, where would you go with that, with those characters? They they would have to just disappear because there's yeah. already too many characters in this book. And that's I don't see Cobb eating enough cookies for me to believe that that's freaking, you know, Martian That would Manhunter. be good if all of a sudden we it, like, pulls back and we're like, he was eating a lot of cookies. 
Yes, he's uh, all about dairy because you need milk with your cookies. But yes, shit, you I don't do. Know. I know that. Uh, here's a little uh, shout out here. P.S. With Dancing Mike's musical talent and hearing that you also used to be in a band, Jim, I was thinking we should start a band. I play the drums. Ryan from the chat plays bass. We could call ourselves Panic at the Costco. Think about it. No rush, as in getting back to me. We could play Rush if you wanted. You son of a bitch. You did it now. Uh, way, way back. What was that? Like episode six? Way back somewhere around there where fucking me, me and you both went off of how much we hate Rush. I can't stand Rush. Here's the deal. I'll tell you. Brett plays the drums. That means he's probably a Rush fan. That's the yeah. only Rush fans I've really ever met were guys who played the goddamn drums. They all think they're Neil Peart back there with their fucking 80-piece goddamn fucking drum set. Playing in fucking odd time signatures. You can't dance to that, Eric. You can't. Uh, well, go, go. I, I can't dance because these guilty feet have. They don't have any rhythm, Jim. That is true. Uh, really, guilty feet never, never have rhythm. They might have uh, like corns or, or shit like that. It's fucking ingrown toenails. Uh, Brandon's next. Last uh, mail of this section. Brandon says, "Sup, fellas." Just a few general no, notes and comments about the pods over the last week or so. Detective Comics, I have the answer as to why Batman Bruce is so quick to jump the gun and suggest ballet for Cassandra instead of any of the pick of your sports. Gotham Knights teams like the normal man would. In case everyone forgets, Bruce was a longtime season ticket holder for all the various Gotham Knights teams around the city. That was until Catwoman stole the night on the poor man, and now he wants nothing to do with any of them. <laughs> she stole the knights. Uh, traded all those season tickets in the Seat Geek and StubHub to buy tickets to all the ballets in town. How could the continuity kid look over this one? He's now a fancy guy at the ballet. Number two, ah, Manship, it's great to have you back, old friend. Keep those stories coming. In honor of Manship's return, I'll share a story about my middle brother, who would also Manship around the house at night after nights of drinking. Long story short, one night, middle of the week, my mom wakes up for work when my brother, butt-ass naked, passed out on the couch with clothes nowhere around him or throughout the house he went out in. Uh, naturally, my mom, perplexed, just went to work chalking it up to my brother just in general being a shit show. Well, on her way home from a, from college that day, on the way home from college that day, I, as I pull in the driveway, I decided to wash my car, go to the side of the house to get those the hose and see clothes and underwear just lying there. Well, they stunk like shit. So despite my brother still refusing to admit it this day, he got so drunk he shit himself, stripped naked outside, cleaned off with the hose and left everything there to stink of the hot buffalo sun. Ah, uh, drinking in your 20s. Some of us handle it better than others. Adults don't shit their pants there. I'm what to watch? Dude, this reminded me a bit, though, because I remember back when, like, I guess we had to have been like 20 years old, maybe 19. My buddy Tommy, his parents went away from like Friday to Sunday, so we had a long weekend. We had a three-day goddamn party. They might have even been long, like out longer than that, but we had a three-day party, and I didn't last the whole goddamn time, but Tommy is hosting this fucking three-day party. At one point, I want to say it was Sunday afternoon, he woke up on his couch in the living room, butt-ass naked. People were just laid out everywhere. And he gets up, and he's walking around trying to figure out what the fuck happened because he's yeah. buck naked. And Tommy's not a – like, he's a shy kind of guy. He doesn't do anything fucking buck naked. And he walks into his dining room, and there he sees his clothes laid out on the floor as if he – vaporized through them really? and closes the light out like that. So he has to think to himself, sometime in the middle of the night, him being drunk as shit got naked and laid these clothes out like this. Nice. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Ay, ay, ay. That is crazy. Speaking of Brandon, he's in the chat now. He's drunk. 
He's a drunkard. He's talking drunk stories while being drunk. Uh, He goes on now. He has a suggestion. He has a movie suggestion. He says, what to watch? King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, which is a documentary that me and you both love. Love that Uh, movie. Listen, listen, this is a documentary filmmaking. It's fine. It's what's more electric than four adult male men fighting about the highest score ever in Donkey Kong. It's like a real-life version remake of The Wizard starring Fred Savage. Give it a watch. If you're bored, I say give it a watch at any point. It's awesome. At one point, even, Manship was was trying to get a hold of a copy. He couldn't find a copy of it, and he couldn't see it anywhere. And I was desperately trying to find a copy. I was going to send it to him if I could find it. Uh, Eventually, he ended up finding somewhere online or something that he watch it probably it's funny manship like it's nowhere i'd probably type it it's on youtube or something yeah. uh but yeah it's it's awesome it has one of the biggest and best villains of all time which is our man billy mitchell sure who is. who just looks evil acts evil but i say the secondary villain that goddamn ref uh, is that guy? He is the Twin just, Galaxies ref. Twin Galaxies ref is just fucking nonsense. That guy is the biggest fanboy of Billy Mitchell. So you are fighting. That guy was fighting against all odds to try to get what he wanted uh, and to have the biggest, you know, highest score in Donkey Kong. Uh, and then in the meantime, Billy Mitchell, he's just walking around that goddamn fucking American flag shirt, talking about his goddamn hot sauce. No, he's American dick. flag tie. Yeah, he was at the time. Yeah, it was the time. I'm like, you just like you. There's no way you can be a good guy. It's like you're trying too hard to present this like yeah. this persona. Fucking, like, I hate you are him. hiding something. You yeah, little I monster. Hate him. Uh, I'll just add. I'm gonna add something Allegedly. in there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna add a movie <laughs> in there that I don't know that Brandon has seen or whatever. This is from 2005. It is another. Uh, documentary that i think is great that seems to have slipped through the cracks that people don't know and it's called murder ball and i don't think you've seen it eric right it's about the uh they say it on here it's the physically disabled athletes who play wheelchair rugby uh in the like you know the disabled the paralympic games uh it's awesome it's really good and it's about the rivalry between canada and u.s these two teams and it involves guys leaving the teams to go to canada the to because they want to beat the uh, it's nuts and these guys are pretty kick-ass so the one guy is like he's kind of the star of the whole thing he's this fucking guy who he's a you know he's crippled he's on a wheelchair but boy he is kick-ass i really like it i'm just looking thing has uh 98 in rotten tomatoes it's really really good so if anybody can get a hold of murder ball uh, i suggest it i i think it's great Real and people make me sad oh geez you, you think they're robots or cyborgs or something. <laughs> no these guys are pretty you know they don't let their disability hold them back and they are the one guy i'm telling you it, it reminds me of me if i was on the wheelchair like this guy's gonna cheat he is fucking rough oh it's good uh but yeah it, the the King of Kong is awesome too. It really is. And when that came out, it was it was pretty big in the geek Hell community yeah, or whatever. But yeah, I haven't heard much uh, from that lately. I think people have forgotten about it. It's yeah, weird. I like, do. I about, think people you know, forget about everything. Is easiest to get now. Yep. More than ever before, and nobody knows anything anymore. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Some people out there are like, what's Donkey Kong? Mm. 
I'll kill everyone. Books of the week. Light week for me overall. Just a few DC books, but both were pretty damn good. Batman was a great issue. I think Bane is walking directly in another Batman trap when he enters Arkham. He's going to get locked in that damn inescapable Joker cell on his way to get the pirate. My only complaint is that when Bane is beating the hell out of Batman, he replies all bloody with his comment, Bane, shut up. I wish his dialogue was, Bane, your mother's a whore. Or Bane, go fuck yourself. Something real filthy to really yeah, piss something. him off even more. He's purposely trying to just piss him off. Just go all the way, Bats. <laughs> that would be good. Bane, Bane, your mother. Here's a Bane, your mother's a whore. What's that, Batman? I'm trying to do that voice. My mother's dead. Really? So is mine. Give it here, buddy. Let's hug it out, bitch. And then over. It's over. And then he's like, you know what? Just give me two days with the pirate. I want to I wanna heal Gotham Girl. And then you can have him because legitimately you seem like a better guy off the venom. Uh, but just do me a favor. Just wear some goddamn clothes and don't sit on skulls. I can't do that, Batman. That's how I want to be. All right, I can't live your life, buddy. Let's just shake on it. And then they go off. They're the fucking end. Actually, it'd be funny if, if actually I want... He's like, give me the pirate, Batman. And Batman's like, really? Um, I just want to... I have this girl that was affected by Psycho Pirate. She, I just need two more days. Can you just wait two days, please? Yeah, I guess I could do that. Yeah, All right. That's reasonable. Hey. Yeah, that seems okay. Just two days, you promise just two? Yeah, just two. I, I promise you. All right. They really, they want to make it. Is, you know, here's the no. There's a big problem days. that I. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. But the the biggest problem is is that you had uh, Bronze Tiger there to explain what this, you know, being off of Venom does. Like, oh my God, you, and it's almost leading to a point where you think that's supposed to show you why. Bane has gone crazy to get Psycho Pirate. The problem is he's fully on Venom, so he does not have this going on. You know what I mean? He's Venomed up. He now just wants fucking, you know, Psycho Pirate, I think, just because Batman took him. And, uh, I don't know. It, no, it just seems choice. a little silly. Just seems a little silly. And Batman's like, listen, I have an all-expense pay, uh, trip. It's a week long. Just go on this cruise. They got kick-ass fucking games and shit people in the conga line. You got a goddamn buffet. You'd Nobody love it, Nobody wants to Bane. go on a cruise. Yeah, he would. He's like, oh, that, I don't know. I'm getting tired. Eric. I can't do my Bane. I, know, I never really have a Bane to do. But next issue, Superman. Like the issue excited, uh, uh, like the issue, excited for this arc to really get roaring, but I think it's total bullshit they published that teaser in the back of the issue with all those random dudes who are maybe possibly the fake Clark. You've had this story building forever and then just go and ruin it in the back at the start of your big Superman crossover. That's why I looked at that. Brandon actually sent me like, oh my god, why the fuck are they doing that? And I'm like, okay, Mixoplick, nope. Like everybody on that list, I'm like, it's not them. They're, you know, you're not going to give us these hints. These are all the people they're not. Anyway, throwing my hat in for Eradicator, or I think it may be something not shown there at all. Eradicator. Oh, Eradicator. Yeah, Eradicator. Uh, what happened if that Clark all of a sudden pulled out those fucking, you know, Randy those Macho Man Savage yeah, fucking glasses? glasses? Would fucking you be glasses. like, holy shit, it's the Eradicator. I don't That's, ever want to see him again. Yeah, yeah. Power Rangers by Boom is honest to God, one of my favorite books going right now. If I had a $25 all-publisher pull list, this would make it for me. Hey, Brandon, you're going against the rules. 
This is this is the fucking way that these goddamn people in Buffalo like to play it loose, Eric. You know, you don't do this. I know, Brandon, you get stuck in your goddamn house all winter because it's snowing. You don't change the rules. It's Buffalo's a $25 DC pull list. Jesus Breaking Christ. Breaking the rules all the time. Yeah. Jeez, that, that's why they make the nuclear wings. It just lets them know they're alive. That's the only way they feel alive, Eric, eating chicken wings. All right, gents, I'm out, Brandon, Beamer 3660 we're going to go up to the Marvel Minute where the big winner of the week was the Clone Conspiracy Omega Number 1. Now, yeah, I right. will tell you that I did look at uh, other people's reviews, and it's not getting reviewed well. But <laughs> I, I'm going to defer to Brandon that he maybe he likes it and he'll explain to us why, and I'll believe him more than these other son of a bitches out there. Uh, so we'll see what he says now. And then we'll be back with the green section of books. All right, Weird Science, how we doing this week? This is Brandon. I'm coming at you guys along with Trevitt for the Marvel Minute, Marvel Half Hour, whatever all you guys feel like calling it. Uh, we're here to bring you, uh, by winner of vote, Clone Conspiracy Omega number one. And we got quite the creative team on this bad boy here. And the credits are fucked up throughout the book. So everyone is getting lumped together here at the beginning. <laughs> uh, if you notice the credits in the beginning saying who does what story, as far as artists go anyway, don't match what happens in the story later when they pop up. So I really don't know who's doing what here. Uh, um, book. I do believe Mark Bagley did the Peter David story and Stuart Amonin did the last yeah. story. Although yeah, they both seemed rushed, like really yeah, that's rushed. That's how it, it's supposed to match up, but the inkers and shit uh, and the oh, colors yeah. are all mixed up throughout the book. So Yeah, because certain certain um, pencilers always work with particular inkers and it doesn't match up. You're correct. Yeah, it's not matching up right. So no. we're going to lump everybody together and our writing team on the entire issue is Dan Slott, Christos Gage, and Peter David. The legendary and, Peter David. <laughs> he's been less legendary lately on Marvel, trust me. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Our team of Corey T. Smith, Justin Ponser, Mark Bagley, John Dell, Jason Keats, Stuart Amonin, Wade Von Grawbadger, who wins Name of the Day, and Richard Isano. That is a sweet ass name. Wade Von Grawbadger. That's, oh my God, that's going to be my alias from now on. Yeah, Grawbadger is a badass last name. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is a Marvel Comics publication. And let's get into our blurb here before we spit the bit with you guys here about Clone Conspiracy Omega number one. Uh, we finally, I think, have our ending for real this time to the Dead No More Clone Conspiracy Spider event. Third time is a charm after all. So what has the latest adventures in Clone Saga Madness brought into the Spider-Man mythos? And is it worth the price of admission for $4.99? Stay tuned and find out as we spit the bit about Clone Conspiracy Omega Number 1 and its setup for the future of the Spider-Books. Yeah, so uh, like I said, this is really kind of the third ending to this goddamn story. Um, oh depending God. how you look at it, because the event ended with Issue 5. We then had a Amazing Spider-Man issue 24 tie-in, kind of wrapping things up further. And then this Omega issue comes out to wrap things up even further. Uh, so what do you think about that there, buddy? 
Oh my god, I'm so goddamn tired of Clone Wars. I know. Um, I, I like endings, but this has been fucking beating a dead horse, goddamn. Oh god, it's so painful. Like they make it this like this experience that you have to go through. Like they they want it's like they want you to be happy it's over or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, and and I think they wanted a vehicle to launch um Scarlet Spider some way somehow, and they also wanted like. I don't know, to show off Stuart Amonin before issue 25, even though it's rushed and doesn't look halfway as good as any other Stuart Amonin art. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, no it's really kind of weird. It feels like Dan Slott finished Clone Conspiracy issue five, and then he's like, eh, I didn't really finish that. Let me take Amazing next. And then he's like, eh, I didn't finish that either. Let me get an Omega <laughs> issue here before we squeeze 25 in in a couple weeks. Um, and, and you know what? It The, the quality could have been better and my brother made a point the other night that i never even thought of that dan slot is like think about all writers they work on five six seven books at a time dan slot yeah. only works on spider-man this should be mm -hmm. without a doubt amazing at issue five you know mm -hmm. like i mean his whole yeah, entire should, should focus it, is it should have been a little tighter i mean he does uh silver surfer too that's his other book, oh yeah that comes out re really like four times a year i don't know what whenever he wants on with that book uh yeah, whatever he wants, that book comes out. Yeah, him so and Michael that's Allard. a weird situation. But uh, well, let's get into things here. We'll discuss the issue, and then we'll we'll rant about things at the end here. Uh, so basically, this issue starts off um, kind of recapping the ending of, of the event, basically. Uh, okay. And it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of done this in, in Amazing 24 and Clone Conspiracy 5, kind of recapping the ending to 4. Uh, so we kind of see just the aftermath of, of all the clones um, laying around after the signal went off. Some have survived it and are now healed. Some are dead and have basically turned into clone ash on the floor. And some survived and, and, and are dying. Yeah. Well, we just got shit going down in, in all different sh ways, shapes, and forms. Uh, and that's kind of really the first issue because it, it's hard to figure out what the rules are to all this clone stuff when, when you. Yeah, you have some of the people dead, some of them still alive, some of them totally healed, uh, and some of them still sick. How they initially, um, so it's a little confusing. Uh, we run into a Dr. Clarkson, who was the uh, Indian lady doctor who was working with Scarlet Spider slash Jackal uh, to perfect this cloning process. Is that also the woman at the beginning? Of, now I'm, I might be thinking of somebody else, but the the lady who um, during the Zodiac storyline who Parker like always had a problem with who who she kind of like ran a certain division of Parker Industries or is no, that somebody? that's San that's Sanjay. Oh, okay, all right, I was confused. Not Sanjay, I might be fucking up <laughs> that name. One of the people that call him Rant and Rage. Yeah, I think uh, Sanjay's a boy's name. So. Yeah, she, she was an Indian lady as well, but uh, I forget what her name. Fuck, what's her name? We haven't seen her in forever, but it started with an S, I want to say. It might be Sanjay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I really do, but I know exactly who you're talking about. That's somebody different, though. I, I, I'll have to go back to... Uh, right, for a second, I thought that was her. So I was previous like, issues. No, this is, this is a, a doctor. That lady is just kind of... Uh, was. Peter's right-hand man, um, basically throughout the superior, towards the end of the superior arc, and then when Peter jumped back in his body 
and uh, Doc Ock left. She kind of knew something was up and was trying to figure it out. Okay. Um, and, and I don't, I, I have to read that volume again. I don't really remember if she got the answer or not, but she, she got fired. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, he fired her. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to see her again down the line. I, I think she'll be popping back up sooner or later. Dan Slott doesn't usually forget characters that, that he's brought spotlight to. But yeah, anyway, Dr. Clark Clarkson is somewhat different. Um, and basically, she's informed our heroes that there are people in these cloning chambers uh, that are that are defrosting. And Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, Kane, and Anna Maria get walked into these chambers and start running into these people that have basically gotten back into their old bodies. So th it's, it's hard to explain. If you've been reading this, you, you'll understand it. If you haven't, this is going to be weird. The yeah. clones were basically like avatars. So these people were put in these chambers, uh, a little like Wonder Woman, and the clone bodies they were put into had all their memories and everything, but they weren't mm -hmm. these people. You mean like Adriana and Wonder Woman? Like she, they were in these little tubes, and she was in that robot. Yeah, like Doctor uh, Cyber, who she ends up, you know, I, that whole thing confuses me as well. But uh, that, that was this, probably a bad way for me to bring it up. Well, <laughs> no, no, actually, it makes it, it makes a good point. It, like it brings out a good point because, like, um, so these clones like weren't the people that Scarlet Spider were. Well, Ben was claiming that they are. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like the Prowler he brought back wasn't really Prowler. It was an yeah, avatar of Prowler. Weird. So weird. Because the real Prowler has been stored in this basement chamber. And this is the other problem here. Because Jerry, who is an employee at Parker Industries that was yep. hurt, Peter gave the okay to uh, Jackal to to basically repair. He is still fucked up. So, so basically he's told when he gets defrosted, he has not been healed. He's still going to die, which, you know, pisses his wife and family off. But Prowler, on the other hand, who was basically shocked to death, what we were told and led to believe, is healed and totally fine. So, yeah, so he sense. has no repercussions. And this is the big problem with the whole, this whole cloning. I don't fucking know what you want to call it. It's not even really cloning. It's no, they were avatars, essentially. It, it makes the story not anything that it was supposed to be. Like you have this right. idea of the story, the whole, and it wasn't even like a bomb. Like, oh yeah, that was a great idea. I can't believe I didn't realize that. It was just like he just threw this in for some stupid reason. Like I can't understand. Well, and then why. here's the here's the big problem, Ben Riley. Then okay, so where is the real fucking Ben Riley's body? Because if they're all avatars, you know That's what I'm saying. Point. And Ben is a clone. Where is the real Ben that this avatar is acting through? You know That's what I'm saying? Or and is you know he the one? Is he the one original clone that Jackal just kept bringing back and back and back? So he's the one exception to this entire way this cloning process is done. I think that's I think that's how it is. I think that's it, how it but that makes no sense, and they've never stated that in the rules of the story. So no, you're left they didn't. Fucking just assuming that. You know assuming what I'm saying? That, yeah, and you, you know the only way that they could possibly like make that right is if in the Scarlet Spider series that becomes a part of the story. But yeah, they mentioned this it. story. It's like, oh, God, like, why? Or why? Because they wanted to stretch it out into an Omega issue. And this is probably the only thing that they could come up with to warrant a story, like an extra yeah, story. I, see, here's know? the problem with all these extra issues is that he's almost explained too much. Like, if, yeah. if they never have gone down into this cloning chamber 
that added this whole fucking hidden dimension to the story, nobody would have any of these questions. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, Prowler yeah, as the clone, he died in the clone of Prowler died in the, the last issue of Prowler, Prowler five. Yeah, so basically if you never killed that clone, you could have just said, listen, take the webware just made you fine. And the story would have made more sense that way. You know what I'm way saying? More sense. Anyway, Peter finds out he's going to be summoned to the people's court by the, by this uh, Jerry's family. And that's basically how that scene ends with Peter feeling, gu feeling guilty. Like, you know, he, he made this decision to put out the signal through Rubware and heal everybody. The people that weren't healed and died still have to deal with this. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to explain it because it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, it makes it's weird. We'll move on uh, and, and stop obsessing about that one part but it just doesn't what if jerry's clone never vanished you know what i'm saying his he his family w would think he's fine or there would be two jerry's running around i don't fuck it I, makes sense no sense no sense and, and like um and, and what what is the purpose of keeping keeping these in these these chambers like are they keeping them in these chambers um for their memories, like are they broadcasting the memories to the clones, or yeah, are they just holding that, them hostage? Yeah. Like, they, right? They've never said that. Are they obviously the chamber helps them clone the copy body, yeah, uh, and probably help carry the memories over. But it, I, I don't know why. Why couldn't you just suck because DNA out through a needle and, and spit it, it out in a test tube? That's how I thought this whole thing was done. You know what I'm saying? Right? Because in past issues and like um, tie-ins from amazing and clone conspiracy issues. Like Ben made these supposedly made these people from scratch. Like he either took like particulates of their remains and cloned yeah. from that, or he, um, or he cloned it from like, you know, just the dead body of a person, like a full on dead body. But like, I mean, now we're, we're finding out that that's not necessarily how he did it. So it's like uh, he's just changing the rules of the story and yeah, he's not giving us enough information for it, it to completely make yeah. sense. The the ending where he thinks he's explaining it is is really kind of fucking it up more. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's continue and, and move away from the rules of this entire cloning story because it, it's just you could talk about it all day. Uh, yeah, you really could. Going back to the 90s. And anyway, we get to the, the good stuff, right? Yeah, like, kind of. Uh, Rhino, and I mean that was yeah. I love that well, moment. First, uh, Kane ends up basically challenging Spider-Man's idea that uh, Doc Ock and um, Scarlet Spider have died. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, so how do you know they've died? And Peter's like, their clothes are there. There's ash of their body there. Uh, they're dead. And and Ben's like, listen, or Ben, Kane's like, listen, we've been down this this goddamn road before. There's I don't believe I don't believe what you're telling me. I don't care what proof you found until I see their actual dead body. Uh, I don't believe it. Essentially, yeah. what he says to Peter, as he kind of um, goes his separate way from Peter, basically pissed off. So him and Peter kind of end the story on bad terms. Um, that's yeah, they, when they a do. Yeah, that's when the Shield containment team arrives on the scene to corral any clones left on the scene um and peter was mad at him because he knew what was going to happen you know he's like you knew what was going to happen yeah. he's like hey there's no zombies so i don't really give a shit about the outcome he's like that's all i cared about yeah <laughs> kane's a um, badass <laughs> yeah, kane, kane's cool i don't he's never been my favorite really i've always preferred ben as the peter clone over kane but uh yeah i don't know 
they they've kind of reversed roles at this point. As in, is Kane being Kane as the good clone and Ben kind of as the bad clone, whereas bad clone. Kane used to be the bad clone and Ben used to be the good clone. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Anyway, Lizard sneaks off. He's, you peek in, uh, you get a scene of Lizard. He sneaks off with his clone family, who has been healed by the webware, and they get into the sewers because Lizard kind of mentions he's got a, a secret cure that he's been working on. Yeah, and, sure. And Lizard, <laughs> you, that set up actually pretty well throughout the story, to be honest with you. That was good. That was one of, this is, along with Rhino, this is one of my favorite parts because, I mean, the lizard is out of his mind and like what he does. And, and you're right. It's gone through the whole series. It, it was just yeah. like a great little. Well, everyone little was kind of, all the bad guys like Ock and, and uh, Scarlet Spider were kind of shitting on the thing he was doing in the labs. They were mm -hmm. kind of letting him do his thing and, and not paying attention to him. Whenever what he, he was doing. Yeah. yeah whenever he brought up, you know, I kind of have an idea here, guys. I, I They're like, shut the fuck up, dude. We hate you. Like, you're just here. Because we like drawing lizards in the story, that's why you're here. Yeah, that's so. why you're here. Because you're because you're a, a longtime classic Spider-Man villain, and we need yeah. you around. And yeah. you have but, but, family that we could bring into the story. So. Yeah, they, they kind of set him up as a joke, but uh, it ends up coming around in in the end where Lizard reveals he can save his own family, oh, and then they head too. off to the sewer. So that was a cool part. And then uh, we we get back with Spider Gwen here, um, her and Spider-Man also have kind of a snippy moment with each other. Well, she she basically plays it cool, but Spider-Man's a little pissed at her because... He's kind of a dick, Peter. Well, she she was with Kane and not telling Spider-Man what was going on. Those two knew, yeah, yeah, that's and that's true. why Spider-Man's a little pissed off at them. Um, so, so This they, is where they get into that argument about uh, about Riley, about, like, you know, you, you, you saw clothes and a mask, that's it? He's like, you didn't bother checking any further, you know? Like, yeah, the the argument goes a little further here, and and then Kane and Spider Gwen, uh, basically have a moment where where Kane tells her what his plans are. Uh, he hands over her dimensional hopper back to her, and uh, kind of says they're gonna go their separate ways. He's gonna figure out what's going on with Ben, and and Gwen's gonna return home to uh, Earth sixty five. And they have like a little thing about why Peter is uh, kind of mean. Like he looks at her like a fake Gwen, like yeah, you know, especially after the real Gwen Stacy being brought back and, and yeah, kind of put to sand again, even yeah, though it was a heroic end for her. Yeah, Spider Man's really never kind of had a great connection with uh, Spider Gwen, even in yeah. Spider Verse, because he, he was kind of banging Silk at that point in time. He uh, was. So he, I didn't read Spider Verse. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So he never really. He was kind of taken at the point Spider Gwen was introduced to him and didn't really kind of have like uh, the Gwen attraction to her that Spider Man would normally would have. Yeah. Um, I want to read Spider Verse, so yeah, but it's the size of an yeah. encyclopedia. So. Yeah, it's huge. I, I read it all, man. It's it's it went on for a yeah. long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's kind of how that scene ends with Kane and Spider Gwen kind of getting their own directions and heading off. I'm sure Kane's going to be appearing in the Scarlet Spider book, and obviously Spider Gwen has her own book. So, so if you're interested in her, you can follow that story there. Um, that's where that'll continue. And then we get back to another part that I like with uh, the villains, and that's Rhino. He he kind of starts snapping on all these Shield people trying to contain him, uh, which which leads obviously to uh, Spider-Man jumping into the mix because he won't leave his wife's remains. Yeah, he he. Even though she's Ash, he he's doesn't want yeah. anybody touching it. 
and he's, he's he doesn't broken. want anybody touching him. Uh, he's having a moment. Um, so Spider-Man and him kind of ha- have a a little bit of a fight between each other while Spider-Man is basically talking to him, trying to calm him down, letting him know how they've kind of both gone through the same thing. Um, and and Spider-Man wants to kind of help him through it, essentially, is yeah, he wants the to get agreement that they reach. Yeah. He wants to get him tested, make sure he's okay. Like he's trying to be a real nice, he's real nice guy here, you know. Like I, I this was a great moment in the book. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um you know, uh it kind of is a rhino clayface moment, if you will. It try to compare it to like, you know, a DC counterpart. Yeah, it uh, really is. Rhino calms down enough to to let Shield take him in and and run a few tests, make sure he's good to go. And Spider-Man kind of mentions how he's going to check on him and Rhino acknowledges to spider-man that that's that's okay you know like yeah. they, they I mean, kind of he talks agree. him off the ledge and tells yeah, they, him like you know your wife wouldn't want you to be like this you know you want to do the best he's like you want to honor her memory you know yeah so stop they, being they, an ass like <laughs> really just stop fighting and kind of be buddies for a little bit i guess is what you can say this is going to lead to maybe um and then this story ends again with uh, another update on the lizard and I love when he, he promises to visit him in prison where he's yeah. like, you know, I'll come see you and make sure you're right. And he's like, good. Yeah. And I can see how you're doing too. And he's like, bye Spider-Man. Like it was just like a nice little heartwarming moment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it kind of made me smile. In my, me uh, I love his heart grew three sizes. That was, that was what happened <laughs> to me that day. You know, uh, I, I like that moment. Um, so just again, the book ends with a lizard. No, well not the book, but this story of the book ends with the lizard update. And Crazy. it is revealed that his cure in the sewers uh, essentially turned his clone family into a lizard lizard version of his family. So he has a lizard family now hanging out in the sewers with him. I, I think they're mindless, too. Like, yeah, I think they, it's they look she's like, They look yeah. feral as fuck. <laughs> she's pouring a glass of water, and she's missing the glass, and she can't even utter a word. And his son yeah, and the kid's chewing on the goddamn plate in the, in in the, the bottom corner. <laughs> like, you could tell there was a sandwich on the plate, and he's trying to eat the plate as the sandwich falls off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, Lizard has his wits about him. You know, he, he's an evil mindset, but has his wits about him. These people... Don't yeah. don't even have the ability to talk. It looks like you know his family. He just is happy to have them back. He doesn't care. Um, hey, I'm happy for the lizard too. Yeah, such a lonely. Uh, that, that's going to be a future story. Uh, obviously, Slot loves to focus on the old school Spider-Man villains. He's really like, obviously, Doc Ock has been a big center part of the Spider-Man that's... mythos the last couple of years, and I, yeah. we're going back to Goblin here now. So, yep, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. Yeah, he loves the, the classic Spidey villains. Um, anyway, that story ends. That's basically wrapping up Clone Conspiracy. And then we get a, a Scarlet Spider tease story basically here uh, next. And that is Ben uh, tracks down Dr. Clarkson, that the doctor from uh, the beginning of Clone Conspiracy I, uh, we just talked about. Yep. And he's wearing Raps his dead tracks t-shirt. Uh, yeah, he does. He looks like dead. I honestly thought he it was Deadpool because of the way he scarred up from the cloning process, degeneration. <laughs> yeah, he does uh, look like Deadpool. <laughs> swear to God, I just thought it was Deadpool um, until he he said he was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so he tracks Clarkson down in this bar. She's kind of just blowing off steam after everything that's happened and, and basically being in trouble with Shield now. 
Uh, a discussion occurs about whether Ben's intentions were really pure between them because he's basically gotten her in a bunch of shit. She'll probably lose her doctor's license, you know? Um, yeah, I almost ruined her life. He swears his intentions were pure and good, and she basically <laughs> says, no, dude, you're, you're playing God. You know, that's not cool. And he I was. Yeah, I shouldn't have helped you out. He's um, got a little evil in him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's his motivations, again, like he's – He's come here, basically, he reveals, to ask her for cash. So he fucked her over and then is asking her for money, you know? Uh, which she doesn't take very well. And then he <laughs> fucks first. her over again? <laughs> not, not really, because, well, first, these people come over to the table because they recognize this doctor. She brought their sister back to life and mm -hmm. his wife, respectively. So it's a brother and a husband there. And they basically are there to beat this doctor's ass and kill her, it looks like. Because she and turned then, to dust. Yeah, he's got, he's got a yeah, gun. Because she died again on him when they brought her back. And uh, Ben stops them from killing her, beating her up, essentially. So and, saves her life. <laughs> Funny uh, side note, he's the one who the, put them on to getting her. <laughs> yeah, it, it was all set up. Um, so... Basically, a bullet this dude shoots goes into the husband or the brother. I'm not sure who is who, or it doesn't really matter. And, and the, the doctor, Clarkson, and Ben run out of this bar to get out of the, the scene they've caused. Uh, and <laughs> because she's saved, or Ben, uh, I'm mixing shit up here. Because <laughs> Ben has saved her life, she then decides to cash out her retirement fund and, and hand it over it to him. him. And it's funny because when he's choking that guy in the bar, he's like, wait, I recognize your voice. You're the guy mm -hmm. who called. He was about to say, you're the guy who called us and told us she was here. Mm -hmm. But he chokes him out. Like, it's just too funny. Yeah. Uh, so Ben's a scumbag. Uh, takes the money. Promises it's, it's quote, unquote, alone and disappears into the night. Friggin That's it. And, That's that story. <laughs> and you know what though? It does make me a little bit excited for uh for Scarlet Spider because now I see the kind of character that he's gonna be. He's gonna be an anti-hero, you know, because he's really a dick, but he's gonna go out there and be a hero. So like I'm, I'm excited to see what it's gonna be like. I don't know how much of a hero he's gonna be. I'm not really even sure what the point of his book is at this point. Uh, no, me neither. But I'm, they I'm didn't curious. do a good job of setting that up, but they've just kind of made him a strange character. So I, I'm interested in that. I guess yeah. more than anything else. Uh, and then we get a last uh, little tease. It's uh, Spider-Man basically being set up for his future book, yep. uh, issue 25, where the story gets back on track in Amazing Spider-Man. And um, uh, basically that's where you'll follow it from here on out. I love his lit, um, how lit up his eyes are when he breaks through that wall. Yeah, that's the new, that's the new suit. It's got, it's got like a Batman-esque glow to the eyes. Uh, and like Spidey that. is running Kingpin here, yep. um, who we haven't seen since uh, a teaser prior to the start of Clone Conspiracy um, when uh, Ben brought his wife back and, and Kingpin was having none of it. He just killed the clone right away. I like uh, Vanessa. Um, anyway, Spider-Man's kind of pissed off that the Kingpin mentions, I've asked you here to, well, not ask, he basically tricked Spider-Man into coming here to give him this hard drive. He mentions that now we're even. Yeah. Yeah. Because Spider-Man saved his ass after he killed Vanessa and shit. Oh, you know, that's not how favors work, right? Like I got to come right. to you. You don't call me. Right. 
Yeah, but he's like, well, listen, I, I figured you might be interested in this, and he hands Spider-Man containing a hard drive uh, of some information to the whereabouts of Norman Osborn and where, so, where he's been hiding and what he's been up to. The cool part that happens before that where he's like, this is not how favors work, and, like, and you know, he's sitting there eating his food, and then Spider-Man just, like, loses his shit and, he like, picks up the table and, yeah. like, destroys it Flips and is like, food, you yeah. don't come to me! I come to you! Like, yeah. that was so nuts. He was so it's pissed. Like he was pissed. Um, it was like a raw nerve after the events of Clone Conspiracy because it was yeah. very emotional for him. Yeah, so him going, he's, Spider-Man ends up, he's like, okay, He's like, I guess you were right. I'll take that favor. We're even, and I'm going to hunt down Goblin. Yep. Uh, and, that, and that's, that's how the is. issue um, So you know how we do things here, guys. You buy it, you borrow it, or you forget it altogether. We tell you what to do. Um, Trevor, why don't you go first this week? I think I went first last week. Go ahead. What'd you think? Uh, I, um, you know, I, uh, I'm a little tired of Clone Conspiracy. Uh, I wanted it to be over so bad. I got I got an ending that I wanted. I just wanted it in issue five. I don't. Um, I'm not too crazy about the whole Avatar thing and uh, them being in uh, you know the basement of some building and, and yeah. you know they completely changed the whole entire story. That's a bummer. But at the same time, I still got an ending that I kind of wanted. Um, I enjoyed the Scarlet Spider bits. Uh, the art seemed a bit rushed throughout Omega because yeah, I weird. know most of these artists and I've seen them do a thousand times better, uh, especially yeah. Stuart Amonin. Um, it was good, but I mean, I, I've seen a ton of his art and he's 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 better than this. And so is Bagley. But um, but all in all, I still liked it. And I, I think if, um, you know, if you've read Clone Conspiracy or if you love Spider-Man, I, I would, you know, I mean, I I'd buy it like, you know, if. Because um, even if you didn't read Clone Conspiracy, it's a nice hopping on point for what's going to be going on in Amazing and what's going to be going on in Scarlet Spider. And you pretty much get a lot of information that you need. And because you changed the story, you actually get a little more information than if you even read the whole entire five-issue Clone Conspiracy with a million tie-ins anyway. So yeah. um, it's a reluctant buy for me. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a good way. I, I actually like that answer. Uh <laughs> I actually had it rated as a borrow, uh, and for me, it's an obvious buy, but I have a Spider-Man bias because I fucking love Spider-Man. He's my favorite just over Batman, you know, so I will buy every Spider-Man issue. It's always a buy for me, but uh, it's a borrow to everybody else that's not as big a Spider-Man fan as I am. Yeah, uh, It's a lot of setup. It should, the event just in general should have been paced a little better um, and kind of ended just not so definitively i guess the what they tried to give it a more uh a definitive ending where like we're going to explain everything and they really kind of fucked up the entire rule set that they established for the story they really um did. yeah that so that wasn't cool you know if, if they just decided that the medicine was kind of a way for ben riley to trick these people uh under his control and then Spider-Man's webware solution just solved it all, that would have been fine. You know, they didn't have to get into this whole basement clone tube thing. Um, oh. The clones uh, weren't really clones after all, you know, so it's just a confusing concept with weird rules. Uh, basically, just for comparison, you know, Jerry is going to be dead while Prowler is totally healed. <laughs> I can't figure out what the rules are when, when you tell no. me that, you know, at the end of the story. 
Scarlet Spider is still a confusing character to me with uh, confusing motivation going forward uh, for somebody getting his own title. Um, Spider-Man and Gwen moments were strange and sudden to me, although I can um, understand Spider-Man's reasoning for being a little peeved at Kane and Spider-Gwen at this moment in time when they kept him in the dark about this entire zombie shit going down, really. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the Kingpin ending a lot on uh, the setup like for the too, future, uh, but I'm, I'm me myself. I'm a little kind of sick of Green Goblin shit because it it happened at the end of Superior Spider-Man and into the start of Volume Three, and I just Goblin don't feel like he needs to be pop popping back around again. I would rather, you know, have a, a focus on a different villain when you set up, you know, Rhino and Lizard here, and, and I don't feel like waiting for those stories coming in a year, you know what I'm saying? I, I would yeah, rather deal be. with that coming out of this book than being thrown into somebody I haven't seen since the end of Superior with Osborne. Because you know um, it's going to be a long-running story, this Green Goblin story. Yeah, it's they're never quick Green Goblin stories. There's no, no. Fucking such thing as that. Well, Osborne's uh, a dark nemesis, right? Yeah. But he's been, like, he changes his face. He's been, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's really the Spider-Man Green Goblin story has gotten really fucking convoluted over time. Uh, overall, the ending is still relatively satisfying for me, but leaves a lot of questions about, in general, who was alive and who was dead as far as clones that were brought back uh, that are just hanging out there. I'm not sure when they'll be addressed or anything, so that's a little disheartening. Uh, and then my final note for it is the fuck you, Marvel, for a $10 issue number 25 coming out of a $5 <laughs> clone conspiracy omega number one. <laughs> That is $15 for two issues. Uh, I, I understand they're, you know, bloated comic books, but that's also what they are. They're bloated comic books that don't need to be that big and upcharge that much. It's the cost of a trade, which is six fucking issues, you know? Oh, it's, um, it's, when you compile all the tie-ins and Clone Conspiracy and this book, I mean, we're almost to 100 bucks here. Yeah, I think so. It's a little weird to charge you ten bucks for an issue after you charge me five dollars for an ending issue. It's a kick in the dick, uh, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 I, you know, Marvel. There uh, yeah, you go. You spend all this money. They make you spend all this damn money, and then do you get any rewards? No, you get no yeah. rewards. You get oh, we're gonna you charge you even up. more for yeah. after this. Ugh. I know. I the the whole like. The thing Marvel doesn't get is DC's doing good with the double shipping books, relatively speaking, because they're two ninety nine. Yeah. They're not and Marvel's like, oh well we'll just double ship, but they're charging four ninety nine for that first issue and then three ninety nine for the issue after that, and that that's not that's hard to beat that's not enticing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going about anyway, it. Anyway, that's my Marvel rant. <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway, wrap my thoughts up it's a borrow i thought the art again was decent there were a few down moments overall because it felt rushed but it was consistent enough feel throughout the book between all the different artists going on to be enjoyable enough there wasn't any shocking sudden change now so my overall opinion if you're not a spider-man fan as big as i am is a borrow for omega issue number one and that is it for us this week guys uh as always, if you're looking for me, you can follow me on Twitter or holler at me on Twitter, whatever you want to do, at BMER3660. Trevor, where can they find you, man? You can find me on Twitter, at Afranatics, and on Instagram, at Trevitz Comics.
And that's it for us, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Look for the poll on Monday for the vote. And party's over. We'll talk to you later. Peace. How about that clone conspiracy omega? How about it? How about it? You know, that book beat out Avengers number five, I believe, in the poll of the week. Thing is, that's pretty much all I know about the book. Yes, it is. What is your favorite clone of all time? Favorite clone of all time? Yes. God damn it. it Probably be... be uh, you know what? Just just going with it, I really do love Ben Riley from the Spider-Man series. So ben he came out as the Scarlet Spider-Man and back in the 90s, one of my favorite goddamn things in the world. My favorite clone is a generic clone trooper number 522 that, that a was in a cl- Attack of the Clones. If he was a douchebag, so was the whole clone army, Eric. So you're calling the entire army yep. douchebags. How about my you're second favorite? you tell me that Django favorite- Fett wasn't a goddamn douchebag? He was a bit of a douchebag. I did not like him. And uh, it's funny because I also did not like little Boba Fett. He annoyed me. Uh, but besides that, my second favorite clone of all time was Winona Ryder in Alien Resurrection. Was she a clone? No, she was not. She was an android. <laughs> who, who was a clone? Was, was Ripley. Ripley a clone yeah. at that point? Yes, she uh, was. A self-hating clone, too, right? How uh, about Arnold no, Schwarzenegger in Sixth Man? At the, some point, you mean he the had... the Sixth Day? Sixth Day. The Sixth Man. That the might have been a man basketball movie, right? Yeah, The Sixth Man. He was a clone in that, correct? I think he was a ghost. Actually, you know what? I think, time. I think that my favorite clone is the clone that was uh, lazy in Multiplicity. How about that one? I do love that one. Yeah, yeah. That I is, like Pizza Steve. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know what? I have not seen that movie I in a long time. Movie. I actually want to watch that again. You should. Uh, it's good. I, I, I should. Even though, uh, isn't what's her name? Isn't Annie Andy McDowell? McDowell you terrible. hate I couldn't her pick so much. Else. You hated her so much. She was America's darling for about two months. Uh, you know, she was in that and Groundhog Day. Those and are two Michael. of your favorites, right? Michael is not one of your favorites, right? I've never seen Michael. Michael. But I do love Michael. Groundhog Day. Every time like you listening. say Michael, I just think of Lost Boys. That's what they should have called it. Lost they Boys. They should have got Jamie Kiss to play it. 
You're yeah, right. Jim, at, at that point, I believe Jimmy Gertz had bailed because she had married, you know, she had married and was rich. I don't know. I think I she, married she married Kevin Klein. She was a billionaire. She I married think. Kevin Klein. No, we're thinking Phoebe Cates, uh, I believe, married a billionaire at one point. I thought that. Are you sure I thought it was Jamie Gertz? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing them up. Maybe that, yeah, you know what? I think Phoebe Cates married Kevin Klein. Jamie Gertz married a trillionaire. Yeah. And bailed. And then later she came out with that TV show as a goof. Remember, she was on a, a TV show for a little bit. Uh, she starred in it. It was almost like a, to me, it was like a King of Queens type kind of a show like that. And then, was she with the great big fat guy? I don't know if she was. I, I might be talking right straight out of my goddamn ass. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, these are just uh, thrown out there as clones. I think are, that my, are you going to get anything right in this whole segment? No. Saying things um, that are at, one, right. at one point, Jamie Gertz ended up creating a defibrillator uh, that saved a billion lives, and she became the president of Mars. That, that's what I hear. I, well, I cannot verify it, it that. Still happen. Uh, one of my favorite songs about clones was "I Think I'm a Clone Now" by Weird Al. I yes. don't really know any other. Actually, you know what? My other favorite song about a clone was "Me, Myself, and I" by De La Soul. Uh, that's a clone song, right? He cloned himself. He has two clones. They walk around. And you know Me, what? Myself, and I. If that was not in the movie Multiplicity, it should have been. Yes, and True Goy, the dub, that's who was the, the guy who did get the uh, cloning, Eric, just to tell you. It wasn't Pasta Noose. It, it was it was True Uh But yes, we're here for the I, I don't even section. know if you're saying real words, though. Uh, and also then later on in life, uh, Little Uzi Vert, he got cloned and became Future, who then became Drake. And that's the end of the story, Eric. Now Who's you Chance know. the Rapper? Is he still his own guy? Chance the Rapper, you don't fuck with him. You don't fuck with my man Chance the Rapper. No, uh, he buys you know, movie tickets. You know who I really like? Uh, speaking of this, I was going to tell you off the air. Uh, no. What rapper that I really, really like of the new rap style is Big Sean. That is my favorite rapper right now. Big Sean. He's Big Sean. You look him up. You look up Bounce. Oh I believe the song's called Bounce. I wish I would have grabbed it for you to annoy you. Uh, that's one of my favorites right now. Uh, we heard it in the car. I went to get a coffee before we did the segment. I was listening in the car. Fucking nonsense horn going nuts. People going. And also, I, I have a new wrinkle for this Power 99 FM when I hear these songs. The new wrinkle is, you know, you always hear those bumpers with the, Hey, man, this is Big Sean. This is Power 99 FM. And I'm coming from Detroit Proud. Ooh, ooh. You know that shit? Uh they actually put those in the middle of songs as well. I'm like, they'll put everything. Why would you put that in the middle of a song? I don't know. They put everything in the song but the goddamn song. I even I'm said to you, you, the way radio seems today, it would just drive me fucking nuts. I'm no, not listening to this nonsense. This drives me insane, but yet now I'm starting to laugh every time it comes on. I told you the other day, I got in, and they were having another one of these, yo, yo, come down, you get the chicken. And it was. It was free. That's This bar, in the middle of a song, they announced, if you came down this bar, free chicken wings. I oh. like that, right? Ch Sounds free great. chicken wings is great. That, that really is great. Uh, Two dollar any alcohol, like $2, anything. You want anything in the bar, $2, okay? That's okay. I think this bar is losing money. I'm a little bit of a cheap ass to me, and I'm older, so $2, that seems expensive. I remember like 50-cent beers, shit like that. I, I weren't go you allergic to hops? I was, until I got to college. I'm, you know, what happened is Jamie Gertz miraculously came up with a cure for my allergy to hops. So damn, I thank you, dynamo. thank you, Jamie Gertz. Uh, but this is the kicker. So you have free chicken wings, $2 drinks, $2 and then, drinks. Eric, $2 haircuts. 
Uh, I'm not lying. Two dollar haircuts, and I said, I said to Rafe when we were listening to this, I said, I goddamn well hope that this barber is not drinking and eating chicken wings, and then gonna fucking do your hair. You got fucking chicken wing sauce in your hair. The guy's drunk. Bar and or club just reminds me of that laundromat bar that was in background last week. It's it's the barbershop bar. Barbershop. I, I just wonder who they hire. And I'd like to be, you're in the bar, you dance, and you're trying to pick up the ladies, but yet there's the line. You're like, what's that, a conga line? No, no, they're, they're, getting a, they're all getting conga fades. Conga line? What are you doing here? Conga line. I'm like on a cruise ship. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's If I went on a cruise ship and they did not have a conga line and a goddamn 24-hour buffet, I'm jumping ship. I'm, I'm fucking jumping off the I don't the know why you board. want the conga line because you would never be a part of it. No, I'd like to watch it. Actually, I'd like to watch them. Look at those fucking assholes on the conga line and laugh. Ah, you know what? I'd like to be the caboose of that conga line, Eric. I always love to be the caboose. Uh, but this is the green section. <laughs> this is the green section. No caboose talk, Eric. Just shut it up. Shut it up. You, you doing this stuff, cut it. You need as to they cut say. it. You need to cut it. You talking Jamie Gertz, you need to cut it. I could make up lines for that all fucking day. You uh, did. The, this is the green section. They're doing the green section. Need to cut it. Uh, of course, that means we're doing Green Lantern's Green Arrow and Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah, of course. Nightwing. Uh, it'd be so great if for at least one time, maybe St. Patrick's Day, uh, Dick Grayson decides to make the Nightwing uh, outfit green. That'd be good. That'd be good. Just black but, with a green symbol? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not happening. It'd be pretty cool, no. I think. It actually would look a little like a Star Blazers uniform back in the day that I used it to watch the cartoon. It, it would. It would look very Star Blazers. Uh, but yeah, in this section, we're going to go from a book that infuriated you to a book that I thought was pretty darn good, and then a final book that the art, if the art was better, boy, I, I really, really would have liked it, though I still like it as well. Though I think uh, a certain character that's probably about 13... Mm-hmm. A little over the top, my friend. I, I really started. To Twitter just hard. fucking like gets his fucking cackle, cackle stuff. I can't even know his fucking blood pressure is rising. And whenever yeah. he reads Twitter, oh, I, I, I actually in my notes, uh, I, and this is Damien in Night, Nightwing book uh, before, and I'm like, he's got to stay off. The, these fucking trolls are killing him. He, he does not want to, you know, get trolled on on Twitter. Yeah, what I forget what they called it, but we're gonna start Twitter. Yeah, I think they called it something else. They I'm actually just saying, it's Twitter. Yeah, but they called it something else like Tweetler. I don't know. But Tweetler. we're gonna start with your book, Eric. Calm down, okay? We're gonna we're gonna guide everyone through this to hopefully come out on the other side a little bit more positive, but also to explain and give a little insight to the anger of one Eric Lee Shea. And I will tell them right now. Usually in this podcast, I've seen a lot of times people tweet, man, loved hearing Jim get mad at so-and-so, loved seeing Jim get mad at life, loved seeing Jim get mad at Jim. A few times do you get angry. And, no, I'm and a very calm person. I'm expecting you to flip a goddamn lid, blow a gasket. I'm going to have to calm you down. I, I can't calm you down. What you get mad at in this book, there is no calming down because it's it's outright nonsense. Uh, but... I will tell you why it's not nonsense to a lot of people. You know why, Eric? Because they're ignorant. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean I that. Uh, but I'll tell you. You go and do your blurb, and I'm going to have a little bit of a State of the Union address for everyone who read Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns number 18, written by Sam Humphreys, with art by Robson Roca, Daniel Henriquez, Alex Salazo, mm-hmm. and Dave Sharp. 
It's time to get Balthoon's backstory, and with it, a whole lot of continuity problems, and Sam Humphrey's getting back to pissing me off. With that, though, new readers will be right on board and understanding Balthoon so they can get to our Lantern heroes facing him down now that he's stolen Rami's body. Yes. Now, here's the deal. It does seem like uh, Sam Humphrey's going with this rebirth, which, of course, was not a reboot, Eric. And what we're talking about, number one, this continuity issues that we're going to be yelling about, uh, first off, some of it has been Green Lantern lore forever. Some of it is recent Green I mean, I'm considering recent. This is New 52 Within stuff. Within the past five years, yeah. So you have to remember, number one, when the New 52 started, the Green Lantern history and the Batman history remained in sha- almost in the shadows. Almost, I'm saying, it, it's, yeah. it was there. There might be a little alterations here but and there, it, but for it, the most yes. part, it remained intact. It was supposed to remain intact, though they did play around with it. Uh, some of the timing, I'll, I'll even tell you, the Batman stuff. It got a little crazy because of when did Bat- when did Bane break Batman's back? When well, did, you know this that. sort of like, thing? I, I had the same situation with that. You know, like when did Bane break Batman's back? How was Azrael Batman if Azrael wasn't introduced? But like the whole thing with the Green Lanterns is that how did Hal Jordan become Parallax if there was no Cyborg yes. Superman, yes. Death of Superman to destroy Coast City? Yeah, that, how did that's, any of that happen? And and really. During the New 52, you yourself, who loves, you had to go with it. You did yeah. have to kind of say, okay, I got to get over this or I'm done. I got you know, I got to bail. I, I would still scream in the shower yes, somewhere about it. But, but, you know, overall, I got over it. But what, why I'm doing this, when Rebirth came, while a lot of people did not read the New 52, the New 52 is intact. This was only a, it wasn't even a soft reboot. It was just things happened. You found it. You actually found out that there was some missing years, that sort of thing. But everything yeah. that happened in New 52, for the most part, we've seen things getting played with, whatever. But this is... This is really revisionist history, and the problem that I have, and again, I was saying I was going to get people off the, the rooftops, and, you know, from I'm not. What I'm saying is where I really, really get upset about this, though not any to the level of you, as Sam Humphreys is here. Sam Humphreys getting Green Lanterns, is, but everybody, everybody who has a book, supposed to be the guide for these new people jumping on with Rebirth, and there's tons, a ton are listening to this podcast right now, and when something with continuity in the New 52 comes up, something that happens and you're carrying it over, these writers are supposed to be the ones who are going to be the, the guide. The, they're yeah. your, so whatever, and why I'm saying that is so when Sam Humphreys gives you anything in this book, you're supposed to believe that it, it makes sense and that we're going forward with this. The problem is this is a lot of nonsense, and it really does cut a lot of shit out of the overall lore of the Green Lanterns and also some of the New 52 stuff, which... If if everybody, you know, you want to hear and, and you're, you're fucking Saint fucking Jeff Johns, a lot of this is his stuff. This is the stuff that he brought out. And I'm actually shocked that some of the stuff that Sam Humphreys is doing is kind of being allowed because it does rewrite stuff. And right, it's he not, not answering his goddamn voice yeah, and, over and there some in Hollywood? Of the, some on? of this stuff is not even like alluded to or you could take it one way or the other. One of the things that you really, really hate, I don't know that you hate continuity-wise. You hate because it seems very cheap. And uh, kind of not looked into, and why even bother with this, and why start this nonsense? It feels like nonsense. a slap in the goddamn yeah. face. Uh, but there's a couple like. things. There's a couple things that are uh, nonsense. But we're gonna start off the book, and we'll point those out, Eric, and we'll see yes. at the end if we can come out the other side a little more positive. As we're I not said, going to. Goddamn it! starts it. off, and Volthoom is telling his history, and really, it picks he up is after telling Green Lantern yeah. number twenty when Necron defeated the first yeah. Lantern, and the whole ending of Jeff Johns' run of the Green yeah. Lanterns. Yeah. Now he's in the dead space, he's facing in dead off. Space. Like, and it, he, he is, wants Necron yep. to end him finally because he's been living for ten billion years. It's yep. too long. 
he just wants to die. Yep, he wants to die. So he's singing a song that ties in later. Uh, but yeah, that's okay. But he's talking. There's uh, Necron, Necron who killed him and took him into the dead space. But he just wants to die. Now, here's the thing. I understand. I think Sam Humphreys is definitely trying to make Volthoom a more sympathetic character. He wants him to be a sympathetic character. Normally, he really isn't. He he was just a guy who ended up, you know, being a little power hungry. To me, he's almost more Frank Lemensky, how he should be, than what he ends up being in this. Because in this, you find out that he's from Earth-15. And in the future, Earth-15 is coming to an end. And his oh, mom and him, oh yeah, and his mom and him had been studying the spectrum. His mom was even better than him. And it was being attacked by the destroyer Pulsar, who is destroying. She gives the destroyer him, Pulsar? Yes, and now uh, we'll We'll stop at points, then we're, there's already shit that's gone wrong here. But at this moment, when the planet is being destroyed, her mom, his mom gives him what they call the travel lantern that they have Something devised. Something they've been working on, yeah. And sends him out into the cosmos to figure out a way to save the planet Not just herself. the cosmos, but the multiverse Yeah, that's, and that's the travel lantern is something that can travel in three things. It can Space, travel distance, time, time and, dimension. and Yeah, multiversal dimensions, so it can go three ways. He was going off to find a way to save his planet. Now, right away, you have problems. Uh, in the current continuity, well, uh, Earth-15. We all this shit with multiverse. We had yeah. freaking Grant Morrison writing all this stuff. He came yep. out with a guidebook to freaking tell everybody the new 52 continuity, this is what the 52 yes. Earths look like. Yep. And one thing is, Earth-15, it's a it's a barren universe. There it's is dead. nothing alive in the entire fucking yep. universe. It's devoid and you know of what that life. that means to me? Putting it 3,000, I mean, like in the year 3,079 does not help that No, and that's the problem is, and, and just a, a background, during Countdown before Flashpoint, Superman Prime oh, yeah. destroyed the, the, you know, Earth-15 and the whole deal. for the perfect universe. Yep, yeah. He it with Earth-15. And it was populated by superheroes. Yeah, yeah, and then Flashpoint the happened, universe. and how, Eric, you described it. In the Multiversity Guidebook, it is listed as a barren uh, you know, it's devoid of life. So this yeah. is already nonsense. This is already you have picked a an Earth that you shouldn't have. You, you're already playing that, with crap. On top of that, the only real information that is given about Earth 15 is that the cosmic grail comes from there. That's where the atomic knights are always yep. in search of the cosmic grail. It's this freaking Green Lantern deal. So why not try to tie that in instead of coming no, I, to your yeah, own and, goddamn and the, thing and say the travel and lantern? And that's what gets me upset is the travel lantern probably is the cosmic grail. But he doesn't want to say that because either he doesn't want to, you know, be called out on to You know what I mean? It's like other things he does not seem to have any problem with ripping apart. All you say is we were working on the cosmic grail. Done. Done and done. But done I think done. the problem is later is that... Somehow the Guardians destroy this travel lantern because he has to – Sam Humphreys has to have a way. If he has this travel lantern, he should be able to just leave. I, I swear to God, though, the way they were mentioning this travel lantern and the way it's just discarded in yeah. this issue, there has to, in my mind, to have any kind of payoff, show up later on. Yeah, but they the, say they, they destroyed it. They say, they say that it's they, destroyed. I thought he just took it away. Yeah, okay. no, I think they say that, uh, you know, and that, I think that's why you can't call it the Cosmic Grail because that should be, you know, that's a big thing. And you can't just say it was destroyed or taken, you know, taken away. Uh, you know I what I mean? What, from him is what I thought it was. Yeah, but I, I actually think they, they destroyed it. We'll get to that part. Maybe I, I was reading it wrong and we'll see which one. But yeah, he goes off. He's holding on this goddamn thing and flying through space. It's nonsense. <laughs> uh, and that's when he starts his travels to figure out 
how he can save his earth that shouldn't be able to be saved and yeah, it, it really that, is not the ability to go through time and space and dimension you can find a way to go back and make sure that's yeah. like the the freaking like uh what the hell is it called the goddamn pulsar whatever, yeah, whatever here's the thing that's all he needed to do that's yeah. what gets me mad now you say to me that hey you know it was spelled out that he didn't know how to use it very well or he didn't do this he just kind of going around and yeah i get the idea he's just popping in and out of things but at points he even says oh i had to get out of there fast uh why isn't he just going back in time to his own play? You know, you're built because the problem is that's not where the story is supposed to lead. No. It's all hocus pocus. But at points, he does say, you know, he became almost one with the spectrum nonsense. He is yeah. traveling, spreading the secrets of the emotional spectrum like seeds across the valley nonsense. And I, I'm not, I'm not bad with that. I'm saying he's been working on this travel and that taps into the emotional. Yeah, spectrum. but that just adds too that, much at that. I'm okay with it if they just want to say that. What, where it gets me is because now he's hopping through different times of the multiverse and it seems like he's going to be like the space Jesus out of nowhere that he, you know, he goes to Earth 17, looks like he is starting the re, you know, population or re, uh, floration of the atomic knights world like he yeah. is starting plant life like already to me you're stepping over too much like you are making this guy to be like i said space jesus that and, is going and that's over. the worst part too because then we go to freaking you know the atomic knights world and all they want to do is find the cosmic grail yeah yeah there he is with it and he's you but he uses it to start plant life uh, you know resurrecting plant life whatever and then they he goes off to earth 47 which is the you know hippie uh Earth. The original president. Yeah, it's it's President President, the Love Syndicate. That's where uh, Sunshine Superman, I believe, is from. It's like all that sort of deal, and that's where he learns that song. So yeah, there's the hippies. They're singing the goddamn song. Actually, that part is kind of cute to me. I really like. And actually, I the one thing that I really liked about this. Uh, which I did like some of this issue. Uh, I like that he hears that song that he was singing earlier. Oh, no, I'm telling you, that's uh, part of, I'm telling you, at this part of the book, I, I started the book, you know, okay, we're jumping in after Green Lantern 20. I like that aspect because that's where he left it out of all through mm -hmm. originally. And then it's, I get angry as fuck when I see Earth 15. Well, yeah, and yeah. And by this part, I'm calming myself down. I'm like, all right, look, I got a lot of book to go. Just calm down, get going. And at this part, I wasn't bad. It's no. the next goddamn Yeah, well, hell. and I why I said, what I really like about this is he hears the song in Earth 47. This is long, you know, here's the deal. It's, it's weird to say a long time ago because of the way space and time would be with this travel and, but, he acts like he has nothing to do with this. Like, fuck this place. But yet that song remained in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. He ended up singing it a lot. So I did like that. But then he moves to Earth 3. And where I think that I had a problem, I actually had more of a problem maybe with Earth 17 than you did. Where I have a problem is we've talked about this. And now I, I actually even think a little bit different than before. We had a problem when Superman had that multiversity story. Where yes. they just were willy-nilly killing off characters. And we said, you you have a, a gold mine of fucking characters here and worlds. Why are you destroying them willy-nilly? Why I don't like this is he's using this to just in one panel change a whole goddamn multiverse and change a whole goddamn history. In the Earth-17, he's going to start the goddamn recovery from the fucking great disaster uh, yeah. single-handedly. I think that's ridiculous. Then on Earth-3, he runs into a wizard named Mordru, and it seems like right here you're like, okay, we are seeing 
the origin the origin of power power ring yeah Yeah. of power ring and i think that what happened is when he was doing the story you even had jessica earlier saying hey i dealt with volthoom before which she didn't didn't. she did not deal with this first lantern volthoom i think this was sam humphrey's way in one panel to try to make it so it's connected Thing is, I, I I tell you all the time, I love the crime syndicate. Whenever you can give me an evil doppelganger of like a hero character, I'm all about it. I love that shit so much, and it, it really killed me when they went and just killed the crime syndicate at the end of like the Dark Side War. Mm-hmm. Even in the Forever Evil, they started killing off characters. Maybe kind of angry. Power Ring is a character that I really love, and I like the mystery that we have this entity Volthoom that is inside this cursed ring that just freaking you know pretty much makes its bearer its puppet. Yeah. And I love this whole thing. There's a mystery behind that. I like the fact that you know. Like, you know, uh, Jeff Johns created this first uh, Lantern character and called it Volthoom. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. We have this whole multiversal thing. What is the connection between this Volthoom and if there is any between Power Ring? We have this great mystery. And Sam Humphreys takes that away in one fucking panel. I'm just like, it's like it's an aside almost. Like, he's like, he went out of his way just to say, oh, yeah, I met this guy. He took part of my soul and did something with the ring. I didn't like it, so I left. Well, and even this, I was looking. Yeah, and I was looking up the the actual history of the Power Ring. Yeah. and on Earth 3, the Earth 3 Abin Sur was even involved in, in the origin of it, but that's why it was neat because on Earth 3, everything's opposite, everything's this, everything's, you know, evil. And yeah, like you said, it actually takes that whole Earth 3 concept out of the equation because he just showed up. A part of his soul was ripped out to create this ring, and, and you don't have that intriguing part of it. There. Yeah. Even saying he took out a part of his soul, we know that Volthoom is this cursed being, this object, that's this yeah. this character that lies inside this ring. And the idea, I know we have a dark wizard fucking doing goddamn Hocus Pocus, but yep. at this point in time, Volthoom is not a bad character. Yeah. A part of his soul yeah. creates well, this that's fucking what I mean. He's yeah. not a bad now, guy. Here's the other thing about this, is what is the, pow- what is the powering, what... um. What it's not willpower. What is it? It's it, it is the bearer's fear. Yes, and the thing would be if you had shown up until now. Now again, this one panel could be a whole issue uh, because oh, it's it's be pretty goddamn, goddamn important. Uh, but I would have liked to have had it that he was a little fearful up until now. They took that part of his soul, and you actually realize, oh, my God, they took the fear out of him to make the power ring, and that was like his soul, the fear inside. You you get nothing. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, I met this. And like you said, it's almost like a wink-wink to people who – because a lot of people reading the the Rebirth would not have any idea what this is about and would have no idea of the significance of this in relation to Jessica because Jessica was – was power, power ring, ring. Became green and, and even that explain a little bit about that and how she became a uh, power ring and then they ended up nonsense at the end but just explain it just well, you know saying, layman's though, during terms for, during forever evil though like there was harold jordan was powering he's this fucking piece of shit guy sinestro killed him the power ring sought out a new bearer and it found jessica cruz who'd been in a freaking uh you know she'd been an agoraphobe in her apartment for three years she mm-hmm. was somebody who had great fear and the ring took her and made her this power ring character that she had to overcome and able to become part of the justice league where you know we saw her you know sacrifice herself to try to save yep. um the flash from the black racer and with that i think it was flash now i'm trying to remember but um 
the black racer, whenever it goes after somebody, it always kills somebody. Yeah, it always and what him. it killed instead of Jessica, though, was the entity Vaughn inside the ring. So yep. it killed off Power Ring. Jessica was able to stay alive. And with this, you know, she was over to, able to overcome great fear, and a Green Lantern ring came to her and turned her into a yes. Green Lantern. So basically, for a while, she was Power Ring. Uh, which this is the beginning of this and creation and then became I, a Green I always, Lantern. I wanted her to stay power. Yeah. I liked the idea of a character overcoming the ring and being able to wield it as her yeah. own and yeah. you know, being a side of the Green Lantern. Yeah, I'm course. telling you, I, I love I because like you said, she sacrificed herself and it kind of, and I would have liked that to be like the way, and we talk about Jessica all the time, obviously in this book, that she overcomes her anxiety and fear. This was the, this was the greatest way that you could have had that. She would have thought that the, obviously, Pat, the power ring had chosen her because of this fear and to show that she overcame it or was able to overcome it at points would have been a great story, which Sam Humphreys kind of did anyway. But with the power ring, I think it would have been a, a lot more powerful. But it was so much cooler. In my I think mind. this is Sam Humphreys connecting that Volthoom to this Volthoom and you all this nonsense. Uh, Especially yeah, one you fucking did. panel as an aside, nope. which just slaps everybody who was a fan of that character in the face. Yeah, so then he heads off and he lands on the planet Maltus, where that is where the Guardians are from. Earth Zero, and yeah. all of a sudden, he's Earth. in a astronaut's outfit because that's kind of how he showed the original up continuity. originally. The original ship? Yes. In my mind, like I always believed him this to be a astronaut from the future who went back in time to witness the freaking dawn of creation. And With now. Chrono. Because that was Krona. Krona was was experimenting to go to the beginning of time. And that's the thing. Krona, mention in this? No. Huge part, a huge part of his origin was that they went back to witness the creation of everything. And they they went back there. Krona was there. And then they ended up on Maltus where you had the Guardians. Now, the big thing about this is in the original continuity, you had a timeline. You had, you know, the freaking Volthoom showing up. Then the Manhunters, then the Green Lantern Corps, and this is nonsense because what happened is in the original continuity, which is not that long ago, if I'm not mistaken, Volthoom shows up. He actually taught the uh, Guardians about the Spectrum. And yes. and then from there, they realized that to do what they had to do, they got rid of their emotions, put it in this great heart, which is mentioned. But also the first ring was created, and Volthoom went nuts. He had to have that ring. And when he got it, he ended up not wanting to share the, the spectrum with anybody. And that's when the Green Lantern, the, the Guardians, freaked out. The Manhunters, all this stuff happened, which is all glossed over in this book. Manhunters aren't mentioned once at all in this, no. Tony. And the thing is that this goes with the continuity that Sam Humphreys was setting up before yeah, when we he had did set this up before. Where, you know, Rami created seven Green Lantern rings. I'm like, you are going way out of your way yeah, to yeah. fuck up this entire continuity because yep. there's no reason for these Green Lanterns. Yeah, the to Green exist. Lantern rings are later. This they, they should not be now. This whole, you know, the core and stuff like that is later. And, it and just, then they tr- they try to play it here like, oh, you created this, the Green Lanterns, but after I was defeated, you took them away for a billion years. Yeah, you took yeah, the power of the nope. spectrum away. I'm like, there was no reason to talk no. about the freak Lanterns at all. And and the original and the original continuity, uh, Volthoom was more of a power hungry asshole once he figured out once he got that ring. It was, he was not, very Frank Lominsky. The Guardians have always been like the Guardians. I can't say the Guardians are great guys. They've always been played off as, and especially since I think they used to kind of push it aside like how much a kind of assholes they kind of are is because they do not have emotions. What they do is because they think is right. 
for the universe. And what happened is when they decided that that is how they were ha- going to have to police the universe, the Guardians took all of their emotions and put it in what they the Great Heart, and yes. they buried it underneath the the Maltus. It was in yeah. Maltus, and then they went off to Oa without their emotions. They went off. The problem is they never used that Green Heart to experiment on Volthoom, which this is what they say here. And also at one point, then that is what Volthoom claims they embedded in his chest. That is yep. complete nonsense. That is nonsense. It never, you know, now it's happened because we have to go from this. That's the whole point at the end of this. You have to go with the latest thing that if they're saying this, it kind of has to be what it is. And I don't like it as much. I don't like it uh, because all it's doing is making the Guardians look like complete fucking assholes in regards to Volthoom. Now, maybe... Maybe next issue. Maybe okay by the end of this, Rami, they go like to Rami, that, and Rami says, bullshit. This isn't what happened. You're a fucking moron. You don't remember, I'm, and then we I'm go back you, to it. It has been 10 billion years, okay? He's been locked away for 10, from his He's start insane. His Earth 15 adventure, being locked away for 10 billion years to him being defeated by Necron and now coming back in the series. It's been yes. 10 billion years. Yep. Human mind should not be able to withstand that. He no. should be insane. He if might be completely insane. That this story is bullshit, yes. and that he's just making shit up that he yes. thinks is real. I will like this issue a lot better. It is then it just becomes an issue of lies, which is kind of fucked up, but I will be happier in the long run. Yeah. And and at one point they even they locked him up for billions of years. They locked yeah. him up in in the uh, is it the shadow vault? Is that the, yeah the chamber of shadows? The chamber of shadows, and that's in a black hole. I mean, it's a fucked up place. But the guy he and went it was berserk. Guarded by guardians. Yeah, and it was it was the guardians were guarding it and all this. And then you know then you go into and if anybody wants to know all this, this is in the new fifty two. Uh, it's the first lantern arc. Yes, Actually, it started with the, the third army still. Yeah, yeah, and you can read the third army uh, trade and the. Uh, the Wrath of the First Lantern. Uh, there, it's a lot of crossovers. Yeah, there is a lot of crossovers, but if you read the trade, they're all there. Uh, they actually, it's funny because we're talking about this tonight. I went to the library. They have both at the library, and I was paging through, and I saw certain things. I'm like, you fucking asshole, Sam Humphreys. But again, <laughs> I, I'm not as invested as you are. Uh, so I can I sit back. Lighters. I can sit back and be like, okay, I'm going to go with this to see. It does make Volthoom a more, it, he doesn't seem as evil. He seems like he was dicked over. He was used. He was lied to. Rami, you get that connection too, because Rami is new. He's a new character. And, was just and we created. saw before that him and Rami became friends in the uh, like a previous issue, and how yeah. Rami is the one who placed the power battery in his chest. Yep, and yeah, you you <laughs> have all this where it goes on. It says that they were experimenting, and then all of a sudden the first ring was created, and it even seemed like you know this experiments they get all crazy. Uh, you know, all the guardians look fucking nuts, and then he's like, oh, a storm, and the ring came, and there's Volthoom, like, oh, I have to have it, and they're trying to push him back. And he gets it. He it says it changed me forever. I became Volthoom, the first lantern. Now I do also want to point out to everyone that he really was known as the first lantern because yeah. he pretty much introduced the spectrum to the Guardians. It was not anything about just him having a ring and flying around. The minute he had that ring, that's when shit went wrong. Uh, and they 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 didn't like that, and he did not want to share it. So the Manhunters had at, to be I am created. at the point of the story though where the, he does say that they destroyed his travel yeah. lantern. And, and like, the, that, yeah. that, it's just a waste. There's no, this whole travel no. lantern idea 
is just created to get him to the place, which honestly just goes against everything we saw yep. before. Because if he has to travel, and there's no reason for him to be in an astronaut yeah. no. spaceship. No, but it's just fucking bullshit to have this. And that's why I don't think they want to say it's the Ark because he wants it destroyed. You can't really grail, destroy yeah. something or the Grail or something as important as that. But then it, this is the thing: he gets this ring, and then it pretty much seems like it's spelled out that now he became a one-man core. He's fucking Omac out there with the ring. That's it's not. <laughs> that's not what happened because he's there. I became a force of order and security. The ring vibrator of power, I can feel it in my bones. And then somehow, so you have that, which, okay, I'll go it. I'll go with it. It doesn't really fit. But then he goes too far. That's the problem with Sam Humphreys in this issue and with his continuity in general throughout this is he always goes a couple steps too far because now, For they, no reason. now they implant the great heart in his chest. And all this seems to be is because they used that before for him to tell uh, Frank Lemensky, I know how it is. I know when you get a direct connection to this, it's fucking bullshit. You know, you can't control it. It's going to make you insane. This didn't really happen. The great I mean, the heart. They went the battery too. They didn't have to like put the great heart in the shit. It could have been any goddamn battery. I don't no, know why. No, I'm they telling had to you. At this point, all you have to have is he went around. I became a force for order security. He's going around blasting aliens. It looks like uh, with the ring, and then say at, at one point he even says it. He could just said it right then. You know what? That's when I went a little out of hand, and they had to stop me. Show the manhunter. You don't even have to spell it out. Show some manhunter. Show him getting locked away. But no, they say that's when the Guardians have to create the seven rings. And they go out. You don't see anything of it. You don't see what happened because then all of a sudden they're locked away then for billions of years. He is locked in the prison. It looks fucked up. He's there. Yes, we can say like we said. He could be going insane all this time. This could be all you know revisionist history. He doesn't remember. He's insane. He's pissed. He thinks they did this, whatever. But the way we're playing it, I'm playing it straight because that's how it looks but yeah they say they destroyed the uh, the uh travel lantern because it, it is a, a a fucking macguffin or whatever that can do whatever the fuck he wants so if he got a hold of that again he could just go back and they have to get rid of that because it's nonsense so they say they destroyed that and basically in the in the meantime you have to think uh, that's him saying they they fuck my mother. I don't mean like that. Like the guys <laughs> that ha show up at my house, at my I don't mom's his house. Other, his entire planet. Well, his planet, but that, especially his mother. But yeah, you're supposed to think they destroyed that travel lantern, and right there, there it is. I can never save my mom and my planet. It's done. Oh my God, I need to get revenge. And he says he's sitting in this, you know, the prison. The first billion years were the hardest. Yeah, it's kind of a cool line. It is. Uh, it's a cool little thing. But yeah, it's a, I'm just saying. Even with the freaking seven green lanterns, though, they they had to create these green lanterns yeah. to defeat me. I'm like, it took multiple cores to defeat you in the freaking yeah. last story. And that's, the, saw you in. that's like, the problem too. Is but at ten billion years, I got out, and they don't show anything. You know, the gloss over that. It's fine. Okay, the, the best thing they do is they show the scene from. I think it's a cover actually. A Green Lantern 20 is the first page when of he's book. getting hit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then he gets killed by Necron, who, you know, gets killed, quote unquote, because he ends up into the uh, the dead, uh, space. dead space. And I'll tell you right now, why didn't he go to the Emerald Space, Eric? Uh, at this, he's not a Green Lantern. Yeah, I know. At this point, well, he's the first one. Uh, this point, I actually liked it. I like the idea oh, that no. he's saying I, to Necron, "Hey, I like just this kill whole me." Idea. I'm telling you, the freaking the book ends of this book. I, I'm not the book ends, but I, the whole thing in yeah. the dead space. Yeah. I think it's the best yeah. art in the book, and I think it's the best part of the story because I just like Necron looming over him as like freaking you know. Yeah. Balthoom tells his story about his 10 billion years of fucking pain yep. and suffering. Yeah, as he just wants to die. It's I almost like, like you said. Concept. It's almost like he's at the gates of hell. He's at the gates of death. 
and yeah. he's trying and he's instead of begging for your uh, for forgiveness to get into heaven he is definitely begging to show necron look look at my goddamn suffering please end it i want to die i want to be dead just end me and necron says he can't he can't because of his connection to the uh the spectrum and he says even as you're here the spectrum is pulling you back out i don't mind that i think that's no. pretty cool i love the yeah. part where he just wants to die because if you want to say you want to get some sympathy to him yeah I, I feel bad for him he just wants to die so he goes out he's just floating in space now we get a little hokey again because all of a sudden remy remy flies by it's the beginning of this whole it's the beginning book. of the whole i think is this the rebirth or is this the no i'm thinking this must be the first issue of yeah Green i think Atlantis, it was the first issue Rami where we saw remy the dominators, the dominators are chasing the box of the phantom ring yeah, and the weird thing is he's there, he wants to die. He's just floating around, letting everything happen. He sees that ring, and and a power ring, if I can't get it, I'm going to get revenge on those who betrayed me. I'm the first laner, and the problem is, is really that wasn't to seem to be what he was after anyway. As we've and seen, not, not Frank Leminski got the ring, he just wanted to use his goddamn Malthusian fucking, you know, transfer, yeah. transfer and get into Rami and Remy and, and destroy them from within, whatever. The power ring, you, this plan that he devises by seeing that ring is fucked up from, from the get-go uh, to get to this point. His plan, though, it seems like at the end, the last line is, and I will be the death of the Guardians. Like, I don't yeah. know if anybody's informed you, but for the most part, the Guardians are yeah, already dead, man. They're, 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 yeah, there's two left. They, I'm they saying the Templar only... Guardians might be out there still, but yeah, I don't but think they we're going to hear about them, them ever were, again. That's the problem is, if there were, because tell them who the Templar Guardians were. Because the he, Templar they, Guardians were the Guardians that were isolated at yes. the Black Hole watching over the Chamber They were of watching over, over the Chamber of Shadows. So when he was in prison, they had the Templar Guardians who were watching him. If that was the thing that he was after why weren't they mentioning this issue because you had the perfect time he was in prison he could say i was in prison and all i could see was these guardians they called him the templar guardians fucking bastards they don't mention him it seems like he's just locked in a prison by himself yeah. there is the perfect time if that's what he's talking i don't think he's talking about that but like you said there are no guardians really and that you know, he would know we got ganthet and sade are still out yeah, there but ganthet for the most part sade. i imagine they're going to go back into exile and you know no i mean the, like, yeah the, like, and they're they're with the core right now right. but still i would love it for him to be like now i'm going to use this it'll be the death of the guardians and then he comes out and they're like they're dead shit what am I gonna do now? Okay, well, back to now, travel through space. Yeah, here I go again. But yeah, like last, even to the like point the last where line of the Firefly show at the freaking like the bounty hunters like, well, here I am, yeah, floating through space. Yeah, floating through space. Uh, the one thing that also annoys me is that at the beginning you had this quest of his where he's gonna go and find a way to you know change the fate of his save planet, his save, save his, his mother, planet, yeah. all this, and it really that got away from Sam Humphreys pretty quickly. Completely. Like uh, he just wanted to be able to tell a story. Like I said, the mother's there to make you feel bad. It make you feel bad for him when he can't I get feel her. Bad. The way she was drawn to the goddamn. Oh my mongoloid. god! At the one point, I don't know what happened. That pulsar was pulsar and her fucking face apart, and it looked like nonsense. But I, I really think a lot of these things in this book, there's a lot of shit that's thrown to either tie in, you know, forcing a tie into the current book, not continuity, but current book, and also to make him a really, really sympathetic character that when he goes after the guardians whoever he thinks he's going to go after uh you can it say okay like just rami now and, and yeah rami and you could say you know what 
I think he's a dick, but boy, he, he's got a reason. I, I can justify his actions here, and it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense, a lot of this. But, like I said, Repairman Jack, he doesn't know any of that. He doesn't know the past of the Green Lanterns, and especially the the first Lantern, Valthum. So when he, this was like, this was a welcome addition. Oh, it's a revelation. You know, like, okay, a now issue. I got some backstory. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to know because, yeah, you you have the big villain. You want to have – I mean, it, as it is on in black and white just there, it's a, a really good idea to have an issue where you're going from this. You're going to have Volthoom coming out. You know, he's in he's, – he's taking over Remy, and you're going to go from there. It's good to know his backstory. Yeah. It's just it gets crazy, and it That's just doesn't I make went much this sense. Issue and I, I, I heard that Repairman Jack, he's like, oh, I really liked him. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. So I, I got in. I'm like, okay, a ball through backstory. That sounds really badass. But immediately, I was fucking infuriated, yeah. and nothing like panned out. Everything that, It seemed like every page, they wanted to do something to fuck up previous continuity just all willy-nilly for no yeah. goddamn reason. and like music. I said, some of the things were just goofy, just to yeah. have them there. I mean, to go to Earth-17, there's no reason. That could have been, I, I don't know, he flipped a coin. And, you know, that could have been Earth-11 or Earth-9. You know, it didn't make any sense to have it that you want to think, though, oh, man, look, he was he was helping out. Well, why is he on Earth-17 using the emotional spectrum to resurrect, pla- resurrect plant life? How is that leading to save his mother and the planet? His not. own planet. It's not. It, it's an aside. It, it seems like nonsense. And then he's sitting there. Oh, they were playing a lot of hippie music. I had to get the fuck out of there. And then he goes with the, you know, Earth 3. I moved on fast. And I'm telling you, at that, you're supposed to get giddy. Ooh, look at that. We see the beginnings of that. And, and no. I got nonsense. so angry. I'm telling you, I... This was the worst thing, too, because then I, I got done reading this book, and I had to give it a score, obviously, because I was reviewing. I got done yeah. reading, I reviewed it, and at the end, I'm like, I was just so angry at everything that no. didn't need to be. And the things like, I had to give, I'm going to give you my score right now. I'm going to, I gave it a fuck you five. Yeah, you gave it a fuck you five. Even, and I said earlier when we mentioned that Krona had his gauntlet, and that was yeah. a huge thing with, with Hal Jordan. He ended up and stealing that, yeah. and he didn't have the ring. He stole Krona's gauntlet. And this was part of it. This was part of Volthum's origin that they completely got, because you add Chrono in there and it makes it kind of like, oh, you know, it, it might get a little confusing, whatever, but that's what I'm happened. I'm still waiting to find out what happened to Chrono and freaking Relic at the end of the Lost know. Army. Yeah, at the end of the Lost Army. But, uh, yeah, we'll go, uh, I'll tell you, I liked it a little more than you. I didn't think it was a fuck you five. It was annoying. I, I liked the art even a little more than you. I thought say, that the I flashback really, stuff seemed like an old school type thing. I really liked the freaking part in the dead space. I thought that was the best bit of art we had in the yeah. entire book. Everything else seemed like a step back from everything we've gotten from the series. Because for the most part, I really like the way the series looks. Yeah, but yeah. It, this, this really seemed like, I don't know if it's a new colorist we had on this book or what, on this issue, I mean. But it just did not seem up to par with what we've yeah, got. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I said, uh, Valthum's mother looked like hell. And they're, they're going and her face is all fucked up. Uh, but uh, again, the art isn't going to save it from me. Uh I, I actually wish that we could take what, is it the green or the red, but whatever the pill is to forget shit, and maybe I would have enjoyed this more. Uh, but yeah, at more of, I liked it a little more until I was looking into things, which we do when we're reading, and, and it was just some things were just nonsense, but I'd probably give it a 5.5. Uh, I see other people, they're going gaga for it. And if you just joined into Rebirth, again, I cannot blame people. No. I can't blame them because 
Sam Humphreys is supposed to be the guy who tells them the shit right and supposed to guide them into what he wants. You know, the story actually, he's doing what he wants, but he's supposed to be there. You're supposed to take things at face value take to know Sam what's hum- going on. Sam Humphreys. Yeah, this through. is what it is. This is Sam Humphreys taking people's hand to set up a character that is an established character that people don't really know and if you haven't looked like i said i can't blame people for that not everybody's going to research shit and when it's here in an issue they're going to go with it and if that's the case you think oh my god you know what this makes this villain that looks like a fucking asshole had remy tied up to a goddamn fucking you know what's it called the, the, like the radiator the radiator he looked like a piece of shit i think i understand him now i understand he's doing it the wrong way he's over the top but i understand what he's doing it's it's forced to do that it really shouldn't be but like i said i like it a little more than you not much though Fuck you, five. God damn, this issue really bothered me. Yes, well, we're going to move on to the next green issue, which is another uh, origin story, uh, kind of Green Arrow number 18, written by Benjamin Percy, art by Eleonora Carlini, R.F. Prianto, and Nate Picos. Eric, Nate Picos. Picos. Ben Percy continues to slowly win me over by hitting the legacy feels. This issue brings Roy Harper back to Seattle, and we get an origin story, a fun team-up, and a cool ending that shows not all reunions are fucking fun. I put easy when I wanted to try. <laughs> I was going to make up some saying, and I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I gave it a pretty quick deal. I like this issue. Uh, and even, again, I it might play around with some things or whatever. I had fun with it. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know about you yet because we didn't talk. It's very quick moving. It's going to continue. So this is just the setup of a first story. Uh, but you see when Roy first met Oliver and it is in Emerald City Mall where Roy goes, bumps into Oliver and steals his wallet. And I thought it was funny because at first I didn't even know that that was actually Oliver. And I think they were playing around the not fully let you know because you have the license and shit's blocked out or whatever and then yeah, I, yeah. I thought is that on maybe it isn't but uh yeah he ends up well, taking I, I love it too money. because you know the way green arrow looks for all the flashbacks and they actually went back and made him look the way he did at the beginning of the new 52 which i really appreciate what like here you know, with his uh, with his short hair and stuff like with that the short the hair no yeah. facial hair well even later costume, yeah. and later it's the full-out uniform uh you know costume of the new 52 i thought actually that was the best part of this whole issue when i saw I that it. with those goggles and Mm -hmm. things and basically in that panel when we get to it it really is the freaking cover of green arrow number one of the new 52 it's that same like pose and shit i thought it was great uh but at this roy steals the money heads off i don't know why i know everybody needs money but the way it's going he kind of doesn't need the money but we'll see because he steals the wallet and we find out that he's actually living inside the emerald city mall he's living in the mall and, but he, like, you know, steals Oliver's wallet, walks back into the mall as, the, you know, the announcement's going over. Yep. The mall will be closing in 10 minutes, stuff like that. Like, thank you for shopping with us. Have a nice yeah. night. And it's at this point where Roy is going through the wallet, and he looks at all the money, and he's like, oh, yeah. oh hell yeah, I play yeah, it. Yeah, he goes, oh, hell yeah. I, I actually stopped and thought for, like, five minutes, so I stopped reading the book. I'm like, I see all the things that Roy's doing in the mall. It's like, is is he paying for these I things think that he he's is. taking? I actually I'd think like he to is. I think so. Yes. I don't know, though. I actually think he might be because he is, uh, number one, this issue is, it shows you in a way that he pretty much, he is to Green Arrow almost like a Tim Drake. 
was to Batman. Like, he is a smart fucking kid. Like, in my mind, it's a Tim Drake and Jason Todd just yeah, because yeah. of how much of his... Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually right in with that because the upbringing and kind of the way yeah. he's living like Jason Todd, but boy, but he, he is, is very smart. smart like a Tim he Drake. is so smart. Even at the point at the beginning when he says, when they say, have a nice night, and he goes, oh, uh, hell yeah, I plan to. Like, he knows exactly what to do to get, you know, live in this mall. And I said in my review on the site that this is Eric Shea's dream. This is I'm your dream you, life to live in this. When I, when I watched mall. the original Dawn of the Dead as a kid, I'm telling you, you take away all the zombie and biker problems you had. Yeah. That is an ultimate fantasy of mine. I just mean, to fucking yeah. go around and live in a mall. Yeah, and isn't I don't know about you, but my fantasy of it was that I'd go in and I'd go into a clothes store and they'd have those circular you hide in the thing. rack. You yeah. hide in the rack. You hide in the middle of the circular rack. Just sit there and wait, wait it out. And then when it closes, you go and have some fun. And that's what he's I doing. I thought about it as an adult. Oh yeah, it'd be great <laughs> living in the mall. But yeah, he goes and does a couple of things. He cleans in the fucking fountain, which I thought now, was that, funny. That, that is just gross to me. It you is. You know what? But... They, they always like the the fountain for some reason always grosses me the fuck yeah. out. And the idea of him just sitting there in his underwear with his feet in the water watching me like. Oh, you're not getting clean at all. This is just yeah. gross. Don't do it, Roy. He likes it, and he's like, Go he's, into the bathroom and use a Here's the deal. He even says the two pounds of gutter grime on him. Uh, I would say that the he's at a level of, you know, 90% dirty. The water's at 60. You'll meet in between. He's not exactly going to be the cleanest, but he'll go with it. But, yeah, then he goes and gets dressed. It is like a 90s look there with him. Oh, he's got, you know, the hat and all that sideways. Which is a, which is a little odd for the time frame but i'll go with it just yeah but this I, is how i would have dressed as i teenage, like the flannel the flannel around the waist and things yeah. like that and then he goes and eats the pizza yeah it looks like it might have green peppers which I, it's nonsense uh but i do like it and i i'm like this is going and i'm like this is Eric Shea. What the hell? If that's yeah. a stuffed crust pizza, Jesus Christ, this is your and dream world. I'm finding some fucking, like, you know, string cheese to make one. Yeah, the yeah. Court. And it's the thing. You're making that, and it looks good. And the the problem is at the point where he goes into a sporting goods shop, picks up an hour, he's like, arrow, nice compound. He goes to shoot it, which is nonsense, too, because it seemed like he was just having fun. This is getting towards a little vandalism because he's yeah. shooting the wall. It's okay because that's when Oliver's followed him and says, hey, I want my wallet back. And I thought to myself, you just ruined Eric Shea's dream. Eric Shea wanted to live there. You're not saving him. You are now giving it. It's now from a dream to a nightmare. You're taking him away from his dream because I can see after this, you would have went to like, at this point, there would have been a Suncoast video. You would have grabbed oh, some horror uh, movies. I would have been would've... in KB Toys or oh, the yeah. Suncoast video and then I would have gone over to fucking Circuit City or whatever kind of shit and watched whatever and I wanted to And then you would have went toys. to Hot Topics and then oh, dressed yeah. up like a pretty girl and then you would have went Damn and right. who knows what from there. The night is young. The, the uh, night is young. And, and, and like the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless. But yeah, if you had this book where you kept going and you saw night one, night ten, and every night he's doing different things in the mall, I think you would have given it a ten. I'm, sight done. I'm, I'm telling you exactly. I'm telling you. I just think back though, because the one the one movie that really freaking you know created this in my mind, the whole living in the mall was Dawn of the Dead back in '75. And like back then, they had an arcade, they had a roller yeah. rink and shit like that. I'm like, the mall in that movie in Pittsburgh was fucking amazing. He had yeah. A Video games weren't great because it was 75, but still, yeah, the idea yeah. of, you know, me as, you know, a teenager living in a mall with what they had in a mall, if I had, like, a roller oh, yeah, you would have uh, loved I know the one in, um, like, Montgomeryville where we live, yeah. it, like, uh, had a fucking miniature golf course at one point. Really? So, That's like, crazy. I'm like, 
I know that it was, it was like glow in the dark too. I'm like, you know what? This would have been fun well, as hell. You would have loved it, and it's funny too because this whole thing is just for fun. Uh, so you don't have security guards walking around nonsense like that, which you would, uh, because you want to spell it out when Oliver goes. He's like, hey, you know what? You set the. He did the speed. He did yeah. exa- He disengaged the alarm system, set the security footage on a continuous 15-second loop. Like I said, he did the speed deal. And right there, again, you get the idea. Oliver's like, this kid's pretty fucking smart. You know what? Yeah, and, yeah. and feels bad for him because, again, he's very privileged. And he sees a kid who's living in a goddamn mall. Probably stinks like the goddamn fountain. Probably has a, a fucking <laughs> probably $1.50 and change up his ass from, from bathing. Yeah, all fucking pennies <laughs> up there. And you go, and I, I really do like that. So that's their first meeting. He wants to know how, you know, how'd you, you learn to use this bow and who the hell are you? Johnny, that, that is something I would do. I'd ruin the whole thing, though, because I'd get bored in the night, obviously, because you can only do so much for so long you know yeah. if i'm thinking my mind i'm living there for a while so eventually i'm at the fountain i'm sticking pennies up my ass and oh, then yeah. ho- like hovering my ass over the fountain and making a shitload of wishes yeah yeah oh yeah your your big wish <laughs> you and your fucking ass wishes <laughs> you're the <laughs> ass wisher uh but it goes on then and you go to now and this is where you're going to set up everything where they're at the indian reservation in the border of spokane and uh roy harper is going there because there is a protest there is the reservation which you find out later he grew up on and the reservation there's people protesting because there is a planned oil pipeline that is going to go through there uh the cascade pipeline i think they say it and there's just again there there's pieces of shit fucking you know sheriff and these guys and roy's there and he wants to go through he wants to help out or see what he can do and they're not going to let him through they're they're That's the thing. even this guy who's stopping him at the border of spokane and wants to see his id and asking him you yeah. know are you not going to plan on oh wait the thing is that i think there is a small panel with a freaking star i'm like yeah yeah the guys yeah who he, block, the guys who are blocking off the road he's like those guys don't look like cops yeah, yeah. you might want to turn around boy and, and it, i'm thinking yeah. to myself when i'm reading them, i don't think this guy's a cop well either. here's the thing is if if you want to go with it what i think he's saying i do not think that he's saying they look like they're fucking hoodlums or things like that they got armored fucking cars and shit i think he's pointing out that they're like paramilitary guys like these are no just cops this looks like it's fucked up and he's pissed at this moment because he's trying to get to this reservation now you're seeing that there's a bunch of nonsense and this the sheriff says to him he's looking oh roy harper now already there's trouble he knows his name and obviously he's there somebody's going to get the thing because they bust he busts through but in the meantime he says yeah there's going to be some problems on the reservation he calls it the res the res gonna have some problems you know we're gonna fucking take care of shit and even roy says later there's like a calm before the storm he had heard about this the the police were there there's a protest people are protesting peacefully the cops were there and tried all things like tear gas like they were pieces of shit and then all of a sudden pulled out so i think roy already thinks shit's gonna go bad like the police just don't pull out for no reason something else is gonna go and when this guy says you know what hey you know what this whole protest is about to come to an end there's some you know shit's gonna go down roy's gotta get in basically grabs the sheriff knocks him out or knocks his head into the fucking door i'm telling you i like the idea i love the idea of it he actually slams him into the top of the door and then he goes through the barricade and i really like it uh but yeah you go and and still at this point you don't even know what's going on there really you just think he's going in whatever uh you go back in in p- the past where oliver has taken roy to his apartment little creepy then, even roy says earlier you a creeper right 
Little Eric Shea, he's getting, he's living in a mall. He's doing the best he can to stay alive, but he's having a good time. Now this guy, this rich guy, is taking him away from that, making him go back to his room. I'm like, okay, I yeah. guess I'm going to have to suck some dick here. I yeah, really yeah. don't want to Really, it's tonight. like, you know, I said I was going to get the sound of a zipper because I'm telling you, he's like, yeah, you know what? Looks like you haven't had a proper vegetable in time. How about this cucumber? Zip. Oh, God. And then he's oh, like, God, yeah, I, I know. The, I'm telling you, Roy right now is like, I know the routine. Here we go. Yeah, I've <laughs> he been gets here down. before. He's like, yeah, 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 times are tough a lot. But yeah, there's uh, Oliver has his famous chili. We've seen it and heard about this goddamn chili. Oh, yeah. And the there it is. And it's funny because he's like, hey, kid, you know what? You haven't had a vegetable, so I put a lot more peppers in there or whatever. It's fucking hot as hell. <laughs> it's not something Dude, a kid would you want. you grind up Satan and yeah, put him yeah, in a bowl? Says that. Or... And, and in the meantime, this is a kid who you might think hasn't eaten. But yes, he just had fucking pizza with vegetables on it and not, stuff like not, that not right? only that i'm telling you the, well, he thinks that this kid hasn't eaten in a while so he makes him a food yeah, that he may saying. not be able to a eat food that is burning hot that like you know and doesn't even that's Dick the best thing hey he's like dude did you grind like you said up satan to put it in this bowl oliver does not say at all like uh you know what i'm sorry i always think everybody can take the heat you know even make fun of him and then give him a goddamn peanut butter and jelly like, sandwich in my mind, you work up to the chili. That's a yeah. friendship thing. Give you know, you work fucking, your way up to that. Give him some goddamn corn checks like Einstein eats, huh? Corn checks. Come and I get to see it. He eats them. He's like, this is piece of shit. Give me that chili. But yeah, they're, they're there. And then Roy makes himself at home. And this is the only problem I have with this issue, really, is the it's very quick. They are best friends within two seconds because then he's like, hey, old man, let's play some video games and answer questions. And they're playing video games. They're having a well, lot of time. I'm telling you, though, as long as you're playing video games and answering questions, it doesn't lead to rape. I'm telling you, as long as you can postpone that rape. That's why he's saying that. Yeah. He's sitting there and he's like, okay, you know what? As long as I can keep my pants on and you keep yours on, I'm good. But, yeah, they're playing video games. Oliver, at one, he's a lightweight, 139. Yeah. And I love the progression where at 11.45, he's, you know, hitting Roy in the back of the head and knocking the hat off. At 12.52, he, he is starting to zonk out. I really like that. I like that they had that progression. And then at 139, not only is he asleep, he's drooling. He's now a goddamn <laughs> retard. He's there. And that's when Roy's like party time. And it, it goes well. He lived in a goddamn mall. Now he's going to help himself to things. And he doesn't steal anything, but he does start drinking uh, yeah. Which alcohol, I like better Eric. than the whole, like I'm telling you, we played around the idea, I think it was in the rebirth now, that like the whole thing is we went back to the heroin origin of Roy Harper, and I did like the New 52, like reimagining where he was yeah. just an alcoholic. Again, like he's a, here. he is a young kid here. This could certainly lead to years later them saying again that he did do heroin. But yeah, at this point, he's a young kid. He, he's even when drink. Oliver like confronts him, he's like, you know, rule one, no drinking. Yeah, no so drinking. I like that being uh, the whole thing, you know. It'd be great if all of a sudden he went and there's that, you know, he opens up that cabinet. Fucking heroin, coke. He's there. Oh, heroin. He starts shooting up, and then you know, then you get the whole Oliver. Where the hell did you learn that from? You Creed Arrow. And then we go to like you know, like four hours later. Rule one hundred and thirty-nine: no heroin. <laughs> rule, rule number six: no heroin. 
Oh, yes. Well, once you get to that rule, all the, all the rules are out. Rule number five, don't fuck Black Canary. At least not. not when I'm watching. Uh, but, yeah, Oliver's sleeping. He's drinking, and he goes. And he had already spelled it out. It was a pretty good way when he went into the apartment. He had all these questions. And one was like, what's that empty space between this? And, and you get the other the idea again. This is a very observant and very, very smart kid. And I love it because even in the New 52 he he's a tech genius he yep. really is but the the way he's such a redneck fucking you know redneck man that uh freaking damien said dude that, he grew up on the res it that overpowers though how smart he really is you know what i mean that's you right. look even in titans you look the the thing you see is that the hat backwards and the goddamn fucking shades you, you don't remember this guy is a tech genius which he is and also just a smart guy uh there's a reason why he ends up being who he is not just because he drinks or does heroin and, and wears a goddamn flannel around his waist like a boss eric damn right like but a yeah boss. He, i thought you were gonna say something bad against fuck, that no no i like i could never pull off that look i'm too sure uh, but they go, he goes, and he figures out how to get into this. And it is what I would always go by, the quiver, which, you know, the green arrow cave. And he's just sitting there looking. He's like, oh, you know what? This is going on. Oliver wakes up and goes in and says, listen, this is impressive. You've broken into my thing. Yeah, you know, breaking into a mall is one thing. But going into the overriding my security, that's fucking the deal. But rule number one, no drinking. And that's when Roy's like, you're a green arrow. And he's like, speedy deduction. I like that. At the I, same I'm time. Saying, it's too bad that Roy decided to rebel and he went down the list of rules. No drinking? I'm going to show you. Yeah, really. I like that. It's like uh, rule number one, no drinking. I'm out. <laughs> he only got to one roll. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Back the, to the, the best thing, too, is you get this idea. I really like when, when really Oliver. Young Eric yeah, when Oliver turns his hat around and that actually becomes his look, that. I love it. I thought that was so cool the way he did it. But this is the one thing that I think you didn't get off panel. Huh. You figured out I was Green Arrow. You're now going to be my sidekick or I'm slicing your fucking throat because I'm not oh, letting yeah. you out of you, here. Exactly. You know? you know my secret now. What can I do yeah. here? Yeah, here it is. Okay. You know my First secret. Off, okay, my dick's going you, okay? in your mouth. I'm taking yeah. pictures. And I will release these. If you got, you know, whatever would happen. But something, they, they really spell, he's really like, okay, you're my sidekick now. It's so quick. There's no explanation or, or even a negotiation. And at that point, you don't need one. No, it's and like, that's it, the thing. This is all quick. I really like the way it is. Uh, you go back to the now part, and really, the problem with this issue is the flashback deal is so good to me. The now is kind of like, oh, oh yeah, geez, the let's now go. puts a fucking stop. It on does. Everything it really stops the pace. Having such a good time. Yeah, yeah I was having a great time. Uh, you do go back to the reservation. You see that yes, he was growing up there. You see a picture what you would think even right there you're thinking okay that must be like an adopted father the the yeah. son who's and pissed brother. i don't know why yeah the brother i don't know why they even kept that picture because roy's given like gang signs and and the kid's just fucking pissed uh, well, not only that he goes back to the reservation there's like the guy the f adopted father we find out in the next yeah. page seems like roy seems killed like he him. killed him yeah so and he even has his little brace it's the family home who it belongs to his brother yep. who wants no part of yeah. him now like you, at that point yep. you somehow crop out roy's part of the photo in my yeah. mind yeah 
Yeah, really. Uh, even that to have that photo just laying around, it's hokey, I'll, but it's I'll okay. Just, I would just take it out and I'd, I'd cut that section out and put yeah. a picture of a dog and, like, yeah, right in the place. funny, just t- t- uh, taped on there. But yeah, yeah, now you go back to then and now Roy's older, they're fighting, they're full out fighting. Uh, Oliver definitely, he has the Green Arrow costume at the beginning of New 52. I really like the goggles. I really dig. I'm telling yeah. you, I, when I, I remember when I first started looking at the New 52 because originally I boycotted it because I'm like, you motherfuckers, you're going to take all this history and just get rid yeah. of it. But like, uh, I remember I think it was I JT Kroll who started. JT Kroll was doing it, yeah. And I remember looking at the cover of Green Arrow though, and I'm like, that doesn't look like Ollie at all. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? The thing is, then I, you know, months later, I ended up reading it. I fucking really loved the first six issues of this yep. book, and I like the idea of this going back and showing it. I'm so happy we got to see this. The only problem is it does look like they're fighting Count Vertigo. Yeah, it does look would like not Count show Vertigo. up until Jeff Lemire yeah, I know. part of the and it, But it does look like him, and I'll go with it. Like that would have been whenever, but yeah, that's the legacy deal. It does yeah. look like Count Vertigo. Uh, but I do yeah, like it. I had to go like, with my. I'm like, I sat, actually said to myself like, here you go you're gonna fucking yep. bitch no, but Burton, now you know? now and here's the problem though or the the good thing about this is be, unlike sam humphreys who has to change things or whatever uh if it was uh eleonora who, who decided this or they said hey make sure he has this costume here it is that's such a cool way to tie it in like you're there you're reading it like holy shit that's the beginning of the new 52 costume this makes complete sense uh and i really really like that uh but that that's where you get the whole thing where uh roy loves the trick arrows and this has always been his thing he's always it's the big joke and yeah and i really i'm telling you the inclusion is great because he's like oh that's the glue hour oh that's the satellite hour he's going with these and green and and oliver says like this is ridiculous. How am I ever going to know? Like the parachute arrow. And he even says, maybe not the best <laughs> choice for our particular. I love that Roy explains it. He's like, I compartmentalized your quiver, and each arrow has different fletching that you can feel for the touch. It makes complete sense. It's and not it's so like, good. It's so good. It really is, again, like, it's a smart thing, but it, it's just good. And yeah, they're, they're and fighting It went out of its way to like. explain this thing that did not need to be explained, no. but it's all the much better for yeah. it. I'm yes. like, they Green Lantern's book. Yeah, and even like, they have a, a nice back and forth you're like this is where you're reading this and you're like god damn it i want a green arrow and speedy book i really do Seriously, now. I right want this. i want it's a like, six issue mini of this I it even really reminds like me it. after like damien died in batman yeah. and robin where you know we dealt with like you know batman and aquaman yeah all these different things dealing yeah. through his grief and then eventually batman and two-face for that story but like when damien died i wish we would have gone back and had a batman and robin book where we saw the early days of dick yeah. Grayson yeah. or jason todd something and you know it's to so keep good. It a batman and robin book and the thing is you have to remember through all of this a lot of this is tying back into emiko who wants to call herself red arrow and do this so you're seeing this and i do think that she will become that and then we'll go with them going forward but yeah you're seeing some of the good times here of how great it was and i'm I'm glad at this point i do think maybe we're going to go a little further in the next issue or whenever dark shit shit, but i like that this issue is pretty much it's all good everything in the past is all these good times you know except for roy's actual past yeah it's yeah no chili or you know hot Chilly, no rape. No rape. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you go to the That's present again. You go to the present again, and it kind of, again, now, we're talking about trick arrows and all this. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we're back to the present. God but this it, is, it picks up a little now. He does meet his brother. His brother yeah, on the reservation the car, is We pissed. see him in the Titans uniform as Arsenal, which I'm telling you, it has grown on me. I thought it was yeah. silly when I first saw the Titans, but I do like it. Yeah, and they're there. And, yeah, he's there with the deal, and he's come back to talk to his brother. And the thing is, he has no reservations there. He's, that's a joke. Uh, but, yeah, then you get this whole thing. You're no 
brother of mine even says, and you get the whole thing, you know, he was adopted. They took him in like a stray. He's like, my dad hated you. You know, my dad liked you. I don't know why. You don't belong. Don't you call him dad? You killed him. And you get the idea Roy did has no recollection of how or why. So who knows? Well, I'm sure we'll find that out. In the meantime, they get attacked. I look forward to this whole thing because of how much fun I was having this Yeah, oh, I love that. And then they get attacked, and it is uh, what the police were referring to of, you know, these heavy hitters come out, and it is a gang that has gone and really idolized Wild Dog and is attacking as the Wild Dogs. It's not Wild Dog himself. They really spell it out that this is kind of a, a group that idolized him and went. And I like that. They have been it's kind, of, it's kind of like you know the dark knight returns with the sons of batman yes that's you know? what it looks like a lot and the thing about it and also it all of a sudden it turns into road warrior uh but i liked it and we've had hints going on of wild dog in this book so it's okay i oh, like these appeared, guys he, i'm telling you he's been on the news in the background of yeah, this series yep, so far he's yeah. been on like a bottom part he of was on a rooftop at one point but exactly. i don't know now if that might have been but yeah they even say in quad city there's this guy and and you know here we go with them and you know they're going so and they'll, now we have a battle wild dog story that, that they've been like kind of like you know putting in the background kind of got away from it seems yeah like. it did it seemed like they like got away from it, it seemed like they were just like eh, let's not go and now this was an opportunity to bring him out we'll see if that you know pays yeah, off in the end hopefully this gang makes him infuriated and he that's comes what out i hope yeah because i'd name. like to see wild dog in this i'd oh, love yeah. for oliver to go or roy to go and find out what the fuck's going on with wild dog i love though they're fighting these the wild dogs gang and roy's going and all of a sudden oliver shows up on a horse <laughs> where'd you get that horse oliver I'm, jesus I'm, christ I'm, I'm telling you, though, it's funny to me because, you know, the freaking wild dogs attack, like all the freaking Indians on the reservation, they go freaking attack back and forth, you know, like they're meeting them in battle, it seems like, on horseback, yeah. and Roy's there, so he starts shooting arrows and blowing, like, motorcycles, yeah, I'm like, yeah. he's, got, he's got his trick arrows and shit like that, he's just beating them up, and then all of a sudden, Oliver comes in and starts shooting this guy, like, in, in the back with an yeah. arrow that Roy was fighting, and you look at this guy, there's just an arrow, I'm like, that guy is That guy's dead. dead. I know, I was just going to say, that's, uh, again... Uh, whatever. I, I don't mind. This, this guy's do. a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit, but Green you, you don't people. know. You don't know what's going on. You don't I know. Don't. Uh, so I'll just go and the, the way that they kind of go past it. I do have an idea, even though later when they're talking, that guy's still laying there. He's, he's dead. dead. He's dead, Jim. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's dead. Uh, but yeah, you have him there. And I like the fact that when they, sh- he shows up and he calls him Arsenal, which was, you know, which was good. And the other thing though, I thought they were going to hug it out. I, you know, I didn't think that, Roy was going to be so pissed because Roy's like, hey, and Oliver doesn't seem to think, you know, it's like old times for him. He's like, hey, you know what? We're just going to go up here. He's like setting out a plan. And well, Roy the last says, time they saw one another, they did kind of like leave yeah. on good terms. Yeah, it was while and, Roy and was even in the to the point where uh, during the series. Oliver has been kind of saying, like, yeah, you know what, things, you know, you get the idea that things went wrong a bit, but they they're not as bad now. Like he he did want to have this. Uh, and go on, and I think that in my mind, he would have heard about the Titans, maybe, or whatever, and would have been, yeah. even the Red Hood and the Outlaws, he might have been like, okay, he's trying his own thing, whatever. Well, the same, that's the last time we saw them yeah. together, was yeah. the Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, and uh, Roy just cold cocks him, punches him right in the fucking face, and it made me laugh. T- that was the funniest panel uh, of the whole week for me, because he's just like, I'm not following you anywhere, punches him, and that's where he says, I- I'm this is you, all really your this- fault. 
I love this last page just because it's it's done so well. Where he's bringing yeah. it's, it's two panels on this page. One where Roy does cold cocks. I'm all yeah. over on the ground looking up at fucking Roy. This is all your fault. And in the background, we see the pipeline with Queen Industries. Yep. The written pipeline on that's awesome. going through that's causing all of this problem is a Queen Industries pipeline. Now this is going to lead you would guess Oliver to say, "Listen, I don't have shit to do with them anymore. I yeah. want to. I want to stop this, but I, I don't. I'm not even involved. I can't even go as Oliver Queen to Seattle. You know, I would think that Roy at this point would be a little more up to speed and know that Oliver well. Queen is wanted for murder. We'll go or with it. Believe be- dead. Yeah, or being, dead. You know, yeah, yeah. Dead. But I'll, I'll go with it because I think it is an awesome last page. It's a cool cliffhanger that you know Oliver's got some splaining to do, and, and fucking Roy's pissed, but Roy also has to you know deal with this this i guess maybe stepbrother half brother what not half brother but it's a, it's a adopted foster brother. brother foster brother even and i don't even think it was fully official it was just that uh his dad found them and like he said he brought you in as a stripe obviously earlier uh green arrow when he did meet him as a kid said how did you learn how to shoot a bow, obviously, we'll probably see that the father yeah. had taught him all this stuff. So he, he well, yeah, owes when a lot to him. He's on the res. He's there. But I really liked it. I really thought that Ben Percy nailed the early stuff of Green Arrow and Red Arrow together. You know, Roy, yeah. Speedy. It, it, it made me so good. Yeah, it did. I loved it. It made me want to see Roy Harper and Green yeah. Arrow fucking I'm doing stuff you, together I, because I of would, how much fun it was. I would love... I, I always yell when we have a book. Like even the I Am Bane story where it seems like a lot of it is set up to go towards that Bane Conquest book. I do get angry when you have a book that looks like it's just setting up another book. If I find out that this is setting up a Roy Oliver book, I'll fucking cheer because I loved every bit of it. And yeah, and this is where I really do think that when Ben Percy decides to not fucking, you know, even this, this is social warrior, you know, social justice warrior stuff. They are going and protesting on an Indian reservation of a pipeline. The thing is, it's done so well and done as a comic book. It's not over the top. It's not pushed at you. It has a personal thing for Roy and then ends up with, uh, yeah, but the humor is the greatest. When I, what I was going to say originally, when he decides to have fun, this book is awesome. It really is. When he decides to, I'm going to teach a lesson and I'm going to do this and I'm, you know, this is no time for jokes, then, then it loses its way. And that's what happened at the end of the New 52. Since Rebirth, with the legacy coming in, even with Merlin, who's a piece of shit, we had a lot of fun. He's flying away on a goddamn fucking blimp. They're not even looking. Like shit with them. It, it, all these characters, Emiko, fun, all this, Diggle, fucking disappearing in a river. Hilarious. <laughs> but no, I really like it. I, I gave this an 8.5. I really like the art. I said the only thing that stopped me from giving it even a higher score was I thought the pacing was thrown off with the now stuff. That, no, that I agree. That's it became interesting the at the end, but it was dragging a little, and it always happened at spots where I was so into these flashbacks <laughs> that it kind of threw me out. And so I, I gave it an 8.5. I'm sorry, I love the art in this book. I love the backstory of Roy. I'm, I'm right there with you where the freaking, you know, going to the present in Spokane freaking Indian Reservation threw the whole thing off. I did eventually did get into it, but yeah. I would give it an 8 out of 10. I had a yeah. great time yeah. with this book. I hope it continues on this path because I like liking Green Arrow. Oh, yeah, and this is an issue if you haven't read Green Arrow in a while or never did in Rebirth. This is easy to jump into. Everything is new to this book. You really don't have a lot of shit that it ties into from before. If you want to just grab it and see if you like it 
and see, you know, and the art style, it is a different artist than normal. Uh, really good, though. But she's been on before, and the art's good. This art, this, uh, the art teams on this book with Juan Ferreira, uh, Oliver Schmidt, and this Eleonora, uh, Carlini, I believe it is, uh, probably the, the best art of Rebirth, like as a team. Like oh, there is not a time where it goes, and each of them has a little different style, and it always seems to fit the the issue you're reading. So I I really do like it. But we're gonna move on. Uh, speaking of art, we're gonna move on to the oh, last gotcha. issue of this section of the green section. Eric. The green section. Green it makes so section. Much sense. Yeah. Nightwing number sixteen, written by Tim Seeley, with art by Javier Fernandez, Chris Sotomayor, and Carlos M. Manguel. Dick's got some explaining to do when Damien reads on Twitter that people think that Nightwing will plan on taking over the mantle of the bat one day, but Dick doesn't have time for his former sidekick's nonsense because Sean and him might be having a baby. That's right. If that's not enough drama for you, it also looks like Sean might have been kidnapped by some psychopath calling himself Deathwing. Deathwing. I like that name. Uh, it starts off and... Uh, it seems like an Earth-3 goddamn counterpart. Yeah, it kind of does. Sean and... And maybe it is. Maybe that, maybe that thin membrane of a multiverse we hear. But Earth-3 was destroyed. I know. I know. He's a little old, too. I do like him. But, yeah, uh, they're doing a little Spider-Man, kissing upside down. And, and I really... I'm telling you, I understand that she had to do, like, some weird things to get on sides of walls to fucking, you know, do her defacing and whatnot back yeah, in yeah. her supervillain yeah. days. There is no goddamn way I'm with somebody. I'm going to do this. This no. seems dangerous. Why can't we make out in the goddamn couch, baby? They are thrill seekers. And the thing God that I love the best, because they're talking, and it's very nice. They're kissing. And, and really, she must be a good kisser. I, she does a little loop-de-loop or something, because he really likes it. Uh, I love the yeah, part that, and, and he says, I think all the blood rushed to your head. And then she said, well, I noticed not all the blood went to yours. I'm like, he's got a heart on. I'm like, what is going on in this book? This book's getting sexy. Young love. He's there in that skin-tight outfit. He has a raging fucking heart on. Now, later, he jumps. that shit down. And he, he, like, straddles the I'm looking for his cock in this one panel where he's straddling the thing. I'm like, where the fuck is it? Like, she's like, oh, I see it didn't. He's got a micro penis. He is the most perfect guy ever. Really, he is. Dick Grayson is. To me, Superhero 101, you got you got to tape it down. Well, here's the thing. She saw it. So what I'm saying is you can't be this perfect every everywhere. So <laughs> unfortunately, he's hung like, you know, he's hung like a midget and she kind of laughed. I have one, it's like, funny. I can up Dick Grayson on. It's funny because I, I kind of went with this then and I'm like, oh, she's no, just upset. She <laughs> wants to talk. She wants to talk to him because he has a small penis. It's over. You know, hey, you're a nice guy. And, and it's funny your name's Dick because I got a problem with you there, Grayson. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was That's it was really good. That's name, isn't it? Yes. And I'll tell you, uh, I'm starting to like Tim Seeley a little more. Uh, so on I. this book, I am. It's that, slow uh, for me got, to jump once we've in. Once we got the Bloodhaven, yeah. I've been yeah. really enjoying it. And I really look forward to this whole arc here because, you know, we the whole last issue going through the relationship of the last two months of Sean and Dick, I yeah. had a great time with it. And I yeah, thought we I, set it up pretty well with the whole Bloodhaven, uh, Bloodhaven arc. Yeah. It's just now that Javier Fernandez is back, who did the first, you know, arc of with Raptor and shit yeah. like that, where I really did not like this book, and it brings up some bad memories that just makes me feel. Yeah, like- I don't like the art at all in this book. I think that this, if the art was better, this would have been a really, really it good issue. Amazing issue. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I, I don't like the art. And by the way, the uh, Twitter in the DCU is called Chirper, Eric. Chirper. And uh, yeah, people are yelling on Chirper that uh, Damien is not the best 
freaking Robin, oh, like, which yeah, is it's funny. Like, hashtag Robin is really making moves, leading, leading a new Teen Titans baller move. And yeah, another one's move. like, right? What will Nightwing think? It's like, Nightwing is busy in Bloodhaven. Hashtag the original Robin. Yeah, hashtag I like that. Best Robin. Yeah. And it's like, Nightwing is the Batman of Bloodhaven. And then I'm like, well, until he takes over the mantle of Batman himself one day, of course, hashtag the original Robin, hashtag yeah, best, best Robin. Best Robin. He's pissing them. There's there's this one from just, at, at Weird Science DC. Holy shit, this chicken chalupa fucking kicks ass. And the, you know, he's like, what? <laughs> but he's pissed. He's sitting on, in Titan's Tower. He's got, I don't even know what the name of the chair is, but this big, like, freaking it's lounge chair. It's a futon. Chair. It's like a it's futon a, chair. Like a futon, I like. thought it was like a pull-out goddamn yeah, sofa. I think that this is uh, as well. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a big he's ass He's eating a big fucking chair. thing of peanuts or something. That's the thing. He's got a gigantic sack of peanuts on his lap. Yeah. He's going through Twitter getting yeah. pissed. He's yeah. like, is this Jim Warner? It is. It's me. shit. And the best is, is if it, if it was me, it'd be weird science is one of the best sites I've ever been to. I'd be pissed. One of them? You goddamn <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, it would be Damien sitting there. It's like, you know, uh, the new, the Robin right now, he's one of the best. And di- one of the best? I'm telling you, it made me laugh because I'm like, he is falling into me, especially when the I, site and the podcast first started and people oh, yeah. would even say anything. I'll take anything you, that though. people say the wrong way every time. Well, I'm telling you, it's even best because I even goes on in my mind as this little Jim Warner because in my mind, I'm the rest of the Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. Damien immediately goes over, hey, hey, who do you think would be like, you know, Batman once Batman decides to go, oh, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, like, and he's furious. He's oh, like, I'm he's out there. so it's mad. It's so mad. I like uh, Beast Boy. Uh, he's like, yeah, Nightwing has hashtag original Robin. <laughs> of course he would be that. That's him. Yeah, he's just fucking around with him, and he is pissed. And he sma- he smashes his phone. He's now he's wrong turn. I am, sa- I am telling you though, I am thinking he is actually at eyes on. I'm sorry, wait. Heroes Bound sixty nine is freaking Beast Boy's freaking thing. Yeah. He's the one who is tweeting this out. Yeah, oh yeah, at that point in time. Yep, I would say it's like, and then it'd be funny. Beast Boy says that like, is that tr- oh, is hero, it trending? Hero <laughs> Hound sixty nine. Yeah, Hero say. Hound, and that even makes even more sense. Hero yeah. Hound sixty nine. He's in. The, he's in, probably in the background. If we look, uh, I'm telling you, I would not be shocked if he was back there fucking tweeting. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna head to Bloodhaven and see what this is going on now again. This is where this part of the book, I really, really, yeah, he smashes it. He's wrong turn now. He's pissed. He heads off. I really love, I love Damien at any point. I think that Damien, it's a little over the top from what we've seen recently. And also, he, he loves Dick Grayson as more than anything in the world. To the, I think he might be putting on a big front because this could just be – they're not doing anything at Titan's yeah. Tower. He needs something to do. It is funny. That's what he's doing. He, he actually are all those accounts. He's made all those accounts to get pissed and leave, and I really do like this issue. I think it's a really, really good issue. I think that the part of Damien, while I love Damien, it kind of throws the issue off a little just because of – him being there, not making complete sense, and him being there to to prove that he's a better bat. It, it's kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah, We've seen this. Over the top, We've seen this a million times. This, oh I no, really, I'm telling I you, like the rest over the top, Damien. Because I look, this is the front he always puts on with Dick Grayson, even though they are oh, like yeah. brothers. 
and they do have respect for one another. He is always trying to one up Dick, and this idea that the Twitterverse is going crazy thinking that Dick is better. Yeah, I like that, but in a, in a, sending him out there in but an like, issue that's so him, serious like this no, and really it. has implications I, of a big nature. I don't know. I'm having saying, Damien though, throws I, I like it, it off though, because me. Damien does become very subdued once he understands what's wow. going on in this. Like he's being putting on this big front, joking around to it, not joking around, but you know, being the over the top yeah. Damien. Well, I love it because what's yeah. Very subdued back to what we like yeah, in the bit. Because what happens is uh Dick has gotten a call from Sean that basically says, Listen, you gotta come and see me. I'm late and I'm not talking about work. And again, this is this is this something place. this is something that shocks me a bit that it's in a comic that just you don't see this a lot, but once it happened where we know what happened, we know Sean's in big you, trouble already. You don't see people talking about superhero chubbies a lot no, in comics. No. Uh, yeah, like that that's too. what I'm saying. This issue really threw me off a bit in a good way. Uh yeah. but we already saw that Sean's in trouble. So when he finds this out, like it, it's very well done that you know you're not you don't find out later that shit has happened or we knew from the the cliffhanger of last issue yeah, last so issue, when you see taken. this immediately like oh shit she's gonna oh, be dead but oh. also i start thinking like you know what they had the whole grayson book which i loved he was a spy or whatever Really, this seems to me like the next step that you would want in a Nightwing. And he even says, before I was young, you know, I would never want to get somebody pregnant, this or that. But I'm getting older now. You know what? Batman was about my age when he had Damien. And, you know, at least, you know, yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah. Damien. Uh, but I really do like that. And it actually made me think, you know what? I would like to see a book where Dick gets married, if it's Deshaun, whatever, well, and sorry, has a kid. Biggest- that was my biggest problem in the New 52 when it was created because they're starting over. And, you know, we had this five-year window where our heroes were just, you know, pretty much starting out. And that's what I really loved about the old continuity is that they've been, you know, doing this for 16 years. We got to watch everybody grow up essentially yeah. Yeah. and have this history. And then it was all taken away. Yeah. Well, you know, besides for Batman, even though it didn't make any sense, and Green Lantern. And but Green still, Lantern, like we had this earlier. history. And that's what I liked about it. Now, you know. Continuing with that, the idea of Dick growing up, having a kid, and maybe getting married, I love the idea of that. I love it. I really do. I really like the idea, especially because he actually goes with with, uh, Damien. He treats Damien. Damien, to me... Dick is almost like a surrogate father at times. Obviously, you even go with a little call out later when he was Batman with Damien as Robin and stuff like that. And I think that you you would expect cover this. Oh yeah, it's great. It's so good, and it's great later when yeah Damien shows up. He has brought the Batmobile that they used when they went out. I thought that was awesome. That again, that is such a great callback. Like the, you know, the uh, Green Arrow having the outfit and stuff like that, that doesn't mess up anything. You can no, have callbacks. You can tell we, stuff and exactly. stories. We that, know that we know that Dick was Batman and Robin yeah, and Damien was yeah. Robin. So and, there's and, I love and it. we know what the Batmobile looks like. So just having it there, it's great because, like we said, Damien was over the top in the beginning of this. Yeah. He is, you know, there. He, like he brought the Batmobile that they shared together. Yep. It's like, you know, and that's what, is, yeah. you know, it's a mutual respect. And still. the greatest thing to me is like, you, you can get in your mind that he got in that Batmobile and it's like, this is the one that he was the, ba- I'm going to show him this is my Batmobile now. I'm the Batman. And he goes off. But yeah, once he finds out because D- uh, Dick goes to Sean's apartment because she has said, basically, I think I'm pregnant. Bring a pregnancy test. We'll find out together. And when he goes, he sees she's Damien, been taken. Well, Dick tells Damien, go wait in my apartment. Yeah. I have some shit I got to take care of. And at this point, I love it too because. Damien is still being the over-the-top Damien. He falls. And Dick has just had a goddamn bombshell dropped yeah. on him. And He's... he doesn't have time for Damien. He no. fucking flips in the look. Go wait at my apartment. We'll talk later. Just stop no. fucking around right now. I got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. Because he's there and 
when he goes to the apartment and realizes what has happened, he breaks down. He's there crying. He's sitting there crying, and well, he is Damien he's devastated. At that point, you know, he doesn't yeah. see Dick like this very often. No. When he, like when he flips him over and like he's furious with Damien. Damien, you know, he drops the whole fucking shit, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. sure." Thing, because man. he followed, he followed back to Sean's apartment. He says, yeah. "I didn't know your I address. Know you I followed yeah. you. You know what?" And it's so great. This part is good with Damien, where he shows up and he's like, "Listen." You can apologize to me because earlier what happened when he did say that he just basically in in two seconds took fucking Damien down. This right. is where I thought one thing was bad is like, you know what, you're down, whatever. And Damien kind of concedes to him. And I, I don't think he'd ever do that, but that was fine. It, it went I on. I would for the mutual respect that they share for what they went through together. Yeah, but like, it was weird like, at this know, point because this was before. Over the line. You know what I mean? This is before where he it, just says – just Can't we look, talk? Like the expression that freaking yeah. Dick had and the look. I'm saying he realizes he went over the line and shit is real. I better calm down. Yeah, I, I thought it was still too quick because basically Dick's just walking away and he's like, listen, you you, you address me. I'm the son of the bet. And and Dick just throws him and puts him down and says, you're a self-absorbed 13-year-old with raging hormones and all the patience of a kid on Christmas morning. I need to do something. Do you hear me? Yes. And he's still pissed. But I just I thought it was a little force right there. But yeah, he just follows him home anyway. And he does show up. Sean's like, house, yeah. like I said, he does go to Sean's house. He follows Dick there. And I like I did like I said, I like when he's like, Listen, I'm here so you can apologize for what you did, you asshole. <laughs> and then he sees him crying. And I like the panel. Actually, we don't it's really so like good. the art. I like that panel there because you see him in, I, in like you, a though, silhouette. But I like the idea of what it could look like yeah. with a better artist yeah, too. Just he's like the, I, I like the, the the presentation, the outcome of it, though, could use some work. I just, Javier yeah. does not do it for me, but the panel layout and the whole freaking, you know, position of everything looks great. Yeah, and at this point, Damien is like, you know, hey, there was no sign of end, you know, breaking and entering this. Oh, your girlfriend was, she considered herself an artist. Oh, look at this fucking nonsense. And he just says, you're 13. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, here it is. I found this. I have to go. And there's Damien just sitting there with this Robin Hood book that he he handed her or handed him. And then he sees on the ground and picks up. And there is a pregnancy test. And he's like, Grayson, you fool. And again, I, I actually like that panel enough. Uh, it's okay, but yeah. I just don't understand what Javier does with the freaking mass of these characters because it's just like you know circles around their eyes and no connection, like connection over the nose. I'm like, yeah. why do you do this? I, I know it's a style choice, but it just looks weird to me. Yeah, and then you have a, a pretty hokey deal where there were coordinates in the book. It led to this. It meant that, and it ties into Robin Hood and all. Then again, I was like, yeah, whatever. But uh, the best part of that is where he ends up. There's well, Damien. He's already there. I think skipped over it, though, because there was a thing where, uh, in my mind, you know, Sean was painting that thing that we saw in the last issue where she was talking to Pigeon on the phone when she was taken. Yeah. I think, uh, like, you know, Deathwing, in my mind, took her. He's the one who wrote Daddy. Oh, yeah, I thought, he, on the guy yeah I thought he was, you know, like, too. The whole thing, I'm like, that's so creepy looking, yeah, too. Just that, the idea yeah. that he, you know, this person who took her knows, knows that she's that pregnant she's with the son of, yeah. you know, or daughter of the child of Nightwing. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, though, even... uh. Uh, I think it might have been Repairman Jack uh, spelled it out. You remember what they were watching on TV in the last issue? They were watching Maury, and it's like, you are not the father. And he's like, is this a foreshadowing of some that's sort? Kinda, I, and like I was that. like, I ooh, that's that. crazy. Because remember, he was like, yeah, we watch a lot of bullshit TV together. They're having fun. And there was that. And I'm like, I think he might be onto something. This is fucked up. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. But yeah, when I did, when, I did not. Yeah, yeah, that. he said that. I just remembered it now, which was a good callback. And I, I if it wasn't Repairman Jack, I apologize to who it was, but I do think it was him. Uh, but yeah, he's there. It's so funny to me because Dick is going through. He's rushing to get to this place that he thinks. 
thinks they're going to be. There's Damien. He's waiting. He's already there. And he's like, hey, you know, and he's like, is that the Batmobile that we had? And again, when Damien got killed, uh, the, the best thing of that, I think one of the best moments with Damien is when he was about to die and he was there with Dick and, uh, freaking, what's his name? Zealot. Was it Zealot? No, what, it was, uh, um, what's his name? God, God damn it. I can't um, remember what he went starts by. with an H. Uh, heretic heretic Heretic, was there and before damien just went fuck it i'm going they were behind a barrier and he was going to jump over and he's like you know what grayson we 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 were were the the best best. batman and robin we were the best you know me and you and and dick's like you know what yeah and he's like you know what we were and it was a great moment every time something like this happens when he shows up with that batmobile i i actually got emotional again i'm like god Damn it, they're so good together. I want them. Like, we already said we want a uh, a speedy uh, Green Arrow book. Now I want the Batman and Robin of them again. Uh, because, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what I'd really like again? Let's go back to Nightwing having a kid. How great it would be to see Damien with a little baby. Because you, yeah. you know he'd be like the best uncle ever and, and wouldn't want people to see him be nice oh, to anyone. Oh, yeah. f- it would be so great. Uh, but, yeah, he shows up in the Batmobile and Dick's like, did you steal our old Batmobile from the cave? And he's like, indeed, <laughs> indeed, let's go. And he's in. Once he saw, and that's Damien, the best part of this is, now he realized what's at stake. He realized what is going on. Once he saw that pregnancy test and well, like that, that now it's like, now you're fucking, it's like one of those things where brothers fighting all the time and, yo, you're a piece of shit. Now somebody's fucking with them and it's like, we're together. Oh, let's fucking on. roll. Uh, we're going to fucking kick ass. Uh, but in the meantime, you see them from there. They're ready to go. You see the, you know, the first time we see this Deathwing, and he well, is like an is, old we go, we version. We go back because earlier in the uh, issue, when you know Dick went off to go stop an armed robbery, we see these like you know little like you know shitty little goon villain yeah. characters called the Four Horsemen. This guy's with machine guns and fucking horse heads on. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. Dick takes They're just Dick ridiculous. Yeah. And they take and they leave right as the police are coming, and that's when you know Dick goes to get the pregnancy test and goes see yeah. Sean. And he, he even says at that point, where... he tells Damien to stay there. Hey, wait for the police. Uh, yeah. They're going to come, and he doesn't obviously. So they were left there and yeah the, the fucking- and i'm sorry we come back to this and we see this deathwing character who yeah. looks like the capullo nightwing but the, like the long hair from the 90s nightwing yeah. yep. and uh it looks like he has killed the four horsemen he's and, killed the cops he has killed everybody yeah, he's killed everybody and he has like the bolo sticks but these are with fucking with blades, blades. like the these are gone to town and the only thing else and i think that the art would have been if it was better if you look at deathwing it actually looks like he's almost like a frankenstein type thing i don't know what you know what i'm saying like, it looks like his so it just, looks like his neck mind, and around his hair like I'm telling you though it does look like it's connected with hooks like his outfit is connected to his neck with hooks around his neck and then there are it's very weird but it looks like even the hair is like stitch on up there like this could Maybe. be like a false face type guy it could be somebody else who's impersonating by i don't know wearing a fat guy's skin i don't know what's <laughs> going on but yeah this is basically like you said this would be a great version of a earth three uh, Nightwing, Nightwing. Yeah. and just the Deathwing makes complete sense, and it's pretty. Trying kick-ass. to think, though, I think for some reason Dick Grayson was died on fucking. Nah, uh, yeah. He was actually he was talent on Earth Three. Okay, yeah, 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 that would make sense. But, but yeah, uh, like, this, is like, like, this is like this is like gratefully your broken city needed Nightwing, and now a broken yeah. Nightwing needs Deathwing. Yep, and there's Deathwing, and almost like you you would get the idea that maybe this guy is he, he's in town with a few days to kill her, but maybe it's one of those things that he thinks that you know you're too 
too nice, Dick Grayson. I'm going to take things. And unfortunately, well, one of those things might be like, you don't want to have a kid, and he's going to do some crazy shit. The only but we'll problem see. I have with this ending, because I really, I'm interested to find out who this character is, but the motivation is like, you know, you're not good at it. It seems very Raptor-like at the it end. Does. Of it. It's like He wants to yeah. fix Nightwing by the way Raptor did, to, to a harsher degree, obviously, but yeah, yeah. it seems very similar to me, and I do not want to get anywhere near Raptor yeah, it was things, weird. with Javier I, And you say that, there was something along the beginnings that made me even think of Raptor, and I can't remember what it was that something happened i'm like god damn it they say something about brandon yeah it was like something no it was something weird and i was like that kind of sounds like you're pointing it towards raptor i'll kill that we have to have that robin hood connection as well which we yeah you know what makes sense to me that's what it was once that robin hood book came up that was so pushed in that raptor story and they even made fun of it and stuff like that when they were going out and he taught and yeah i i actually thought God damn it! If this ends up being Raptor and he's got some skin, I'll fuck. It. I will. I'll kill somebody. That you know, there's no reason for that. I don't think it is. I hope it's not. Uh, I hope but it's yeah, not. I like it. Like I said, having Damien there, I do like it. By the end, at one point, it just seemed a little forced. It's fun though, and I really, I love Damien. The minute that Batmobile so showed up and he's like, "Hey, you know, that's the old Batmobile," I, I got a little. I just love the response got a little too. Emotional. Nightwing's leaning against the wall and he sees the bag on the floor and he pulls out the pregnancy test. Yeah. I just love the freaking battle. Yeah. You fool. And I like, and you know what's great about so that well. to me is three panels or so earlier, Dick says to him, you're 13. You don't know what's going on. You don't know about these things, but you know Damien does. He knows about <laughs> everything. So when he sees that, it's not like he's a little kid. Like, look at this. I could just imagine I'm a 13 year old and I see that. I'm like, this is some fucked up thermometer. Put it in my mouth. I got it up my ass, whatever. I'm like, huh, it's not giving me a temperature. What's going on? It's got three. I put up my ass. It tells me I'm pregnant. I don't know what's going on. I'm positive for something. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm positive for for diarrhea. But yeah, I I actually thought that was cool that he had like kind of said, you don't understand this. The minute that he sees this, of course, Damien understands it immediately. And like I said, that's when it goes from the I hate my brother to, yeah, you know what? Your brother is a dick. You son of a bitch. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm telling you, Brandon. I'm sure Brandon and his brothers, I don't know why it all, I always think of Brandon, uh, with that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he knows what I'm talking about. I had these guys at college that would actually pick fights using that whole thing. Where they would play bumper pool, uh, right. in this one bar. And if somebody came down there, these guys were pieces of shit. Uh, people would come down. And he's like, yeah, you see that piece of shit over there? That fucking guy? He's an asshole, isn't he? And they, I don't know. He seems pretty cool. No, no, no. He's an asshole, yeah. right? No, he, he's pretty cool. He's, he's, you know, we're playing some bumper pool. I don't want to cause any problems. You know, he's a real asshole. You know what? He does have a weird laugh. Oh, you son of a bitch, it's on. And they fucking beat the shit out of everybody. Nobody wanted to go to this bar. They were pieces of shit. Then the next thing you know, we go. Well, we, like something he, I do too. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, up. he goes. They they went home, lit a couch on fire on their fucking porch, and away we went. Uh, but yeah, what'd you give this? I gave this book a seven out of ten. I'm telling you, I really enjoyed the story. I love seeing Damien and Dick together, especially in Bloodhaven, because Bloodhaven's what really got me into this book, like you know, for the first time, because I was really wary about it for that yeah. first six issues. But because Javier is back. It took so much away. I do not like his art at all, and I just really wish we could get a, a regular artist other than him on this book. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It would have been so much better. But yeah, we're, we're like I, I can't remember it. who was on last week, uh, last issue. Was it Marcus Toe? Uh, was no, that Marcus Toe did, did the entire Bloodhaven okay. first arc. And that was and somebody had, like, else. Minku, 
Minkyu Jung or something like that. Okay. The last issue. Yeah. I really love that one. I wish we would have had that here. Yeah. Yeah. It does stand. Javier Fernandez, uh, actually signed exclusive. So we're going to see more and more of him, it seems. And maybe more and more of him on this book, which is a shame. I was really hoping, Tony, because like when he got signed, like in the announcement came out. You thought that he was going to be put on a new book. Well, I'm telling you, it was like during the time when Marcus II was doing the freaking whole Bloodhaven arc, he's like, oh, I can't wait to, like, you know, be in. I'm, I love doing, like, a character in Gotham, doing Gotham. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. ooh, you're not going to be happy. I, in my mind, he got signed, found out what happened in the story. Like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. But yeah. I was in only in this for Gotham. Did you give the score yet? Seven out of ten. Okay, I don't seven. even know. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know either. I would give it a seven out of ten as well. Uh, I liked it, I, and I said, Tim Seeley's starting to win me over a bit. Uh, I can't say that this is the greatest run of Nightwing yet uh, by any stretch, but this whole Bloodhaven stuff, even it even started a little goofy, starting yeah. to get good, and I really, this is upping the ante, and I'm actually shocked that this issue didn't get uh, a little more outside hype, that you know, oh, Dick agree. Grayson might be a father and things like that. That's pretty big, and I really do and that. I, I'm so interested to find out if it's true or not, because I really wanted to be for some reason yeah, just I to do. do something i'm telling you and, and i even put in my review where i almost fucked up because i'm like this is like the newest thing we've ever done with the character and so yeah. like, besides from, and i said telling besides you from him being a spy of course yes yeah, but this is the next <laughs> evolution this is something yeah. that's great i would love i mean how many things would it be where he he finds out she's pregnant she's not dead hopefully and oh. uh he goes around you see him going around he goes to fucking tell alfred and bruce i'd love to see that scene i'd like to see jason and you know oh man i thought i was going to be the first one to knock somebody up or some jokes and things like that and, and then even him Roy? saying like god I, I wish tim was here he'd really like it i mean there'd be a lot of things involved with this and even that like he goes back to the uh titans and and going and or he goes with damien the teen titans and has to tell starfire and he kind of feels weird about that and things like that and she of course she wouldn't even know what the fight oh yeah she uh it'd be so good but yeah roy would think it's the greatest thing uh all that would be and then really, while i really just cool. sitting there moping wish my linda would ha- you know have yeah, my really. baby well, my linda doesn't even remember me woe is me but no i would love to see him just an issue of him going around and telling everybody i, I think great. that'd be great and just him it, the problem is is and as this would go on i would just imagine that sean would be closer and closer to now being killed again because the, the yeah. happier a hero is with that that you know the more the other person's in big big trouble but i, I really did like it but uh we're gonna move on now did to you say the, what you give it I said a seven, just like you. Okay. Yeah, I said I would give it a seven, just to, uh, you know, the same. I think I like the art a little bit more than you because uh, of the whole thing with Damien. Like I said, at first it seemed four, so it kind of evened itself out. And by the end, I love Damien being here once things, you know, got on a roll. But yeah, we're going to move off just to. That final panel with Deathwing looked terrible. Yeah, I know. And I really do think that there's something going on I, with his fucking neck and his that. hair. It looks tell. like they're staples. We'll see. We will. And how does that goddamn look like? It looks like a combination of shades slash mask. I don't know how it stays on. It's like on there. I'm telling you, I think it's part of his fucking face. I think that that is part, you know, embedded in there. I think there's some fucking hocus pocus going on there. Uh, yeah. I actually also like that if you want to look, the fucking Batmobile's flying away at that point. And in there, the art is fucking nonsense. You see that? Where he's like, Bleed out gratefully. Your broken city needed Nightwing. That's the fucking, it looks like the Batmobile flying away. You know, it's taken off. That's awesome. It's not awesome there because it looks, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a flying turtle. (laughs) 
It's fucking got no color. It's a great goddamn turtle. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on to the next bit of mail, Eric. Uh, try to, you know, forget about that Green Lantern and, oh, okay. and just you know, move on is, from you know there. What? what? Hold on. I, I, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was just going with it. But yeah, you see it? Now that I thought that was like, in my mind, where like I was watching American Beauty and it was a plastic bag floating as that yeah. kid from that movie just filmed. But you see it? I had it? no it's, idea it, what that was. It looks like the bag, especially because when you go back, the, the wings are up on there on the Batmobile, yeah. the panel What's before. The I, I just, yeah. I had the book down. I fucking just brought it back. I'm like, what the hell is he yeah, talking about? Yeah. I, I had no idea that was Flying turtle. It's a turtle. It's flying away. It's a yeah. plastic bag. You had to film the beauty of it so just floating great. in the air. Yeah, the beauty of it. That's that's what uh, fucking Deathwing is worried about, a plastic fucking he's, bag. He's that kid from American Beauty all grown up. And he's, te- shh, bleed out gratefully. And he's not talking to the cops and the bad guys. He's talking to the goddamn bag. <laughs> bleed out gratefully, bag. Your, your day is done. Your so broken beautiful. city needed Nightwing. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful bag. You, you, you mean a lot, bag. I'm going to go write some dark poetry about you because I, <laughs> I, I'm deep. I'm going to go tell Sean some fucking dark poetry. I, I, I don't even know how you put together that that was the Batmobile. It, it is, though, not, right? Anybody, it, I'm it not wrong, right? It has no, to it be. It has to be. Huh. I have no idea. Flying away. <laughs> it's like he's there. He's looking at this bag, and then the next thing you know, you hear this there. Boom. It's, it's flying away. Now that's the Batmobile taking off. Yeah. There it is. But yeah, we'll go on from now to the goddamn mail. I might actually, I'm going to go downstairs right now and I'm going to watch a fucking paper bag fly away and wish I was on top of it. Fucking fly away. I actually, as we're recording this, I just got a note or a message from my wife that our uh, hot water heater died. So more money down the goddamn drain. So yeah, that uh, tells you right now, you better enjoy a stinky Jim Warner tomorrow. There is no fucking way I'm taking a cold shower. I'll kill somebody. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of things like, no, shit will go wrong. Like, Oh, you know what? The microwave tray isn't rotating that well. I think we need a new microwave. Yeah, I can get by with that. You know, we can, to, we can I, skip I, my that. My microwave tray has not rotated. No, ours hasn't years. either. And I said we need to. Now, again, I, I actually had to pay $60 for an AP test of my one son. Now we got a fucking. In, now, hot water here. Hot water here. Yeah, that's good stuff. Great stuff, Eric. I'm so glad that I'm living, living in this goddamn world. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to the mail as I go off and call a goddamn, I don't know, a plumber, an electrician, a combo. Eh, fucking spend money. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I'm just going to call you. I want you to come over and fix it. Ah, right. uh, yes. I'm you handy. Fucking ele- yeah, you're handy. All right. You're, you're a little too handy. If you ask me, my friend. Look, 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 uh, I get the job done. Whether I jerk off in the meantime, then you're goddamn business. I'm telling you, you can do what you want. You don't have to reach around me. You know what? Look, I may like that, so but at close. least, hey, at least wait till I ask for it. Or at least give you the sign. You know, the, well, the if tap. If that's the case, I'll, I'll wait for it then. Okay, wait for it. You, you, you won't be waiting long. I've seen I you. You're like a fucking Nightwing. Hung, hung like a fucking caterpillar. But yeah, we're going to go <laughs> off to the mail, and we'll be right back. Fuzzy. Understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man. The time on the podcast is here. 
the voice that we all want to hear so here we go That might be his waterfall soundtrack. <laughs> that is a goddamn good one. Every time, every time I hear that one, it makes me smile. No scrubs, oh, right? Yeah, you think that's just no scrubs? That yeah. that would be good too. That would be good as well. Uh, but yeah, I really, really love that song because I am the man, Eric. That's that's what, that's I what take I've heard. From that's it. word on the streets. That is the word on the streets. At least when I have my ear to the pulse of the streets, that's what the pulse is telling me. Uh, but this is mail section number three, and we're gonna start with Travis. It says hello, get fresh crew. Get fresh doop, crew. Doop. Boop, boop. This is your friendly neighborhood Burnside hater. How's it hanging? little to the left. I'd like to introduce you to Image Instant. This is, here's Brandon. Brandon, get ready for this one. A new section of the podcast dedicated to discussing at least one good image comic every week. It's called the Image Instant because, of course, it is going to take 15 minutes or so. So (laughs) hold on to your hats and away we go. I think that's a little shade slinging. Mm. Actually, I didn't read any image books this week. There were a bunch of number ones this week. A lot of books on image that actually people were impressed with, but that's an aside. So this week, instead of that, I think I'll talk about shoes. I wear shoes. Do you wear shoes? Now I think that he's throwing shade at Reggie and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoes are great, especially when it's cold outside or when you have to walk on something that isn't carpet. I know, right? WTF? Who would do that? I don't know. Who would walk on anything other than carpet? Anyway, I've noticed that almost all superheroes wear shoes, too. Wow. Mind blown. I think we really have something going on here with these shoes. I wonder if image characters wear more shoes on average than DC characters. Actually, I would say yes, because there's not as many. Like superhero guys, uh, they actually sometimes wear boots. So I would not. And he says, uh, maybe I'll do a team up with the Cosmic Treadmill guys and get the answer. More shade thrown in this one, boy. Shade. A question for Jim and Eric. Do you consider boots to be shoes? Eric, what do you yeah. say? Yes, I, I do. I do not. They're boots. That's like saying shorts or pants. They're, they're shorts. No, it's a what type about... of shoe. It's a boot. No, I think boots a normal. It's not a type of shoe. A shoe to me stops at at least a little above the ankle. I'm talking boots sometimes are like you have those chicks with those leather boots that go up to their goddamn knees. Uh, you know, they're not they're not shoes to me. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. If I went and said, I want show me all your shoes you have, cobblestone maker. Uh, he's not going to show me boots. He's going to show me shoes. What about sandals or sandals shoes? Yes. Uh, Crocs. Anything, anything you wear on your feet is a type of shoe. Uh, how about flippers when you go and uh, go swimming? They're not shoes. You're wearing them on your feet. It's also not meant to walk around in like shoes. You can walk around in them. You walk around on the dock with those. 
yeah, flip flops. It's terrible. What about slippers? Uh, how about you actually, you know, I know, oh my God, I love slippers, he says. Uh, speaking of boots, oh my God, I saw a girl wearing some sexy ass boots today. It is amazing how a nice pair of boots changes everything. Don't you agree? Anyone else in the Get Fresh crew do, do, really love women in boots? I want a new top five list now. The best boots in comics. Give it up. Is he? Is Travis drunk writing this? Do you think those yellow boots Batgirl's been wearing since Birdside? Do you like those? I think they look like the Flash's boots. Do you think Babs will go transgender soon? I digress. <laughs> Batman's boots are not sexy. Supergirl had some sexy boots, but I'm not sure about her age and latest version of her. So you might want to leave those thoughts aside. Except for you, Reggie. We know about you. I Ooh. think Superwoman wore some great boots once but not no one is looking that far down anyway do you guys prefer slip-on shoes or shoes that have been tied high top type shoes or low cuts i like high tops uh for your uh for you ladies how many like mini boots that zip instead uh no i'm not trying to be sexist guys who like the zip up mini boots want to be called ladies anyway am i right where is this going? Oh, well, I, don't know. I guess I've almost used up my instant time allotment. Next week, Image has some great books lined up. I actually do like some of their books, but I'm not sure I'll get caught up enough to review them on the podcast. If not, rest assured, I'll be back with your Image Instant anyway. Capullo out. Now, there's more shade. I don't know what that shade's at. You know what I mean? Like doing a segment on books that you haven't reviewed? I don't know what's going on here. Travis is, is angry at people, and he says Capullo out, so Capullo out. And the next mail is from Brett, and Brett says, if I didn't just lose my place, I'd tell you right away, Brett has a game. Brett? Gang, gang, get fresh crew, whoop, whoop, and I guess Jim and Eric, too. Hope your week has been great all. Are you guys ready? Which one of these is a real line from a daytime talk show, a.k.a. the ticker on the bottom of the screen that says why the person is on Maury or Jerry Springer's show, for example? Now, I will tell you. This is a thing that I, I have a big freaking – it's a pet peeve of mine that you have these issues. And I, I, I'm telling you, I'd never go on any of these shows because of it because what happens is the show has a theme, right? Probably, so the yeah. theme is usually on – especially Jerry Springer is usually only what one of the guests is there for. And the theme could be uh, men who like to you know fuck giraffes. The problem is – that ticker thing remains there when they even change up the story. So they have another guest come out that's just there because his wife's been cheating on him, but yet you always see that theme of the show still gets broadcast throughout there, and people get the wrong idea. This happened all the time. I used to watch Jerry Springer all the time with my old boss at work, and it would just drive me nuts. But this is his thing. You have to decide if this is real or fake. Right. Brianna says her 14-year-old sister, Angelique, had sex for a McChicken. Is that real or fake? Fake. That is fake. The next one is Chiquana 15 admits to having sex for a lobster seafood dinner. True. That is real. And really, I know why, because I'd have sex for a lobster seafood well, dinner. Wouldn't? And, I've expected uh, that from girls. Yes. Actually, these are supposed to be which one's fake and which one's not. I kind of ruin it because these are two. So, so I'll read two of these, and then you fic, pick which is real, okay, which is okay, fake. Okay. Erica McBride, parent, asks 34 men, is one of them the father of her baby? And yes, her name was Erica McBride. Okay. Or Bob says he doesn't trust Regina. That's why he watches her shower. 
which was the real story. I'm saying that this is a trick question and they're both real. No, Erica. Yeah, Bob I does not that watch was, yeah, Regina. Right. Okay. Missy said she found a, a Okay. Missy said she found a tooth in her apartment that Jermaine can't explain, or Laniaka admits she eats four rolls of toilet paper a week. Which one's four real? rolls of toilet paper is real. That is real. That's like like my crazy obsession Pica. or whatever that sign things. I know it wasn't I did is Pika just eating anything? I thought Pika yeah. was like eating, you know, specific items, not the, toilet paper. I'm saying Pika is something where you eat something that you're not supposed to eat. Yeah. Uh, Veronica admits she's obsessed with pooping or Brad fourteen believes in everything Guar represents. So what's the first one? Veronica admits she's obsessed with pooping. She's uh oh, it's Veronica. Yeah, Veronica is obsessed. That is true. Uh, Brad14 really says that he doesn't care for anything Gore represents. Uh, also, what does Gore represent? John20 says that his friends Silky Steve and Magnum Johnson are Mac Daddies or child safety tips from a former pedophile. <laughs> Mac Daddy. They're both real. God damn it. I like that John hangs trick. out with both Silky Steve and Magnum Johnson. Why would you hang they're out both with Magnum Johnson Daddies. Silky Steve? He says, uh, next game is, t- here we go, these games. Next game is Kanye West or Kanye East. See what I did there, do you? If Eric believes yes. that Kanye said this line, he should say Kanye West. If Eric believes Kanye never said this, then he should say Kanye East. And he says, I can feel free to channel my inner Snooky Duke down on Kensington. Okay. No flip-flops for black dudes. I don't care where you at. West. Yes. Kanye West actually said that. Next one. I got so many chains, they call me Chaining Tan- Tatum. <laughs> West. Nope, that's Drake. Uh, I'll go to a Chinese food restaurant, bitch, if I want to eat cats. West. Nope, that's Cool G Rap. I'm like a tree. I think the branches of the people. West. Yes. You're just going to say West every time. What? (laughs) Never let me slip, because if I slip, then I'm slipping. West. Nope, that's Dr. Dre. I'm the rap version of Dave Chappelle. East. No, that's Kanye West. Uh, my apologies. It. Are you into astrology? Because I'm trying to make it to Uranus. Brett. That is Kanye West. Ah. I'm the siren that you hear. I'm the butt police, and I'm looking at your rear, rear, rear. West. That is Eminem. And shit on anybody. I'm a rapping porta potty, and I probably got a dump right now. East. That's Kendrick Lamar. So you know, know Kendrick is. Lamar. Well, that's all for now. Kill a bee out. And that's the end of mail section number three. And we're going to go back to the books. I'm Spoon James, and I came to say... Fuck Spoon James, we all about that. Shay coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass. Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Quick with a quip and on point like Deadshot. He could give a fuck less if you like him or not. With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees. Jim, please, milk and cheese, you can suck these. If it wasn't for dancing, Mikey wouldn't have no fame. We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame. And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit, the only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuck stick. Speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now? 
Did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Robin Asadi From the hardest next parts for the Get Fresh crew Word to Eric, Jim and Reggie for all you guys do On behalf of all the fans who hear the pod Every day we love you motherfuckers But mostly Eric Shay Just a man and a man knows a man uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man he is the And man. you know he never fails No one but the pure at heart May smell just stinky fart. Sing it, Dustin. Oh, Eric Shea. What? Ah, uh, yes, we are back. On point like Deadshot. There you go. There you go, Toby. Such a hurtful song. And a dancing Mike. <laughs> he, he is playful in, in his banter towards you. Uh, I get told I'm going to f- suck Reggie's fuck stick. Jesus Christ. Every week I have to hear about how I am lame. And yeah, you're lame. Everybody. There's, on one hand, Eric's lame. On the other hand, Jim is f- sucking Reggie's fuckster. It What's doesn't wrong with that? go. There's not a you say tomato, I say tomato uh, proposition <laughs> there. Uh, I don't know. Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, if Reggie came over right now, who knows? You know, all bets are off. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that that is a hurtful song. It makes me very sad. So oh, I'm, I'm going to sit here. I need, I need something to get me in a better mood. Whoop! Whoop! Does that do it? That's getting there. That's getting there. We also have nothing there because it was deleted. <laughs> That's getting there. See, Dancing Mike, it's getting me back. Hello, motherfucker. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm coming back. Oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm getting there. Really? I hear it. Wait. Get Fresh Crew. Yes, and then this, Eric. This is how we yeah. Do Come on. Come on there. We're coming out of the mail, Eric. Who knows what we were talking about? All that mail. It was such a good mail section, wasn't it? You liked it. I that love was the one mail. of the best mail sections we've ever had in our entire life. I know you like the mail. You like the mail that we may do later and have no idea. It'd, it'd be funny <laughs> if I, I don't realize, and we have a lot of hate mail this week, and I jammed it all into that mail section. We come out, we're all happy. You know what? I'd love it even more, because we don't get a lot of hate mail anymore. No. I, I used to like that. It seemed like uh, it people were on their toes then. You know what I mean? They, they were keeping us in check. Uh, now it seems we're running roughshod. <laughs> We don't know what the fuck's going on, Eric. We don't know. I'm just going to sit here and just play sound effects. I love them all. What do you think? You're on freaking 99? Power 99 That's right. right. Yo, 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 you come down, you're going to get a $2 drinks, a bottle, and a table. There you go. There you go, Eric. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Now, here, this always makes me happy. You hear me, Jim? Yes, yes, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Uh, But, Eric, we're going to have a weird section of books this time around uh, because it's going to start with me and you talking about one of my books, and then it's going to end with us with Reginald. So That's um, weird as hell. Yes, and, and luckily, uh, for me and you at least, everybody loves Reggie's songs. I do not have a song for my book, which is Midnighter and Apollo. And, Sorry, we uh, forgive you. You forgive me? I might make a, an impromptu song right now. It's Midnighter and Apollo, number six, written by Steve Orlando, art by Fernando Blanco, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Josh 
read. How about dun, 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 dun. after midnight or goes to hell and saves Apollo? How's that? Would that have been pretty good? Living after midnight or going to get Apollo from hell. How's that? Would that be good? I like that one. Would that make Reggie happy? Uh, any other uh, songs that have Reggie's midnight? Reggie's never been happy. Anything that has Apollo in the uh it's it's midnight or an apollo i don't that was to me that was uh midnight Live at the at apollo the that's apollo. what i'm saying there was midnight <laughs> at the apollo we're gonna throw pies at people and laugh and scream how's that is that good am i am i getting up to par with reggie what other I, midnight I, I really songs it are there started strong but now it's just kind it of going started strong uh how about uh Midnight are going to hell. You're going to burn in hell, Midnight. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. How's that? Nah. You're on the highway to hell, Midnight. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm not. That's it, Eric. You just convinced me. I'm not going to sing. Uh, living, uh, yeah, I'm not going to sing anything. I'm going to talk now. How about I just sing my blurb? Steve Orlando finishes up his miniseries. And while I think that anyone who's looking for a story full of action, blood, and kick-ass characters should check this out. This finale felt a bit flat to me. Was that good? I actually did like that a lot. How about this? If I did it to, uh, as I always do, everything to He-Man. Uh, he I said that weird. He-Man. Sure, He-Man. I can't do it. I have to keep doing the same. Sure, it was great to see Midnight and Apollo together again. But this felt more like an epilogue than a big finish, and that really upset me, my friend. All oh. that and the fact that I found Fernando Blanco's art confusing at times. It brought my score down a bit, but not as bad as my rhymes. How about that? that? Was that pretty good? I knew you were going with rhymes. Let's go figure <laughs> you out knew how it right. It, really, the times and all that was part of my blurb, but then I improvised there. I, I improvised, one and I was going to do a little scat. That freestyling. How about that? Steve Orlando. Finish it up as many series. Or I could do it like the new rap. Steve Orlando finishes. Hey! Up as many series. Mama! Cricket! But yeah, that, that's my blurb. If you can follow that goddamn blurb, you, you get a cookie. I, I don't know what the hell we're talking about anymore. I don't know either. We're talking about cut it, cut it. Yeah, this is Midnighter and Apollo. And I'll, I'll just give you a little synopsis of what I said, Eric, and what I just sang is, uh, I think that this issue was good. I, I was a little bit let down. I thought that this was going to be a really grand finale. It does. I mean, it does exactly what I thought it would, but... The way it turned out in the six issues, I really think the pacing was off in this issue only because we saw some really kick-ass cool shit up until this point. And he kind of just – the story was kind of finished quick, and then you had this weird epilogue-type deal going that seemed tacked on and uh, a little forced is what After doing this for so long, though, we kind of get a formula in our head or how these six-issue minis are going to be. And, you know, nowhere in my mind did I think the big fight was going to be last issue. I thought we were leading up to something. Yeah, it was an awesome fight in the previous one. I thought it was going to ramp it up a bit here, but it just kind of died down and we took it away. You do have a fight, and you. What here's the problem is, you you had this huge fight with Midnighter and Neron, and uh, and it was badass. So when when Apollo comes and Neron proves that he's probably the biggest badass of the week at least. Uh, yeah. Boy, he's a badass. He just leaves. He doesn't care. And to me, this was all a game. Then you have this weird I fight. I suck it, bitches. I might yeah. remember this for about a few minutes. Yeah, that's that's the best line. But then you have this fight 
with crazy fucking, you know, here's our victim. Yeah, we're getting fought by our victims. And then, oh, no, there's a uh, Midnighter's fighting Midnighter. And, and it really. No, no, no. See, even the best part is like, oh, my God, it's undead Captain Halfbeard. Run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the weirdest part of this, though, is that you you were supposed to have this tension of them getting out of hell, uh, you know, with the candle burning, because it doesn't yeah, even yeah. start. Like, this candle, seven minutes, Jesus Christ, longest seven minutes in, in my life. Uh, well, the thing is, I think that what they're trying to go with here is that time moves differently in hell. Like, you know, for maybe. seven minutes in, uh, in, like, our time, it's like seven hours it's in hell. So fi- it's so funny, though, because that, that kind of gives you a little benefit in hell. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? You, you like this candle, and even if they're going with that, even if they're not, uh, this escape from hell it just didn't have the tension to it it didn't have the you know that i was on the edge of my seat oh my god they're gonna make it they're they're not gonna make it oh my god it just seemed ridiculous yeah, I, I never once thought they weren't gonna make it no, i don't know if that's, that, the that's thing. what you know, i'm saying like, it wasn't like called the like maybe it's not like the death of hawkman where it's like the death of midnight or an apollo yeah. you know oh but shit e- that's some even right at there, a point but- where you you don't even have like that cli- it is cliche but i was expecting like all of a sudden apollo would drop midnighter and maybe not get through together and you know this sort of thing to keep you on the edge of your seat maybe neuron shows up and he's like you know what minutes up i'm back to kick ass i it just it just seemed goofy like the the big parts of this issue or this series were like issues four and five and this just because of it felt a little off but you do start in midnighter's apartment you see the candle burning and then you go to neuron and hell he's beaten midnighter but he's like yeah you won you know how does it feel to be a winner? And his dialogue's great in this, and Steve Orlando oh, in general. Is so goddamn good, actually. Yeah, and, it really works for the over the topness because yes, of the demonic, does. you know, presence yep. that he has. Yeah, and even so, it's just like it's such trash talking, and it really is good. And he's basically like, you know what? There's no heroes here, Midnighter, and even if they were, you wouldn't be one of them. You know what? You and he, I like you fought me since your first punch, and it's basically, you know, he should be in hell. He's right. Yeah, Midnighter should I agree. be. And the, Apollo the fact comes, of the matter when they freaking you know when all the hordes come after them after Neron says fuck it I'm out you know it seems like there's thousands of them like you fucking murderers Jesus Christ yeah 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 because that's what happens Apollo shows up because we saw last issue a uh, Midnighter called out to him and he was in hell you even said it I thought it was a little confusing uh, he was like what does he say leagues away in hell yeah, I and, still don't understand you know like you have Neron. He he wants to get rid of Apollo and keep Midnighter, but he keeps a like he thinks he's fucking Apollo, I, keeping I, I him in hell. Is what's on. up with Steve Orlando with the leagues? Like, is that something important yeah. in like hell mythology? Talking in the leagues because not only does Apollo say, you know, you sent me leagues away, but Midnighter then says leagues later on because yeah. that's where the exit is to get out. I'm like, what is with all these leagues, he's, man? Like, you know, how many fancy. yards? He likes the, he likes the term leagues. Is it a you mile know? away? I don't know. What Twenty thousand league leagues under the it's, goddamn hell. It's He's not a there, Justice but, League. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> so he, I, if, it, if it's not an underground fight league, I'm <laughs> out myself. But yeah, Apollo comes flying in, and it's good. You know, he's coming back for his man, and he punches Neron. But right, even right there, that's when the the art just it just wasn't on par with what we got before. I thought because just some things were a little more confusing than they've been, and actually, kind of just isn't as good to me. But. Oh, he punches Neron. Neron gets up and basically he's like, you know what? Smell you later, bitches. You, you meant nothing to me. This was a fucking joke for me. Joke's over. You're no fun anymore, so I'll forget you in minutes. And I, Again, he might as well have been smoking like a badass and just fucking, you know. up against the goddamn wall. Yeah, yeah, and just said bye. And that's when Apollo's like, oh, shit. All of our victims that we've ever had are coming to get us. And then 
things take a wacky turn where Look, they break I, I their own necks. They break their own necks, their wrists, it seems like, and then, like, you know, turn in the fucking Batwing demons. Like, There's I don't half know. Beard. Like, yeah. are these. I understand, like, these have the visage of, you know, the. Uh, the victims of yeah. Midnight are Yeah, you see, you see Halfbeard there. It made me exactly. laugh. I'm I'm like, there's Halfbeard. Immediately when I yeah. saw Halfbeard. But I don't like, know why it's like, those fucking oh my God, they're, they're, bra- yeah, they're breaking their own necks. Good. That saves me time later. Like so, like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wh- wh- why? why? What does this mean? Exactly I don't why. understand. First off, they're dead. What the fuck does it matter if they're fucking breaking their own necks? But yeah, then, like you said, then they morph into bat-like things. And it's, it's just it's confusing me. I and don't. You, it, I and don't it, to know me, if it's just actually supposed to be the real. Yeah, I don't know either. Or Apollo, or if they are just these demons coming out because yeah. you know Apollo Midnight, or they fly off to try to get to the exit. Yeah, they well, are this is that actually. That actually, I'll even say that actually gets on my nerves a little too. Not that I still like this issue. I'm not going to say that I didn't like it, but I still. Uh, Apollo says, "Hey, Midnight, you know what? You you fought all the way through hell. I was gone, but I'm back." What was the plan to get out? And he's like, and really, we said before, we didn't think he had a plan. He no. was just going to save Apollo. That Whatever happened to him, he didn't care as long as Apollo was saved. And he's like, a plan? You were the plan. And then Apollo just realized, you know what? I can fly. You know what? This will work. And grabs him and just shoots out. And I'm like, okay, this is like a lot of this to me. It's just filler. It, it really is. Like oh, it you want to go from Neron leaving to when they're out and about in the rest. And you have – 10 pages to fill and you fill it with filler because that's well, what like all I said, of this I, felt I, like. I don't know if these victims are actually the victims or yeah, demons yeah. because then, you know, I'm saying we, they have the yeah, look of the people in. that they know and they turn into demons. And at one point, uh, they pulled down midnight or away from Apollo. He yeah. slams into, as a, into a crater into the ground. And when he looks up, he sees himself. Now he's got he to fight his himself. inner demons, I guess. Well, and it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it is there. a demon and they're going to fight and Apollo blows the, the, the other guy up the fake Apollo up with a blast. And it's, again, the art sequence there is a bit confusing. Very. Because he says Midnighter, who is bloodied up, says, hit me to the other one. And then Apollo just blasts him with a fucking, you know, an energy blast. And then that's when Midnighter goes, you blew me up. How did you know I wasn't the bendable one? Well, first of all, that other one had a broken neck. Yeah. You don't, Apollo. Other, the other thing, you're covered in goddamn thought, blood. You're covered in goddamn blood. Exactly. You're covered in blood. And then they make a sexy joke. It's like, hey, don't you think I recognize the back of your head? And then Midnighter's like, you can prove it later. I'm like, what? No. You, you, you shot the guy. It's a very who, odd line yeah. for where they're and at I, at this point in time. They almost are trapped in hell and then they're fucking making sex jokes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really. I'd be like, well, I, I figured it was the one who wasn't covered in blood and had a broken neck. And that's what did it. But, you know, they're doing a little banner. Uh, but again, then they're going to go out, and now they're being held back by these demons again. And they're like, hey, come on, let's go. We're not going to die. We're going to make it. And then they do. They fly they in. Make, and I, yeah. I do love that art right there. Well, they fly into the room, and yeah, a fucking like Apollo well. goes, or a Midnighter goes through his living room into the door into a secret chamber deal. And he, I, I really, really like that sequence. And I really like I, the I, fact I that. I found myself actually shocked at this point because, like I said, though, there was no never a point in my mind that where they no. would not make it out of hell. But when no. you see this group of panels here where Midnighter flies out and you do not see Apollo with him because I had yeah. forgotten that Apollo's yep. body was already in the apartment. You think that – yeah, you think that he I thought Apollo got left yep. behind, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, in the meantime, that's when you have where Apollo's body was, and he wakes up. And I do like that sequence too because it's like it's so drowned out by the his aura, his his light there. Well, and, not only that, you know, but for, if you remember, freaking uh, like a Midnighter had left the freaking the solar like radiation yeah, yeah. on the solar and I like it. I really time. really like that that way that it's all blurred, and even he wakes up and it's it's bright for him. Uh, like you said, yeah, it's the radiation and. Uh, that's when Midnight, again, we have to be reminded to fight computer, Eric. You cannot go oh an issue God. without it. And he's like, hey, I barely remember my computer, my body, they're rebooting. Did we kick the devil's ass? And they're sitting there, and then they kiss. That's the big moment. They're See, done, really they weird. kiss. I mean, the fight computer, I know it's in his brain, because we're reminded of every goddamn issue, it seems yeah. like. But no, like since it's rebooting, it's weird to me. I never really thought of it as a separate thing than his brain to say that, oh, my shit's rebooting right now. I don't remember what the hell just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it you know, is we, weird. I don't know, like, will he, like, eventually remember? Or is Apollo going to say, you know, you came to hell and back for me, baby boy? Yeah, yeah, he'll just say it. And the Midnighter's like, oh, in a day's work, my man. Now look at the back of my head. Uh, but they kiss, and it's nice. <laughs> I actually, I'm watching them. I'm like, you know what? That's what they wanted to do this whole time. Yeah. They wanted to make out right in front of me. Uh, I felt like I was a cuckold here watching them make out. But I really like it. And the art there is great, too. Move your uh, there are parts, lower. But, yeah, and then, but then we go. Uh, lower. <laughs> lower to the sacriarium uh the sacri area i, I can't read the sacriarium the sacriarium yeah. this is pre pretty much the whole epilogue of it you got gregario there and uh you know al and things like that and they're just talking and it's just nonsense it really this, this nonsense. whole point is not needed at all i'm telling you yeah. because as far as I'm concerned, like Gregario could be this classic character with Midnight on Apollo. I like Gregario. I comics. really do like thing, him. Thing is, I don't know anything about him. No. And from this that, series, I, I still don't know anything about him. And the idea now that, you know, Apollo and Midnighter are back from hell. It was a big ordeal. They went through. Gregario helped. But now they're bringing yeah. Alan, who's a friend of Midnighter, and they're going to Peru to go hang out at Al's place where there's a secret entrance to everything. He's showing all the magic. It's all fun. But... When we get to where everybody's hanging out, we have freaking, you know, Gregario's freaking husband, Hugh, who's a, a he's therianthrope. A, yeah. He, yeah, they claim he's a werewolf, but he's yeah, like, you married a so, werewolf? And he's like, he's a therian laughing the floor. I, see, I'm I don't like, know, okay. but the thing is, none of this is earned for the readers no. of this issue. I mean, the series, because all of a sudden everybody's hanging out and Gregario was talking like, you know, we have been a team for so long. As long as we remain a team, we can yeah. fight back the evil. And like, we're going to fight now. I hear there's a lot the way, of dangers are, coming. but yeah, most of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the weird thing is, is if you remember at the end of the Midnighter in the DCYOU, they had a very similar thing at the yeah. end of that, where they were all sitting there. But all of those friends at that point, you had seen multiple times. They had helped. They had done things and all that. Like, I don't uh, even I remember think... freaking uh, God, uh, God, God uh, Tech freaking uh, Axe Lady. I can't remember yeah. what her goddamn name is. Yeah, and she's yeah, just yeah. sitting here. And I'm like... God damn it, I wish I remembered you, but you know what? You weren't important for this miniseries. No, and, and it's been a while since there, but I here's the thing. You have all these – I could deal without – even Al, who's there all the time with them. I like Gregario. I like that if they are going to go because this is trying oh, to like – very Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's that. exactly, and I like that. I like if they were going to go forward that the three of them would be kind of a team. Like they are setting up a weird – like a, a Justice League fucked up Justice League dark here or yeah. something like that, but with Gregario – 
really really like him. And Al uh, the bartender. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And the the girl, and I even forget her name that they helped out before. Uh, and it has been kind of like at one point was even Midnighters, almost like an Oracle uh, Kinda, type yeah. deal. But she's she hasn't been important in this series at all. Uh, I do like Agario, and I would like because really at the end of this, you have Steve Orlando writing, and he's going to be like, okay, you know what, I'm done. I did, you know, we we padded a little, but now I'm going to set it up so if there's never a Midnighter book again, it's not my fault because I am going to suggest this to the fans right here in the book, pretty much breaking the fourth wall and leaving it. You're like, hey, DC, ball's in your court now, uh, fellas. The problem is I, I've seen the sales where most people would have. It's not selling again. This is the this book sells 10,000. It sells 10,000. It sold 10,000 to DCYOU. That seems to be the ceiling of the of the audience i, I it's a shame because this one's really really good uh but no, yeah it's way better than the last yeah series. it is so it's we, we really talking good about before we got on the night where it's uh you know was it this the idea like okay this was critically acclaimed so even though ten thousand people you know were buying it at the end of the series last time yeah. everybody else is going to jump on because now yeah. they have heard about this yep. critically acclaimed now series and- uh, here you go the first issue did sell i believe like in the 20s plus i can't remember exactly i can't that remember was, that was the worst issue of the whole goddamn series. I know. That Fuck really it. was. So and some that's the people problem because yeah. people read that and oh I'm out. Yep. So some people who may have bailed on the Midnighter uh in the in the DCYOU and then all of a sudden there was reviews. And I'm not saying just me. Like if they were looking at me, they probably would be <laughs> like, Holy shit, what the fuck? Jim High? He likes it. He never liked that. You know, I did like the bookends of the last series. Uh, but in the middle it got nonsense. And all of a sudden that first one started, I'm like, This is nonsense again. But now I started liking it. And maybe some people checked it out and just didn't like it because yeah, it was hokey dialogue that well, you know, you, Adam, we're, Adam, the, the- we're the baddest glory boys who ever kissed the third rail. Murder boys. Murder yeah. boys. Yeah, murder boys. Glory the thing boys. is, though, it's better. funny, too, because we were talking about this shit where, you know, we have our do or die $5 pool list that we talk to each other about all the time, and yeah. I wanted to have a miniseries on there, and out of all the miniseries we've gotten through Rebirth so far, this would have been the one I would have picked, because yeah. I really enjoyed yeah, it. I but yeah, the, the, well, yeah. The bookends, just... like you said, the bookends of the last series, great bookends. Yeah. This, the worst part of the series. Yeah, the middle... It was really good, and this, I'm telling you, this is not no, a it's shitty not issue. No, it's, it's you just, have it's them get together, they escape, been. but without the tension of the escape and without, it just felt kind of silly, and then, like you said, you go and they're they're sitting around with people they don't even know, but after that... I don't that, even know, that's the problem. Yeah, and that, well, after that... I don't know them. After that, you get a, a pretty damn good, you know, bit... Because at in the New 52 one, the whole thing was Apollo and Midnighter, and they really haven't spelled it out in this. They he uh, Steve no. Orlando has not done a very good job of telling you why or if they were even separated, because that is what happened in the New 52. They were separated, and the reason was it just seemed like Apollo thought Midnighter had become kind of a piece of crap, and they they weren't right for each other. Goes balls to the wall too goddamn yeah, much and, and, and kills people this, too much. In this. Midnight, they, they actually have a great scene. The last scene, it is the best scene of the book where Midnighter says, listen, I went to hell, I went there for you. I saw what hell was like. And you know what? When people die and near death or death, they tend to have a change of heart. They see what it's like. They don't want it. Look, I didn't fucking give a shit. I'll look death in the eye and fucking spit in his face. But the thing that I realize is I don't want anybody else to suffer because of that. So you know what? You didn't like it before. I'm doing the same fucking thing. I'm going to make oh, yeah. sure that I'm, I'm going to make, make sure, sure I put these yeah, monsters. I'm going to make sure these anyone. fucking people end up in hell because they're not going to put anybody good 
in there or die or whatever. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Midnighter. And fuck yeah. I've always loved about Midnighter. Even in the last series, his freaking, you know, his conviction to make yeah, sure it that is. Like, he's yeah. going to do the most terrible things possible yep. to make sure that nothing terrible happens to anybody else. Yeah. And, and if you are a bad person and he shows up, you, you were going to die in a horrible way. He does oh, not he's gonna care. he's going to ask some fist questions. Again, yeah, he is. Uh, press yeah, Fisto's going to come out and then do some damage. But, yeah, he is, like people say, he's the thing. violent Batman. And he is. Yeah. He really is. Uh, and then Apollo says, and I like it because then Apollo goes, you know what? I, I'm going to be the light I, because when uh, Neron asked me how I got my name, he thought it was about power. It wasn't. And he goes about Hyacinth, uh, Apollo's lover. This and is I why really he like picked Apollo because it was that he knew Hyacinth was doomed but refused to let Hades claim him. So he turned him into something better. So he, he said, listen, my lover was is doomed to die. I'm going to make sure. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to make him a better person. Now, I think in my mind, Apollo is one of those guys who thinks he can change people. You know what I mean? (laughs) You fool. You're going to end up alone on the couch eating Baskin and Robbins. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Jess is still thinking that all these years later. She's not too bright. Ask her her how it fucking worked out. Here we go. That is inappropriate. (laughs) That is true. There's what she needs to do. Right there. But well, yeah. You know what? Maybe, uh, maybe she did because I did quit drinking. So maybe that's yeah, something. Actually, uh, you, you don't like to admit it sometimes. But yeah, you, you've got, even at a point, you even said, like, you were getting a little fancy for her a little. You were fancying what? her a little what more. What are you talking about? You were starting to appreciate her a little more. You oh, can't. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. But yeah. I'm a badass uh, who has no feelings, Jim. That's right. Look at me. <laughs> I, I'm the knight. Uh, but yeah, they're they're talking to each other. I, and I, that, I really like it. it. That's and for sure. Again, if anybody, there's Maddie D out there. He hates Steve Orlando dialogue. Nothing wrong at all with this. No, there's not, not a line that's wrong here. It's Except really for good. Yeah, yeah, leaks. But he even says like, listen, you go and do your dark shit. I'm gonna pull you back in the light. That's what we do. We work together. And then Midnighter actually is the softy. Says, I love you, Apollo. And then he, uh, freaking Apollo goes all ghost with him. You're damn right. I, I wish he would have said ditto. You were watching went, Ghost again, haven't you? Yeah, yeah I'm right. Listen, yeah, let's go make some clay pottery. Yeah, we don't have clay. Don't worry. I ate chili last night. But they walked down the hall. Hey, and no. They're like, <laughs> you're <laughs> disgusting. You're not the light. I think, I think we you're should fucking see other terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think I can, I can be with you anymore. Uh, but yeah, they're walking down like, hey, does that work for you? And then, uh, you know, are we gonna, we're going to do this. We're going to keep going. And I love the line. He's like, listen, I figure we spend – Apollo says, what do we do now? And, you know, Midnight's like, we'll go to this club. We'll do this. And he says, I figure we spend the rest of our lives reminding bastards they can survive years living without a spine. I think that was a pretty – again, I, I like – I love Midnight. Over the top, and I'm okay with it. I like it because they're just talking. He's joking. And he says, that work for you? And then he says, well, Midnighter. And then he looks me right in the soul, Eric. And the right art went a little answer. wonky at the end, too, uh, is when uh, John Rauch joined in on colors at the end. I think that it really affected the art. It had a weird look to it compared to uh, Fernando Blanco's earlier. Or not right. Fernando Blanco's, uh, Romalo Fajardo Jr.'s art. And he looks at it as he's going to close the door and says, what do you think? I'm like, why Why are you doing this, Steve Orlando? This, this is goofy for you to end like this in the, a book that I like to take very seriously when oh, I was we, reading We talked him. about this, though. It's like, all right, DC, the ball's in your court yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like he really is like, okay, it worked before. The DCYOU, it, it didn't sell, but people 
went ballistic when it got canceled. It wasn't carried over to Rebirth because there were, you know, when they announced the Rebirth titles and Midnighter wasn't on, there were lists. You look them up right now. There's websites with like, here are the books that it's a shame they're not Rebirth or it's bullshit. And this was on the top of everyone's list. The problem is, as I said, every time we talked about it in the DCYLU when I wrote my reviews, motherfuckers who are reviewing it, why aren't you buying it? Be, right. Or why aren't you going? Like I sit there and tell people, hey, listen, you got to read Legend of Wonder Woman, or oh my God, you got to read this book or that book. These people sitting behind their computers writing these reviews. I don't know if you like this that much. Go out and buy a bunch of copies. Give it to some people. Try to do something to get it going because it seemed like there were more people who loved it than were actually buying it. And yeah. again, I also think there was a lot of people who were faking the funk. They didn't want, and I. I it, this is not me being uh, bigoted or anything. I hope not. Uh, but I think a lot of people you who monster. really didn't care about this book were giving it better reviews because they didn't want to look like they... Yeah, they were afraid. Were, yeah, they were afraid because these are gay you characters. You put something so on the it, internet where you say you don't like something when it's you know has homosexual characters, you are going to be attacked by people who are just going to yeah. call you a bigot for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would like to stand on my, you know, on my own two feet. Or I'd like to stand on my... I uh, make so. a stance. My I, stance I'd, is... I'd like, you, I'd like you to be able to stand too, but you're getting a little too heavy for that. Yeah, I do. I kind of tip over. I'm like a weeble wobble. No, uh, you fall no. over. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do fall over. So I'm not like a weeble wobble. I'm a fucking uh, a bowling pin. I'm a fucking bowling. I'm a wobble weeble. I, I go a fucked up. I'm an Earth three weeble wobble. Uh, no, but I, I judge time. this. I judge this as each issue, and, yeah, and I judged so. it by the writing, the art, the story, or whatever. And I think that this miniseries was great. I really do. If you would ask me, and even to the point rough, where everything else uh, yeah, I really enjoyed. I actually think even this last issue, if you read it in trade, I think this would work out better because you're not just getting this last issue as a finale. This yeah. will work well as the epilogue to the main story that we already got. As a last finale issue, yeah, you know what, having like, it, it was a little... will work better in trade. Yeah, I think it would because when you get to this part, you're, you're kind of Oh, you've oh, right. waited a month now you got yeah, to like, all right like, oh, here we go and all right yeah, this final yeah. issue and i think that a lot of people if you haven't read this go grab it and try it's really good and i think that where steve orlando had problems in the new 52 he lost track of his story he really did he, he lost oh, well, the focus maybe what they should do with him is just sign him for six issue arcs like you have supergirl you say to him listen you got six issues buddy you show us wow, what you got man. because all of a sudden, he's razor-focused, and that's what this was. This was one story, Midnighter doing one thing, trying to do the most important thing, save his, his lover and get him the fuck out of hell, and then it twist and turn. But, boy, it did not lose its focus one bit. It really went – even that first issue, which was ridiculous, dialogue and shit, it still was good amongst these issues. You know what I mean? You were still oh, yeah. going towards that end was good, but – uh we had Mauser fucking kill Apollo. It set us up for what we wanted for yeah. the rest of the goddamn yep. series, and yeah. it worked well. It's such a Just good that series. opening, that cold opening, as I want to call yeah. it, did not work very well. No, goddamn no. murder boys. People yelling Captain out shit. Remember, there was, the one lady was yelling for her kid or something, telling her to get off the rail. Oh, my God. It was You nonsense. are a terrible mother. Fucking, and what's yeah, Lois nonsense. Lane doing in Opal City? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I saw a review uh, for... 
I guess it was Superman this this week. I'll have to remember right. not to mention this when we're talking Superman. And the person's review was like, I love this book because it shows how great Clark and Lois are as parents. I'm like, what the fuck are you reading? But back to this book here. I gave it a 7 out of 10 for this finale. But I, I really, as a trade, just thinking to myself, probably go 8-5 for the whole series. I really, really liked it. And that's probably higher than mo- like the average that I said of, of my issues. A5 is probably higher than the average of all of them, but I really do think positively about this and really like it. And I'm one that when Apollo said, what do you think at the end about them continuing? Fuck yeah. Well, you know uh, if it's as this good, I'll like go. This, I'm cool, yeah. Yeah, it's just I, I just worry the sales aren't there, but maybe this is something that a 10000 you know, a month they can deal with to have these characters out and about. Because uh, it'd be a shame if you don't see Apollo and Midnighter again. It, it's a shame in a bunch of ways. One way is that they just started that Wildstorm book, Warren Ellis, and it seems like Apollo and Midnighter are not out. You know, they're not in that sandbox to play with. So they just kind of be sitting there doing nothing. And I love, I love Apollo. He's awesome. Oh, I like Midnighter he, too, but he—he's uh, not only a great character to hang out with, but he makes Midnighter so much more yeah, of a character that you yeah. want to see. And both uh, of them, it adds I, yeah. depth to him. Because I'm telling you, without without Apollo in the last Midnighter series, he was just this murder machine he's with just nothing a, yeah. really going on. He really seemed like a piece of shit. He yeah. seemed like a piece of shit. Now he would help people, but he really over the top and stuff like that. Now here's the thing that I I want to see because we had the Midnighter series. It was just Midnighter. Apollo shows up at the end. You know, at the beginning, you through the yeah. whole beginning, you you kind of got you know Midnighter pining for his old boyfriend, and you know then he shows up at the end. Then you have this where they're separated the whole time. How about we get another miniseries where they're together and go out and do things and and you know get things done and shit as a team. The problem I see is I don't know who could stop them. You know, as yeah, a team. Seriously. They are it's pretty fucking, much like Superman and Batman going yeah, out. They are fucking heavy hitters. And that's the problem. You're in this world with a Batman and a Superman. You don't get the idea that they're going to, you know, what are they going to do? Just like intercept the comms of the Justice League and show up? Because Apollo could pretty much kill anybody. And Midnighter will go to the extreme. So we'll see. But what would you give this issue? Uh, it's funny. Before we get there, you, like I'm telling you, it kind of goes back to the old Midnighter series. You are the lowest score on Comic Book Roundup for this with 7 yeah. out of 10. Yeah, with a 7. I, I know. That's crazy to me. But no, I'm always uh, low on this. I, the people hate your me. Your overall score for the series, though, is a 7.6. That's not okay. bad. No, but I said as a trade, I oh, no, think that I was, if you look. I was look, curious when you said that. Yeah, and I think, I think that if you look, I think the first issue was probably my lowest score. You take these last two, and I'm probably like a, an 8-2 maybe or That's something thing. like that. That's the thing. You were actually a 7.5 for your first for the first issue. Oh, really? So I even liked it a little more. Just just think of that. Think 7.5, of, 7.5, 7.5, 7.5, 8. Eight and a seven. Yeah, but that's good. That's yeah, those are good. good, right? They're, they're not I bad scores. So. I think I as get, a uh, what's that? Oh, sorry, I was just going to tell you the score, but if you want to continue, no, no, you go. I don't even oh, know sorry. what I was saying. I, Okay, I would give it a 7 out of 10. The art was a little off here, you know, going throughout the book for what we've had uh, previously to this. But, you know, it, like Jim said, it works as a great epilogue, even though the freaking, you know, the hits aren't there that we had previously that you always expect from a finale kind of issue. But overall, I thought it was a really fun story, and this is, has been my favorite miniseries that the, the Rebirth has been putting out. Yep, I agree. I agree uh, easily uh, with that. And from there, we're going to go. And did what did you say your score? Seven out of ten, yes. Okay, seven out of ten. Uh, we're going to go off to Reggie and his books, but he only has two, so we'll get a little bit of Reggie singing right about now. All right, and we're here with Reginald. How you doing, Reggie? Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, God. Hello. 
I am I Reggie. I don't I know if I could. I, I probably could. I could try to get as low as you talk. Uh, and be like, hey, baby. How's that? Is that how you talk to uh, me? Yeah, hey, close right. Every hey, time baby, you go low, Donnery at Dave comes out. <laughs> He's a, hey, hey, baby. hey, darling. You know what? Stage 26 of the gonorrhea is a love of the silver age of the comics. That's age 26. Age 27 is pretending that you understand the Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, you say you understand him, you got the gonorrhea. There you go. MC. (laughs) Do you do that to your wife? You ever, you ever get a, get her sexed up with some gonorrhea, Dave? (laughs) Right, right before you give her the ether. You have, you have a rag of ether. Hello, darling. Yeah. Come over hey, darling, here. Let's play. Let's play Showtime the, at the, the Apollo. The, this rag smells kind of funny. Can you smell <laughs> it for me? And don't worry about about this rope. Actually, that stage stage twenty seven of the gonorrhea is when you show up and instead of using rope, you use the electrical cord. There you go. Thank you. Well, that's just practical. You didn't buy rope. That is. Yeah. Who who has rope laying around? Rope. They mean any length of you know something you could tie people. Up Anything. With. Yes. Yes. That that is true. Uh, but yes, we're here with you with your books, Reggie, and uh, we only have two. You only had two books that you're going to be talking with us about. Yeah, uh, I don't hate so you cool. for it this week. It's yeah, cool. I had a fifty-fifty. Ch- you know, I had, I had a much lesser chance to really annoy the shit out of you guys with yeah. the books that. I well, Eric had. isn't annoyed. I was. I still was annoyed. <laughs> it, 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 the problem is, is the you know your two books, Aquaman and Harley. And uh, people listening probably could figure out that if we're annoyed with any of these, it would probably be Harley. Uh, and it is. And it's just the book just went on and on for me. And they, they I don't know. Jimmy Palmiotti has a lot of ideas. He's an idea man, and he's throwing a lot into one book without really giving enough of each one. I don't know. It drove me nuts. It took me forever to read it. Uh, I actually read, I think, three separate times sitting down to read it. It took me that long. And I know Eric said he was impressed by it a bit. I was not. I thought I'm it was. You, well, I'm telling you, like where I said I'm not angry and I don't hate Reggie's fucking guts this week for it, there are some problems with Harley. My score yeah. is not great by any means. Like I'm telling you, well, if people hear my score, they'll think it's the goddamn end of the world. I don't think it's that bad personally, but there are some problems with it, and there are things that they're thrown in all willy-nilly that did not need to happen this issue. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm but, telling you, the part that you loved or at least liked, I hated. That was my least favorite part of the we'll, whole thing, we'll and that there, was the main I, part. I think <sighs> what, what's pulling up my overall esteem is that our feelings about the book we're about to talk about are very good. Yes, sure are. That's and that there. book would be... Aquaman this is Reggie. Reggie. He's editing us. He he I'm is doing, reeling us in now. I think you just grabbed me. I think you just tied the goddamn electrical cord around me. Come yeah. here. Jim. Goddamn stage 26. Num- stage number stage, stage 32. Stage, th- <laughs> stage 32 of the gonorrhea is talking about shit before we're supposed to talk about this shit. All right. Yes. Uh, so go on, Reggie. All, all, everything great, you know. All the yes, way I don't want to think that I have... The gonorrhea. So yeah. you you go on. I'm I'm expecting two songs tonight from you. Uh, you yeah. didn't hear earlier. I had a song or maybe seven for Midnighter. Uh-oh. They all sucked. So I need you to redeem me. Have a little redemption and okay. uh, go with it. I'm not sure how my song redeems you, but we'll we'll go for it. And that's talking about Aquaman number eighteen, written by Dan Abnett, art by Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, and Gabe El Tayeb. Now before you go. I'm gonna get. Yep. Is this too? 
the song War. Is it? That, no, I mean that would be that would be the obvious one, wouldn't it? Okay, go on. But uh, I already, I already on, used that on you? Twitter. Jim. Oh, did Hello? you? Did you? I did, oh, you <laughs> know what? I did times, see that. Bro. Maybe that's why I connected that. So is this to the song uh, Hair? <laughs> theme from yeah, Hair. Like would that be good? Is it go the Coca Cabana? Long, Ooh, beautiful warhead. No, it's not that one. <laughs> At the warhead. It's, prob- it's probably a song I bet Eric doesn't know and Jim might know from his misspent youth. Uh-huh. Oh. No, I don't Punk? believe in luck. <laughs> no, I don't believe in programming no more. Genocide never happens in a perfect world. So I won't believe in luck. They programmed me to kill a lot. Bought a war android cheap from the Chinese. And once they'd won, they didn't stop. Tried to make me treat civilians as enemies. Genocide never happens. You have to plan it all. Programming to kill some kids. Genocide never happens in a perfect world. Now Arthur's found me, and I'm glad he did. You know that one? Sounds familiar. <laughs> I can't place it, though. I, you know, the only thing I can think of is that was the song by Queensryche. What? <laughs> No, I, I know that I know the uh, I know Please the run. melody, uh, but yeah. I cannot quite grasp it. It was it was a single of its time, not a huge one, but that is "Accidents Never Happen" by Blondie. Yes, yes, yes. There yeah. it is. There but it is. Uh, yeah, there that was, that was the, my deep cut for the evening. <laughs> I should have figured it was Blondie. I mean, that the other is, one those is are a lot less of a deep cut. No, okay. is it because wow. Aquaman is a Blondie? Yes, I don't think did it go that okay. far. Okay. That's exactly the connection that I made there. I was like, that, oh, that this, that, the, the, the guys know this, this exactly. I, I yeah, like so. this issue. I, I like it. Uh, I like it because it does give us an idea of what Warhead's all about. It's, it's really, he, he really is what we thought he was going to end up. But there's a but couple it, twists it and turns in it. all of your immediate questions. It leaves, yeah. it obviously leaves some more to be asked. But, you know, we walked last issue. We knew that he had, you know, he was some sort of a, robot thing and he had telepathy and that's really it we learn everything about him here and i really appreciated that like i was like wow this really feels like a complete issue you know a a full story has been told before my eyes like i love to see it yeah it Uh, it does like you said uh, from beginning to end it does tell a pretty complete story uh there, there's a couple couple of lines I thought were a little wonky as it went on, but overall I thought it was good. Though, uh, do you get the idea? To me, uh, Warhead has turned into kind of like a Vision character. Uh, to me, uh, he, he really yeah, reminds sure. me of that. I mean, you know what? To a degree, I didn't put that together when I was reading it, but I can kind of see it right yeah, now. Yeah, he kind of seems like a, a Vision type guy. Uh, he see seems and, sad. And even, even visually, he kind of looks like him a little bit. Yeah, that's so what I'm looking at him right mm-hmm. now. I'm like, yeah, kind of visually, he looks just like him. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Give him a new see, paint job and shit. And the whole I mean, thing that he's kind of separate. It seems like he's separated from emotions, but in fact, 
uh, that's not the case because that's actually what seems to be going wrong with him. Uh, and he's yeah. kind of kind of going back and forth between that, you know, the human emotions of what, you know, his brain and the, you know, what he was told to do or made to do, uh, which I thought was pretty good, like I said. And it even kind I don't know, does it kind of even get to a social justice warrior uh, well, area at the point that. when the when Aquaman says he has PTSD? Kind of seems like it was pushing towards that, but I didn't oh. mind it. That's uh, a current events. Uh, to me, yeah. that's just a matter of current events. And I felt like it was a really interesting way to explain the you know the dichotomy though or you know the fact that this is not a super villain or a hero he's just no. sort of a troubled character and one thing it's Eric a computer that about, gained a conscience yeah, but it has, yeah. a, has a human brain and that's yeah it has a human brain really that's the big part really, and Eric and I before we we started we're talking about we really want to see hopefully you know a few issues on as I mean now we're basically going to the end of the issue here but as Warhead gets rehabilitated in Atlantis. What's going to come out? Is this going to be a nice guy, or is he going to be a war machine? You know, maybe when he gets yeah. fixed, he's like, "Oh, okay, back to war." You know, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it's like, hey, because this is all I if know. He, if he gets fixed properly, he's going to go back to his base programming, which is a fucking means of destruction. Yeah, or if yeah. you say he gets fixed properly and they get rid of his program, because it does seem like he was almost like a cyborg type character that he's half machine, half man, because he says he has a, a human brain. Uh, yep. And that's what's kind of, you know, going against or his program. Or is he a spy for the Chinese government? There's yeah. that whole angle. And again, it's the I ministry again, like in, in yep. New Superman. So I like that tie-in as well. Uh, but yeah, it starts off where Aquaman, as we left him, uh, he was kind of being controlled a little. And it, it's they really spell it out here a couple times. Uh, but I like the way they do it because uh, Warhead... He is a part machine. So when he says that whole thing about, yeah, what is his catchphrase? He has that that phrase he keeps saying about how he what? can he can show Aquaman, but he can't, you know, control him like he usually has, and it, it keeps fucking him up. But he's showing, you know, you what are happened. You receptive to contact, but yeah, not re- but yeah. yeah he but says that a couple times, yeah. and it seems like it's really fucking with him because he thinks that he should be able to control everyone, and that's kind of like his prime directive type deal to heal himself. He's got to do that now the other thing that gets me is he, he seems to have been involved in you know a couple bad things with these people he's controlled and uh i don't know how much asylum i would give him but that that's there Aquaman's was that design. there was that yeah uh, i mean he, he he made somebody kill themselves yes that's what i'm saying so he actually that, that was kind of messed up yeah he com- he uh, pretty much was involved in in murder and, uh, and that's kind of washed away. Forcing people to go fight, you know, forcing humans to go fight Aquaman is essentially committing them to potential death. I mean, yeah. Aquaman could, could blow their faces yes. off with like a, yep. his, uh, a backhand, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, uh, I really think they kind of skirt that issue a, a little bit too much. Uh, but he actually, through this whole thing, he hadn't been talking. And when Aquaman's in that, you know, vision of war, he starts talking and basically tells uh, Aquaman, I was involved in this war. Uh, we got to a point where, he, you know. Between the Bialians and the yeah. Kandaki, yes. the old D.C. Middle East folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Kandak, we, me and Eric Thank always joke, you. it's the worst place on earth. Uh, but yeah, the, at the point where it seemed the war was done, uh, the Kandak, the, he was part of Kandak. The Kandakians were the ones who yeah. had leased him or whatever. But yeah, they want to just annihilate 
the enemy, and he didn't think that that was what he should do. That was when he went against the program because it didn't right, make because, sense you know, to him. They, they were already defeated. Yeah, and, the worst know, one. The conducts yeah. that, you know, like, oh, we're going to eliminate the rest of them. They were, even though they surrendered, and that's what we're pretty much seeing, like, break his goddamn computer yeah, brain. Yeah, and he even said this was, it went from strategy to vengeance, and vengeance is wrong. And that's what scrambled everything. Uh, and even at the point, at this point where he's talking to uh, Aquaman in the stream as the Secret Service is trying to bust through the door uh, when he's there, uh, yeah. it, it makes him revert back again to his military conditioning, as Aquaman calls it, because then he just punches Aquaman in the fucking face or in the chest, wherever he punches him, sends him through a goddamn he, monitor he's not, or whatever. He's not sensitive. That's all. He's no, no. talking kind of guy. That's all no, and that's when he says it again. You are receptive to contact, but resistance to control. And he wants control. And it's just he's fighting this whole time between, uh, you know, those two things. But you end up finding out then what happened to him when he went against the orders. And, uh, you know, you, you could pretty much figure out what would happen. They freaking disconnect him. They fuck with him and then shot him. I'm like, they what are you shot him shooting? in the head, dude. Like, yeah. damn, what the hell? I don't bro? think that's what you do to a robot, man. No, you that's what I was thinking. magnet over him, you know? Yeah. I see the, the back of his head, too. You know, back of his head. I don't see any. I see a little, like, dent or whatever. I don't think it did anything. You know? This guy, it was just like, that's all he knows. He's the guy who shoots people in the back of the head. He does it. It really didn't do anything, but, Everybody's yeah. Everybody's got to have a job. You know, yeah, so after that, after that they were like, "Hey, go clean out the cockroaches in the storeroom." He goes back there, just starts shooting all the cockroaches, yeah, just shooting them in the back of the head. That's all the guy knows. That's all hey, he knows. Put up, put up this picture. All right, just start shooting the picture. <laughs> That sounded like, Jesus Christ, don't let this guy do anything. Who? Well, it, it ends up being the leader's fucking, you know, brother-in-law. He needed a job. He, well, he doesn't want shit. But yeah, and uh, actually, this next part is what I really, really like because he, he said in his program. Because again, the it, it confused me at first, but when you end up finding out, they he was not manufactured by them. They had bought him. He says lease, but whatever. So they don't even know what his fucking you know manufacturing is. So when he is injured, when he actually has damage, his the manufacturing deal makes him go look to find a safe place to reboot to to re repair himself and that's what he's been doing he's been going around the world pretty much trying to find a secure place now the problem is in the meantime he has ptsd from all the shit he never feels safe so he's walking around the world he's like fucking Kane. he's walking that's the world right. it's kung fu here and he can't find anywhere safe where he goes and this is where he ended up here and again now the secret service is busting in and he doesn't feel safe uh but yeah then go on reggie because then you find out how he was kind of activated out of his sleep at this point yeah well it was when uh Black Manta kicked that suicide trigger that made the God, I can't remember the guy's name. It, yeah, the Nemo yeah. suicide that trigger. Did, yep. That, yeah, uh, when they, they were found and they used that to. Yeah, and it, it seems to have been something Joanne that Stubbs's father. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, Stubbs. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's the name I was thinking of. Stubbs. Yeah. What the what was that guy's? The Colonel Stubbs. Colonel whatever. Stubbs. So, uh, that kind of woke him up. Mister Stubbs, I call peppers. him. Yeah, yeah, and that and, woke uh, him up. Yeah. And it, it's it's pretty good, but in this meantime, he is searching, you know, database, whatever he's doing with this goddamn cyborg fucking nonsense. Uh, he's searching to see what is the place that he'd be most secure, and he's determined it's it's Atlantis, and so that's well, why Aquaman he kind of got offer. Well, yeah. not at first, but he knows he's like, wait a second, you you know, Atlantis is the spot because they have the technology, they have the war. Yeah 
machine location, location, location. And also, yeah. yeah, it's a hard to fight. And he and and like he he doesn't want to go to Atlantis to uh, hang out with everybody. He wants no. to go and take it over and use it to yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's that's what threw me off a little because I thought at first and I thought it was like one of those things that he had determined like okay that would be the safest place because nobody can hurt them like Eric said the location whatever no Aquaman sees right away and he even says it uh, Warhead says it that nobody could defeat them this would be the best because again I think that in his programming and how this is going on it it doesn't end until. You know, everybody's done, which actually to me goes against kind of what happened on the battlefield when he said it was vengeance. Him going down to Atlantis and taking it over to fight a world that isn't even fighting back does not I mean, seem to be I, something I would that would go that up with it. to PTSD. PTSD and, you know, again, getting, probably. Getting messed up, you know, by the maybe by the gun. Or that, whatever, but... He has this human side with the PTSD, but I still think the the main programming is over like overcoming everything else that he is dealing with. Because you know, while he knows he has to get to a secure location so he can like you know repair himself and even take on new technology to make things better and within himself. You know, he has to do that by any means necessary. It's not vengeance. It's just part of. No, I'm not saying taking over Atlantis. He wants to take over Atlantis so he could destroy everybody in the world. So he has the most mighty military. You know, I think he equates safety with military might like he doesn't know anything else. And and he's so he's so afraid from, you know, his his war experience that that he's just. And and the weird thing is, is this is why he's fighting Aquaman when really. Another way to deal with it, even if you wanted to take over Atlantis, is to be diplomatic. But he doesn't have that programming. No, but uh, the weird thing is, is Warhead spells, like, Warhead says, evaluation suggests Atlantis could engage and defeat any power in the world. It is actually Aquaman who kind of says, like, whoa, 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 we just got out of a war. I don't want any wars or whatever. It kind of does push the narrative in the direction that Warhead is going to take over Atlantis to destroy the world, though he never says it, but he doesn't go against it either. So the way the narrative is, it kind of does point to me that for some reason now, Warhead almost equates like Eric was kind of going with, but also like unless you kill everyone, war is always going to happen, and then he's not safe on it. But that could be part of the PTSD as well. Again, uh, but yeah, Aquaman yeah. sucker the punches him. Conflict is inevitable with him. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like he wants to get the best secure military he can because he feels, and and I you know I guess it's sort of that the dominoes would fall and there would be a worldwide war eventually. Well, yeah, if he and that's what Aquaman says, that. and Aquaman tells him, just think it through. Think of what will happen if you do that. Yeah. You'll be as bad as the Kandakians, and then he does agree and says, "I just this, it was weird." Like that part. Yeah, it was weird like though how it progressed from one to the other. Evil like general yes. of, of yep. this uh, thing. It's awesome. But that's like I said, it just seemed weird to start off. It was to get this payoff then for him to realize that he's being bad. But it just seemed to me like he was almost going the route that he actually fought against before, and that's why he's been trying to repair himself, whatever. But he does think of it, and then he says, "Okay, yep, I comply." I'll and then he becomes really human looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what fucking happened? Yeah, all of a sudden. Again. Yeah, in that <laughs> panel, he looked really human. And yeah, and this is where Aquaman wants to, he wants to help him. He wants to go on. And uh, I know, then they go, well, go on. Because then Aquaman has this little aside where he goes into his thinking mode with his hand yeah, on his he, fucking he chin. about how everyone in the world, everyone is scared of him. Like, he's, he's tried... To rehabilitate himself, which is really something kind of talking about what's happened in the comics from a the joke of the Justice League to something respectable. Yeah, and in doing yeah. so, he's ended up scaring some people and making them, you know, fearful of what he's his potential is. And he yep. seems I like to be that. feeling like 
yeah, I thought that, I thought it was an interesting take. He he didn't just say like some people love me, some people hate me. He acknowledged that within even the people that like him, you know, that there's a fear was what he was yeah. worried about. It wasn't so much that people don't like him, but that they're afraid of him, and he wants to correct that. Yep, even like was, you said, I, even people who love him are scared, which we saw that yeah. last issue. That's something that he had already seen uh, in Amnesty Bay. And you have, I, I freaking forget her name, uh, his his friend from Amnesty Bay, the police oh, yeah, officer. Yeah. She's Erica? there. Yeah, is it? I, I always forget her name, but she's there, and that's, Child, you know. Childhood friend. Yep, and remember. she said, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of you now that I saw you. And I don't know. The one lady looks kind of like Amanda Waller. I'm looking through all these. There's a lot of crazy guys here. Uh but yeah, and he kind of he's kind of sad about it. He, that's when he uh, he says, "I wanted the world to stop seeing me as a joke. I thought I'd manage that. I've just made them fear me. That's disappointing." <laughs> like that, I think that was the hokey lines that I thought that it was like a little. I don't know. It, it seemed a little stiff. That's disappointing. But that's when the yeah. Secret Service bust in, and yeah, they want to take uh, Warhead, which really. And they even say it. They, you know, when the the Secret Service agent uh, says we're going to take him, but this is at the point where Aquaman now has gotten his name. It's Sayu, and he's found out it's from the uh, the Chinese government, the ministry. And it's a little hokey, uh, not hokey. It's a little forced now because he is on American soil. He's done some crazy shit. It really yeah. is tough. Like he is really going out on the, you know, out on a limb to give asylum to what appears to be a guy who's killed people and done some shit on American soil. Uh, yeah. But it's a comic, you know what I Diplomacy mean. Diplomacy is rough. I mean, yeah. it, it just shows like just as just as he seems to have gotten the, a lot of the favor back from America, he's going to do something that's yeah. going to rub them the wrong this way. Actually, again, this actually, this actually seems immunity. like the yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> it's been revoked. This actually, to me, is like. You have now ruined everything that you set up, Aquaman. You wanted all these things. Now you are taking what appears to be, from everybody looking, a super weapon that is, you know, if they can figure out that it's Chinese, all this stuff, it does not look good. It really looks bad to me, but yeah, uh, he he's going to take them away. He's going to take them to Atlantis, and I really, I think the art in this book is great. I really like sure. it. I love that part where they're walking uh, through the crowd. Uh, to go, it's freaking the, even War Warhead. I almost called him War Machine. Warhead looks awesome there. I love. Yeah, he looks great right there. Yeah, I great, really like, like armor or whatever. It looks awesome. Yeah. Then uh, we go to Amnesty Bay, and I don't know. The art kind of seemed to dip a little here, but uh, especially eh. right away. But it was okay. But yeah, go on because this is a crazy cliffhanger just, as well. Just just teases the next thing, which is one of the Aquamarine shows up. These are the, the fish people that have stage two. They turn into different fish. This is Major Rhonda Rico, and she warns them that Deadwater, which is some new monster. No, no it's not monster. new. We had it at the end of the yeah. 52. And it's oh, yeah. awful. I, I wasn't reading Me it, and though. Eric both hated it. Deadwater was nonsense. Uh, it really was not a good Rose story. I'll say that. Yeah, um, yeah. The thing is, maybe this is going to be a redemption for Deadwater because we did not like that story. It really ended up really hokey and really crazy shit. Plus, there was a lot of loose ends that were out there for it. So we'll find out what happens with those. But Hopefully yeah, it ties all that shit up. Fine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we there was a lot of shit. It even involved the scavenger. So th these are all these things that should be coming back with this. Uh, but we'll see now. The Aquaman are they going to bring back involved. Aquaman and the others? If, if they give you're back, reviewing if, that if they do you gotta do it me 
Jesus Christ. If, if they do announce that, I better go back and finish the last two goddamn issues of that because I fucking bailed. It takes a lot to bail from a book completely. I think yeah. that recently there were only two books that I really did that were. It's Aquaman and the others and uh, the Forever, the Tomorrow People and fucking – Oh, yeah, God, well, that was yeah. even further back. The movement I did at one, I think I, I went back and looked. I think I only did two issues, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah. this." You weren't yeah. even podcasting then. No, I do remember. I do remember loving listening to your Aquaman and the other reviews because oh, you were so fucking. It was fucking awful. It was so bad. <laughs> there was nothing going on. It was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, if that comes back, I, we're done. I, I quit. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this. But dead, it is funny. Uh, only because seeing Deadwater again is like it really just. I don't know. It, it reminds me of what I didn't like at the end of yeah. the New Fifty Two run because there were some things that we did like uh, when Dan Abnett took over from Cullen Bunn. Uh, Deadwater yeah. was not one of them. Uh, you know, next we'll hear uh, what was Cullen Bunn's story, Eric. Thor. Fool. Yeah, that'll be next. And then Eric will know. fucking quit. He'll jump I, off a having fucking no bridge. Connection, I just looked at it like, here's next month's or next uh, next. Well, and weeks, here's the uh, thing. Months. It's not bad because uh, people who jumped in a rebirth would not have any idea, you know, anything about Blackwater or Deadwater. And you see Deadwater there. Looks pretty fucking impressive. You I know what I mean? It looks like a pretty cool deal. So, the look of them was never the problem. It's no, the story no. Around it. Well, the story just never went anywhere, and it kind of ran around itself and things like that. And like we said, maybe this will be its redemption because there were parts. I remember when me and Eric were talking about the end of it, and really it just ended. And we didn't know what the fuck was going on and what happened. That's uh, nonsense. I'll but. say one great thing about this epilogue is it's only two pages. So That's right. Mm-hmm. Bang it out and yeah. be done with it. And you know, I, I, I'm telling you, I think that Dan Abnett was writing this, and he, again, yeah, the the Aquamarines are now the others, but I think that somebody probably said, you know what, these Aquamarines, kind of interesting, you know, we'd like to see them some more, and he wants to kind of continue that, and this is the only way he could do it. I'm assuming that at least yeah. she is going to be part of it, if not the rest that are actually living still. I, I don't even remember, but uh, I don't mind. I didn't mind the Aquamarines. I thought they were pretty cool. Shark yeah, people. Silly, Remember, but they were, cool. they were silly, but we wanted more. We wanted to know more about and them and see. Instantly. And they didn't yeah, have real unique powers that you know jived with what they became. It just well, seemed didn't, really didn't odd. The lionfish have a poisony thing. I yeah, it did. I think I, I just maybe. It seemed but like yeah, I mean, they we just, didn't even see. They basically showed up at Atlantis and then and uh, did was like, yeah, all right, spank. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, it'll wrap it up. Very odd. But what'd you give this, Reggie? Uh, I enjoyed it. I like the. I definitely would say that for your three bucks, you get a nice, full, complete comic. Uh, definitely wouldn't feel like a ripoff. Art is great. Gave it an eight point five out of ten. Ooh-wee. I'm Ooh-wee. gonna get. I'm. I'm telling you, I'm in a positive mood uh, this week for books. Personally, I'm in a bad mood. I want to yeah. fucking punch somebody in the face. But uh, as books go, I think I'm a little positive this week. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I enjoyed it. I really like Warhead. I think he's interesting. I don't know how much more we're gonna see of him. Uh, I hope we do though. I actually like him. How are you, Eric? I would give it an eight out of ten as well. Eight I actually really enjoyed this story. Um, I like the Warhead character we got from him, and I hope to see him again in the future. And I actually, I'm, besides for the whole Deadwater bit, I like to that we're going to see the Aquamarines again because they did not yeah. get a fair shake previously. No, I didn't think they did either. I, I thought that when they showed up, we were all upset. It was, you know, they, it, there was a bit of a buildup, and when they showed up, it was just nothing. It just fell flat, yeah. and we didn't get to, you know, enjoy them. I don't. I didn't even see the reviews this week because that that's pretty high for you in eight five. Haven't you been like? Oh, yeah. 
seven seven five for this, and everybody's yeah. been crowing about it. Yeah, I knew it. I fucking knew it. God damn it, I hate people, Reggie. You're the highest review. Everybody really? else. Yeah, I'm telling you, everybody loves this book, and you're like, oh, you know, it's good. You know, settle down, whatever. A, a fire fucking really good issue, and there's fives, <laughs> fucking what? sixes. I don't understand yeah. that. I really don't. I mean, this... Just, just again, just as a point of thinking of something that you spent three bucks on, this is yeah. good. It'll take you like a good twenty minutes to read. It's engaging. It's nice. The art is awesome. There's scenes yeah. of action. I don't know what else. You I'm want with you. Well, here's book. the thing: eight reviews, aggregate score six point eight. I, I don't understand people. People out there just don't listen. Don't listen to reviews, including ours. I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I see it. these things Except like this is a down issue. Uh, this seems like it's just filler. Are you kidding me? Yes. They introduced and explained the whole character. I know. Not a great issue. Yeah, you know, the future remains intriguing, though. Eh, fuck you. You fucking reviews. What's next, Reggie? Give me a song. Kind of freaking put a smile on my face, please. All right, Reggie, and what's your next book? But, Reggie, keep it low because, you know, people are mad at Eric. He, he, <laughs> I have to tell you, people were wondering why Eric wasn't talking much because I was wondering. I thought, boy, Eric isn't talking much about this book he loves. He, the fucking guy was banging on the goddamn wall again that Eric was being too loud. And, and, again, people know that we record well into the night and early morning. At that point, 8.30 on a Saturday. Fuck yeah. that guy. I, I, I want Eric – can you make a, a mixtape cassette of me yelling at the guy and put it under his goddamn door? <laughs> to, 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 you, fuck you, buddy. You fucking jerk. I what said I want to come over there. Show. I want to kill. I, I can't say. Allegedly, I want to kill. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Is that a no, terroristic no, no. threat nowadays? Back in my day, I would go down there. I'd fucking get a knife out. Boom. Comb. Comb my hair back and then punch him right in his fucking face. How about that? Fuck him. I want to come over with the remote deal, and we're going to go – me and him are going toe-to-toe. The guy's probably like seven foot, fucking 400 pounds. I don't care. I'll kick him right in the balls, and then I'll grab the balls and just fucking turn him. Eh, that's what you do. That, I don't care. I don't care what I have to do. If I go over there and this guy is goddamn Rick Rude, uh, uh, you know, and I have to fight him, I'll find some way. I'll gouge his fucking eyes out. I'll do whatever. I, I might put a thumb up his ass. He might like it, though. I, I don't know. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> allegedly not, stick that thumb right up in there. fucking nonsense. I'm telling you, I may even, before I go, get some peanut butter and put it on my ass cheeks. So then when I go and he's, like, yelling at me, I'll just reach in the back of my pants, pull out some goddamn peanut butter. It looks like shit, and I'll start eating it. The guy will be fucking – he'll be so scared of me. And then I'll, you know, I'll tell him, I'll be back or something, and then I'll run away. That's what I'll do. I'll do I'll shit like if that. If you ever open a karate dojo, Jim, I want to join. I really like yeah. your fighting tactics. Do you like my fighting balls, deal? Fake, yeah, fake I'm telling you, shit. anything. Anything. I'll bite. I'll fucking kick him in the back. I don't care. Uh, it all all that matters is the end result. And he better stop fucking harassing America's sweetheart. Yeah, really. I, I, oh, Jesus Christ. God damn it, Eric. Move out of that fucking apartment. I don't. I, I got a middle room for you here. Tanya's let fucking hobos live in this room, so I don't know how the fuck, you know, you might find some crazy shit in here. This is where I podcast. There's been so many goddamn fucking derelicts who've lived in this room because my wife feels bad for everyone. Eh, Eric, you can come in. You move in. Tell that Jess she's not That's welcome. The thing. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is because I've moved my desk over the past so two weeks. Give a fuck. It's 8.30 on a like Saturday. For two years. Yeah. 
how loud can it be? You know what I mean? I, I said you are talking, singing in your room yes. like I am. And, and it's not like you get fucking, you know, furious about stupid shit like me. You just sit there. You're like, yep. Yeah, boosh. The guy fucking yeah, doesn't right. like your catchphrases. I think it's more that he's just against you. There's, a, I, I want to tie it to some racial thing. I don't know how that can happen. You're yeah. a white guy, Eric. Oh. But I just, I, I don't, don't like understand. That to me, it's content that he's mad at. It cannot be the noise. Eight thirty on a Saturday cannot be something that you can yell. If me and you were sitting right where you were sitting watching TV, what's the guy going to yell to shut up because we're fucking laughing at a comedy? It's fucking ridiculous. I think that he hears what you're saying, and it's just like, why is a grown man talking this fucking nonsense? <laughs> and then he's like, and then when his girlfriend leaves, all I hear is him either playing with action figures or on chat roulette. He doesn't like either. Oh, shit, you hear that? Yes. <laughs> I, I think this guy has super hearing. What is I don't understand. Has he, has he ever gotten mad at anything else? Here, no, I've I've never heard anything a problem. And before where was your desk in the bedroom? Yeah, yeah. So when you're rocking the house, you and Jesse doesn't seem to have a problem. Probably has his pants down to his ankles, fucking you know, going to town, listening yeah. to you and Jess. And that, from what Jess has told me, that is a three time a day thing. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care when the wow. old fucking America sweethearts rock at the goddamn headboard. It's it's when you start talking about Aquaman. The guy's he's not a fan. He's a Marvel fan. It's fucking nonsense. Now you're all down. I, I fucking this is ridiculous. He ruined the whole podcast. This guy. Yeah, I got to get back up. I do. I really do Jesus feel down right now. Right? Yeah, because right. guy's a dick. He's a fucking dick. The best is I, he may know news. who you are, but when you don't know who this is, so you'll leave, and this guy will cold cut. Yeah, that's when you call me. I don't even care what time, what day. You call wow. me, Eric. I will. I, I'm back. telling you, I will do crazy shit. <laughs> he may go to punch me, and I'll start doing cartwheels down the hall, and then lick a, a doorknob. I don't care. Just to start fuck barking. Him up. Anything I will. Do. I'll throw him off his game, and then then we'll go. We'll get them both, and then in in a crazy way, while I'm doing this. You get on all fours behind him, and we do the classic. I push him; he falls over you. you we go. laugh at his ass and run away. Boom. Give him run! A I'm telling you. While you run, why not? And then, like you said, Reggie, we will film that. It's just nonsense. I don't understand people. There's a lot of things to get upset about in this world. Well, in in Eric's neighbor's defense, people are assholes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's there, the only defense that. this guy can have. Eight thirty <laughs> on a Saturday. What the fuck, Eric? Who else in the love car say yeah? yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, if if that guy was there, I bet you he'd see him. That fucking guy with either grill or bad teeth going on there, he ain't going to bang on anything and yell for him to shut up. Hey, you know, right? We're not all superstars like Come that on. guy in Alabama. How about that? <laughs> you know who he wouldn't fuck with? That's right, LeBron well, who James. Who would? He would not fuck with. That is correct. <sighs> Jesus Christ. You don't fuck with chickens that are actually geese either. Now I'm down. Now I'm down. This is what All I'm right, going to I'm going to knock on the door. Uh-oh. That's what I'm going to say. And then <laughs> fucking activate his dental plan. Oh, Reggie, please take us out of this funk. I have, Eric, I have, I have keep it low, Eric. You guys, toe tapping, having a great time when we Eric talk Eric can't about... tap on the floor. The guy will fucking go nuts. Jesus yeah, Christ. Well, maybe you can finger snap, Eric. Actually, you know what? I don't I'm doing it the noise. first time. I don't know. 
Uh, Harley Quinn, number 15, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Kari Evans, John Timms, jo- Joseph Michael Lindsner, and Alex Sinclair. Harley and Natalie are feeling real sore after that beatdown from Zorkrom. He's gonna enslave the whole world, and what's more, he thinks that he's totally awesome. Harley sister Atlee, we need some more back you ought to know by now. Yeah. Meanwhile, vampires eat them homeless folks, and Harley Sin registers at a motel. And it seems such a waste of time. I don't know what this book's about. Harley, if that's comic books, then I'm conking out. I messed up a couple of lines with the melody there, but you know what that is. Everyone knows. I, kind of I, I really like want that. that. My favorite part of the song. You know what always reminded me of that? That I actually think would be a good mix is the uh, the aliens in Mars Attacks. They kind of had that when they were doing that. I always thought that that could be put into that song. I want to see Max Headroom do it and then freak out at that point, Ooh. you know, so act, 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 act. That would be pretty good. I want Just Max calm Headroom down. Calm yourself show. down. I don't want you to get beat up. Just <laughs> calm down. Calm down there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is an odd issue of Harley. And uh, while Eric actually was positive and, and trying to find things that he liked, I yep. really didn't like much of it. I actually thought it just drug on and it just – it was tough. Uh, the weird thing about it is – I want to see more of what we had at the beginning because it's nonsense. Yeah. It is in the future where it looks like there might be a superhero fucking fight club going on or something. Yeah, 20, 2167. It's, it's, this, it's this future Gotham that's like, you know, all super looks like a big crossword puzzle jumbled up with these pieces together. You notice there's a, it, it a is hovering so in the circle future line that has already gone past Neo Gotham back to regular Gotham. That's right. That's right. It's not It's not even like the glass spires of Neo Gotham. It's more like a just a jumbled up. It looks more like Tokyo and, and Blade Runner is really what are meant to be yeah. just yeah. Too, too crammed up and that and even the fact there seems to be a lot of Asian influence in this, yeah, there in is. this future it just kind of reminded me of like the, that seemed to be what they were pulling from but yeah it seems like there's like a superhero fight club you dress up like yeah. your favorite superhero you get your weapons and you can go out and yeah and it looks like a even in, dressed as super villains. in this yeah. Gotham Boy, fucking Batman. Jesus Christ, he's everywhere. He's all over the place. They love yeah, him. But yeah, you have a training scene where man can a girls, city. you know, looking. There's a sexy shower scene and everything. Mm-hmm. You got all this crazy stuff. I see the Kawatu uh, fucking Batman poster I in the saw back. That there. too, there's some pretty cool bit. shit. Uh, even the, uh, you know, almost like the 66 Batman. There's a lot of shit like that. The helmet that she wears looks a lot like the Atomic Knight Batman helmet. Sure, I'm, yeah, I'm in. I am in with this. And yeah, she goes out, looks like she's part of like a, uh, you know, it's an apartment complex slash like almost like a, uh, I don't know how to say it's it. Like the, it's it, like the blocks in Dread. Yeah, like a block. Like, yeah, exactly. Like the blocks there and they're all cheering for her. She's going out to appear to be and she, Sector, Sector 68 they live in and appears that she's going to fight a Harley Quinn. And it's just complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> it really yeah. it throws, it throws it's the so, doll in the air and shoots her with like a, a finger, a finger ray. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the thing. And then I, I gotta say, I was like, oh wow, this is intriguing. And I had yeah. totally forgotten what happened in the last issue. At this point, I was Me like, too. yeah, I'm all in. 
Yeah. But uh, that, yeah. that's all you get. Three pages. Yeah, that's of that all you get. I actually, <laughs> as I was reading it, the problem with me is I thought they were going to bookend this story here where you'd get to the end and see what's going on a little more. Nope. You do nope. not. Nope. It's just that something was it. That's for... all you see of that. As a matter of fact, if I had done, you know, a, a standard <laughs> blog, I would have left that out because why, why would you even bring it up? It, it has no ramification on anything else in the story. Although well, I'm at a point now where. What's the main story? I'm really, I, I think, I, I think it's the one, you know, Atli and 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 Zorkrom and everything. Well. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's, it seems like all these other stories are getting a lot of a strange amount of time. You know what I mean? And they're developing now. This 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 vampire thing. It's like, oh wait, things are happening now with this fucking yeah, yeah. vampires eating oh, the homes. That's, that's what we're talked about before, where Harley has always seeded its future stuff, which we always enjoy. But now they're planting seed upon seed upon seed. Yeah. And nothing's, nothing's going to grow there, but a goddamn mutant that nobody. Yeah, wants really. To look at. This this thing's a goddamn garden full of seeds because there's like four storylines going on, and like you said, the Zorkom. How do you say his name? I always mess. Zorkrom. Zorkrom. I always say Zorkom for some reason, but Zorkrom's story to me ends up just just going on and on and on. Uh, you know, and it, it, to me, I was bored. I really was bored yeah. of this whole thing. Eric liked the whole concept because what it is is basically a, like a look at a supervillain that shows up and hasn't thought things through. Once well, yeah, to, I, uh, I love that idea. I'm telling you, if whenever like you know somebody tells me they want to do something, I actually sit there. I got to be a party pooper and be like. Well, if you do this, such and such a thing, what would happen? Like, well, if you do well, again, this, what yeah. about this over here? I like doing that thing. I mean, the, the thing that like gets this. me is me and you just talked about this, you know, two weeks ago on the podcast about vampires. They can't kill everyone. Then they don't have, you know, exactly. anybody to feed off of and things like that. So to me, this was just more, you know, it was cliched to me, the whole thing. And to have a whole issue based around it pretty much because these other things we just said you do get bits and yeah. pieces of this other stuff but it's not enough that the main part is Zorkron and Harley and it just goes on forever uh, you know she's gonna, it, it uh, is the best part of the book but with all the other stuff going on around it it's it ends up being just I think too much dialogue jammed into too few yeah, pages yeah. you know it's it like is, and I'm telling you though there's so much dialogue jammed in which is usually like you know it kills me but I start getting into the story, and then it's interrupted by something we're not dealing with right now. And I'm like, God damn it. And then we go through that, and we have to get back. I'm like, all right, where were we? All right, yeah. we can get back. Into it. And then, bam, another story. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I just, like I said, as it goes on, Zorkrum's like, I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah, if you don't, if you kill everyone, then you can't be in control of them. Okay, I'll make them slaves. But if you make them slaves, you know, the world doesn't, uh, you know, they're not going to like it. Plus, we have all these languages. How many do you use? And it just goes on and on. And it's just yeah. like one bullet point after the other. That's uh, something I they, do enjoy, though. It, it might be just be me, but it's something I really like. You know, enjoy reading about, especially when it's like this. And we can use like you know, they're using the hot dogs from a vendor and shit like that. When we use like you know things like that, I think it's really enjoyable. Yeah, because, I, I don't oh, you're because kill, then you're it, kill everybody. Well, they're not going to make hot dogs. Well, I'm going to let the people who make the hot dogs. But what about the truck drivers who bring all this stuff? Well, yeah, I'll let them. To me, well, that's just again, it's just boring to me because uh, first off. I could give one fucking rat's ass about Zorkrom. I don't care about him. I don't really think that anyway that he cuz basically I would just say, "You know what? You, you, tomorrow the Justice League's going to come and kill you." And <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah. their plan doesn't even seem it's well, not I like mean, Harley she's, is she's, she's- She's doing all this to stall, waiting for yeah. Atlee to show yeah. up with Power and it's Girl. Just, and what it ends up being is she's stalling us too. You know, the reader is. That's basically what I mean. Yeah, the it's just a stall. And, like, oh, and then the whole basic thing leads into the, uh, you know, Zorkrom throwing a goddamn squirrel. 
that's what it ends up. And which I need know, to know how a goddamn rabbit squirrel bit through his finger when he was yeah. taken on board. Yeah, but I, I need to know I what's going on with that. I don't really think we're ever going to find out. I think we might. This might be how they defeat him. That's the weakness. Yeah. But we'll see. But even that that that'll be so ridiculous. And then we spend two pages talking about you better put pants on. I don't wear pants. Yes, you have to. They wear them. Okay, I guess I will. That's two pages. Where did those and pants come from? I don't know. Those are homeless people pants. It's blowing yeah. the Well, no, oh, she, yeah, he like, actually made them appear. He he can make matter appear. No, no, he not those pants. He made the rest of his outfit later. appear. Later no, on, he made his pants. whole outfit yeah, appear. Yeah, the pants. The I, first I don't pair, know. which is like another thing know. too. It's like all right, he puts these pants on, and then later on, she convinces him to put on another. Yeah, outfit. that's what like, I'm saying. He has pants on at one point because of his junk, which takes three pages to explain. And you know that's the Harley crazy humor. But then after the pants. Then she decides, you know, hey, no shirt, no service. You need a shirt. And then we go through it all again, and it's just nonsense. I thought it was just complete nonsense. And if I was – if I just picked this up out of nowhere and just read this issue, first off, with everything else thrown in, you'd be confused. But I just – I don't know why people would continue reading if the stories don't get better than this. It, they were better at one point. It just seems to be going on too long. Like, they, you know, Jimmy Palmiani and Linda Connor are kind of running out of ideas, but yet they're throwing everything at you to try to make you confused. Because there's As only... As I said the, last issue, something happened here. Like, yeah. like, you know, reading the solicits, they are all about this vampires eating homeless yeah. homeless. yeah, yeah. And, and that was originally teased as being a whole... Conspiracy yeah. or something that was going to bring Harley. And that down. seems like I'm telling you, you have the vampires and Harley Sin as just the main things. In the you know, Harley Sin's off uh, going after uh, Mason, and that yeah. is personal to Harley. In the meantime, the homeless are being eaten by vampires. You have a pretty good story there to me. If you kept it going, it has something where Harley's going to have to stop these vampires. But in the meantime, her boyfriend, who was you know relocated, is off and, and in trouble as well. But you throw this whole thing. With her just walking around, I just don't get – it almost seems like this book, The they don't have what they think is a 100% winner of a story, so they're just going to kind of throw them all together to get through an issue, and it no, just doesn't I, come I'm out guessing, right. I'm guessing it was plotted differently more towards the homeless you know, vampire mm-hmm. victim story, and they had to change it last minute. That, that, this is a guess, Maybe. but – yeah. And, and that's why that's why I think this story is open ended. It's a lot of like expanded scenes of talking and like going on yeah. and on. I mean, it really, it really I mean. is like expanded yeah. ridiculously. Yeah, and and the fact that like Atlee goes to grab Power Girl, it shows oh, me God that someone it. is not is not minding the switches. Also, I'm telling you, we, there's a problem with this just because you know we have always said that har- this book seems to be in its own kind of separate continuity. It's still kind of yeah. a part of it, but it's doing its own thing. So things don't always have to jive like the Joker and shit like that. Right. But Power Girl is a big deal because she was in Earth 2 this entire time. There's no longer this Power Girl on this Earth. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing because they brought Atlee out of nowhere last issue. And we do have a connection to freaking Starfire with Atlee from Starfire's book in the DCYU, which mm-hmm. wasn't that uh, Palmiati encounter as well? It was, uh, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. We have this great connection. Perfectly, yeah. 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 Uh, it, that was good. that was sort of lame. Although I did like the fact that when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's going to make Eric real mad." 
Oh now. my god! Uh, I'm telling uh, you, I but, don't understand why people got to go against continuity this week. Well, it's, and they had like, the uh, Power Girl kind of it, it kind of uh, talks about when they teamed up before. Yeah, and that's the only reason she's here is that they. I don't know why. I really don't know why you you throw that in just to remind people of that. You know, I liked when she was in the book originally. Sure. Uh, but yeah, the miniseries just, was not great. No, the miniseries wasn't, up, but in the actual book, I liked it. So it's fine. I mean, you know, yeah. just like let let the continuity. And if you want to bring Power Girl back, then have that done. Don't just like slip it in here like this. Because like I I totally agree. This would be a great place for Starfire. And Starfire is another one of these great characters that you would want to team up with Harley just because of the way she is and so how naive she is. She's a lot like Power Girl, but just you know, more naive. they were down in Strata for like three issues or two yeah. or that. They were, they were in the underworld. So, you know, she, she she has more of a connection to this whole thing as far as I'm concerned with, with Zorkrom. Me, me as well. Uh, but that didn't happen. And like yeah. I say, I really, I really feel like this had to be slapped together to some extent because it really it doesn't seem to have – the same kind of care that Palmiotti and Connor do no. usually give to their books. Their books are outlandish, but they really are carefully seeded and, and kept together. And this one sort of runs off the rails. Well, and, this- and yeah, and the thing that thing that really gets me mad, actually, now that I'm looking through it again, is the whole thing. Like Eric likes the thing with Harley and they're talking and they're talking about, you know, hey, you can't take over everyone. Then you don't do this. You can't kill everyone. Then you don't have these slaves, all this stuff. And then they go to that deli and he's eat, they're going to eat matzo ball soup. And oh, the Jewish like, oh. deli? Yeah. And he's yeah, like, I Jewish want deli. more soup. And she's deli. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 he's she's like, hey, you know, just wait because you know the corned beef's coming, baby. And then the next scene, Pastrami. he's destroying everything. You and don't that's m- a big problem because I need to know what was wrong with these sandwiches. Does he have something against pastrami? Because I just think honestly, he wanted I the be a soup. Compliment to the soup. I actually just think he wanted the soup because he yells, "I want more soup, or I'm going to fucking kick ass. I'm going to tear <laughs> the heads off of everyone." And pastrami she's like, "Oh, is wait." Kind of an acquired taste. It's a little bit fatty. You know, maybe he yeah. wasn't. I don't know. It could be a yeah. bad yeah. batch. I thought that really one just thing I thought was soup, one thing I thought that was weird with the narrative here is so we're looking at Beckerman's Jewish Deli. But they keep calling it the Jewish Deli. Why don't they yeah. call it Beckerman's? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you already have a name for the fucking place. What's wrong? So very, very yeah, strange. And it's, thing. it's just uh, weird because I think that when you get through the, all of this talking uh, with Zorkram and Harley, in the meantime, at the end, you need to have a fight. So instead of him just sitting there, like if you know, Atlee and uh, Power Girl show up. And show up and he's just eating soup. It doesn't go with what they want to have happen here. So out of nowhere, there's a fight and there's well, nothing that, that you. Though, I'm telling you, even the Power Girl Atlee bit was a bit extended because, you know, Atlee needed to get Power Girl to help her take down Zorkrom. And that's why Harley was distracting this whole time. But in the meantime, on the way back, you know, she saw that beaver. Now she has to fucking wander through Central Park and find out where this rabid beaver yeah, came from. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. we got bigger problems than a goddamn rabid beaver farm. Yeah, it's just, squirrel, it's just, squirrel, I'm sorry. It's just on. Uh, squirrel it's just, you, you see that? You see this? This is the scene. Uh, this is the page I was talking about where, where, they're, where Power Girl and Atlee are first like hovering in front of the Empire. State Building, and then Power Girl gets slapped in the face with a squirrel. Yeah. It looks like this fucking picture was drawn in a, in a, in a moving car that was having an, in an accident. <laughs> I mean, what the hell <laughs> the happened here? Yeah. You know, and there's a few. This is not one of the best. There are a couple. I mean, you know, John Timms. I always love this. All the art here is pretty good, but this page, something bad happened here, man. This is like I don't they know had what to add. That would be something. Yeah, maybe they I'm had to add that. it at the last second. Even, it had even to the be backgrounds rushed. are just are just obviously again, photographs, yeah. you know what I mean, that have been And uh, that's, the, 
that's the page that starts the nonsense with them trying to find where that was. So I could I could easily see that, you know, yeah. that was just an added page that they are struggling, it seems, with this story to get a page count, which is crazy. And, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of walking around and talking and doing nothing and then a fight out of nowhere because, like I said, I think it has to end with that fight uh, with Atlee showing up in Power Girl, then, you know, having to stop a fight. It's nonsense. It, it just seemed like a lot of nonsense. Uh but anything else you have to say about it? Uh, well, I guess we should mention, you know, Harley Sin does check into a motel yeah. and she's ready. She's, she's still talking about how she's been tasked with shooting. What's his name? I forget now. Uh, Mason. 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 Yeah. And uh, we do see the vampires are now like actively grabbing homeless people out of Central Park on the yeah, other side of the park. They're going against the rules too. Yeah. That's, they're they're, going they're, against... they're uh, what, what, what? They're taking. No, they're, they're going they're coming out like while the daylight's still yeah, going. Yeah, there's oh, daylight right, right, and stuff. Right, they're right. really going against what they were supposed to do, overstepping what they want. And they're like, ah, eh, you know what? We're all, it's almost like they're starting out with like, eh, we're just uh, you know going a little against the rules now. We'll just start early. They won't mind, but yeah, shit's gonna go wrong. Vampires always go against the rules. They do. Jerk they off. always a lot of them. do. They're, 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 not, always they're do. not line steppers. No, but, uh, no. Yeah, this, this book, I mean, this this what suffered. The the reality is of it that. I didn't hate this book. A lot of the scenes were okay. They just went on a little too long, and like, I didn't. It didn't really kill me that Power Girl was there. It just sort of irked me. Yeah. But uh, it's it's too much. It's it's ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag, and and it is. I think something happened here. Uh, I have I have more faith in Palmiati, and there's too much that evidence too. of this. I have there's too much evidence though of something having just gone wrong here. You know, between the solicit and the rough looking pages and shit, just not really. I mean, like for example, why do they go to Central Park? We don't. I, it doesn't really make any sense. They don't yeah, have no, to. She you know, to go like, there. She just wants to show like the the beauty of it. I I don't why know. Don't they, all right, why don't they go to Prospect Park? I mean, I mean, yeah. like, it, I mean, Ooh, look this, at this, you, Reggie. Prospect this, Park doesn't <laughs> hold a candle to Central Park. This no, such a well, don't get, don't bring your it, Prospect Park nonsense here, Reggie. We are a, Central Park guys, <laughs> me and her. Such a, I mean, this book is such a New York centric book that talks about New York all the time that you know that that would be the logical thing. Anyway, it's it's I am getting down to nitpicking now, but overall. It's just too much shit going on in this book, yeah. and it's hard to focus on what the hell we're supposed to pay attention to or care about. But it didn't like break my heart or make me, you know, no. think it's a piece of shit. So I gave it a six out of ten. Uh yeah, they should take them to Lincoln Park. That's where they should go. Fucking Nobody should ever go to Lincoln Park. Lincoln a hard Park. park. <laughs> uh, I would probably give it a five five. I didn't mind the art as much uh, as you. I know that one panel you were saying or that one page, but yeah, I I like the art enough. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I really am more intrigued by the first couple pages with that future story, yeah. <laughs> only because yeah. that's something new, and it, it seemed intriguing. The rest of the stuff, even the stuff with Harley Sin, just like, okay, you, you, you're tying, you're trying to get Mason involved somehow and having Harley find out or whatever. It really doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest me at all. And no. having Harley just walking around, you know, holding hands with Zorkrom until he decides he wants to fight because it works in the story, uh, just it bored me. So, yeah, 5.5, I'd give it. See, I like that stuff with Zorkrom just because that's something I really enjoy. But like I'm telling you, even though I thought the beginning part was interesting – 
I was actually kind of angry at it because it's yet yeah. another story being peppered into this. And then when I yeah. found out that we're dealing with Harley Sin and the vampires as well in this issue, that really threw me off, even though I am interested with the freaking vampire ones. But Harley Sin, I don't give a fuck about. But overall, I like the art in this uh, book. But the whole thing with Power Girl and then like the whole filler with Power Girl, just the whole thing in general with Power Girl and Ellie really brought my score down. I would give it a six out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Fair but enough, fair it, enough. Uh, that is it. And Reggie, you and Chris are talking what? Shade? You throw in shade? Shade the changing girl, number shade six. Shade the changing girl, the number end of the first arc, the end of the Ooh. opening arc, fellas. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because when I, when I hear of some of these, I, I know it's wrong, but I assume somehow that some are miniseries and stuff because I'm not really following the stuff. But was the first arc of Shade the Changing Girl, was it good? Would you say in general yes. that it was good? It was good. Would you you would think that something that people is that pretty much everybody's second favorite title in the young animal. You think? Uh, I've heard. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of between that and Cave Carson. Okay. Although a couple couple of people say Shade is their favorite, and I think yeah, part well, of it is Doom Patrol's shipping schedule. That's is, the problem. I was going to say everybody seems to love uh, Doom Patrol, but it's just the shipping is it's yeah, terrible. They, they fucked that up. But I, I I'll just say to the listening public that doesn't listen to the young animal segment that. It's a worthwhile arc, the opening arc. If you read it, you will have be satisfied with a complete story. Oh, oh, so, maybe I'll read go. it. I still have to read Doom Get Patrol. Out of here. I keep, I yeah. keep opening up the first issue of Doom Patrol, and it's not. I don't know if it, this is an insult. <laughs> I always fall asleep. Yeah, but the problem is, cool. when the only time I really get to read like stuff for this fun or whatever. Boy. It's Sunday night, and that's after we've stayed up all night, and then uh-huh. I spent all day, uh, you know, editing the podcast. Editing and plus then, church, it, right? Yeah, and, and oh, a lot yeah, of those church. Times still recording on Sunday. Yeah, really. And exactly. yeah, at that True. point, it's like eight o'clock at night, and I lay down. I have my tablet. I pull up my my stuff, and I end up falling asleep because Doom Patrol yeah. is still. And I, I as a uh, a thing for you, Reggie, I will not delete it off my tablet. Like each week, oh. I'll delete all the old shit that I've already read, the stuff we've talked about. Yeah. That remains there. Uh, only the first three issues, actually, because I haven't even updated it to go and get the other ones. But the first three uh, issues only been are on. Three issues. I think have we done? Is four? there? We're not even at issue four jesus yeah, christ they, they, i put those on up at, I think holy the next crap one is four. i, yeah, I put point, i put that on my tablet like a month else ago interested wait for the trade it's like fucking yeah. batman dark knight three now like there's no point in following the comic oh, shit, that's still going on yeah it? that is that's still going on saying, yeah, you know it's I mean? so and funny like, that since rebirth hit uh that dark knight it, it, you just don't even think about it, so it's not as you know in your face that it's been delayed that long because I can't even remember the last time we got that either. And I think we have a couple more issues left. I don't know. They added issues at one point, which was nonsense. They couldn't even keep a schedule before. Ay, ay, ay. But we're going to go off to Shade the Changing Girl. What is it, number six? Yeah, that's crazy. There's only three yeah. Doom Patrols. What? The, you love that third issue, though, right? I did. It was there hasn't been. Knowing that they did do a fourth, now I think about okay. it. Okay. I was right. going to say, because the number three, that was your issue of the year, of that's last right. year, was, right? That was October, and that then was... there wasn't another one till like, late January. Oh, darn it. I was going to say, if that was, like, if that was the end case. Of March. Holy moly. But yeah, they fucked us. They fucked yeah, us. They anyway. Did. And you love it, though, every time it comes out. So How's that Mother it? Panic going? Uh, and the last issue was the best of the series. And I will say one thing about Mother Panic that's pretty cool is it had a three-issue arc, and now we're going into a new story arc with number nice. four. Ooh, and the next so one like comes that. out next week, right? I think I saw yep. that in our review copy next stuff. Week. Right? Yep. yep, all right. But we'll go off for you and Chris to talk Shade, the Changing Girl, and then we'll be back. 
segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. I am Reggie. I am Chris. And we are, bring, and we are bringing you a... Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Shade the Changing Girl number six this week, but there is a little bit of news coming out from the Young Animal imprint from Emerald City Comic Con, which is going on right now, I believe, as we, as we record it is happening. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, Chris put together some news, and we're going to let you know what's happening. So if this was on my blog, I would call it a breaking news Chris exclusive. Dateline, nineteen ninety-one. But uh, no, uh, at Emerald City Comic Con, uh, young animal editor Jamie S. Rich implied strongly that a few of the various young animal books may be tying together in subtle ways, though it wouldn't result in an official crossover event. Uh, Yes, uh, the, the, the main man, Gerard Way, adds, as the year goes on, there will be a more, quote-unquote, organic element to bind the titles together. Oh, the old organic element, right? Like or, the organic <laughs> storytelling. It's all very organic, whatever that means. Yes, yes homeopathic <laughs> yeah. storytelling. Uh, Gerard Way would also uh, continue by saying that they are looking at two more possible miniseries, along with uh, the All Reds bug title awesome. that's coming out. Nice. Which is pretty neat. Uh, he says the two projects concern interesting takes on old superheroes that have modern day relevance. So pretty much everything that they're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no big shock. Uh, he uh, ends with uh, claiming that the pattern for Young Animal will be to publish several ongoing series and a few shorter series on the side. Sounds perfect Which to is me. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I think we both are champions of the miniseries because. You get a you get a complete story. You know, it's, yep. I, I would rather get a, a complete story, even if it's not good, than to get an ongoing not good story. <laughs> and, and if he's uh, if they're sincere with the uh, you know binding the titles together, I'm a huge fan of adding lore to anything. So yeah, mini series that add a little bit of lore to the uh, young animal world that that's cool with me. We'll we'll see. I mean, I could see this being a cute. You know, the titles have cute nods to each other. You know what I mean? Whatever, you know, Shade is wearing a Doom Patrol t-shirt or whatever, you know, but we'll see. I It's it's up in the air, obviously. We we know nothing, although I am hoping for that gritty and dark Binky's Buddies remake. I hope so. That reboot. I think the time is right to get that going. So uh, we can, <laughs> can, if anyone can do it, it's uh, Gerard Way and Young Animal. But uh, today we have the final issue in the first arc of Shade the Changing Girl. Uh Earth Girl Made Easy, Part 6, titled Homecoming, written by Cecil Castellucci, art by Marley Zarcone, Andy Parks, and Kelly Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and uh, we open up with the ethereal Megan pouncing on Megan. Yeah. Uh, you know, the physical version, the one that has Loma inside it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we call, we'll call her Shade, um, because that's what she wants to be called. Mm. Uh, of interest, Shade is surprised and exclaims, what the... Blah, 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 blah. So it's just symbols, mm. instead of the F word, which I didn't know we were allowed to do anymore. 
I, it's weird because this this comic has no problem with the f word, but I know. <laughs> I guess Loma slipped into her metin, you know, uh, language here, whatever it is. Unless they knew that this was going to be a uh, preview page, I suppose. That ah, could be. there you go. The brilliance of Chris strikes again. Very good. <laughs> I just thought of that now. Mm. Um, now we learn that Megan has been chasing Shade for days at this point. Uh, there's a constant internal struggle. Uh, Megan naturally wants her body back. Shade tries to make it perfectly clear that should she return to her fleshy form, she will revert to being brain dead. Megan don't care. She just wants her life back. Yeah, and you know, while this is a mostly internal thing happening between Megan and Shade, uh, it's making her act very weird in public. She's acting very peculiarly. Uh, she's arguing with this ethereal interloper, and the uh, her classmates are uh, they're in view and earshot, and they're just like, "What the heck is wrong with her?" They think she's on drugs or insane, and some people are reveling in it because they they feel like it's her comeuppance from when Megan was a mean girl, you know, before mm-hmm. she uh, died and came back to life. Struggle continues, which causes Shade to wonder what would happen to her, that is, Loma, should Megan reclaim her body? Where would her essence go? Megan lands a powerful blow in the astral plane, which sends Shade reeling. She falls to the ground in the real world. River sees this, helps her up. Wes also sees this and tries to take control of the situation himself. He comes in like the boyfriend, like, got it, bro. Mm -hmm. It's good, she's my girl, you know, and River's like... This might be a two-man job. I'm going to hang out here because you are don't really know about her alien uh, past, buddy. You know, he doesn't yes. go that far, but that's basically the implication. Now, uh, inside the school, Astral Megan haunts some of her former classmates. Uh, she learns that people who used to fear her now just pity her. Uh, she also sees that Teacup is becoming friendly with River, which she sees as a big no-no. She doesn't want her getting friends on her watch. Her fury against Teacup is... <laughs> I, I, I very mean, strange. I, I almost want to examine that. I have a feeling it's, you know, you you know, you know remember being a teenager back in the mm-hmm. long, long ago, probably, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> you, could, you or others could just zero in on somebody, but become the target of their bullying, but... It's like, take it easy, lady. She just has, she has another nerd friend. It's not like she's like yeah. the most popular girl in school over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's still a little weird teacup. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if maybe there's unrequited feelings here. Who knows? Mm. But uh, well, I guess well, we maybe we won't find out. I, I, kind of, <laughs> if that's the case, I kind of hope we don't. But anyway. <laughs> sure. Now, an even more annoyed Astral Megan returns to taunt Shade, which causes her to freak out. Uh, she kind of like goes into the fetal position into the corner. Uh, and the uh, school nurse, who she's under watch of right now, uh, calls her mom to pick, uh, to pick her up, bring her home. Mom arrives and thinks she's faking. Which means she clearly forgets that her daughter was, what, dead a couple days ago? Yeah, you think this might be coming out of that, you know, but whatever. Maybe, and then uh, they get home, Shade heads up to her bedroom to have some uh, Megan 101. Yeah, she goes to do a little research on what the, what makes this girl tick and what she can use against her. Um, meanwhile, we shift over to Meta, where LaPuck is still hooked up to that machine. Uh, Rack Shade's lover is trying to break the MVS out of its glass tomb, but... He, she is unsuccessful. Back on Earth, Shade is chatting with Honey. Uh, that's the woman from the 1950s sitcom. Remember, that was the backup in the last issue, mm. Life with Honey. Uh, whatever it was, leave it to Honey something. Make room for Honey. Honey knows best. It's one of those. Honey, my three honeys. Was that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Honey, <laughs> honey the menace. Uh, she helps Shade realize that she's got powers, which I thought she knew, but... I, guess I thought so, right? She needed she needed a reminder. That's all. Sure. <laughs> now we pop back to Meta briefly, uh, where LaPuck gets fried for not knowing how to tell uh, 
what's his face or her face, how to get, <laughs> how Loma got the coat. Yeah. Um, we learn that if he were to survive this frying, he'll become one of Rack's lover's recruits. And when they have enough recruits, they'll be heading to Earth. So I guess we can look forward to that. Mm-hmm. We return to Astral Megan as she takes a tour around town, visits her former classmates, and she has a snide comment for each of them. Like, one of them's into cosplay, and she's um, stitching up a, a Supergirl costume, and uh, she calls her a nerd. A nerd. She even, calls, she even yeah. calls her boyfriend, Wes, a lunkhead. A lunkhead. It's like, dude, yeah, because he's lifting, he's lifting baby weights. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, now, she goes to visit Teacup, and Teacup can actually sort of kind of see her. Uh, so uh, that answers one of our questions. Uh, she calls River to tell him, and uh, so now we know that some people can see the madness or whatever it is that Megan has become. I don't know if it's part of the madness, but yeah. uh, she can or see maybe, it. Or if... maybe their connection to Shade has opened them, to, you know, I, hopefully, yeah. we'll, I guess we'll find out more going forward. Yeah, and then uh, we have Megan, the ethereal version. She arrives at her old home for what would be the final confrontation. Uh, Yes, Teacup and River arrive just behind her, just as the madness Paisley start to flood. <laughs> That's when you know things are about to get nice and weird. Mm-hmm. Nice and uh, weird. Her parents, the Boyers, uh, are alerted by the noise coming from a daughter's bedroom, and so Dad heads up to see what's going on. River and Teacup run in along with Mrs. Boyer. They head up to Shade's bedroom, too, where they find it full of... Whatever these things are, eyeballs, mm. or you're saying here they're olives, they also could be paramecium. It's unclear. Could be. Madness goop, madness balls, madness mm. essence, whatever. <laughs> uh, with Mr. Boyer pinned to the ceiling, Megan and Shade are locked in combat. The river and teacup distract Megan, the, uh, you know, astral Megan, yeah. to dissipate the madness. And uh, the, the battle resumes on the front lawn, where once again, Shade tells Megan that if she were to reclaim her body... She would also reclaim her coma. Megan still doesn't care. She's all right nope. with that. She just wants her body back. Yep. Uh, Shade decides that it's time to use the nuclear option. And so she blasts, she uses like the reverse cab ass stare here. She blasts Megan with all the hate that people have for her. Uh huh. Which causes her to explode into a snowstorm of cotton candy fluff. And that is all we say about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At this point, the weirdest and scariest thing that ever happened in this book happens. Shade smiles. It's not a smirk or a half smile either. It's a, it's a oh, full-blown it's, happy smile. Yep. And it's terrifying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she accepts River and Teacup as her friends and tells them that uh, they're all safe now. She feels that the connection to Megan's essence has been severed. Uh, while she's accepting things, she accepts her new lot in life as an alien expat and current Earthling. Uh, her new friends express, express excitement in helping her figure out where everything lies. And so we celebrate with hot cocoa. We wrap up as uh, Shade's drinking, and a p- tiny piece of cotton candy fluff lands on her tongue and makes its way into her belly, where it splits, kind of? Mm, seems like there might be a little bit of uh, gestation going on there, whatever like it is. Baby on board. Yeah. Uh, Which might fit into our uh, predictions from Shade 100. That's true. Maybe, maybe that actually, you know, that actually comes to fruition. You know, maybe we're more. Maybe they stole our idea. Actually, hold on a second. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't think let's that get, the, let's get the lawyer on the line. Yeah. No, not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we we get no backup this month. Yeah, but I, but they have those great you know who's who pages, and that actually talked about Cave Carson, the Whisperer. Yeah, right. and Team Carson, yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, let me tell you, 
I'm much happier with that than most of the backups we've been getting. If you want to keep putting yeah. in Fusu pages, I have I thumbs up to that. Sketches, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, cool would, with that. Would really much rather see that. Even for even for you know, Mother Panic, a title we're not so enthusiastic about. We we appreciated those Who's Who. We were like, oh, this actually does mm-hmm. give us a little bit of more information about these characters that we thought were <laughs> yep. important, or we, we weren't sure what the hell what to make of them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm all for that. But what what did you think of this issue there, Chris? I liked it. Um, you know, I, it, it's been no surprise. I, I think we've both liked this series from the from the start. Uh, it. Uh, I like that this is the ending of a. Uh, this is an ending of a of a story arc, which is almost like a lost art these days, uh, where we don't get endings anymore. Yeah. It's just something we just okay. This is finished up. So next month it's this, but it's still like continuing mm. here. We have actually like a, not a clean break, but we don't want a clean break, but there is a feeling of that. Something is ending. Something has happened. Yeah. Maturation of characters have happened. And, uh, we do get subplots bubbling in the background. It's, uh, it's like we're reading something from the eighties. It, it is old school comics and it's, it is yeah, uh, it's creation. Great. Yeah. Uh, I do love the fact that you could at this point walk away and you will have you read could. a complete story. You know, you would have mm-hmm. read the change of Megan, both at, you know, as the people perceiving her at school and as her character after it gets infused with Loma, you know, and, and, yep. Uh, even though it's not exactly a straightforward story. And there's obviously more to come with Rack Shade's boyfriend and other things to develop at school, not to mention the cotton candy thing. But if you wanted to be done, you would have read a, a truly complete and, you know, good, a, well, satisfying. Good, yeah. Satisfying. That's that's a great word for it, hmm. uh, which I, I really appreciate. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Um, I wish more comics. I feel like it's a courage thing, but maybe that's crummy of me to say <laughs> you know <laughs> but just have the courage to let your story end for, for yeah. goodness sake instead of always just endlessly teasing you know and like you know always with these cataclysmic cliffhangers um yeah i dug it art has been great throughout consistent i have really no complaints about it uh this might have been the least psychedelic issue overall probably but you know still had a lot of weird stuff going on a lot of floating astral megan well, how about your score I gave it an eight out of ten, which uh, I, I don't want to cheapen a nine or ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I still think that this still. I think there is room to improve, even though I am very happy with what we've gotten. My my issue, the only issue I had with this issue was that I felt like the resolution between Shade and Megan happened awfully quickly. Convenient. All, all, <laughs> yeah, convenient is a perfect word. And 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 actually going through it now, I see that there was a little bit more of a build up. But it was also a little bit more of letting Megan, letting us know that how crummy a person Megan was and how much we didn't yeah. want to see her come back. Uh, which, uh, you know, this is, it's really nitpicking. It didn't, didn't ruin my day, but I, I, I would have liked to see more of a struggle between the two of them rather than more and more of this, you know, uh, building up of Megan's character as a mean person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would go uh, definitely like we went back and forth talking about scores a real strong 7.5 for this issue mm-hmm. But I think I would give this series this these six issues an 8.5 easily without compunction uh, sure. It's absolutely in total. It's a It's a real satisfying read and this last issue will leave you satisfied and happy with 
you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the results and, you know, you'll feel like you didn't just waste five issues, which no. ha- does happen <laughs> sometimes, folks. Let me tell you. I can read More some, often than not. read some miniseries where I'm like, wow, this could have been one issue. But anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's for another podcast entirely. So I'd say that, that this comes with our pretty high recommendation, this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been waiting on the fence for trade collecting, then uh, you're, I would say, hit that, you know, pre-order button and go in, yeah. right, go in. It's going to be cool. It's a cool book. Um, have no real complaints about it. it. You know, we, we, this was the book we were second most looking forward to, and it has delivered mm-hmm. totally for us. So, and it's delivered on time. And it's, <laughs> that's one of the best things about it. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to another book that we liked a lot more. But anyway, we're not going to talk yes. about that because next week we have Chris's favorite book, Mother Panic, number four. Didn't we just do that? I, well, they, you know, they did have a little shipping hiccup, so I think we're oh, getting, that's right. that's we're right. getting, we're getting a, a makeup. Here, yeah, right? we're getting a makeup book, and and as you pointed out in the solicit, it's actually a new arc. It, yeah, it's a new story arc. It's a new artist. I am. Um, um, I don't know. I have. I, you, neither of us have read it yet, so I don't know what the issue is like or anything. But I will say I like that. I like. Let's keep these arcs a little tighter. You know. Yes. Yeah, we don't need to drag this out for six issues. But uh, yeah, make everything a six-seven issue arc so that, that we can justify a trade. You can put two story arcs in a trade, folks. It's, you can. It's allowed. Uh, you know, if you must <laughs> write for the trade, so. I am, I'm looking forward to that. As for the week after that, I'm not sure what's happening. I think that might be a bye week for us, and I will Problem. be on the road, so you're going to get a strange episode. In any case, you're going to get a strange episode that week, folks. Either way. Uh, <laughs> but we will have our regular Young Animal Mother Panic number four next week. Mm-hmm. As for the rest of it, I think that's all we got for him. Chris, you got anything else for him? I think that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic.
Ah, yes. And we are at the final mail section of the night. The only thing that brings that song down, because I do like the way it starts, uh, you know, about saying Eric's lame and he always comes up the name. The problem with that song, there's only one problem. My name is not mentioned enough. I need <laughs> to hear my name a little bit more in that to make myself feel better and to know that I'm loved, Eric, because really this attention craving that I have is all just the love you know, that I didn't I, get from my mom and dad, Eric. That's all I, it is. I will give that male song something. It's got some great music to it. Oh, now it needs about 250 more gyms. So it should be male with Jim, 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 Jim. Like any time there's a break, it just should repeat my name. I need it, Eric. I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much in this world. There is new. What would he say? Here comes Mel with Jim and Jim, Jim, Jim. I don't know. I tried to put it in with that song. It's too late for that, Eric. But yeah, just, just love me. I say to the world, and yet the world always. I'm telling you, the world always puts. It sticks its nose up at me. It just makes me sad it's even more. Finger. It is one of those things. Like I put myself out there wanting to be loved, and when I don't get it back, it just sets me down another rung on that ladder, that ladder of depression, Eric. It really that, is it's really upsetting. Jim. No, it, it, unfortunately, it's a ladder for me because it, there's a long way down, Eric. It's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, I heard it. Thankfully, I don't want to rock and roll. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, thank God. Uh, yeah, that seems like a lot of fucking work. That you know, I, I know, listen right? to ACDC and they're singing that song. I'm like, who fucking has time for that, Bon <laughs> Scott? Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, and this is mail section number four. And we're going to start with Taylor. And Taylor says, "Hey Jim, Eric, and Reggie, I've Stop got Taylor. myself a little behind again because I decided to read some trades instead of the weekly books. I decided I really wanted to read Infinite Crisis, so I read them. Omac." Project, Villains United, Day of Vengeance, Ran, Thanagar War, and Infinite Crisis. When I get some time, I will start 52 as well. I got this. I have to say, I really enjoyed this whole story. I didn't care for Crisis on Infinite Earths, but I understood the story, so Infinite Crisis made sense. It was really good, and I thought it was funny after finishing Justice League vs. Suicide Squad to read a story that had an emphasis on Maxwell Lord and Eclipso. As for some weekly books I've already, I've read lately, I have some thoughts. I enjoyed Detective comics uh batwoman begins story enough but was disappointed to see you guys gave batwoman rebirth a 4.5 on the site because i'm really looking forward to it uh that dan gave it a a 4.5 but i did agree it was a little off and it really did yeah it really did uh it didn't ruin continuity like say the green lanterns did tonight but it really it played it loose it really played it loose and didn't really spell out real important stuff instead it was adding some things that i didn't think added much to the story and i just i didn't like it that much i really didn't for how pumped and it came out really the same time as super sons i was looking forward to both books super sons though i I, the hype was bit it kind of it i can't say it blew me away but fucking, I loved it. I read that with a smile on my face and really oh, enjoyed myself. Uh, Batwoman just kind of just it happened, and I'm hoping that that was a rebirth issue like most and of them that were generic exactly. and will go you know, on. That's so, the thing is you have to take a rebirth issue completely different than you're going yeah. to take a first issue. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the Batwoman book's going to suck. I hope that it's good. I really like well. the character a lot, so I hope that it does turn around and become something a little bit better. Uh, I just I it had a weird focus this one. 
and we'll see where it goes. And really, I, I, I just that's the one book though. I pray at the end that we're right, and that was not Kate; it was her God, stepmom. So. And uh, yeah, because everybody else went that it wasn't uh, Kate older, but it did say soon. So we'll see. I love Teen Titans, but can't stand how Damien is drawn. He has a big baby head. He's always he had the big baby does. head. Pumpkin that's head. what we always call our pumpkin-headed little yeah. boy. Also, hearing Jim do the voice of Raj as the over-the-top crazy guy was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying Superman multiplicity uh, quite a bit. I still have part three to read, but really wish it was longer than just three issues. And yeah, so does everybody else. And really, the third issue is where it falls apart. I am really excited to read Batman 16 next because I can't wait to get away from that god-awful rooftop story. I didn't like either issue at all. I wish Alfred had bitch-slapped Bruce after the she stole the nightline. Seriously. How dare you, sir? What a hunk of garbage. Why is that? She stole the night. She stole it. (laughs) Dark poetry. It's gone. Oh, emo Batman. I am also completely over this Wonder Woman series, and it's not because she was on her knees, but because this book has turned shit. On her butt. On her butt. When I have to grab that. I have to go back Seriously. and grab that from Mike. That was great. Whenever I read uh, read Ricky. my weeklies, I put here, yeah, Ricky, I put them in order from what I am least looking forward to the most excited. I found Wonder Woman is always my first read. Actually, I really like that idea of doing that. You know what I mean? Putting them from the you know least to to most, and it actually gives you more of a visual no, no, no. of what, what books do. you should drop. I'm saying we sit there and like we're gonna do it, but actually having them where you have the stack and you're going and just at the beginning always seeing Wonder Woman on top, that visual really should just say to you, I gotta drop this fucking book, and then you go to the next one and see how that. You know what I mean? I like yeah. that. Uh, I am least looking forward to the most exciting. I found Wonder Woman is always my first read. Maybe the homeless goat man at the end of number 15, Ferdinand, Ferdinand. will make this story suck less. He's not going to make, he's not going to make it suck less. Uh, but I have extremely low expectations. Lastly, for the bracket, no one has sent in any seating help. So I will try and get that done this week. Oh, I feel bad. I actually thought people were talking. I'm going to, I'm going to help out as well. I'm coaching the wrestling team at school. I feel even worse. Uh, or I'm coaching the wrestling team at school, and our championships are next Saturday, so I'll have plenty of time afterwards to help out more. I will try and send you guys a bracket with everyone in within the next two weeks. Then we can try to find out how we will do the voting. As always, thank you guys for everything you do, and have a great week. I actually think there's probably something on the Slack chat that we can vote with. There has to be something along right. the lines, because that is made for like work groups and things, and they're always taking votes. Votes. What but do yeah, we know thanks, about that Taylor. shit? I don't know. I I have no idea. I just I'm just thinking in my head that there might be something of the sort. We'll have to see. Uh, but the next email and thanks, uh, Taylor and yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get a hold of you. We'll we'll figure this out and get it going and whatnot. Yeah. Or or it's going to be Taylor's picks as the bracket. But we'll see. Uh, the next one's from Brett. I, I thought we heard from Brett a couple times. We already. have twice now. I heard you mention the sex of my dog, often. So here is some clarity. For the record, Einstein is a last name. Albert Einstein is only one of many Einsteins. Albert had parents named Pauline Einstein. Yeah, you know, Pauline. That's my mom's name. name, So right away, I hate her. Einstein's mother. And Herman Einstein. I like the name Herman Einstein. He had a sister named Maria Einstein, female, and a daughter named Lazelle. How do you say it? I've heard this before. I have no idea. Lazelle. Lazelle. 
Einstein. And he had a wife as well. Uh, Last name is not a male or female. Thus, my female dog can easily be named Einstein, which is someone's last name. And it's far better than dumbass names. I'm saying the dog's first name is a human's last name. It doesn't make it better. And it's far better than dumbass names like Oreo or Snickers or Patches. Poor Patches. What about Stains? And then you can yell, come Stains. Come Stains, Eric. He Uh, did it, everybody. He went there. I actually uh, had a neighbor growing up that named their dog Amanda. Uh, You like that name, right? The problem was he also had a daughter in the house named Amanda. It's the fucking worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Did he like his daughter? I don't know. I'm saying no. I stayed away from them. Uh, they were. Too. It was a married, you know, a mother and father. They got divorced because the the mother was cheating on everybody on the block. Besides my big fat dad, I think my dad probably regretted that too. Uh, <laughs> but when they uh, when they actually got married, they actually got married on a ski slope and were featured on Phil Donahue, Eric. Uh, also, and more importantly, the dog is not only named after the Einstein you may think. Now, here we go. This is where, Brett, you're wrong. But the dog is named mainly after the dog from one of my favorite movies, Back to the Future, which the dog was a boy. So we're right back to it. So now yeah. you have walked into the you, – you fucking just went around in a circle, and now you're eating your tail because she is even called Eeny, just like Doc Brown and Marty called the dog. Eeny. I don't even remember that, actually. I do. But, uh, yeah, at one point they do say, come on, boy. So it's a boy. My dog does not eat dog food. My dog eats people food. Oh, fancy, huh? It's weird because half of my kids eat dog food. But for breakfast, Einstein, stupid name for a girl dog, has oatmeal, apples, corn checks, and John Stamos yogurt, the Greek kind. Oh, what's best for Einstein is what Einstein gets, Eric. For dinner, she eats rice, carrots, peas, chicken, and whatever we are eating on the side. She gets snacks of peanut butter and apples throughout the day, and probably a fucking massage from a guy named Gunther. And surprisingly enough, it's cheaper than buying dog food for. So that is why I said she eats corn checks. Eric. (laughs) You showed me. Yes, as for cereal, Jim, you stated that you let your kids pick each week as well as Pop-Tarts. The only reason I have Cheerios in my cabinet is because my children and what they too pick out. So really what you're telling me, your children have awful taste. The yes. only reason I have Rice Krispies in my cabinet is because of my kids again. And again, I will say they have did, awful did, taste. Did you the only re- this is This should be yeah, – I'm going to call social services on them. Child services should be at this house right now and at least bring a good goddamn bo- box of cereal for these kids. I'm I'm wondering if the kids are like, I want corn pops, Daddy Brett. And Daddy Brett's like, no, no, no. Your mom will kill me if we get you this. You're, you're getting the goddamn Rice Krispies. And no, you're not allowed to put sugar on them. And like, but Dad, that, that that's horrible. Just stop your back talk. Don't back sass me right now in the store or you're going to get the backhand. The only reason why there is a special K in my cabinet is because of my wife, who, again, is someone with no taste for cereal. I do not uh, consume them for the record. The cereals in my closet claimed by me are Raisin Bran Crunch, Cinnamon Life, and O's. (laughs) Again, these are not bad cereals. They, they shouldn't be your top three picks, right? Absolutely not. No. No. The Captain Crunch Donut cereal was mine to try. You went down and said, you know what? 
some really mediocre cereal I could put in my cabinet and claim it's the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. If it was me, I mean, where is the Crave cereal, Eric? Crave. <laughs> where is Crave? I, what, what fucking full-blooded American man does not love Crave? Does not crave the, the Crave. Crave. Eric, with a K. I heard that the guy who invented Crave is right now laying on a bed of money with supermodels. He's <laughs> He's got seven fucking Porsches and Lamborghinis, and he has a dog named Einstein as well that's a boy. The Captain Crunch Donut cereal is mine to try as an experiment. It's okay, by the way. I don't like it. I've had it. I don't like it. The Blueberry Pancake Crunch is amazing. Tastes nothing like blueberry pancakes, but tastes good. When you open the bucket, it smells exactly like blueberry pancakes. Give it a try, Jim, when you're off the Atkins and back to your playing weight. Eric, go for it. Connect four. It would be weird to me to smell it like blueberry pancakes, but eat something that isn't pancakes. By the way... I fucking hate pancakes. I've mentioned it before. I cannot stand pancakes. You're a fickle mushhead. Fuck no. Pancakes is a delivery system for goddamn uh, syrup. That's all the reason that people eat them. And, and also, it's an awful version of that because it gets soggy immediately. Eh, fucking nonsense. Eat waffles like a fucking real man. So that's directed to you, Eric. I'm going Waffles. right out right now and get some goddamn flapjacks. God, yeah, no, you are not. What are you going to plane of fancy? I'll meet you hey, in five minutes. Me and you, I'll get myself some waffles. I'm telling you, I'd go right now. When no, I no, used to you work, you're going to plane of fancy. I'll go to QFR. They're right across no, the street. We'll just fucking eyeball no. each other the entire time. <laughs> no, eyeball, yeah. I'll, I'll be fucking giving you the finger the whole time. You won't see me. You'll be waving like a goddamn retard. Hey, Jim. <laughs> Jim's waving to me. Yeah, it's me. You're, he's pointing at me. Then I get kicked out of Plane of Fancy for fucking cursing you. You fucking blind motherfucker. <laughs> I'm giving you the goddamn finger. Also, continuity kid, you must try Honeygram O's. It's a Fruit Loop shape that tastes like Captain Crunch. The center O is, yeah, I was right what O's were. The center O is filled with granola pieces. It tastes like Captain, but won't hurt your mouth. You get that great Captain taste without the pain. I disagree. I did not think that those ever taste like Captain Crunch. I think Brett well, I lives in some alternate now. world of shitty cereal eating. Speaking of pain, everything makes sense now, Jim. You finally shared your secret. Now that you are outed, I'm like Bane coming for you, which last issue, uh, this issue was amazing this week. You basically have Batman Beyond Armor on the roof of your mouth. You sit here and judge us who suffer uh, the captain's wrath, but uh, all along you have had superior advantage covering your mouth. That's right. I don't. That's not my fault. Jesus, I'm like a cyborg. Jim, you sit on a throne of lies. How dare you pass judgment on all of us? You never experience the mouth sores and lacerations. So I will tell you, in a odd aside, I have a awful, awful time with mouth ulcers. Like right oh, yeah. now, I probably have maybe it's six like ulcers. It, it doesn't end. It just never does, and it never has. It, this has been since I was born uh, to the point now that I don't even feel them. I have so many. I'll eat fucking spaghetti with spaghetti sauce or hot sauce and shit like that, and it doesn't even bother me. So. Uh, there. So take that. Later, I hear you say you two allow your children to pick out worthless cereal like honeycombs, which is like eating styrofoam boulders of shit, even when you already have bags of it downstairs. It seems to me like the chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby Boucher. You're breaking <laughs> your own rules. No, they're, they're allowed to pick whatever they want. I do not stand. Now, 
here's the thing. You also have to see me. If I had, a, I should film it or uh, tape it sometime because I will just yell at them. But they get to pick. I told them I don't eat the cereal now, and it, it helps me out when they pick this nonsense. And because yeah, they'll bring back goddamn fucking honeycombs. I'm like, this is the worst fucking cereal. And unless there's a goddamn honeycomb hideout, then I can go and, and escape you guys in in the backyard or something. This is fucking bullshit. And then they're like, what's the honeycomb hideout? I want to kill Shut them. Shut up. Shut up, kids. Again, sitting from above with your John Henry Irons armor passing judgment while long you line your cabinets with the disgraced honeycombs. Uh, they got some other fucking Thank nonsense. Thank you, the honeycomb hideout. They, they got some nonsense. Uh, but I will say also, I, I don't even like Captain Crunch taste. I, I don't think it tastes very good just Oops, by itself. Berries, baby. Yeah, oops, all berries. Jesus Christ. When I saw they made that, I, I actually thought that Jesus had Game come changer. down to earth and had blessed somebody. It was the best. And just to think that on the package of that, of the box, it even spelled out like somebody at the factory had fucked up. Yeah. And they accidentally made that, made it even better. Then the next thing I'm shitting fucking multicolored shits and it's You know a party. what? It's worth it. It is. Green fucking shit. You know what? I shit all the time. You spruce it up like that. It makes it a party. No, Maybe fuck, since you've been it's Christmas decoration. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I remember I called you into the bathroom. I'm like, you know, Eric, you got to see this. Absolutely not. Such a dark shade of green too. Ah, yes. Fifty shades of green. Whopper. It's my new god. Yeah, that midnight whopper with the black bun. Holy shit! That really turned it funky. Maybe since you have all uh, been watching your girlish figure, you have grown distant and misguided to your cereals Yo. as of late. Uh, maybe I should relay more of my cereal comments to America's sweetheart and gain his cereal advice, but certainly not Reggie. No. I later heard you state a life Reggie's hack. a monster. Yeah, he says, I later heard you state a life hack to go to Walmart to buy raisin bran with extra raisins. What the hell are you talking about? I don't want more raisins sitting in the bottom of my cereal bowl. Who wants a large mouthful of gross raisins at the end? Um, I do. I, I don't mind it. And it's also, it's among the flakes. And Your nature's uh, it's candy. good. I choose Raisin Bran Crunch because I, I was just going to say something nasty. Because the flakes are coated with a frosting that keeps them dry long enough to keep them from getting too soggy. Now, again, here is the thing. I'm going to spell out something that is not a life hack, but it's something else. Number one, when you sit down to eat a goddamn fucking bunch of cereal, have in your mind you're eating eight bowls. Number one, I am not a fucking, I'm not a half stepper, Eric. I'm sitting down, and if that fucking box isn't almost gone when I'm done, I'm I'm upset with myself. Because of that, you can talk all you want about soggy cereal. This is where a lot of times when you said about pops and things like that where I really never jumped in. If you go back and listen to breakfast cereal, because eat the shit fast. There, you eat it as if somebody is going to steal it from you. That's what I've always done. There is no way. I eat everything. Raisin Bran. There is rarely a time, and that is a cereal that will get soggy. If Quit. you fucking dilly-dally. And I'm telling you, the minute that that milk hits that goddamn cereal, you're eating. Don't fucking go and grab a fucking piece of toast or go talk to somebody. You, you fucking, you got a thing that you have in front of you. You do your job. And your job is to eat it. And then it's to eat another and another. I remember he even said like, oh, my God, I listened to that thing. And Jim with the six bowls. Six bowls? What the fuck was I talking about? What was I just talking about breakfast? Uh, there were times when I would eat three boxes of cereal in a day, and they, there was nothing to that. 
Jim takes his gluttony very seriously, Brett. This is back in the day, too, when I, I'm telling you, at points, I was, you know, 5'4", maybe 72 pounds. I, I never... So you gained a little weight. Cool. Yeah, I gained it since then. Yeah, I gained a lot. But uh, That's about it, no, at that point, four. I would eat. I'm telling you, a box of cereal at a sitting was no feat. That was normal. If I didn't finish the box, especially like something like a cocoa pebbles, I better have two boxes sitting down because one's <laughs> going down, and I'm still hungry. And I, eat, I told That's- you. What's, That's why today that he looks like Bobo and Little Devil from Nothing But Trouble. Right. And I'm telling you, the the thing about it is, is that I eat cereal. I haven't eaten many much cereal lately, but back in the day, I'd eat cereal to the point where I'm stuffed, and then three more three more fucking bowls to the point where I was going to vomit that I ate so much I couldn't stop. And that's where I he found out that Jim had bulimia. That's right. I could not stop. It also has sweet granola clusters, Eric. We're back to this. And a hint of raisins. A hint of raisins. Keyword is hint. What, what the fuck's a hint of a raisin? I don't want trail mix for breakfast. The raisins aren't the center of why anyone buys a cereal regardless of the name. Now, I don't know. When they're saying they got two scoops, they're not yeah, talking two scoops. They got their cardboard flakes. There are added bonus like marshmallows and Lucky Charms. No. The Lucky Charms marshmallows are not a bonus. That's the only reason you eat it. And you eat the fucking regular cereal parts first. And then you have a goddamn big bowl of fucking marshmallows. Now I'm getting angry. Or Frankenberry, for example. Look what happened when you flew too close to the sun and ate an entire bowl of marshmallows. You wanted to throw up. Every time I eat, I want to throw up. Too many raisins to be the very same. Uh, the it's the gravy to your mashed taters. I don't want extra raisins. I don't want to pull a gravy all over my plate. And again, we differ. <laughs> I love gravy. Uh, terrible idea and certainly not a life hack. Hey, I found this new thing called drinking water. It's a crazy new life hack. Come on, man. Seriously. I'm not taking any advice from a guy who thinks O's are the you know the top of the fucking food chain. Tip of the O's. top, tip of the crop. This is what that you know why they're called that because the first person the wife came home. Hey, look what I got you. Oh, <laughs> that's where they got the fucking name. And back to Crave. Kellogg's that child. And his father ruined my dream. My cereal would not have been healthy and would have been, never contained whole grains. It would never leave a nasty film in your mouth or lacerate the roof of your mouth. Mazrock Munchies would have been the top-selling cereal in America, no doubt. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still Jenny from the block. And the thing is that that cereal is like a cereal version of a goddamn shitty jelly donut. Is all I, can, I, I hate Crave. I never like Crave. And You're as for the who looks old question, we, need, we may need to vote on Twitter, but that would mean we need pics of you two to compare. Personally, I have a hard time believing Eric looks older than you until we see proof. I think I have to side with America's sweetheart, and no, you, you're not going to get me with this reverse psychology. It's not working. <laughs> However, you never know what drinking and smoking at age 11 will do to the man, and I, I've, I only drank in college, never smoked in my life, Eric. Fit as a fiddle. Gents, as always, keep up the great work. <laughs> you, you both do a tremendous job, and your DC comic reviews are always spot on, even if you contradict your own serial rules, Jim. That's number one rule. Jim may make up new rules, and that is Brett. And thank you, Brett. And yes, you're allowed to continue writing and sending in rant raves, even though your serial choices are utter and complete bullshit. <sighs> Jeez, I'm going to have to start eating cereal again. I can't, though. I'm, Thanks I'm a lot, Brett. You just took him off his goddamn diet. Luke Hollywood Boy, is the last email. 
listen to you. I love when you say this, only and that's it. I'm going to take a picture of myself and put it out there, and people can be like, Jesus Christ, look at that guy. Fit as a fiddle, they're going to say. Luke Hollywood. What's up, Jim, Eric, Brandon, Trevor, Reggie, Chris, and the unbeatable Get Fresh crew? Boop, boop, boop. My local comic book shop managed to order in all the new Superman issues I was looking for last week. So this weekend, I was finally able to binge read the book, and I wasn't disappointed. I'm four issues in so far, and I'm loving every minute of it. I was originally turned off the title because I didn't think it would be that important to the overall rebirth continuity. I remember flicking through the first issue when it was on the stands, and at a glance, I was disappointed. As much as I like heroes who are also assholes like Guy Gardner or Jason Todd, deep down, I prefer my heroes to be likable, generally good and decent people like Dick Grayson or Barry Allen. Uh, I love asshole characters, even like a Damien or whatever. The problem is you put him in a Superman suit and it doesn't work anymore. You, yeah. you can't have a Superman who's a dick. It just doesn't seem right to me. When I just like, you know, somebody who likes O's. When I saw Keenan bullying the fat rich kid, I was like, this guy seems like a piece of shit and put the book back on the rack. Little did I know Keenan Kong was a piece of shit with a heart of gold. He's an arrogant jackass, but he's also very brave and knows how uh, when to do the right thing like any decent superhero. Also, he's craving for attention and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I've absolutely loved seeing Keenan's heroic journey so far. As he learns how to get a handle on his new powers, along with getting a handle on how to be a hero. His fellow Justice League of China teammates, Batman and Wonder Woman, have also been a highlight of the book for me. And many of the Trinity's interaction had me laughing out loud. It was on fleek. Eric, as the kids say, even though Rebirth was supposed to bring back the joy and fun of the books, there's been very few titles that actually make me laugh while reading them, except for Vigilante Southland. So it's great to have a monthly book that has me chuckling almost as much as the podcast does. I got to give major shout outs to you, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris, for stoking my interest in the books of the podcast and the website to all the GFC on Twitter, like G Man, for helping me confirm that this book is indeed kick ass. It's gone from being a title that was completely off my radar to one of the most anticipated books each month, with the new story arc coming to America starting next week. Any Murphy in that one? Sexual so. chocolate? Yeah, singing, uh, uh, you know, so I, I believe the children are future. Come on, give it up, baby. I can't wait to see Keenan interacting with the rest of the Superman family, even if it's going to take me a couple of weeks to catch up to that issue. I'd say it would be a great jumping on point for new readers, but the high praise you guys gave for the series and the podcast convinced me to go back and read the book from the beginning. I'm glad I did. If anybody in the Get Fresh crew is looking for a fun, action-packed book with great art and hilarious dialogue, look no further than the new Superman. If Jim likes it, then it must be good, because he's a Miserable fucking prick. That's it for Mikey me this week, it. guys. <laughs> I can't remember what night you guys record the podcast, so I'm not sure if I'm late sending this in. This was the one of the last no dance, ones. Mike. But I wanted to spread the new Superman love anyway, so who cares? Hollywood That's out. Right. Your boy from Lick Slip. Lick Slip. X-O-X-O-X-O, baby. Man of that war. Is that is the end of the mail. Uh, I was going to say something. There was something. Oh, uh, there is something coming up that, in the uh, Superman book, the new Superman book, that uh, irritated me a bit. But I'm not supposed to say that. I'm going to have to tell you off air. And the people in Mixler can hear it as well, Eric. That's oh. the advantage of listening on live. Mixler, you get to hear our stupid banner in between. But we're going to go off and back to the books. And we'll be back in a minute. So close, no matter how far Jim's reviews come straight from the heart Forever 
trusty warner's words Cause Jim's reviews matter Jim never opens himself this way To his wife or his family Let's not forget Eric Shane Cause his reviews matter Trust I seek and I find in him Twelve hours a week we get jammed Open mind for a fuck you Jim's reviews matter I love <sighs> I love the segregation of Jay and Red I like the, uh, the family. Uh, I like some of those uh, rhyming schemes <laughs> that I just love the segregation, Reggie. Oh, it's so oh. good. I segregation, Reggie. I could just hear you saying it's that. Why, it's why I don't freaking drink anymore. I get oh, up on my soapbox and it's always about segregation and milestone. Yes, I have to get a new, something new to be upset about. Are Are you actually going to drink at episode? Well, if we're gonna go with. DC, I would say that the next milestone or anniversary would be 125. Will you drink then? Absolutely not. Uh, 150. No. 175. Well, come on. Like, we're going to be alive that long. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, you listen to a podcast that's a He-Man podcast, and they have just, well, not even just. They saw a year or so ago. I started listening to a He-Man podcast, like, last week or this week. And I'm catching up, and I realized that once I started listening to them, I'm like, oh, this show's already over, and it's been over for like a year now. I'm like, fuck. But the yeah. thing is, I was listening to an episode. They just had their t- they had a 10-year anniversary, episode 60, which yeah. it, that fucking boggles the goddamn mind. But like a couple of episodes before that, they were talking about, you know, San Diego Comic-Con was coming up and how they were going to go to that and then talk about it and shit like that. The thing is, the next episode was the following year's San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So they, they didn't lie. They didn't say which Comic-Con they were going to talk about. They yeah, just said yeah they that's like I'll pay you on Friday. I didn't tell you which Friday. I mean, exactly. that, 10 years, they have 60 episodes. That and is nonsense. I think nonsense. the final episode might have been episode 61 for all I know. Yeah, nonsense. They, and uh, didn't you say like they went like a year and a half at one point without a podcast and then just yeah. come back? Did, do I they act like nothing has happened? Like they're, they, they hey. come back and say, oh, yeah, we're going to try to get on a better schedule. I'm like, better schedule? Better schedule? A year and a half? It's like me visiting my mother. I don't want any better schedule. I don't Absolutely see not. This is the end of the podcast deal. Eric, we have a couple books left. Uh, we did not save the best for last. And unfortunately, this is what we do all the time. Uh, kind of save, I don't know. The, these aren't horrible. Not these great. issues that we have left, and if you if you're keeping score, if you're tallying up at at home with your scorecard, you'll know what books we are talking about. These are all your books as well. So I get to sit back, let Eric Stray take over. Freaking, I'm, you're gonna put me on your back. I'll be like Yoda on your Luke. You can wear me like a goddamn I'm backpack, carried, boy. And, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll go around, and what I'll do is I'll steer you by pulling your ears uh, different directions. Yeah, is that okay? And you can have me on your back 
riding your ass, Eric, riding it hard. I'm telling you, to look at you, you wouldn't think you weigh that much, but once you're up on someone's back, you, you can really feel the... Bitch. What's wrong? What's wrong? Don't you don't like you, that? You, you know, throwing shade at me. I'm on a <laughs> diet. I'm on a diet. Also, uh, I'll tell you, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that... Uh, while we were recording, I guess it was the green section. I yeah. got word from my wife that our hot water heater went down. Uh, unfortunately, they cannot come out and install a new one, possibly tomorrow, uh, maybe Monday though. And I told you, I cannot take cold showers. Oh I'll no, it's like somebody. the worst thing in the world well, for you. There should be murdered people in this house because I tried, I really did, and I told oh, you at work today. That I how I was going to have to do it is just get under and pull the it almost like pulling the ripcord and going. I and I didn't. I was standing there uh, yelling like a little baby, like a little girl. Ah! I was yelling. People <laughs> yeah. like, what's going on in there? I told you, you got to dip your toes, man. You yeah, can't take that kind no, of shock to your system, especially no, was, your age. Yeah, really. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. But uh, what I told the kids then, uh, which I said last night too. My original plan, but I really, I just, I'm starting to get a little funk to me. I don't need that uptown funk <laughs> in my armpits. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> I get a little bit of a stank going, and I, I like actually the weirdest or worst part of this whole thing before I get to the finale of this story is that before the podcast, I actually like it's a routine of mine. Anytime we record, I'll read all the books that we're going to do. I write my notes, I get things ready. I actually do like to take a hot shower right before. We record, and I actually, while I'm in the shower, I think of some things that I want to talk about, maybe get some, you know, thoughts, but also it really does relax me. And a lot of times. Oh, I get you. I have yeah. to, if I freaking have a lazy Saturday where I just get up and start, you know, I'll watch some TV, then I start preparing for the podcast, I have to take a shower yeah, before yeah. we get on for some oh, this reason. This is what I always do, and it really does clear my head. And when I get out of the shower, I put, I, I dry my hair off and I put the towel around the, over my shoulder, and that's usually how I start the podcast. Then by the end, by the end of the, like the intro, or whatever I take the towel off I, I really it just relaxed me couldn't have it now I'm no relaxed I sound relaxed to you now I'm getting Honestly, a little you're, tired. You're, you're I'm getting you're a little never sound relaxed. But boy, me, so. I was just screaming. You're and, always uh, on the verge of a conniption fit in my yeah, mind. Yeah, but really, at the beginning, usually I start off pretty well relaxed, and because I have my shower, I had a happy ending, as they say. Half Isn't the that time what they call? Like, Man, I'm then? fucking tired. I don't want to do this goddamn thing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that's you know, that's you get too relaxed. You. It's the problem. It's me and you. <laughs> I open up. Uh, no, so I say I get out, and this is yesterday as well. But I said it again tonight. I'm like. We're going to have to go to the gym. We we belong to the Y, and they have a pool there. And I said, you know what, tomorrow, guys, if they can't bring the hot water heater, we're going to have to go over there, and we're going to have to take showers at the Y. And there's Rafe again. Oh, what are we, that kind of family? And just walks away. I'm are like, you realizing what, what this is now? I said to him, I said, what, you, what is this, a shock? That we're that kind of family. Fuck yeah, we're that kind of family. We're scumbags. See, honestly, go. I think it's funny that you held the whole shower thing off. They have showers at the gym because you start, yeah, I belong to the Y. They have a pool. In my mind, the Werner family is going to the Y's pool to bathe. Yeah, we're in there. <laughs> and like, oh, get the, pass the soap, kids. They have a bunch of showers. So I, I do think I'm going to have to go take a shower. The problem is there's no way I'm going to leave here before the podcast and drive all the way over there, take a shower, then come home. Like, oh, it's podcast time. I better leave at 6 p.m. so I can go over there and take a shower, get back. And, oh, I'm done. I actually, when I was working third shift, when I worked, uh, I lived above Adult World, uh, something happened to our water, and they had to dig up the whole fucking parking lot to change the whole thing out. So, like, we did oh, not yeah. have any running water for a week. And my roommate, it's the grossest goddamn thing ever, because she, she never left the house because she didn't work, but she would still use the goddamn toilet. It couldn't flush. 
Yeah. So think of a week of that building up. Nice. Fucking nonsense. But no, I'd get up in the afternoon. I'd go over to the fucking gym and I'd go just take a shower. I'm not yeah. working out today. And then I'd go right to work. Yeah. The other thing is I usually go to this local uh, coffee shop before and get two coffees for the goddamn podcast, too. I go, it's closed. It's close, eh, because their their owner died. But it's like not even the owner. This lady hasn't owned. Now she's still the owner. That lady hasn't been around. She's like 800 years old. She passed away. She's at a better place. I need my coffee. You, you are go not to the, a better place. They, they, there's no funeral going on at 8.30 at night. You get your ass over there and make me some coffee. That's what I say. Give me it. I, I'm working my way down. At one point, I did use seven splendors. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> Down to two, Eric. See? I'm Good for a change you. man. I am changing up my game, uh, which is going to lead me to this first book of yours because, unfortunately, John Semper Jr., not really changing up his, and, and the Cyborg as a book because of that, uh, he is adding characters, but it, this is not anything He's adding that, characters to a story that's gone on way too long yeah, and where yeah. you don't need to add characters to. Yeah, I, I think that Cyborg, uh, it's already been moved from bi-weekly, or, you know, twice a month to monthly. And I think that if things don't change soon, they're just going to have to cut ties. I oh, I do agree. Think that, I do think that at a point they may try i think that it's too late now though uh i think that when they moved it to monthly they probably should have had a creative team change that was the death now right there yeah, you, and they, I, I mean do that and have least, a creative team change yeah. see if things change yeah, around without a creative team point, change fuck. it just seems like yeah we're just gonna wait until it dies. and even the point where earlier this week me and you were discussing maybe trading up some reviews uh books and I tried to make some crazy, you know, you weren't going with my trade because no, no, I wanted not. one less, one less issue. But if people wanted to know, you wanted to get rid of Green Lantern, Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah, I'm so fucking angry with this so one. So I you said, okay, listen, I will trade you. And here's the thing: the book that I really wanted to get rid of was Deathstroke. So if I'm going to give you Deathstroke for Green Lanterns, I have to spruce it up. You're not just even, take I'm saying that. no. Even with that. I would rather read Green Lanterns and Deathstroke. Yeah. Well, that's at least what in I Green mean. Lanterns, where it's not making sense and not filling in continuity, at least I can understand what's going on in that book. So what I told you is I would take I would give you Deathstroke and now I have to sweeten the pot. So I said no, I would give you Deathstroke, Super Sons, and Red Hood and the Outlaws, and I would take Green Lanterns off your hand and then I'd also grab Cyborg and you said no like an idiot. Now I told people in the uh, the Slack chat and they basically came to the conclusion you're retarded. Uh, but right, also one the thing, one look, guy the cyborg we know is going to get canceled eventually. So right well, that's there, what that's where I was leading to. Yeah. Uh, people were saying, but so Deathstroke's going to be moved to monthly eventually. So the, the whole thing with that, you'd still only be one more issue a month, but you'd be getting two of the best books for a bunch of shit. Uh, like I said, this is uh, Michael thing, Jordan though. and Scottie Pippen being traded for, uh, you know, uh, Bradley and goddamn, I don't know who, Sean Bradley and some other asshole, uh, Jeff Hornacek at the end of his career, Eric, from the Sixers. There you go. When, when everything comes down to it, though, I have to write about these books. So that's just adding more work for me in the long run. To, and I have to write about a book that I can't understand. Well, that would just I, be I have that to read one, every but yeah, book anyway It was only – it would be one more issue a month uh, total is what you would be getting. Just one issue a month more the way that was set up, but you'd be getting Red Hood and Super Sons, and I would be getting two books that you you don't want to read Green Lanterns anymore. I like it a little more, and then Cyborg's just not. That's the thing. So I'm you know, not really I, getting... I, I'm, I'm going to continue reading Green Lanterns, obviously, and reviewing it, but the thing, I was just so angry at the time. It was one of those, like, you know, knee-jerk reactions where, God damn this issue, Jim, I don't want to do it no more. Let's trade up. 
Yeah, yeah. But well, no, no. When when push, but the whole when thing push was in the, in the shove, chat. Though, with Deathstroke, fuck that noise. I do not want to review yeah. that book. Well, I'm glad I don't have to read Cyborg. I have to read it. We have to talk about it. But I don't want to review that book either. And uh, the problem with the that was people were in the Slack were like, well, you know what? Uh, you know, Cyborg will be the first book. It seems to be canceled. We'll see where that goes. There's some others that are nonsense as well, but uh, I do think Cyborg's headed to be canceled within six months. It's not oh, going to be, agree. you know, it's it's solicited out through May, but we'll see. But this the story's just, it, it's almost like you want it to end, and then they, John Semper Jr. Now, this is Danger in Detroit Part 1, but the problem is the danger it's that was in Detroit, it, it never ended. It, it is so this, you're, this you're might getting, as well still be the imitation of life part 10. Yeah, you can tell me all you want that this is part one of a new arc only because of it being issue 10. And now you've had, you know, whatever the way you want to spell this out. It's bullshit. You're yeah. wrong. It, it, this is the continuing story of, uh, you know, like you said. Anomaly. Yeah, anomaly and all that nonsense, and it really adds some characters out of nowhere. This this lady who's added in, uh, Hyacinth, Black isn't it? Black, or Black Narcissus? Where did I get Hyacinth? Uh, the flower. Yeah, uh, it's just nonsense. She just shows up out of nowhere and yeah. immediately is helping him for no goddamn reason whatsoever, no, and even contradicts herself. Because it's cyborgs book, so you have to have it something with a tech based character. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's go. You give me your blurb. Cyborg number 10, written by John Sipper Jr., with art by Will Conrad, Simon Kudransky, Ivan Nunez, Guy Major, and Rob Lee. After an anomaly infected Cyborg with computer AIDS last issue, our hero has to catch his breath and try to pull a robot, Magic Johnson, but that may not be in the cards, even though we have a new hero getting on Team Cyborg named Black Narcissus, because anomaly is getting back up, is getting back up too in the form of the Lord of the Rats. But I'm not too worried about him, because who knows where that crazy-eyed fool could be looking. Ooh, that crazy-eyed fool. I'm that just going to call, I'm just gonna call him Crazy Eyes because that's the only thing, you know, he rides around in a jazzy and has two cross yeah. eyes, you know. What, yeah. I'm not worried about this guy. He's riding around in a jazzy, he talks to goddamn rats because, you know, he Willard, grew up on the bad side of town. Yeah, Willard, we're singing, singing Ben to himself. <laughs> it's fucking nonsense. Uh, yeah, it starts off and basically Cyborg is a enemy of the state. Everybody's after him. They're fucking reporting on him that he went nuts. He He's went doing rogue this. at Star Labs and wrecked up the joint. So be all, like, on lookout for Cyborg because who yeah. knows what he could do. Yeah, and no. in the meantime, Exy is freaking stealing parts from fucking Holt Industries, which is just pisses me off because Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific, what happened to him? He was in Earth 2 and then yep. disappeared. And he's not on this Earth, so uh, actually – he showed up in a few issues of Superman the Truth storyline, but besides for that, have no idea what's going on with Michael Holt. I'm very confused and very angry about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Exy's in there. Uh, Exy's stealing shit, and it's funny because this black narcissist you see in the one panel, she's like hovering over when yeah. he's coming out the window, and it's like even then I'm like, what the fuck is going? Like he he's not very observant. She's like oh. right there behind him. I'm telling you, the freaking Black Narcissus shows up. We don't have any idea. Who it's a new character, and she, she yeah. might as well be played by Pam Greer because actually even says later on in the book, you know, Black Narcissus, that sounds like a exploitation yeah, name. Yeah, he you know, loves it. And he loves is, it. I think it's not. Cyborgs, cyborgs are like, no, it's a beautiful flower. I'm like, fuck that noise. That, looking at that costume, the name, that is exploitation written all over it. Yeah, that and the fact that yeah, – throw that and then throw in the fact that she looks like something straight out of the 90s with the hoverboard. Well, say, she's uh, got a goblin glider. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's exactly that. But it's pink, Eric. It's pink. 
but yeah, she comes in and she's like, yo, I followed you for stealing stuff from Hold Industries. She gets them with a glue thing that it is explained later. She has gauntlets that have different have cartridges, cartridges that can be put in for different effects. I'm like, they're, this they're is essentially nonsense. trick arrows from fucking yeah, this Green is Arrow nonsense. And, and she finds out, oh my God, because then Cyborg reveals himself. She's like, oh man, it's Cyborg. You know what? You, I saw this shit about you on the news and you know, you're with a thief, a petty thief. But the problem is she's all into this and then she sees it's Exy later and she's like, oh man, you're cool. You're with Exy. I know him. He's from the block. I'm telling you, when she followed Exy back to their, like, you know, uh, Exy and freaking Cyborg's new, like, makeshift lab underground, they still, like, uh, Cyborg and Black Narcissus start fighting. What happens to Exy? Do you really know? Did he get hit in the head with one of these balls? Well, here's the thing. It looked at first that she fired and it missed him. It, It looked like he actually, like, I don't know ducked it or whatever uh but if you look because it looks like it kind of like went but then next thing you know he's like out cold yeah uh, what is going on because I, I he can't know. really move he can't move out of the way it looks like he's he does he's like a little ground yeah he does a neo he fucking comes off like he like fucking bends backward he's doing the limbo he says it, uh and has yeah a, like you know it's like just a, weird a, I just don't know what this thing is that hits him. Is it like these? All of a sudden, Cyborg has these it little goddamn. It blows up the fucking spheres. wall behind him, or, or the girder there. So it, it's something pretty goddamn big. She fired. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a very weird yeah, progression of panels. Because I'm looking, I, I thought follow. it was something she fired at him, but at that point, she's doing the dipsy do on the hoverboard, <laughs> and yeah, she gets out of the way, but. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's just so that Exy's mask comes off. He gets up and she's like, Exy, Xenophon Clark, is that you underneath that skin mask? And then there's, the, it's Xenophon like almost Clark. like, yeah, it's like one of those. I know, it's like one of those wink, wink, like you know this knucklehead, this fucking uh, Charles Barkley, you knucklehead. <laughs> And uh, she's like, yeah, everyone knows him. He's Steven Skills and Notorious. Just what in blazes is going on here? <laughs> blazes. And then he, then Cyborg gets affected by this virus. And I'm telling you, these, this progression but, from panel to panel is just goddamn nonsense. And uh, it's, at it's, that it's moment. This entire she, goddamn issue, though, is, it seems like filler at this point because we know that Cyborg is fucked up. Now we have a new yeah. character showing up so we can talk about how bad Cyborg's fucked up yeah, and how we yeah. have to fix him. Like, yeah, God, really. And that's it. the thing. What happens is. Is, is you have Exy and Cyborg at a spot in this book that they would not be at, like, saying, like, the, the only other hokey thing they could have had instead of having uh, Black Narcissus would be Cyborg to have maybe lost his memory. Like, oh, memory bank's gone. What is going on, Exy? Hey, listen, man, you got a virus. They're doing this. They're doing that. But instead of doing that, they have this black narcissist. All she is there for is to force a narration of what is going on, catch people up. There's no reason for her to be there really at all. It's just kind of nonsense. And the fact that she then explains, listen, I'm a superhero in Detroit. You know, Detroit's bad. The streets are bad. I go out after night and I, I wreck house. I'm fucking keeping things in order. And I'm thinking like, first off, nobody's ever heard of you. Like, where ever. did this come from? You're flying around on a goddamn hoverboard. This might be something that even like a cyborg would know uh, at a point. Like, man, I heard rumors of you. Or even Exy should be like, man, that's you. If I would have known that, you know, something like that. Make it so that it seems like somebody knows about it. Because this girl has a full-out costume, a hoverboard. Hoverboard. They never even really spell out you know, God, much it. of it. And uh, in the meantime, it's only it, – it's just nonsense. It really is nonsense uh, because she's so concerned about XC stealing ship from Hold Industries. 
by the end of the issue, she goes out with Exy to steal shit to, yeah. to help Cyborg. Makes no goddamn sense. It really doesn't. In the meantime, you, know, you want you to... You know, it's funny, though. I fucking love this next part where we go back to Anomaly, who's trying to, uh, like, you know, like, um, absorb Variant's technology. Yeah, yeah, trying to get Variant's And he, he's power. also shit-talking to the real Dr. Silas through the video monitor. Yep. And it's like, hey, before you said you wouldn't let yeah, me talk to you, why are you doing best. it now? And I'm like, is John Semper Jr. actually listening to me? Because yeah. I had a problem with this. And, and that's it, it makes it worse. And I'm telling you, you had a problem because it changed if he could hear on that screen. Because at one point, Silas was yelling at the screen. Oh, and he can't uh, hear you. the doctor, like, he can't hear you. It's one way. And because we couldn't be, have the danger of them finding out. And then here, it's, all about it's, the so, it's so forced. The explanation, like, what? You talking to me now? Why are you talking to me now? You're not worried? No, now Cyborg's out of the picture. I don't care what they get. Fucking Star Labs, I could care less about their security. Huh? I laugh at them. Ha, ha, ha. It's fucking nonsense. It really is nonsense that he, I think that you, I'm not saying that he just reads your reviews. I think a lot of people were probably like, what the fuck went on with there? It didn't make There's sense. There's no way in my mind that people are talking about this part of Cyborg in my no. mind. Well, I, I'm just saying that. Maybe he's, you know, he's not an idiot. He's a smart guy. Uh, he needs Silas to be able to talk to the uh, <laughs> anomaly, and he did paint himself into a corner. And I think he realized that, and he's like, "Oh shit, you know what? I said it was one way. It doesn't work for the story now. They not have anymore, to talk." No. So now he see flipped the switch, and I think he thought that was a great way to do it, or at least try to explain the whole deal. It's nonsense. It and really is know, nonsense, and it's is, so forced. It comes out, and it's like one of those, like I said to you, if I went into the bathroom as a kid and I accidentally peed my pants a little, a little tinkle there, I'm such an idiot. I will go and pour a gallon of water on my oh, pants too. to come out and make it so ridiculous. Like, oh, my goodness, look what happened. And it's like so forced. <laughs> That's what this is. It's like, look, you know. It that gets, gym class once. I'm telling you, it's like my wife says when these guys on, like, cops or whatever, when they tell the story, the police are like, hey, what are you up to? And if the guy's like, nothing. That's actually better than like a drawn out goddamn story or whatever, and that's what he does with the hey, why, why can I talk to you now? Before it's just, it, it's really heavy handed. It well, made me you, laugh though. Also very heavy handed and kind of nonsense as well is that we just had like I don't know if it was the last issue, the issue before last, where we went and jumped into the backstory of Anomaly, and, and like even though it didn't spell out anything, it gave you a general idea of who this character is. You know, he was tortured by this black market group until he gained sentience. Yeah. So and now he hates. It's all humans. It's the whole thing he's going for now. He wants to absorb this technology. And this issue, not only that now, now he hears a voice in his head that yeah, tells him what to do. Voice, yeah. And, and like, is it weird that immediately I thought it must be Black Narcissus? Uh, no, yeah. because just saying a her, like it's a female voice, and I'm like, okay, really? We didn't have a lot of other women in this book that all of a sudden you're, it's going to pull out and be something else or is it freaking variant that's doing it like as a I don't it doesn't make sense it's, it I, seems to be this whole thing that like you know he's heard this his whole life for like yeah. you know sentient life however ever old he is but the thing is the thing that drives him now is this hidden voice yeah. that they decide issue 10 oh, hey, we've been dealing with this character all along issue 10 oh yeah this is what it is now yeah and, and, uh, and even Silas calls him out that's when he says about the, the oh, yeah, voice and you hearing and he's like, you, you know what? That sounds like schizophrenia. And I'm like, I think it might be. It may end up still being that he's just insane. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll see. But yeah, this voice is telling him to get all this power. That's why he's trying to get it from Variant, and it kind of uh, you know blows up in his face. He he can't. Oh yeah, he's absorbing the, the he's absorbing the technology, but it's too much energy for him, and it blows him back. Well, yeah, causing Even everybody. The- like basically at one point it basically like he only has 16 gig of space eric this energy invariant that's 32 gig he doesn't have the capacity for it and it i'm like really this is this is nonsense this is all pretty much nonsense uh but go on but i'm saying this this explosion causes you know dr morrow and dr charles to come running in wondering if he's okay and you know he has to pull the whole oh i'm dr silas stone and i'm i'm hurt i better go to medical and it's during this thing out of nowhere because of this explosion. Variant just wakes up while Dr. Sarah Charles yeah. is there. And she's like, oh, you know, I got to tell you something. But the problem is here, the one panel, it's like it's in my mind, it's supposed to be Variant's it's supposed dialogue. supposed to be both her. It's supposed yeah. to be both her dialogue. And, and then somehow of, like, they fucked it up. Yeah, Dr. Sarah Charles. Dr. Stone is not who he appears to be, can't be trusted. And he wants to kill Victor. And then freaking Variant's uh, dialogue is, wants to losing power yeah. and here's the deal with the whole thing is it's funny because even the way you read it you're not even reading it the way it's read because if it was sarah she'd be like dr stone is not who he appears to be he can't be tra-. these are periods there's no question yeah. mark it's dr stone is not who he appears to be he can't be trusted and he wants to kill victor she she's not the one who's telling that no. that is supposed to be variant and I'm because you, if, if it is dr sarah charles she's got some splaining to do yeah, she's, she's another else. one who's schizophrenic because uh that's when variant wakes up and sarah she grabs sarah sarah's like ah oh. and then variant says you must find victor he's in terrible danger and what are you talking about danger what danger and that's when the dialogue gets reversed it doesn't even get reversed there's no. no dialogue in that panel that should have been sarah's they were both supposed to be variants it's a complete fuck up it makes no sense and if you're reading this and reading at face value you're like what the fuck how did she knows that dr stone just she just helped him it, 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 could, it could really throw you off if you don't just realize right now what's going on that this is supposed to be variant telling her what to do because then she kind of just passes out i like it too she falls down with a thud and then they have just a panel of sarah just looking at her fucking glass eyed it, it looks like she's like fish-eyed there like just like Huh? And I don't know if that was even supposed to have dialogue at that point because it's very odd, just this yeah. panel of her looking. It doesn't even make sense. Uh, but yeah, then we go back to Cyborg. They're trying to, Exy is trying they're, to yeah, trying reboot to his system, scrub the like virus that. out. And again, this, this uh, Black Narcissa, it just doesn't have a reason to be there except to kind of give some narration and here she's yeah. like you know hey there's lunatics out to destroy detroit you see you know she's there to tell us what we know detroit's an awful city eric I she keeps saying it never and, go yeah, there and that's when she says the name they call me black narcissus and he's like man that's awesome that sounds like a some badass retro 70s black exploitation action action hero and it's funny that Cyborg then says, no, she said Black Narcissus, because <laughs> it's, it's spelled, I, it's, you know what I mean? He thinks it's Black Narcissist. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And then he's like, no, that's the name of a flower. Like, this is nonsense. It really is. It's so, then the, she's explaining her gauntlet as these cartridges. I'm like, I am so out of this book. I'm like, done. Jesus I'm Christ. done. I had to review it. And I was a out month of the book. is too many. Yeah, this is one of those where you're like, at, at, at the beginning of Rebirth, we said to a lot of books that the big, the reviewer 101 thing is like, thank God we don't have to wait a month again. I'm like, with this, I'm like, God damn it, we have to wait four weeks. I, I wish it was eight. <laughs> I, I don't want to read this story. It's just stupid. 
But, you know, we get we go back to Anomaly pretending to be Dr. Silas Stone and like, you know, oh, I'm fine now, Dr. Mario, you go away. And we find out that through this energy transfer, this technology transfer they did with Varian, now he's able to hear this voice a lot more clearer in his head. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he hears this voice. You need to go after this guy, you know, this drug dealer who, you know, trains rats. And then, like, you know, yeah. this well, big guy. Well, up until this point, too, at, right? Even before that, you had Exy through the whole issue pissed off about these rats. He, uh, I don't like rats. I don't like these rats. And then, right before the scene where uh, freaking uh, Silas and all this stuff about the voice and, and that, the fake Silas anomaly, gets that, that voice. You find out that Cyborg has counted all the rats in yeah, the city, it, and so there's 3.2 million. And I'm like, really? You're going from a thing where he's like, because that's where uh, Exy's like, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go to some better base. There's these goddamn rats. I hate them, the rats. And he's like, well, actually, there's 3.2 million rats the last time I counted in Detroit. You counted the rats. What the fuck's going on with you? And uh, I'm like, really? We're going to go from there to meet the Rat King. The Lord really, of the Rats. And the Rat King, whose name is Radama. Rizzo, Rizzo Radama. Radama. And I'm like, really? This is like the other. This is what we say. It is a, a funny trope of comics where, if, you know, if my name is Mr. Freeze, I'm obviously going to get Freeze powers. Or if my name's, you know, Johnny Asslicker, I'm doomed to be, you know. And it's like, right. You're gonna uh, I don't know I if you, you carry, you know, could carry that full way through. But yeah, here's Radima, who is like the '70s pimp on a goddamn jazzy. It's nonsense. <laughs> Cy Borgman looks less ridiculous than this purple-suited motherfucker on this, this crazy-eyed motherfucker. He's got his pimp hat on. Fucking it, yeah, his eyes fucking going lazy fucking eyes. Fucking bastard. nonsense. Oh my, look at that guy. Hey, Jesus Christ, is that Keenan? <laughs> or is that Kel? Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, he controls rats, and he has these uh, mobsters. Oh, he's, he's trained them to yeah. do stuff, but now, yeah. like uh, now, he's gonna control me. Now, anomalies has come to him and used that Otech freaking technology to mutate the rats, so now he can control them with his yeah, mind. Yeah, and he's gonna control them because the mobsters in Detroit, the white mob, they're you know digging into him and treating him bad, and you know trying to get him to basically take him out of the process. Like, yeah, you're yet. gonna give us money and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you get this side thing where they they you get this hint of this delivery system with rats i'm like i said to you i would not be there see here i am here's jim warner you know i know that some drug addicts are not discerning you know customers i don't know about you i'm there waiting for my heroin eric which i do usually on a wednesday and instead of a guy coming and knocking on my door six times and whatever uh a rat comes with the heroin now hey rat what you doing with my heroin I'd be like, yeah, I'm telling you, you talk to my kids about me and mice or whatever. I am jumping up on furniture. I'm pushing my wife to the thing to save me. (laughs) Oh, I'm the worst. I'm the worst with anything because I've told you a million times before. It's not that I'm afraid they're going to attack me. I'm always afraid that I'm going to be barefoot and step on them and And feel their bones crunch or even worse because I always hear these stories about, you know, mice can fit through these spaces because their bones disjoint and crazy shit i've heard and i'm afraid that i'm gonna step on it and feel that process oh my 
God, it's giving me the heebie-jeebies right now. But yeah, this is the guy. He's a drug dealer. He deals with goddamn rats. Uh, it's nonsense. It yeah, is it's nonsense. nonsense. And it's, so and weird it's a, to me that yet like, another character thrown another in. Another character thrown in for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Just some fucking fat, wall-eyed, jazzy-riding motherfucker who can yeah. train rats. And anomaly comes out of nowhere because a voice of his head, you know what? You got potential, Radima. Yeah. And then gives him yeah. O-Tech like, you know, technology to mutate the rats so he can control it with his mind so he and can they go can hunt be down more powerful. And then somehow... Put him in a goddamn helicopter. And yeah, there's the heli. He's riding in a helicopter. Now, a guy went from jazzy to helicopter. I had a feeling that at one time he tried to train the rats that he could sit down and they'd, you know, walk around, but he's too goddamn fat. He kept squishing all those rats. Then all of a sudden, the rats are attacking everybody in the street. The one poor kid gets bitten in the fucking neck by a rat. (laughs) I don't know how the rat got up there. They're like jumping and shit. It's fucking ridiculous. These rats are attacking while fucking that big fat so's in that goddamn damn fucking copter <laughs> it's so ridiculous i expect that the next to him is the traffic news guy he's reporting on the traffic while the fucking fat ass radimus up there controlling the rats and he's controlling them and i don't know exactly what he's doing because he's supposed to be wreaking havoc on the people who are taunting him they're attacking everyone except those people <laughs> they're attacking xy cyborg and just people in the streets Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of rats, but of course that we've O-Tech already heard there's 3.2 million. That OTEC technology is not all it's cracked up to be. No. I, I don't know. It's making that one leap and bite it, tear out that kid's throat. But as Tell we leave you, this issue, freaking out, you know, Black Narcissus grabs Axie and she flies off because Cyborg tells her to to get him out yeah. of there. And Cyborg is leading the rats towards the river, but he is overcome <laughs> He's the by Pied the rats. Pied Piper, Eric. He's oh, yeah. got them Pied Piper. I'm surprised he didn't pull out a goddamn fucking flute. Start fucking doing a jig. Yeah, he's going to lead him to the goddamn river. Sure, it doesn't look like that. he's making it. No. <laughs> they are attacking him. Well, again, he is mostly fucking metal. I'm saying they might go after his face. He yeah. covers his face. He's good. Yeah, cover your face. Just cover that face. Get going. And I'm sure, and I'm sure with the idea where he can now turn back into human, like, you know, and even have clothes and all this shit, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever he can do with his new powers, I'm sure he could actually make the metal go over the other side of his face. You would hope. You would hope. Uh, but, yeah, he's blasting. I like, yeah, too. My mind, like, nothing he's blasting away at one point. Uh, the rats are on the ground, Cyborg. He's blasting in the oh, air. He's in every direction but where the rats are. But at are. the rats. I'm telling you, the way he's blasting, if he just points downwards, these rats are all dead. Terrible at least the ones around Cyborg. him. Yeah, and again, tell me why, you know, I, I, it doesn't even make sense why they, he, that, that Radima even wants them to attack Cyborg. Because I know that I, they said, like, know, we're, we want something from you or whatever, yeah. but this was spelled out. Listen, you get this. You can have the rats, and they can take care now of all the fucking pieces of shit that were bad to you, which yeah. the funny thing is Anomaly has already killed. He fucking ran them through with his T-1000 fucking nonsense at the beginning of that scene when he met Radima. So I don't know what else. And y- it, you're going to rule the city by attacking Cyborg, it seems. It's like, it's well, no, so saying, set in up. In my mind, like, it's one of those things where I'll give you the O-Tech, you know, freaking Yeah, but tech, they, they the, never like, spelled O-tech it out tech, that much. And then you take care of he Cyborg does say, and then you can rule the city. He says, do one simple task. Yeah. Uh, that one simple task is not always that, you know, hey, one simple task. Oh, what is that? I want you to get those rats against Cyborg. Cyborg? Fuck that. He's already got his process down. This just makes him – I'm telling you, the the stakes are too high. 
I'm telling you, now with this mental control, this rat can come to your door with the heroin, knock, maybe even hit a goddamn doorbell, and then freaking deliver it. Yeah, open it up and smoke it like a badass. I'm telling you, yeah, these these rats, I don't know. To me... Even that, that's the weird thing is like the rat goes, it's got the heroin. I guess now you can mind control, but there's so many. But, you know, the rat's going, next thing you know, it sees peanut butter, the fucking deal's done. You don't even know where the rat went off. It went off to eat peanut butter with fucking $10,000 of heroin on it. (laughs) It's not very, uh, you know, rats aren't exactly the most reliable of creatures. This is no fucking homing pigeon. Uh, But now he's going to control it from a goddamn fucking helicopter. It's nonsense. It, it is nonsense. It's just this book just keeps adding characters. That's the thing. Like you, is had variant, you. you added Variant. You uh, added Variant. I liked Variant. I thought we that was very and interesting. And then got rid of Variant. She's in a coma now. She's yeah. in a coma. Basically, was a power battery for uh, you know anomaly. And uh, at least we know most of the names in this. I'll give them that. Uh, but yeah, I, I would think. Oh yeah, what's Variant's book, real name? I don't know. I go by Variant now. I think that uh, Android or Cyborg Lives Matter, Eric. I look at her as what she... Synth Lives Matter. And she does. She identifies herself as a cyborg, so I'm going to use her cyborg name. Don't use her dead name. Don't go that way. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck you're talking about, Eric. You are a goddamn... Where's your segregation reggae deal? That's the whole goddamn bit where we had to have Anomaly's backstory, and then they're like, you know... It was kind of glossed over. Yes, these things happen. Okay, but the important thing is like, how did you gain sentience somehow? Yeah, okay. So, oh, well, I they, guess we'll they, move they on thought I looked human, characters. so they were nice to me. Yeah, you, you, it just it just keeps going on, and where it's there now with these rats and stuff, it's just convoluting what's already convoluted. It really is just adding layers like, to the shit to get, sandwich. It I just really need to is. get to the important information, like how the real Doctor Silas Stone is going to the bathroom. Yeah. I need these important facts. That's what you need. I yeah. just, I'm telling you, I don't even. All you needed at How's this point. hands helping him out there? Was, yeah, and then you have Silas, real Silas. He's just standing there. He's just there, trapped and yelling. It's just the, like the interesting. Now, it seems there like. were a couple things that were interesting me in this book, and I don't even remember what they are because of all this nonsense thrown in. Now we got Ratima. We got the Rat King. I, I don't, I don't like rats. I hate them. We had them at my old apartment, and they used. I told you, you used to go and in the dryer, you'd have to go get your uh, fucking clothes out, and you'd have to fucking throw away dead rats. And these weren't mice. These were rats. That's why at points when people are like, "Oh my god, I I just saw a rat," and I look and it's a field mouse. I'm like, yeah. "Fuck you!" I saw these goddamn things. If if you weren't careful, they'd fucking run away with a baby. These <laughs> things would fucking go and they they'd steal your tires off your car. <laughs> these fucking rats take them down to their fucking underground lair. Yeah, fucking things were big. And I'm telling you, also, I used to look out my window and I was li- here's the thing. It, it was almost like like you would. Uh, horror movies i was intrigued by them a bit because i you could actually look out my window of the apartment and at points you actually got to see like a kind of like a society i'm telling you i'm not fucking bullshitting you you would see like things where you could see things going on it wasn't just like they were fighting with each other and so you could see the king up. of the rats there with a freaking crown you, and i a saw spear this guy this black one. guy in a jazzy i'm like he's the fucking king no it was weird they there were so many of them where we lived and it was just disgusting but you could kind of sit there and watch him and it was fucked up I, I, I'm frightened by them. I am so frightened by them. <laughs> uh, one time I was taking a bath and a rat, uh, was in our apartment and somehow got in the bathtub with me and I freaked. It was the worst. Oh, yeah. That, that does then I was like nude. the worst goddamn thing ever. Yeah. I was nude. I freaked out. I, I'm still freaked out by I'm it. I'm telling if you, I, that's like one of those traumatic experiences you never get over. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. 
and and just the the idea like you you see a little mouse or whatever you see a rat and it's you know this thing was probably I don't know, maybe it was just like five or six inches, but it had that fucking white-ass tail and shit like that. You know what I mean? It's oh, I know. Fucking freak me the fuck out. So fuck you, John Supper Jr., making me remember shit like that. <laughs> also, it was around the time thing. that the toilet seat, when I was just learning to uh, potty train, and the toilet seat fell and smashed me right in the wiener. Right in my wiener, <laughs> and it was so it was it hurt so bad. And my mom and dad were playing cards with these neighbors, and I ran out nude and asked my mom to kiss it, and that is no lie. And uh, she yelled at me and smacked me right in the face. I can still remember. She was embarrassed, and she smacked me in the face for that. And it was like such a weird time for me. I just got almost got eaten by a goddamn fucking rat, and then the fucking toilet. I was so proud of myself uh, because the, what the I would do. The question of the day is the question of the day is. Did she? Um, no, no, no. The question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this is all like a uh, like a progression of events of the same afternoon. For some reason, you were like three years old. Yeah, what's about taking that? A, yeah. taking a bath by yourself. Your parents were yeah. outside. Yeah. He drowns. He drowns. And then you yeah, get out. They, I think out, they hope. And he scared the piss out of you. The toilet seat came down, smashed your wiener. You ran outside. It went my wiener. It hurt my wiener. It's weird. We would go swimming at that time. My mom and dad would say, "Hey, don't forget your necklace." It was this rope with a, a fucking cinder block on it. That was my necklace. Didn't know they were trying to get rid of me. And, no, and what? You said your parents never got you anything. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm telling you. Here's the deal with my potty training deal, and I don't think it was the same. This this seems in my mind like it was around the same time, oh, yeah. but who knows? And it was probably about the three years old, if not a little. Um, I don't know that you're going to actually believe this. Uh, I, I'm not lying. Uh, please. I was not a tall kid, Eric. So what would happen is I had, <laughs> I had this stool that I could stand on you the stool. You still have to that pee. stool today. Yeah, I do. I just went, I just used it to, to get something on the top fucking shelf. I need to get spaghetti. Uh, no, I'd have the stool to pee. And I don't think I had this. All I can remember is having my wiener as i called it then and i had to kind of tippy toes and lay it on the toilet like i wasn't uh-huh. holding it it was laying on the toilet seat like the under seat or i don't I know do what that you now. Call it, the bowl or whatever and it just sat there and then when the toilet Tripod. thing fell oh it hurt it hurt and i i was just upset and yeah my mom smacked me right in the face it's not very fun and all that makes me think of a stories my mother told me as a child, like how she had friends who used to shoot heroin in their dick and then slam a car hood on top of it and yeah. then pull it by their dick. I'm like, yeah, you need to hang funny. out with better people, ma. Like that, that, what is that? That's like, goddamn, I don't even know what that is. That's like, you know, the strongest man competition for fucking scumbags. Because you, yeah. you ever see that when they're pulling a car with a family in it and the fucking change? Oh, I've seen it with like fucking jets and shit, too. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking nonsense. I Even at that pool, too. Uh, a pool that uh, apartments they had a pool and that's where i saw a man die eric i saw him i looked into his dead eyes you know maybe where we grew up when we were kids was not the best place it was in the not world. great at one point <laughs> we were uh no at one point we were on the swings and again i think i was like five i was on my you know we had a group of kids or whatever and a guy came out of the woods and pretty much had a trench coat on and uh, you know exposed himself and then we screamed he ran away i don't even think i ever told my mom and dad that uh, because at that point i was like i thought i did something wrong 
So I never said anything to him. The guy probably, we probably should have. They could have gotten this yeah, guy. But yeah, he was just walking around in a trench coat. Ah, uh, yes. But what would you give this issue? How did it even end? Did we get to that point? Yeah, we got to the ending. It's, I uh, gave it a 5.8 out of 10. That's besides yeah. for the problem I had with the freaking, you know, panel progression at the beginning. I like the art in this book. Yeah. And I like some aspects to it. Like, I, th- I like the idea of the black exploitation character just out of nowhere, though. But I just like the idea of it because it makes me giggle. But it I give it a 5.8 out of 10. Just, but, like, yeah, honestly, talking about it, my score should have been lower probably. Yeah, everything comes out of the blue in this book. Everything. And a lot of times it comes out of blue, who you thought was on the cover. Uh, I, I really did too. Actually, crazy. I didn't I, really pay crazy attention. Blue on the cover, and, and we've had blue all the time. And next thing you know, that's what he's going to do. He's going to run. Blue's going to come out with his goddamn saxophone, and he's going to play him into the river. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, I'd give it a five five. I was not impressed by this at all. No, there was I. All right, and your next book, Eric, is what? The Fall and Rise of Captain Adam, number three, written by Kerry Bates and Greg Wiseman, with art by Will Conrad, Ivan Nunes, and Seda Temafante. Captain Adam is back from the past and sporting a new look and new powers, but sadly, that's the only thing that's new to this issue, because besides for that, it's back to basics with Dr. Megala and General Eiling as they try to make our hero their perfect little soldier again. Luckily, I don't think this will last, though, because at the end of the issue, some mystery person left a photo of Nathaniel's son at his door, and now that Cap knows he's a daddy, I'm betting he immediately starts his visitation rights. Yeah, 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 he's gonna go. Er, Yeah, and I, uh... I actually think it's just, I don't even know. Do they say who was the lab assistant uh, who told Captain Adam? Was that, um, who the heck was it uh, who told him that his wife had died? Uh, oh, the, yeah. Friggin I, that's I forget who it, who, it yeah, has I'm to sh- be. The guy's holding a tablet. I'm just thinking to myself, why can't somebody want to tell me something and I get a free tablet? Out of it, I like who the hell? Like he he doesn't write a note. He leaves a goddamn fucking lab, you know, a, a goddamn iPad uh, for him to look at. Uh, somebody, you know, I'd want that iPad back, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a cheap guy. I'm like, well, why is he? Well, you don't you don't work at a goddamn lab carved in the side of a I, mountain, though. So. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, because yeah, I know that. There was uh, somebody on the site that kind of argued with you if this was like getting back to the status quo or getting back to whatever. See, I, sa- I said back to basics in my yeah, back to basics. Well. You and were more – and yeah, he took it as very – he took it over the top thinking you went back to basics of all time. You were just like this to, issue In my mind, back to was, basics of the first issue. Yeah, this was basically going back to the first issue with a little tweak to Captain Adam. Uh, it just – there wasn't much to it. This, this oh. issue – uh, you would like the first two issues. I didn't really like. I really like the second issue, and I'm yeah. telling you, I, I was on board with the first issue. Really like the second issue. This one, this became very lackluster to me. It makes makes me very fearful for the for going forward. But I can say I am happy. We got to see that whole you know sun reveal at the end of this, and in my mind, that means moving forward for like four, five, and six. We're going to be dealing with that sun because that's the thing I want to see most in the series. Yeah, but that's the thing is I'm I want to see Captain Adam. We're still not getting any real Captain Adam. Yeah, he's testing out his abilities because well, I'm saying he is this, changed a little. This is a, a Captain little. Adam that we've never seen before. Yeah, but I'm saying, though, going in, this is the fall and rise of Captain Adam. I'm expecting yeah. to see something besides well, him. We saw him blinked fall. into the he, it's well, on the rise. He, yeah, I'm saying, though, I really didn't even see a fall. He just went back in time, killed, and now no, he, he came back. People. 
Yeah, it's just yeah, he killed people. He, he didn't even realize that until now. That that whole killing people. It's it's nonsense. It really is nonsense. That whole thing. You know, he is what he is. I don't know that they're claiming like how many times you know shit goes wrong. I don't know. It's just that didn't even affect me at all. Like oh my god, you blew up and and three people died. Just was what it was, but yet he comes back and he comes back better, so that that won't happen. It's basically yeah, what they say now. I, I even called it this in my head, or you know, Captain Adam Rebirth, you know, because yeah. he comes well, they back. They say and it he, like they say every word but Rebirth in it. Yeah. Like, this is Captain Adam Reborn. This is Captain Adam 2.0. And like, hey, we don't want shit to get out that it's you because you're looked at as a murderer and things like that. And I just thought it was a lot of nonsense. I really did. That this is not an issue. This is like, uh, I don't know. I, I can't even say there was a mini like this, but it would be like having a mini that is Superman, and through the whole thing, he finds out that he has a son, and he goes to visit him, and that's it. You, we're not getting any sort of, and I don't think we will. I don't think right now we're already halfway through. He's not going to go and find any villains or do anything like this. It seems like he's going to go find his son. Get to know your Captain Adam, Jim. What's that? Get to know your Captain Adam. I don't, I'm not getting to know him. I don't know any of his, I know his, you know, his powers are basically could do whatever the fuck he wants. He's Captain Adam, but. That's the thing is, I don't even know how the, like I'm telling you, well, we'll get into it, but the thing is, we start this off because in the previous issue, we saw that Captain Adam was back in time, back in the 90s and led up to the 2000s where time fixed itself once his power started manifesting and hurled him to 2017, our yeah. present, because when he went back in time originally, he was in 2012. Now he's five years in the future from where he left. And when he comes to like he sees the continuum where he blew up initially, and yeah. they're just they're demolishing the whole thing. Everything's been shut down since he left because they lost funding. Doctor Megalo has been fucking sent over yeah, to another. Yeah, they lost funding because thing. it was pretty much a disaster. It, what they that, were doing. The Captain Adam research thing. You don't got a Captain Adam. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the other thing though. The, the thing that kind of did bother me is that now that you said that was, you kind of got the idea that they were like, oh, you know what. This research you were doing on this guy and all this, I think that would be they'd be more blamed than Captain Adam himself. They're shutting down the whole deal uh, because it looks like, to me, that they think that they were doing the wrong thing. They were experimenting on him and things like that. I, I, it well, I'm just saying there's odd. nothing for them to fucking work on, though, because oh, Captain Adam's been gone for five years. But still, they might be able to do something else. I mean, they, they, they're a big, you know, this whole deal, but it just seemed like Captain Adam... Uh, it even says the ladies. He's looking back at the thing, and it's like you know, we now have confirmation. Captain Adam is dead, a victim of his own unstable powers. I, I just, it's weird that they're like really spelling it out. Listen, if anybody sees you, you're a wanted murderer. The Justice League is going to come after you and shit like that. It, it just seemed very forced to me. I, I don't know. Well, even but, before we saw that first issue, the Justice League throughout this, you know, in the New Fifty Two, they ha were really apprehensive about Captain Adam because he was a danger. You know, he has his fucking unstable powers that can just go haywire yeah. at any time. That's something you want to keep an eye on. And after killing three people when he was, you know, has his quantum surges. Yeah, in but the first he, like issue, I said, here's the thing: is like I don't even know when when they came back and they said that. You know Captain Adam. I'm going into this okay, trying to yeah. figure out, like thinking they're going to tell me there is a lot of pieces missing in this story that that you just have to you take for granted. You know it. I well, no, don't that's know the thing is happened. like coming coming back to the present, our present now, freaking from the last issue. Captain Adam is now red for one thing, and seems to have a whole new power set. 
and they don't really fully explain to me what that is exactly because he is, you know, he's met by a drone of that of Dr. Megalus because they detected right when he came back to the yeah. future. And now he's following this drone, which takes up way too much panel time just to get to Dr. Megal. I'm telling you, it is panel after panel of just freaking cats and flying. flying following this goddamn drone. It's fucking bullshit. That's just such filler in my yeah, mind. Yeah. And then we finally get to Dr. Megala, and he's all like, oh, yeah, you, you certainly are different now. We're going to have to test your powers. But in the meantime, you know, he, somebody tells him, hey, you're, you know, your wife, she kind of died. So and then he fucking yeah. flies off and he has to go visit the, the grave. Yeah, it's even it's even a little more hokey than that. It's like, hey, uh, can you show me where my wife is? Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's a, a drone. You follow the drone. It'll take you to her wife right to her grave. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you got punked. It, it's fucking the, the thing like i'm saying though what i was saying about not knowing is you just said it oh you know during the new 52 uh the, the just league were always wary of them they're doing that not everybody knows that so you hear this thing about oh the just league if they find you uh they're gonna be it just seemed out well, of they, nowhere they talked, and they like talked about how wary he, they were of him in the first issue as well yeah it just it just seemed nothing but it's nothing is set up well uh to me with, with Dr. Man- I do- Dr. Manhattan, I almost called him, uh, Captain <laughs> Adam, because I don't even know his power set. I still don't. We're halfway through this. I have no well, idea what his now, power now, set is. Now he has a whole new power set, and the thing is, once he finds out his wife is dead, the first idea he has, he's going to go back to the moon like he's done so many goddamn times before. He needs his isolation, so he's going to go to the moon, and Dr. Megalo, through this drone, is trying to tell him, you know, we don't know what your power sets are now that your body is still, like, you know, yeah. transformed into this new thing. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. He blasts the drone, goes into space, and then immediately has a problem. He starts collecting ice crystals and fucking yeah, like black out. Again, falls I, I didn't know he sits on the moon. I had no idea. I don't know anything about Captain Adam. I thought that this we was going to give first me issue. some. I'm just saying, I, but even that, just him saying, oh, you go on the moon. It's so forced for him to go, I know you always go in and hang out on the moon. It, it just, I'm telling you. And if it wasn't the first issue, it was. I had forgotten all about it by now. Right. I, I really have. I just, this book, I read it, I get bored. Because it is well, basically, I knew you get bored as hell. It's after. basically like, I him just fly. This issue is him flying around and then getting right back to the government wanting to use him. That's and all it was. Back to basics. Now, Eiling is trying to use some manipulation this time. Before he was a very forceful person, like you're going to do this. Yeah, Captain now Adam he's, yeah, like he's changed his now mind. Now he's trying to manipulate him. Look, I'm going to give you a new identity. We're going to try to reintroduce Captain Adam. You're not going to be Nathaniel Adam anymore. We're going to give you a new identity, a place to hang your hat. Because yep. now one of the power sets he seems to have is that he can transform to his human form as well. Yeah, now, like go back form. and forth. So yeah, and even that they, cool. uh, he tries to make it seem like he understands him more, and that he, uh, you know, hey, he's you're, like he's found you know, religion in those five years of my life. Yeah, mind, all, all, yeah. He said after you left, I realized that was harsh. Like he's really down, you know, doing that. But in the meantime, you find out he just wants to test his powers and do oh, it. Yeah, but even there, you stuff. show the powers. Basically, what his powers, this <laughs> testing of the powers are. Let's That's shoot bullshit. him with missiles. Yeah. That, that's the whole testing. And then at the point where... Uh, uh, the whole thing is the one thing. I like the idea that we can see that he can still absorb energy and shit yeah. like that. Everything else. Oh, he's got quantum strength. Everything his powers yeah, are. Yeah. Oh, he's got quantum speed. It is it's just random superhero stuff with quantum thrown in the front yeah. of him. Like, God damn it, that's boring Well, and shit. even like you said, the, the things with his power set, and even if they told you some things in the first issue, that last issue that we had was just him with no powers most yeah. of the time. So it just... I don't know what they're getting at with this, and this is not – I can't say that this is ever going to be a series, a miniseries for people who want to know what he's about. This is for people who had already read you know, 
Captain Adam and want to know where they're going forward, maybe? I thought this was going to be, hey, listen, we have a Dr. Manhattan story coming down the line. At some point, we may have uh, Captain Adam involved as well. So we want to teach people, you know, what he's about, what his power set is. And, yeah, he might have this new power set going forward, but it already seems like it's just going to be thrown at you with names that don't make sense to me, like Quantum Strength. And, you know, like you said, oh, it's good to see he absorbs energy. I'm like, I don't even get, you know, I don't even know any of this. And at one point, he even sends a blast down to the general's fucking car that melts the whole car except the thing. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. He doesn't even know. He's like, how how did you do that blast without killing me? Because basically, sitting on a molten, you know, wreck of a car, just sitting in there. And kind of, for the record, I didn't and flies away. And I'm like, I just, I don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on in this book. And why isn't it showing me a little bit of... Of what makes Captain Adam, even to the point where you might say, you know what I really like about Captain Adam is that even though he's a god, he's grounded and, and he well, likes that's to That's the thing do I'm this. trying to go with this here because, you know, Captain Adam is now, in my mind, a different character than he has been previously because of all the time he spent in the 90s with his wife, you know, without powers. You know, he had become a new person. And mm. now that he's back, you know, he has the ability to transform back and also has the heartache that knowing that his wife is dead. Yeah, that's all I get, though. Years. From this, I get that he's upset because his wife thinks he left her. And uh, that's it, though, because, but, but what you know, I we're already halfway through here. Yeah, I know. What I think they're trying to do here is pretty much, you know, Captain Adam Rebirth is what I'm going to call it now because, you know, they're going to reintroduce you to this Captain Adam. You don't need to know the old one. You're going to introduce to the new version well, of the, him what and what he's going to be about. The problem is, like you've already said while we're talking now, you know, oh, what's cool is he used to do this and now he does that. I don't know what he used to do. So right. if he doesn't absorb energy and says, oh, my God, I can't do it. I'm like, what What do you mean? I didn't even know you could do that before. If somehow later he does something and it's like so against what he did or he goes, man, this isn't working. I'm not going to know. And that's what we've yeah, got. They, so they seem to be pointing the stuff out, though, like stuff like that. So I think, you know, if there is something like that, they will spell it out to you like, oh, you weren't able to do that before. Well, or something here's like that. the thing. Like I said, what are his new powers? now well right now i'm telling you all we have is you know energy absorption freaking we saw he had quantum strength quantum speed yeah, which i don't to, even like, know what that means it, it means That's what he's, I'm he's, he's fast and he's super strong yeah, i mean pretty much what yeah, it is. i could guess that on any super exactly just, and now you throw in that he's gonna go find his son like i said that's at least one or two issues uh, to me and then you have one last issue we don't have that much time. We're already halfway through and we have not gotten more than a, a baby step ahead in any sort of story you know, he went back in time, but really yeah. nothing happened back in time except for him to have a wife and, and uh, now a kid. In, in my mind, that's important just because, you know, now he is this different character that we have to get to know. Because if they continue this going forward, this is what we need to know going forward, if uh, like future stories and shit like that. If this is the new status quo for Captain Adam. Yeah, the only problem is that this isn't branded a rebirth book, so I can't even say no, I know. that this is in continuity. I, you, who knows how it's going to go forward with this and how a son would really affect that and why you need to have that to go forward i don't well, say, know also you know when he um when he impregnated his wife back in the day he was experiencing his quantum powers coming yeah. back so i'm saying there in my mind there's something going on with the sun as well yeah as there might be but i don't think they're giving you a uh you know a, a whole new superhero that's a son of captain adam that's going to go forward from a mini series that isn't even a uh a rebirth branded book it, right. it'd be very odd to me we'll, we'll see what goes on uh the other thing is like explain to me 
the time travel aspect of this issue uh, that they were getting messages from him and they could track oh, him th- and the other very, it was nonsense. This is a very convoluted thing because we in the first issue they talked about how they had implanted these nanopods yeah. so they could always like receive and messages and shit like that and track them. And when he went back in time, there were bursts of information that were sent out that they were able to get through the time like rips and I yeah it's very convoluted it did not need to be there but yeah it just essentially it, to me, it made they the had a way time travel of, stuff of, seem of, odd. No, it does it really makes everything seem odd but essentially they had a way of knowing what he was doing in the past during our present yeah because yeah. they were receiving transmissions somehow with a goddamn you know time slip or not i don't know it's fucking ridiculous that part is ridiculous I'll give it is funny i'm that telling you it is funny though like when they say that of uh you know hey uh there's still negative baggage, but we believe legacy trumps memory. And I'm like, yeah, they're, t- they're pretty much like yeah. the, he is now gone from the new 52. And that is to full spell out, hey, and, the new 52, Captain Adam, you don't have to worry about this is a rebirth. And I and thought that was kind of funny the way he too, said because it. Because I, I actually it felt like it went against what rebirth is about because rebirth seems to be all about legacy. And they're changing the character yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's I, very odd to me. It's almost like a freaking like oxymoron what they're doing here. But I don't know. Um, like I'm saying, this was a down issue for me because I, you know, I enjoyed the first issue enough. It got me into it. Second issue, I love the hell out of. It. I love time travel. I love seeing Nathaniel Adam as a normal guy just trying to live his life now that he's yeah. not cursed with the power. Now we get back to this, and it's like it's kind of boring. And I knew you were gonna hate it when I, once yeah. I read it. I'm like, it's oh, Jim's gonna be so it. bored just, with this. I just it it kind of just was blah to me, and it has yeah. been for three issues that I. I don't know. I guess I should just go back and read. I should look up what the definitive, you know, Captain Adam story is and just read that because I'd really rather him, you know, even if even when they do these tests, they have a chance to kind of explain. And they do like, oh, he absorbs this and he's fast yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's strong. But, uh, but really, just like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, for but even that, that's they should, what they we're get getting, though. Further, I know. And yeah, and really, if that's what he's about. Then I'm bored. I, yeah. I just I don't. And yeah, like you said, he's red now. Is that only because at some point this will count into the rebirth continuity, and they don't want to have Doctor Manhattan and Captain Adam fighting where there's two blue guys fighting well, each other in the sky? They need somebody red. That's what I kind of imagine. I was thinking about, but I have no idea going forward. It, it is odd though, because so. in my it mind, it is so odd he, to change him out of the color that is well, Doctor Manhattan's color as well. It's weird though because now this new look he has, he looks so, a lot more like Major Force, who has a, like yeah. similar powers to him, and like he was a bad guy. But like on top of that, we do find a little bit of continuity error here, just because we saw Captain Adam at the smoldering ruins of Super where Superman died in his old yeah. like like yep, you know blue did. form. He was hanging out. He was just so, hanging there in the air, and he was he there. wasn't around during that time because he was back no. in time. Yeah, and, so, and yeah, again, that's a bit of I, I give I do deal. give them a pass. That rebirth was basically hey. Draw a bunch of characters. You can yeah. throw some guys that we don't have books for right now to give the effect of everybody in the superhero community came out. This is Superman who died. Obviously, they're going to do that. They're going to come. And, yeah, Captain Adam is, is hovering there right over where the body would have been, where the body burned up. So, yeah, yeah it doesn't work out. But, yeah, I, if anything, I would say going forward they want him a different color. It really seems that. Uh, in the meantime, they say you're going to have to go undercover. We want you to do this other identity uh, because the Justice League might come and kill you because they're pissed at what you did when you blew up. And also the the you know the nation and the world looks at you as a murderer. And Captain Adam's like, fuck that. 
I don't want to do that. And he, you know, he heads off. Uh, but yeah, he gets a tablet at the end that's at his door. It's because it's, you know, it's now 2017, Eric. Nobody leaves notes. I mean, no, notes no, are always, so 92. No, the best part is, too, it seems like, was it a post-it note that's on the freaking iPad? Yeah, it's a post-it so note on a, post-it a note goddamn on a fucking tablet. <laughs> yeah, on a, t- on a tablet. It's fucking nonsense. And yeah, he's like, hey, uh, General Elling and Dr. Megala won't tell you this, but you're entitled to know, Nathaniel Adam, you have a 17-year-old son, a friend. It says everything has a picture, a friend. Uh, but yeah, I, I would assume it was that one lab guy, wasn't he? You know, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell him about his wife. And then yeah. you, wah, 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 he's there, but I just, I was kind of bored. This is a, this is a down issue, though. For like, yeah. I was very excited about this many, and this is a down issue. I still gave it a six point five out of ten because yeah. I do enjoy the art, and I am, still am interested to see where it goes. This yeah, is I, I, not the best issue. I'd give it a six. I I really like the art, and I know that. I'm telling you, this is a no-win book for me because I've already gotten crap from people about me not liking it. And people saying, "Oh, you just don't know," or whatever. And it's true. I just want to know. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why Keith David is in here as the general. (laughs) He's asking for the dream, Eric, the dream. (laughs) He's he's there. He's still pissed off. Like, you know, one time Roddy Piper made me put on glasses. I'm just actually looking at him, and I'm like, I'm waiting for Captain Adam to get swifty with it. I really – like, there's going to be an alien attack, and he's going to get swifty. And he's going to ask, uh, freaking the General uh, Elling is going to ask for the dream. And the dream won't be alive, Eric. You know, he wrote Umbrella and Single Ladies. The dream, it's, it, the problem you is the dream. the dream. You know the dream. He's all upset. Nobody knows who the dream is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I got flack before. I'll probably get it again. Because even the no, things, no, like I said, well, you, even like you this said, issue when I'm like. Is down. When I said, though, like, hey, I want to know this. And you're like, well, it wasn't the first issue. I'm telling you, the way this has progressed, it's just odd. It's almost like the whole thing of you like, okay, this is good. We're getting a rebirth of him. He's got these new powers or whatever. It's like I I hardly knew ye, I say, when when we're getting this new one. And for me to have an effect to enjoy a, you know, a Captain Adam 2.0, I should know the 1.0, and I just don't. And I, that's yeah. what I thought this was going to be, and it's obviously not. This is one of those, uh, you know, minis that we've had in the past where I've thought that it's for everybody to jump on, and it seems to be. I'm telling you, this is like I found out uh, that the He-Man Thundercats kind of ended right. up being. Without knowing, having that base knowledge, you miss out on a lot of stuff, and it's not holding oh, my hand at all. And I'm I'm sure that old time fans of both these books, that and that He Man Thundercats, probably appreciate that because you know they don't need you don't don't need to know his old powers. You came in, you knew him, and it really yeah. did seem like they wanted you to know those because you came in, they were already experimenting on, him. they were already doing things, and he blows up. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but yeah, six though. I, I, the art's really not good. Bad. It's yeah, really, I say, really I give good. I get a six point five. You're six. It's only a point yeah, five. Yeah, I'll still get shit. People like to give me shit. Uh, but we'll move on to the last book of the night, and it's another. It's weird. This is another mini series, obviously, and it's Hawkman, Death of Hawkman, and uh, it's another one where I don't know 
much about Hawkman. I really don't know a lot about Adam Strange, and I, I'm always I've always been interested in Adam Strange. Oh yeah, you, you talked uh, to me when we first saw him in Justice United. I, I think I'm gonna like this character. The thing is, it's not as if they really spelled out in any of these issues, like, hey, Hawkman's this, and this, and Adam Strange is that, and we have that, and the Thanagarian war, the Thanagar war, and all this stuff. I don't know that much about oh, dude, it. They, they threw you in deep, and not only yeah. that, from where we were in the continuity during Justice League United, Alana was uh, not Sardis' fucking daughter. You know, she was yeah. a human who was going to college. You know, yeah, here yeah, she's yeah. a fucking Ronnie, and I'm telling you, they totally just switched up yeah, the they, back they to the classic continuity. At least by at this point, though, I'm actually on board. I know at least what's going on here, and they. I mean, I'm telling you, before you even go in your blurb, this book is. It's pretty cut and dry what's oh, yeah. going on. You know what I mean? You have Hawkman. He's beating the shit out of people. You have uh, Despero. He's going to be a fucking asshole. You have Adam Strange. His wife classic. is pissed at him. It's very, yeah, it's very classic, you know, fucking characterizations of these things. And by this point in this, I'm on board for the most part of knowing what's going on and knowing what I like and things like that. Unfortunately, this is a weird issue. It yeah. really is a weird ending. Go uh, you ready for this? Me. The yes, Death of Hawkman, number six, written by Mark Andreco, with art by A.A. Ron Lopresti, John Livesay, Blonde, and Josh Reed. It's do or die time as our heroes give their all to stop Despero from invading Earth, and sadly, they had to do and die in this issue because while Adam Strange was blowing up the Mega Zeta Beam, Hawkman was giving his life to stop Despero once and for all, and in the end, we find out we really don't get an ending because no. while everyone believes that Adam Strange is dead, he's just through it, going through a Zeta Beam to a Hanna-Barbera adventure, and Hawkman sacrifices his life for nothing because Despero's alive and well. Yeah, he's alive and well, and it's, it's weird because these six issue minis especially you you want an ending you, you mm -hmm. think that you know you you want well, to have something spelled out to me that it's a mini you, you well, expect a, a beginning a middle and a conclusion yes this isn't just an arc and a story like again we complained about cyborg where they won't you know john sipper jr didn't end an arc and goes to a new one at least he still has the opportunity to end it this is how this book is ended so open you know, open, open a deal that you are just like, what the fuck did I read this for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing happened, especially when the villain ends up pulling a goddamn fucking Jason and fucking all of a sudden the hand comes up from the lake or a fucking grave. <laughs> or something. I'm like, what? what is going on here? And this is what I said earlier uh, to you. It's weird. I think Aaron Lepresti is a great artist. I mean, yeah. you start off the book and the art is really kick-ass. I Bad mean, the ass. stuff with Hawk, Hawkman, let's call him Hawkeye, uh, <laughs> is fucking awesome. Especially, there's the one panel where you have Hawkman and Despero above the planet. And beneath, it's like a, a faded out because they're fighting. You can even see, uh, you know, the Thanagarian Green Lantern there. And it's it's an awesome panel. It's, it's the credits page. And it's all blurred and, out. It looks yeah, and it's like all blurred out because they're up in the air. Like. And it's fucking awesome. I think that is so cool the way the perspective is there. But then you turn the minute that Adam Strange shows up, shit goes wrong uh, because the, the second panel he's in, he's there with it, almost like a uh, a fucking fist up in the air cheering thing, and he looks. It doesn't even look like he's a real person inside <laughs> his goddamn. It looks fucking ridiculous, and everything is what. And I really think that it's like every other panel is awesome. And then it gets, you know, then it goes down. It, it's really weird throughout this whole issue. And I think it's the worst art that Aaron Lepresti did the entire thing. There's even one point where Adam Strange is there and it, they have completely 
you know, there's nothing in his face mask. It's just, right. It's just weird. Uh, but yeah, the issue itself is okay until the it, end oh, when it's just very straightforward to the point where yeah. Hawkman is just beating the shit out of Despero, trying to happens, stop him yeah. before he can send his troops through the Mega Zeta beam that Invader. Yeah. And while this is going on, he has you know all the freaking Caladorians and the Ronians, Des- like Despero is mind controlling them, having you know freaking yeah. uh was it crawl freaking uh. Crawl, uh, yeah. Hawkman's freaking uh, partner is now a Green Partners, Lantern. The Green Lantern. So it's Adam Strange and Crawl taking on all these goddamn people, and now he's a newly minted Green Lantern. He's not very good at it, but he's no. trying. Which I honestly, yeah. I would love to I see love this freaking Green Lantern more. I'm, it's, yeah, I the love ending him. of this actually pisses me off because we're not going to get to see yeah. him. And even but, at the uh, point where at the end of this, uh, you have freaking Kilowog and stuff showing up. If if they said. Hey, buddy, you know what? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna teach you poser how to do this. And then in two issues from now, he sh- showed up in Green Lantern Corps. Be awesome! I fucking love it. I really so, uh, love the the look. Is incredible. Having a Thanagarian fucking Green Lantern is fucking awesome. Uh, well, that's the but thing yeah. is we we had a Thanagarian Green Lantern. Isama Cole is one of the lizard okay. people of yeah. Thanagar. I want a yeah, Hawkman. Yeah, Green I want a Hawkman. I want a Hawkman thing. He looks awesome. Uh, but yet, it, I don't even mind that at one point he does get captured and fucking like it, it is. It is uh, Adam Strange who says to him, "Doesn't he? You're a Green Lantern. How, hey, how did, did this happen?" Captured? And he said, "I'm fucking new." Uh, but like, like no, you I'm said, I'm not gonna fight children. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, the whole time this is going on, though, it's just Despero and Hawkman just trading blows. And the per the problem with this is that's the most interesting part because yeah. adam strange like they're really focusing on him like to be the one to save the day as and Hulk yeah Man he's supposed like to turn off the Death zeta Road. beam but really it really comes off to me like adam strange is a dog being called by two different people because he's just going back and forth wondering yeah. what he should do this entire goddamn time and he's like go for the crystals because he goes he sees that sardeth is still alive yeah. his father-in-law he's like oh my god and, you know, at this point, Hawkman punches Despero right in the face, causing him to lose concentration. So Sardoth yep. can get his mind back a little bit. Yeah, oh, he got his you mind got, back gotta, a little. You got to take out those crystals. And then he goes back to being goddamn mind-controlled. But no, Even then, point, then, he's like, I hope that you don't remember this. And he punches him. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? He's well, wanted no, to do that for so long, I'm sure. It just goes back to, you know, freaking Despero and Hawkman trading blows. And yeah. it looks like Despero is going to win in the end. But, you know... It just comes down to freaking Adam Strange picking up the spear because his energy weapons aren't doing anything to the crystals. And oh. when he picks up the spear, Hawkman uses the last bit he has. He focuses all his nth metal out through his chest and pierces through Despero's goddamn head, splitting Th- it in through half. Through his head, yeah. And then freaking, you know, uh, Adam Strange pierces the crystal with the spear, causing an explosion. And then everybody, everybody's fine except for a Hawkman, Adam Strange, and Despero, who seem yeah. to be just gone in, a, yeah. in the explosion. Even though there's a shit ton of people around them, those are the only three that are affected by this goddamn yeah. thing. And really through the whole thing. And it is a good line because pretty much Despero the whole time, I'm going to get that nth metal, every bit of nth metal from you. He's just Take going off. And, and the, the weird thing about it is it's like the whole fight keeps going. It is like we, we mentioned Keith David, the, the – you know last issue it yeah. is like they live. yeah yeah it's they live because the whole thing is uh despero huh you're not worth my fucking shit and then hawkeye will punch him he's like you know what uh, i respect your moxie and then they'll fight again and then finally despero's like 
You know I said I respected your moxie. I'm growing tired of this. Then they'll fight again. It's like, I'm really, really getting tired of this. I'm just going to take your end medal, like you said. And then Hawkman's like, you want it? Take it. Boom, right through his head. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool. It's really badass. But the thing is, when he gives up his end medal, it kills him. It kills him. And we can see him wasting away when this explosion happens, causing Adam Strange, Despero, and Hawkman all to disappear. Disappear. and then we jumped ahead in t- three months later where the, Ran- the Iranians and the Thanagarians are having a peace declaration. You know, the, like, it's too bad that, you know, we, we have so much in common. We didn't they, see it and, until and now. David, I, I thought it was funny. The, the statue says something like, uh, they, they saved us from ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your piece is a shit is what is, you are. Like, I was actually sitting here when I was reading this book initially. I'm like, holy shit, they actually went and killed Hawkman. And yeah. we jumped to this three months later. Called, like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, we got this fucking Thanagarian, Ronnie, and Peace Treaty. This all makes sense to me. And I'm like, holy shit, fucking Adam Strange died too. That's crazy. Yeah. The thing that really upset me is we have Crawl in the background. Yep, this the is the worst Hawkman part. Green this Lantern, doesn't make sense. And there's Isomar Cole talking about, you know, it's only temporary until I heal myself. I'm like, yep. Why did the ring leave you at all? Yeah, like, no, you that doesn't make dead. sense. He's like, basically this- saying that the ring left him when he was injured to go to crawl, and now, hey, just remember, when I'm healed, it's like he's on the DL. He's on the Green Lantern DL. When he comes off the DL, he's starting quarterback again, Eric. You, you cannot lose your position from the, injury. That's a lot of coaches thing. go by that. That's how the Green Lantern rings now go. It shouldn't have left him. Why would it no, leave him when he's injured? It's fucking bullshit. And the thing no. that really bothers me, the only thing I can really think that happened here is that Mark Andraker decided, yeah. I'm going to kill this Lantern yep. so I can and create a new one. And the Jeff, this is Jeff John's lantern. So I'm like, yep. Jeff called from fucking Hollywood land. He's like, you ain't killing Isomac Call. Yeah. Or, or they just, they're like, okay, somebody read it. And like, you know what? I just did proofs of how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps. Isomac Call is, is freaking front and center in issues coming up. He can't be dead, even if this is just a mini. And you might even say it's a little outside the deal or whatever. Yeah. You can't kill him off. So they had to have this at the end. It makes no sense. All these things that we talked about tonight of continuity and things, this just is complete and utter nonsense that he's saying that the ring left him when he was injured. And when he's fully healed, that ring's coming back to me. And it's funny because he keeps saying it because that's when Cole's like, I heard you the first hundred times. And he's kind of laughing. Uh, that's not how the rings work. They, no, they just I, don't do it's that. It's very disappointing because I really want this Hawkman Green Lantern because he I looks fucking so. badass. I do too. He looks so good. It just looks with the helmet and oh, shit yeah. like and the, that. Oh, yeah, and the fucking looks, metal wings there and the oh, fucking, yeah. just the green looks on him with so the symbol. Good. I, I yeah. love it so goddamn much. awesome. And especially uh, talking yeah. when he was freaking, you know, going berserk with his powers, trying to focus his will, and you had the Green Lantern symbols in his eyes, and I'm like, yeah. that looks so goddamn cool. Yep. And then you have Kilowog, and of course, he has to say Poozer. Uh, yeah. He says Poozin, but still, why even have him there? You know what I mean? It's just nonsense to say that You, you needed a Green Lantern there. I, I know, know, but you have others. You could you could have fucking, I don't know, have Guy Gardner there like a dick. And it's like, Nobody I, don't wants what the fucking, I don't know what this fuss is all about. These people don't seem that bad. Some stupid thing. But, yeah, they have this statue. Uh, Adam Strange, uh, Carter Hall, they saved us from ourselves. And, yeah, that's where you see that Adam is going through the Zeta Beam, and he's trapped, and he's going where to another universe. Where am I? Help yeah. me. And uh, the thing is, we laugh because it's kind of what happened in Justice League United in the New 52. He was actually trapped in the Zeta Beam. He was trapped in the Zeta Beam. because he was in the Zeta Beam. He was an actual energy beam. Yeah, he was actually able to see things 
from the Zeta Beam that others couldn't, and that's what led to him almost being Charlie of Charlie's Angels, right. setting up the teams of the Justice League United, which I know you didn't like the uh, Jeff Lemire part it was, right? When when it, you had Equinox and stuff. Long, when I jumped on the book and took it over from you, this is when they kind of revamped it. They they yeah, actually totally. just totally revamped it for the DCYOU that it ended up being this Adam Strange stuck in the Zeta Beam and just random teams being created to get rid of these quote-unquote anomalies in the Zeta Beam in the world. I really thought it was fun. It got a little crazy and got a little out of hand, but we thought maybe that's what this was kind of pointing at. We're like, okay, you know what? This is actually taking place in the past. We see this. It's not. Adam Strange is stuck in the Zeta Beam, and from this, he is going to end up in the Flintstones, right? It's the Flintstones book that he ends up in. Is it the Flintstones or the Jetsons? I, I forget. No. I'm I trying think to, it's, for I some think reason, it's, in my mind, Booster Gold goes into Flintstones, but I could Gold. be wrong. Yeah, it might be the Jetsons. Anyway, whatever it's, it's, whatever anyway, book it's a it Hanna-Barbera book coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's a Hanna-Barbera book. I, I actually, it's weird because now I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, but yeah, it's at the end of this month. It's one of those one-shots, and it might even be a backup. I, I can't remember, but that's all Aren't this was. are the annuals are doing for the Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, no, he's doing Future Quest. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what it is. He goes yes. to Future Quest. You're right. He he ends up with uh, Johnny Quest and, you know, that sort of deal. And it's such a weird thing to go from this six-issue mini that seems kind of like it's on its own continuity. Like, it's not doing anything that's going to bother yeah. anybody else in the freaking rebirth, but it's such a weird thing to go from a six-issue mini to a goddamn, you know, uh, Future Quest annual featuring fucking Adam Strange. It's such a yeah. weird goddamn thing. And on top of that, we end with that with Adam Strange, and then on the edge of the universe, we see a fucking, you know, a goddamn Zeta beam like open up a fucking rift in the like in space, yep. and there come out freaking Hawkman's Hawk bones. Hawkman's bones, and, and following it, nth metal. It looks like it. I'm like, okay, is this what they're gonna do? Like, yeah, it's I gonna they're gonna bring him yeah, back to life. All of a sudden, and the bones go into the nth metal Despero. and kind of reform, but the nth metal turns into Despero, and he crushes Hawkman's skull. I mean, now it's done, right? See, the thing is, though, it, it's got to be done. But the thing is, I am so like. I had to think to myself, I didn't do any research on this, but, like, is this one of Despero's powers where he can reconstitute himself? Because while I want to say this is the nth metal, it just seems like when he becomes Despero again, it seems like he is devoid of all nth metal that he had it previously. It does, but it's just weird. It, it seemed to me that the nth metal is what brought him back, and I don't know. Is it going to be like – here's the thing. If if Hawkman comes back, say, in a year and no, a half – how he could come back. I don't fucking... think that they'll ever even point to this. It, he'll just be there, and I'm telling you, if they wanted to have Hawkman show up in the Watchmen big event, and they want everybody – I mean, it's all hands on deck – I think that he'll just show up, and they. It's they just won't so say disappointing, anything. though, as a Hawkman fan, because he was never given any decent service in the New Fifty Two, and now in Rebirth, he's dead. Yeah, and and really th- through this whole thing, and people are probably like Eric. It's called Death of Hawkman. We thought that that was going to be one of those hokey things, like well, you that's know, one of the that he was going to learn the air of his ways, and you know what? Don't call me Hawkman anymore, because now I'm Hawkman. Like not even <laughs> Actually, it's like, not. I'm not Hawkman. I'm Hawkman. That's it's almost like one of those things, though, like in the JL, uh, Brian Hitch's original JLA series we had a couple months ago where, you know, Superman was destined to die, and he did die for two minutes and was brought and back. And came back, yeah. And that's what it, I meant. It's the same. I mean, and, even in, in Forever Evil, in New 52, uh, Dick Grayson, Grayson had a bomb yeah. strapped to him. He had to die or this bomb would go off, and he died for a little bit in a second and then came back. But and legitimately, I like, died. I really just thought the death of Hawkman name was to bring up sales because yeah. you know the original title was Hawkman Adam Strange out of time. Out of time. 
if something changed, they definitely changed it towards this and then changed the name uh, because I don't know that this story would have ever been called Out of Time. It's certainly something happened along the way. And like I said, I thought Death of Hawkman was going to be like one of those, maybe even like, hey, I'm not Hawkman anymore. You know what? You taught me. I'm Carter Hall. I'm going yeah. forward as myself. I'm, you know, Hawkman, Schmockman. I realized that I got to be something different. And yeah, it didn't shock me, but I was like, holy shit. Why, why are they doing this? Anybody like, who's buying this, people who are buying this are, you know, there's not a lot of non-Hawkman fans, I think, that are going to pick this up. These right. are all like you, Hawkman fans. <laughs> yeah, their hero's dead. Like the that, end. That is a kick in the and, junk. And if I ever that, saw the one, the villain is alive that he sacrificed yeah, himself to fucking that's kill. That's the worst part. At least he he died a fucking hero. He died the savior, and he now died for it no seemed reason. like he died for no reason. And the other Adam Strange is off to goddamn visit Johnny Quest. <laughs> Nonsense. Oh my goodness, it's nonsense. It really isn't. The, the problem is, I said as we were starting, I actually had, of all of these minis that I thought were nonsense, and I'm even including that fucking Metal Men shit that was in that uh, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow and stuff like that, this actually was one that, despite myself, uh, you know, I was actually enjoying. I was actually enjoying enough to see what was going on in this last issue to see where it was going. And then when I read it, even you you told me beforehand. And then I read it. They actually did it. I'm like, okay, I I don't mind that, though. If he sacrificed himself, if he did. Like, I'm telling you, if it just ended with the bones there in space and then it ended, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, you know what? It looked like he was dead. They always say if you don't see a body, he's not dead. I see bones. Uh, Maybe something will happen. So I I would think he's dead. But at least he killed Despero. Or at least even if they're like, you see Despero in hell. And he's there. And he's like, oh, shit. It's going to take me years to get back out. Or whatever might be. At least you had some reason for him to die. He actually saved the day. This is just like, now Despero's pissed. It's I, like he's probably made it worse. The whole thing, too. It's like I imagine if Hawkman wouldn't have given up his nth medal to do that final blow, he, if he just would have held on and waited for fucking Adam Strange to hit this goddamn Christmas, he'd probably yeah. be fine, too. Yeah, he'd be fine. Yeah, and even to the point where, like you said, all of a sudden a Zeta Beam blinks and they come out, and you're like, I, I don't even understand what's happening with Despero at the end. Like, I don't know. Maybe we find out that now Despero is Hawkman, Eric. Smokey is the bandit. He actually <laughs> grabbed that skull and crushed it because somehow the Zeta Beam got fucked up. Now it's like, you know, the two of me. He's inside his head, Eric. Well, it's, it's, he's, you know, he comes he's out too death, bad. sacrifice, fools. And it's yeah. like, you know, it was all for naught. Nothing can stop yeah. Despero. I'm like, you it's piece of ridiculous. shit. Now, and then you saw off panel. He's like, but what about me in here? Me. <laughs> and the, and then at the end of this book, below de- uh, naked-ass Despero in space, not <laughs> the end, nowhere near it. Yeah, like, you, not the end, not nowhere an, near not, it. That's not an ending, though, but this, no. this is the last issue to this mini. You needed to conclude this, motherfucker. Uh, uh, again, balls in your court, Mr. DC. <laughs> I'm like, I could see Mr. DC's like, he's reading it just like, he's like, okay, Adam Strange, uh, well, I did, I remember that meeting, they said he's going to go off to Future Quest, okay, that makes sense, all right, well, hey, somebody get me the sales here, Uh, you know, uh, what, not the end, nowhere near, fuck that, it's the end, you are done, Uh, because it's not selling, again, these minis aren't selling in general, and it seems like most people are hunkered down 
it with their books already. They, you know, people have their whatever their money, uh, you know, uh, pull list is. Yeah. There's enough rebirth titles that are are impressing people that these minis come out and they're pretty much ignored. The first issue people grab up collectors or whatever it seems, and then you just shoot down and get books around the the numbers. That we know are cancellation numbers. We even had the vigilante. Uh, when the hell do we know since we've been doing our site and then the podcast has a mini series been canceled? Yeah, that's it's crazy. fucking unheard of. And, and these numbers are just not great. Next thing we have is that twelve issue uh, Bane Bane, Bane yeah, Conquest. Conquest. And again, you have you know some hype for it and things like that but i actually think they've already oversaturated people with bane and hopefully it'll do well i don't know that people are going to read that i just i like these minis though i like that you get these characters now you know we could have a shazam mini and you would be in heaven. i'd be all about it yeah and then at the end of it ended like this you'd be like you motherfuckers you know give me a book too because this Seriously. could have been something where in my mind this is that the minis are the minor leagues you're looking to see if they got the, the you know they got the skills to come up to the bigs. If yep. this if this sells, all of a sudden you're like you know what, Adam Strange and uh, Hawkman. Maybe we can make a book with them. Maybe Hawkman's real popular. Maybe this or that. You know, Captain Adam. If that sold, hey, you know what, we should make a Captain Adam book or put That's him in like with 40, another 000, team. Right, Jim? No, no. Oh, it started oh. at eighteen. Uh, and it's just it's just gonna go down. It's but it's not it's not really the book's fault uh, at much at all. Like I said, most people are already buying these books that are twice a month already. Well, we already talked about too. It, it doesn't help that it's not called rebirth. No, and it's not a rebirth title. So they go in and don't see rebirth on the deal, and they're like, no, no, you know what? I I jumped in with rebirth. I'm gonna stick with the rebirth books. But yeah, some people now. Even cutting back, there's people that we see that they're, you know, we see these pull lists that people take fucking photos of fucking poor Trevitt. Guy can't add any more books, Eric. If he added books, he, I don't know where he's going to live. He's got to get another apartment for himself because <laughs> his books are living at his one. He's got to fucking kick those to the curb or something. God damn it, if he gets a woman, Jesus Christ, he's going to fucking have a fit. Uh, but yeah, people already have their books, and then these things come out, and it's just, they, they just seem like they're not in important you know what i mean so i think they're I do pass by and then you have it like there's going to be somebody who's like you know what i didn't go with any of these minis yet but this hawkman thing i've heard about hawkman i'm going to go in they're going to get this they're never buying another fucking mini in their life they're going to be like this is fucking nonsense i didn't even get a finish to a story uh but what'd you give it i like the art a lot and uh, even though i'm pissed that there's no ending i love that we finally got the slug fest that we've been waiting for because yeah, you know throughout was, the series so yeah. far they kept jumping back in time you know we see how bloody Hawkman is and shit like that we finally had the savage yeah. Hawkman we wanted and he fucking went out a goddamn hero it didn't work that well in the end but no. i had a good time reading it the worst part about this book in my mind was adam strange though because he had nothing really to do yeah, he didn't have much but to do. I'm saying I'm trying to freaking tell you like all of these things to try to like you know, make my score make sense here, but I give it a six point eight out of yeah, ten. Yeah, that's not again. Some people think that's an awful score, so you don't have to convince me of anything. Uh, I did. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Once the book and this, especially once we got to just a straightforward story, we're not jumping back and forth Damn in right. time. It's, it's fucking. So yeah, much that's better. good. I mean, I'm telling you, the story 
Even the Adam Strange part, it's okay. Like you said, if this was the third issue of the six issues, and you had Adam Strange not with a lot to do here, but we know going forward he's doing stuff, this scene, up until the crazy ending or whatever, it did seem like a third or fourth issue of the mini. Like yeah. this is like, like we said earlier with Midnighter and Apollo, this is around the time where they're, you know, Midnighter and Neron are fucking beating the shit out of each other. All of a sudden here, this is the finale, and then it doesn't end. And that's the worst part of it. Uh, like you said, Adam Strange just disappears. And if you're not going to read Future Quest, we may not, not see Adam Strange for another five years. And Hawkman, it looks like he's dead. And yet yep. the one person who lives in the end is the villain. And it just doesn't seem right. It really doesn't. And, yeah, it, and it's funny, too. It's, like, not even close to the end. I'm like, what, are we going to get a Despero fucking mini? Because it looks like the end for goddamn Hawkman. You, like, you can you tell know, me. There's going to be Hocus Pocus. Are we going to Hawkman Rebirth? Yeah, there's going to be Hocus Pocus if they do bring him back. And, uh, like I said, if this is a year and a half from now in a, in a freaking thing for the Watchmen or even any sort of deal, he shows up at a meeting of the, the Justice League. You know, they gather a bunch of people or whatever, Batman. They're not going to address this. I, I really don't think so. But we'll yeah. see. But, yeah, I'd give it a six. I, I'll give it a six. I'll, I'll start with right. a six. Though, I'm telling you, up until a point, I was having a good enough time, and I was really enjoying Hawkman because I, again, I like book. to learn about these characters a bit as I as I read, and I got the, the idea that Hawkman likes to beat the shit out of people and sure be covered in blood. Does. There you go, and he has that. Loves that I, I'm shit. telling you, I learned that, and I learned that he's good with the catchphrases like, you want the nth medal? Take it right in the face. Right in the face. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to move on now to the end of the podcast, Eric. And that's it, Eric. Done. Just had a done, weird... Did done. you hear that? There was a weird feedback there. Hi, yay, yay. You know what I'm going to have in a minute? A weird feed bag. I'm fucking starving. It's late. I'm tired, but I'm still hungry. I might have to have a, a cheat moment and go down. I, I went downstairs to grab a drink because my throat was scratchy, and I saw the open box that got them star crunch sitting there. I'm like, why do you well, do I told this you earlier to today, freaking, I know you're going to hate this, but I thought it was very intriguing. I actually had to end up buying it, but it's Chewy Chips Ahoy, but s'mores. So there's really? chocolate in the middle. There's chocolate chips, graham cracker tasting goddamn thing with uh, also marshmallow chips. Yeah, that's what you got, huh? Delicious. Uh, I fucking, right there. Are you trying to kill me? You're just trying to make me (laughs) fucking throw myself out a window. I hate, hate Chewy Chips Ahoy. Oh, I know. I fucking think that they are the work of the devil. They don't taste right. It It does not simulate to me a fresh made chocolate chip it seems fucking nonsense and what the fuck they do to those things to keep them chewy i'll never know then you throw on top of that a s'mores just fucking take two of my kids away from me eric take two of my kids now why do i want to freaking you know give you no i just mean take them i know i need something to cheer me up is what i meant hi yeah yeah here we go what is your pick of the week my pick of the week is Batman number 18. Mine as well. Mine is easily Batman number 18. Uh, it was just really good. And if again, I, we it was said just it like those fucking chewy chips of hoist s'mores. What? What? Fucking phony and, and full of chemical? That's Bane, maybe. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like the venom. Those things are on venom, Eric. I, I just, it Makes does it not powerful. seem right. They just seem, I just, I hate them. I you like bring them to a work regular pure Chips Ahoy to me is the epitome of a great cookie. It's a classic that does not need to be fucked with with your hocus pocus. So what you got to do is get the normal Chips Ahoy and just dunk them into the milk and let them go to the bottom and get really soggy and just keep doing that until you can like you finish the milk and have all that freaking you know stuff come down into your throat at the end of it oh, <laughs> podcast over you start talking that bullshit <laughs> you fucking dick uh, yes I, I would actually I would love to see you eat that that, that way and I'd fucking probably vomit on myself <laughs> if, if you did that it just sounds so goddamn disgusting then you even spelled out more because people are thinking this is what you have said all along you have your glass of milk you yeah. dump all you just it's not dunking or it is legitimately just throwing you're sinking them yeah. You, yeah you just throw them in there let them dissolve into that goddamn sludge then there's a step that I don't think that most people realize what happens then. Then you drink the milk itself yep. down to the sludge. Like you're not going to get half sludge, half milk. You no, want to no, get rid of that, that top milk. layer out and you just have the, the sludge out. then. Yeah. Well, you'll still have a little milk within it's, the yeah, sludge. It's, it's within it. That's what makes it the best part. It's fucking – that is disgusting. That's – I'm telling my, – my son Logan would, would be more – and he, again, I, I've said it all along. He is a little mini-me. Yeah. And uh, the problem is like I'll make a sandwich – and if I clean the plate and there is a drop of water on that plate and that sandwich touches that water, he's done. He'll. I'm not eating that. That's soggy. I can only imagine what he'd think of that nonsense that you have. And it's also weird because I told him, too, he sits there and he is small. He's really small and thin. And he eats shit like my dad liked. Like somehow that my dad's nonsense eating was reincarnated into him. It's gone a generation. The, the kid – doesn't want to eat like spaghetti because actually does not like bread like if you have a hamburger he doesn't want to eat the bun but yet he'll eat fucking pig's feet it doesn't make sense it makes no <laughs> sense at all oh, i don't like bread but yet he'll eat the fucking shittiest stuff but yeah if, if he thinks anything has gone wrong in a process of cleaning uh the plate or the utensils or the cooking he's done uh, yet you, oh my God, I gotta try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that come sometime. over. I'm gonna come over. I'm just gonna sit on the porch, ring the doorbell. I'm gonna have a half gallon of milk, a glass, and just a freaking Chips Ahoy cookies, and just Eating start doing Chips Ahoy like a goddamn <laughs> badass. You're there, just fucking. Hey kid, you want to dunk? <laughs> you're like, yeah. 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 No, that's that's what the pussies do nowadays. You don't. You dunk need it. to sink. You drop. <laughs> you sink it, baby. That's where the cool kids are at. Like you fucking dick. Don't ever ever teach my kids that nonsense because if i see it in this house i i'm gonna go against my physical fucking you know punishment stance it's gonna change very quick Just knock that fucking glass right out of their hand that sludge will go on the goddamn floor and create a good fucking epoxy or something with that fucking shit you got going I, I sit there you walk around you go past a goddamn fucking uh, a work site and you're giving them that sludge for goddamn cement in between the bricks that shit is disgusting. Oh, it's so good. It sounds so such... good. Been doing it since I was a small child. God damn, that is disgusting. That is, you know what? There's some things you got to get over. You used to shit your pants as a small child as well. You stopped doing that because you're an adult. You need to stop it. <laughs> stop the fucking madness at some fucking point. 
Though you never stop the man. Just you told that the girl you saw they hadn't seen in a while that you're still the same old Eric Shea. She right. thought right there, you, it, you're a piece of shit who fucking lets his goddamn chips ahoy sink. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. And then you're a dick and put the fucking, you know, the cup in the goddamn sink without cleaning it. You don't even yeah, rinse that, it. that's a dick move. It is. It, everything about this is wrong. It's just wrong. You're wrong. And you're, when I'm you're done out of outside order. of your house, doing eating the cookies in this fashion, I'm going to walk into your house and put the fuck in that dirty glass in your sink and go <laughs> in home. In my sink. Out of nowhere, I'm like, where the fuck did this guy? Oh, you fucking dick. <laughs> I fucking go running across town, and it takes me a while because i got to stop a bunch of times. I'm like, oh, oh man, it's Gosh, not like the good old days. Boy, those days are gone. Speaking of good old days, my son, Rafe, uh, skinny penis, he joined up for track the other day and I had no idea and he, he joins up for track I go and pick him up then eventually we figure out where the fuck he is we're all over yeah, town in anybody. a panic uh, he never told anybody so we go there and I, I'm looking I'm like is he there because we're in the parking lot and I'm not going to get out then I look like a pedophile looking at the fucking junior high track team but I'm trying to see if he's one of these people in the worse. track and they're yeah well they're, I'm there with Logan we're in the car I'm like Logan can you, you have see already abducted is he, a child. yeah I'm like is he here do you see him and they're running each one's doing like a little almost like a combine the NFL combine where they're all doing yeah, yeah. a 40 year old 40 yard dash and I'm there and I'm like Oh, yeah, he's here. I see this fucking gangly motherfucking slow-ass guy fucking running with his hands <laughs> going all over right the place. There. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then there's Logan. It's like like the wind he runs with. Yeah, I'm like, who? So Rave comes by, and I look, and everybody's running back to the other. They get done this whole what they called boot camp, the first right. practice. They're all running back to the school to get changed and stuff afterwards. There's fucking Rafe last there, fucking dragging, sweating, and then... And he comes out and he, he comes out then I'm like oh how was he he goes screw this he's like what the fuck and he's like I'm not doing this I'm why and he's like I don't like running when did you decide to join up track you don't like running you run your mouth that's for sure Ooh. then he says oh, I'm gonna do the shot put no you're not just stop you're fucking you're, you're like Eric with these goddamn cookies just end the madness delicious just stop. he loves basketball he said just after school just continue what we're doing going to the Y and playing basketball there you go and he, he agreed then so that won't that's cost it. me any extra money just do yeah, this really not even that it's, I don't want to go pick him up that's the worst and also Logan has the thing where he plays basketball with him after school and this kind of throws a whole wrench into everybody's deal and it's track the only people who ever do anything in track are people who want to stay in shape for a, a real sport you know what I mean? You're, you're playing they, fucking football. That's why you do cross country in the fucking spring because of that. That's the only reason. You're a wrestler. You want to keep running. There you go. Run. That's the thing, uh, too. It's like there's track, and then in my mind, the fucking worst thing is cross country track. Yeah, that cross country worst. sucks. Uh, back in the day, I remember at one point uh, when I was playing on, you know, all these crazy amount of sports, I also ended up doing uh, indoor uh, track in the winter. And uh -huh. it was fucking nonsense. But it was just because they, they were just grabbing and, like, cherry-picking guys who were fast and things like that. So I didn't have to go to practice. I was at that point probably, like, involved in uh, hockey afterwards. But after school, I was on the wrestling team. So I would do that. But then I'd also get involved in this goddamn indoor track. I fucking hated it. I hated every minute of it. But I did it. What the hell? One more cue on the pile, Eric. Yeah, it was like know. 40 years ago. You don't even have to think about that. It was. It was a long time ago. I, I, at one point, I even played volleyball. Look at me. Little guy playing volleyball. 
What the fuck was I thinking? I, I just would anybody who would suggest you should do this. Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. And it just led me to nothing. It led me to having a podcast with you and your oh. cookies. That's what, that's what I'd actually. If I want to give any advice to kids, I'll you know fucking stay clear. It's not going to do anything for Doing you. It's for a bunch, suckers. Yeah, it's a it is. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense that takes up time and then does it. And all you do is end up my age thinking, Jesus Christ, I used to be in shape. All that stuff. It just makes you miserable. <laughs> you know, not once do you say, Man, I used to be good at a sport. That is that's never that is something Eric Shea has never said. Ever. <laughs> I sit there and I'm like, actually, Man, what what the fuck happened? Actually, Ultimate Frisbee. I was really fucking oh, good at Ultimate yeah, Frisbee. Oh, said sport. Oh, my bad. Fucking asshole. Next, you're going to be fucking good with the, the hacky sack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even this, is a sport. Even this week, we, I, we have uh, like a, a rolled up ball of tape. And the, at one point, I fucking gunned it at you. At one point when I almost hit you in the face with it, I felt bad. Uh, but I, I'm sitting there, and wrong turn. The whole reason we did this is wrong turn was fucking making noises and shit. So I'm like, give me that fucking ball. T- I'm going to fucking nail him from back here. And I threw, and I missed him completely. It fucking made me miserable for two days. <laughs> I, I, I'm still thinking about that today. This morning, I'm like, how the fuck I did I miss it. him? I'm like, how the fuck did I miss him from that, that fucking distance? There's no way. No way. And it just got me angry. So just stay clear, or don't be insane. There's my two yeah, that, bits of advice. Probably the best bit, yeah. Don't make everything such a competition that you even compete with yourself and get mad at, at yourself and yourself. It's like I'm two people. I'm mad at both of them. Yeah, you're Hi, a psycho. Yeah, I, yeah, I am. I am, but here's what we're going to talk about next week, Eric. Huh? You have Action Comics 975, obviously. That is the big issue, and if I big would reveal. say... If we're going to do a spotlight, I would say that might be the spotlight, right? That should be. I would think so. All-Star Batman number eight. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number eight. Detective Comics 952. Earth 2 Society number 22. Final issue. Yeah, yeah. I I have read that. Uh, Dancing Mike, I think, will – he'll read it as well. That's all I'll say. Gotham Academy, second semester, number seven. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 16. Justice League Power Rangers, number three for Brandon. Uh, Maybe we'll be able to get together and talk about that one. Hopefully you'll be able to because I know nothing about the Power Rangers. Justice League, I actually, the first season I did watch. But Justice League of America, number two. New Superman, number nine. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number eight. Supergirl, number seven. Superwoman, number eight. Titans number nine, and then on this other deal we have Flash number eighteen, I believe it is. This is so hard that to read right these to fucking things. Uh, and Wonder Woman number eighteen, which goes back to the uh, God Watch story with me. And if I miss anything else, did I say? Yep, Just League of America number two. That it's sounds weird, right going to back me. Back yeah, I think that's all. Uh, it's another one. I said that DC seems to have uh, kind of gotten the order. You know, their shit in order where we don't have these twenty-two books in one week. It does not I seem still have to be six the books case next week. Yeah, I think I do too. I have a lot, but I'm saying. That is really, to me, that's the breaking point when you're doing reviews for that day. You can get six done in a day, and we can get a podcast that has, you know, 12 to 15 books done. It's when we go above that that just, it it kills us. It really throws everything out, but that's what we got. I don't know. I could even look. I see what uh, Reggie might have on the lines. No, it doesn't look like any any young young animal. animal books. Nope. Does not look it. So... That is it, and that is the podcast, Eric. Uh, we'll see how long that one is. 
we'll see how it goes and it's late and I'm hungry and I'm tired and I'm I don't know what else am I I'm short ugly. I'm ugly I <laughs> you fucking dick I, I'm telling you I'm gonna I'm gonna spruce myself up and I'm gonna take a picture of myself people you, you've you can't only, all you plastic surgery no, all all you've done is set up for me to to look good no matter <laughs> what because they, I mean they are expecting fucking you know mask I'm gonna be rocky and then they're gonna be like you know what guy's not good looking but not as bad as Eric Shea said that's positive to me and there it is and then all of a good. sudden you'll see you'll see the comments boy Eric I don't know what's going on I think you're jealous and then I'll laugh and laugh and laugh Eric laugh it up. I didn't. You, you got to look back into a mirror eventually. You ain't gonna be laughing. Somebody that long. didn't agree to have sex with me five times at least because I was that ugly, Eric. I mean, I had to have had some looks. Also, I am how much older than you? Thirty dude, dude, years dude, older. Dude, Knuckles has kids. Yeah, that's not the same. That that looks. Yeah, wrong turn has kids or exactly. kid. He has other things as well, and uh, he does not have a brain. Uh, <laughs> but that's it, Eric. It's like what? What are we? Modern day do scarecrow. Now? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, actually, we talk about this. He actually went today to go see that. Uh, what's it called? The Monster the, Truck uh, Rally, Monster which Truck I think here. is bullshit because you need to watch a Monster Truck yeah. Rally on Sunday. You yeah, know you Sunday, can't that's have fucking it. There's, bullshit. That is the one problem that I always thought that a Monster Truck Rally would have a problem is is that you only have shows on Sunday, so you're that's really cutting out your profits. Uh, it seems to not be the case. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Doesn't sound right, does it? No. Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. We got Gravedigger, Bigfoot, and I don't know what else would be. I don't. What do you think? Is, do they have a new truck? Do you think? Truckosaurus? I don't know. Oh, Truckosaurus! I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. I gotta see. And I Monster don't know truck. if that's real or something. I just saw on the Simpsons back. What like Truckosaurus? I believe yeah. that was just on the Simpsons. That yeah. was the truck. Uh, here. Oh shoot! I look up uh, Monster Trucks. And I get that fucking you get movie. That movie yeah. I don't want that. Top monster trucks. Let's see. Here we go. You got Grave Digger. Right. This is nonsense. Yeah, actually, some of these are okay. Grave Digger. El Toro Loco. I don't know that one. Batman. Didn't know that one. Bigfoot. I know that one. Predator. Pretty much I know Bigfoot and Grave Digger. Jurassic Attack. Nope. Snake Bite. Snake bite Cortez? Snake bite. I'm looking at Predator. Predator's pretty fucking cool looking goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Predator has like fangs in the front. I think, yeah, think Snake I bet bite you would have that. The best will be though, we'll say the wrong turn. Hey, what what cars did what trucks did you see? And somehow he'll have been turned the wrong direction and won't even know what the fuck we're talking about. It I doesn't like matter Predator. anyway. You call him a truck, he's weirded out because he does this? believe that these things are alive somehow. I'm gonna I'm gonna end with Carl Files top fifteen most popular monster trucks. This is their list. Number one, Grave Digger. Oh, it's one of these lists I gotta fucking click oh, fuck on everyone. Noise. You fucking assholes. Yeah, number two. What's number two? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Number three, maximum destruction. Yeah, I'm telling you, I pretty much okay. draw the line with monster trucks at Grave really? Digger and Bigfoot. How about the fourth one, Monster Mutt, and it looks like a Dalmatian. Monster nope. Mutt. Uh the next one, Barefoot. <sighs> Barefoot. That's God from the uh, actually Barefoot started in 1980. Hmm. Then how come I've barefoot. never heard of Barefoot? I don't know. Next one, Batman. 
I, I don't know how this is happening. How is this allowed? Batman. It, 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 you should see it. It looks like the Batmobile is a monster truck. Sounds pretty cool. That was created in 2006. Uh, number seven, Eric, Donkey Kong. <laughs> is, this, is this a real I don't, list? I don't want to play anymore. No. Number eight, Taurus, Toasaurus Rex. Number good, seven, right? like number nine, King Kong. How about this? Number nine, Cyborg. Yeah, it's just fucking nonsense. I don't want to number play anymore. Number ten, Eric. I'm keep going. El Toro Loco. There you go. El Toro Loco. That was like He's number a, eight. It's a bull. Number uh, 11, Smart for Fun 2 Car Monster Truck. I don't know what you just said to me. That doesn't seem like something that should go together. This is it. Number 12, Blue Thunder. Now we're back. We're back, right? Blue Thunder. Tony, I think my knowledge of monster trucks just goes to fucking Gravedigger and Bigfoot. No, I'm telling you, now it's it's increased. Now, number 13, Sudden Impact. Okay, maybe Clint Eastwood drives that. Yeah. (laughs) Number four, Tropical, Tropical Thunder. It's the worst paint job on Tropical Thunder. It, it really looks – it looks like – remember that Gilbert special that we saw? They had that oh, yeah. fucking background. That's what it looks like. It, fucking nonsense. And the last one on the, the list that nobody it? wanted. Oh, my God. Why isn't this number one? you got to look up this at, at some point. Zombie. That's not going to happen. Zombie, Eric. It is a zombie. monster truck with arms. And a big – oh, my God. It, it's really extravagant. you got to see this. you got to see – you're not going to see Zombie, your no, favorite monster truck? Even if I put it in, in the uh, the chat here on our Skype, you will not look at it? I refuse. You refuse to look at Zombie, do you? Yeah. I'm putting it in there anyway. You're going to look at it, and you're going to like it. People are going to hear, bloop, and it's going to go. There it is. I'm looking at Oh, that's pretty cool, Zombie. That's a good truck, Eric. It's a good truck. A way to, great way to end a comics podcast, talking about monster trucks. Uh, but, yes, that is it. Did you look at it yet? I'm not going to look at it. Come on, look at it. Come on. I'm not going to do it. It's a really like badass it. fucking truck. I it's have a look awesome. at it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? That should yeah, be like really that should cool. be number three. That should be after Bigfoot. Uh, Gravedigger and Bigfoot have to always be one and two. Zombies should be number three. This is something that somebody has really taken their time to do. Uh, Tropical Thunder is fucking nonsense compared to this. Uh, fucking ridiculous. Oh, Eric, we're done. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting goofy now. It's so goddamn late. Uh, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Great week. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Hey, Jim. Hey, Eric. Hey, Reggie. And the Get Fresh crew, whoopity whoop whoop whoop. This is Alex M. And I was calling because I wanted to do, well, I want to do my own review of Superman in Superman Reborn Part 1 from DC Universe Rebirth. So, uh, uh, number 18. This is number 18 of Superman. Uh, let me open the first page. Let's get started. Uh, so on the first page is an ad for Kong Skull Island, starring Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and a bunch of other people. And it turns out it's from the producers of Godzilla. 
But I don't think, no, it's not the same director as Godzilla. It's a guy named Jordan Vaught Roberts. I haven't heard of him. Uh, the ad's pretty cool because it's these guys walking across like, the water and like, they're like walking on it. So they must be as similar as Jesus, but they've got weapons. Um, kind of has a, uh, Apocalypse Now flare to it. You can see King Kong in the background, and if you read towards the bottom, it says, All Hell the King, which I think means King Kong, since he's the King of Kong. Hence, King Kong. So, All Hell the King. Alright, so then um, the Superman story starts talking about answers and energy and matter. And there's a guy with the cloak that's Mr. Oz, a little scepter, um, looking at his papatar, his papatar, including Red Robin, laughing at him like a psychopath. And it turns out someone left. And uh, this person, um, well, this person, I guess, was a big fan of Superman and probably... Gives himself all the time thinking about Superman. Um, but I might have a fear about who this person be. I'm going to tell you, I might say not. It depends. Anyway, let's keep going. So we get to the Kent's house, and this is maybe the one of the worst, you yeah, know, one of the worst uh, panels by um, Patrick Gleason. It's, it's really bad. It's bad. It's okay, because the rest of the issue is pretty good, too. And then over here, there's another ad for DCBS. Now, if you don't know what DCBS stands for, it stands for Discount Comic Book Service. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, look, if you order the, through them, you can get... Um, some of your stuff up to like 20%, maybe 50% off. I'm not quite sure, but you get a discount because it's in the name of the website, dcbservice.com, and their DCBS, Discount Rate Comic Book Service. Um, they tell you here, if you can get an extra discount and get free shipping over $50. What they don't tell you is that you get it a week after it came out. So if you go through the service, just like J-Man, you got to wait a whole week to listen to their podcast. Exciting stuff. Um, all right, I went next page to more stuff with the uh, camp family and just got a book or something. But speaking of book, in the next ad, there's a books. From the Reckoner series, I right, Brandon Sanderson. Now, let me tell you something about Brandon Sanderson. He's got a better book series than the one that's advertised here. But this one's pretty cool if you're a teen into superheroes because it's about a teen who becomes part of this group who fights superheroes in a world where superheroes are shitty, shitty, shitty people, which is probably what they become. There's a lot of superheroes. Um... It's called the Reckoner series. The first one's called Steelheart. That's the main bad guy in the first one. Then it's Firefight. 
That's the second one of the Reckoner's book series, and the third one's Calamity. I read Steelheart's pretty good. I read part of Firefight. It was okay, kind of. At that point, I was like, well, this is pretty much for teens, but I can't wait to read it again since I saw this ad. But let's keep going. All right. Um, I guess some more stuff with the clerks, and there's a present left up, and some weirdo with glasses left them, probably a pedophile. But look, there's another ad. It's for WonderCon. I've never been. I don't know if any of you have ever been to WonderCon. It's in Anaheim, and it's happening this year in 2017, and between March 31st and April 2nd. That's only, that's, that's, that's basically, well, from the damn call, it's about a month less. Yeah. Um, looks like there's going to be lots of cool stuff like comics and movies and TV and animation and much more. Much more. I don't know what much more could be, but it could be anything because in the ad, it's sort of like this old school a la, uh, old school, uh, what's his name? That artist I really, really like. Not kidding. I'm not kidding. I actually really like that guy. You know, he did Frontier, and he did those great covers for that awesome book, G.I. Zombie, which everybody should check out. G.I. Zombie is like the James Bond of the DC Universe if he was dead and awesome. But WonderCon poster is amazing. Um, it's got this very kind of fresh golden era, but almost crossing with the silver era, especially since we got Martian Manhunter, The Flash, and um, Black Canary. Very much like silver age characters. So, um, let's keep going. Oh, uh, there's a... Um, there's the guy with the glasses talking to the dog. But in another ad from AMC is Into the Badlands. And I think this must be that series that's still going. It's kind of like a Western mixed with a lot of martial arts. Really cool choreography. Um, and in the ad, it says the fight begins. But I don't know because there was already a lot of fighting. So I wonder what the fight this time is going to begin. Um, I need to catch up. Probably not going to happen. Um, all right. Now we get more story in the Superman family. They looking for the guy who left the book, and it's a book about the cans, and there's a page with all these photos, and um, it's actually really well drawn by Patrick Gleason. This is actually one of my best favorite favorite spreads I've seen. And um, I read Aquaman, and that's some pretty good spreads, too. And then um, shit starts kind of going up in these white flames. I'm not sure. It's happening. Some kind of white ghost flame, almost like paper being ripped apart. Uh, but then there's another ad, and it's Batman Beyond number six. Rise of the Demon Part 1. And it's going to be beginning in March. And you know who's writing it? Of course you know who's writing it. It's motherfucking Dan Jurgens, And it's art by motherfucking Bernard Chang. And at the top it says, Quare is back. Could 
Rosh Al Ghul, before, behind. That's how you say it, by the way. It's Rosh. Uh, Rosh Al Ghul. Um, but it's a pretty tight ad. There's, um, no, uh, there's that other story called uh, Something the Demon, Batman Back in the Days. I forget what that's called, too. Oh, I remember the artist I was trying to remember before. It's, um, his last name is Cook. Anyways, let's keep going. Um, oh, that white paper stuff is all over. John, um, he's saying, I'm scared, okay. But then there's another ad for Teen Titans, number six. It's The Rise of Aqualad, part one. And Aqualad looks pretty sick. Um, you know, I haven't read Teen, Teen Times. I know it's written by motherfucking Benjamin Percy and, um, art by Koi Fam. I don't know who Koi Fam, but if this is the art by Koi Fam, Koi Fam knows why I'll do it. And uh, this series is starting in March also. Oh, and here's what it says There's a new Teen Time in town, and he's making a splash. Now that, let me tell you, that is clever. And that's what this book says to me, clever. And I'm not kidding. Alcohol does look pretty badass in this. And the art is pretty sick. Um, okay, more stuff is going on um, uh, with the uh, Kent family. The white paper stuff ripping apart is still happening. But check it out. There's another ad. And this time it's for Black and White Nightwing. And it's the Jim Lee Limited Edition. And it's coming to a shop near you. So you should probably pick it up because it is Jim Lee. Uh, oh, there's Superman 5. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, but guys, guess what? Teen Time Volume 1, The Return of Wally West is coming really soon in March of this year. Yeah, I know. And um, there's a few quotes, a couple books, uh, a couple of uh, websites. Uh, IGN says, everything a Titan fan wants and more. And the Titans go, go. (laughs) It's it's, kind of like a pun because it's, uh, well, hold on. Let me read the whole thing first. The Titans go back to one of their oldest, most meaningful themes. Friendship. Now, going back to the Titans Go, that's, um, there's a show called Titans Go. Uh, they put uh, go in parentheses, so I think they get the pun, too. I mean, they made the pun. Um, anyways, let's keep going. Uh, now, um, Superman's hugging his kid real hard, saying never, never. Um, and there's another ad. <laughs> Look at that. Never had. Um, now, check this out. Get ready to ride with the Amazon Warrior. From Gotham City Garage, which we all know about, there's the Wonder Woman motorcycle. And uh, it's sculpted by Irene Matar and Adam Ross. He must be son of that, of Alex Ross because they both have the first, you know, uh, 
letter in their name, first name. Uh, kind of like Adam and Andy, except Adam and Andy Kubert are brothers, so that doesn't really work. Uh, well, anyways, um, it looks all right, but it's coming to shop near you, so you probably want to check it out. And uh, let's see. Well, it looks like the house and uh, John are gone. Yeah. And the white flame paper stuff. But uh that doesn't matter because um guess what? There's an ad for all star Batman. Um, <laughs> um but I'm gonna have to uh yeah, I I'm sorry to tell you guys, it's not gonna be coming in March two thousand seventeen, it's coming out in April two thousand seventeen. If you guys have to wait a little longer for this, um and uh, sorry because I, when I read when I read you guys these quotes, you're gonna want to get it. Uh, the first quote's from the AV Club. It says, "All Star Batman, see Snyder doubling down that explosive and dynamic action." Woo! But it doesn't have. Um, it doesn't, it's not ex as excited as I am when I read it, but that's the quote, anyways. And then the, the other one from IGN is uh, Romita's pages delivers nonstop stream of superhero. Superhero carnage. Yeah. Um, and it's written by Scott Snyder, of course, and art by John Romita Jr. and the Clan Shalvey. And many, many, many more people, I think. Um, or, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. And um, that's it. It looks like for the book, they're... Uh, that book that was left behind, there's no more pictures inside of it, or they're just disappeared. And the uh, the camp took really mad. And then there's one more ad. And look at that. It says, who is Clark Kent? And there's a list of people who could be Clark Kent. Like Mazzaro and use 52 Superman. Um... Mr. Mixipidic, Eradicator, Marshmallow, and Magog. And these are the potential people who could be the Clark Kent from Action Comics, which I'm not reading. And, uh, oh, and there's a Wildstorm thing at the back with Jim Lee talking about how awesome Wildstorm is, which is true. Pretty cool so far. Jim agrees. Um... We got credits uh, for the uh, people who work at DC. Um, um, yeah, there's Jeff Johns, President and Chief Creative Officer. Jim Lee's a publisher. Dandy is a publisher. And um, Nancy Spears, VP of Mass Book Digital Sales and Trade Marketing. Courtney Simmons is a Senior VP. Uh, that's just some of the people. And there's an, uh, an ad for the Impractical Jokers. They're dressed like superheroes. So they must be pretty cool guys. Um, I actually like one of the guys. He's on this other podcast called, uh, Steve Dave, much more cohesive, shorter podcast than the one you're listening to right now, which has been made a lot longer since I left this great review, what I believe is a great review of uh, Superman 
Number 18. And let me put this back. Oh, what? There's one more ad on the back? It's Justice League Dark, an all-new original movie that came out almost a month ago. I gotta watch it, guys. So I'm just gonna leave you with that. Bye-bye.